This is the 2021 NFL Draft with Kyle Yeomans, Brian Broaddus, Dave Hellman, Dane Brugler, and Jeff Kavanaugh. Day three is here. It's the day of the scouts of the 2021 NFL Draft on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. We are so glad to be with you live from inside the star in Frisco, the Dallas Cowboys headquarters, where we had an interesting day, to say the least, yesterday. We're going to break it down, get you set up for the resuming of the NFL Draft. That'll kick off at 11 a.m. Central Time for those of you listening outside of the DFW Metroplex and for those listening on 105.3 The Fan. I'm Kyle Yeomans alongside Jeff Cavanaugh and Brian Broaddus of 105.3 The Fan. Then we've got the Athletics' Dane Brugler along with DallasCowboys.com's David Hellman. So, gentlemen, we've had a little bit of sleep to sleep on what happened yesterday. Not a lot, to, to say the least, because... It was a pretty quick, uh, pretty quick turnaround heading into this morning. But Dave, after you've had a little bit to react on the four picks that were made yesterday, the five that the Cowboys have already had, what are you thinking right now about this team and where they've gone so far? Well, and you know, I think what I said last night was that I was thrown for a loop just because you know they. I feel like they threw a few curveballs at us last night, and we said that on the show. Uh, but even you know, we got off the air, and and the front office had a press conference, and they you know they talked about their picks and. You know, I think I, I said that too. Some of these guys, we, you would say, have like really high floors, and it just seems to me like the Cowboys are trying to revamp their defense as quickly as possible. And sometimes that means, uh, you know, taking guys that you think are more ready to go right now. I think the Cowboys are counting on some of these guys to take veteran jobs. And I think that's really interesting to me when you think of, you know, we're like, oh, It'll only it'll be two or three years before we find out how good this class is. Well, if they're counting on these guys to take jobs, then we'll find that out in August or September how good this class is. And that's it seems to me like the Cowboys know that they have an offense that can contend right now, and they just need a little bit better of a defense. And so if if these picks are as good as they think they are, these guys should be able to contribute to that right away. If you haven't necessarily been paying attention to what happened with the Cowboys in days one and two of the NFL draft, it started off with Micah Parsons, Penn State linebacker, at pick number 12 overall, where the Cowboys traded back from 10 to make that selection. Then they gained pick number 84, which later on they took Chauncey Golston, defensive end out of Iowa. Kelvin Joseph was the second round pick. The third, first third round pick at 75 was defensive tackle. Osa Odigizua out of UCLA. And then the final pick of the night, probably the biggest head-scratcher, we'll get to that coming up in just a little bit, is corner Nashon Wright out of Oregon State. Dane, when you look at these five selections so far, not a surprise to see them all on the defensive side of the football, but where do you kind of rank this in terms of maybe some of the rest of the NFL and what they did in days one and two? It's always hard to do that because you, you've got uh, teams that are drafting very differently based off the stages that they're in, uh, ready to compete. Uh, you look at the Cowboys, and uh, I think we can all agree that maybe in the first round they had their eye on a corner, and that didn't work out. So they went with plan B, and Michael Parsons is not a bad plan B. Uh, he's going to be able to impact this team in a very positive way, especially with how we think they're going to use him as maybe that Sam, a little bit of Leo looks, uh, you know, get him going downhill. It's what he does best. In, in the second round, you know, I think, think we know they try to maybe move around a little bit, uh, get one of those corners, uh, and they still ended up staying put, got a pretty good player. And then, you know, look, the third round picks are, are going to be 
you know, much discussed, um, uh, not just today, but moving forward. Uh, some of the good players that were still on the board, you know, they the Cowboys stuck to what they had, and time will tell. But I, I really like the defensive linemen. Uh, big fan of uh, Odigizua and Chauncey Golston. I, I think they're really long players. I think they're high character players, uh, guys that. I don't. I, I don't think they're ever going to make a Pro Bowl, but I think they're going to be really solid pros for a long time, and they're going to impact this defensive line as rookies. That kind of goes to my point, honestly. And I mean, you want all of your draft picks to make Pro Bowls, but it almost feels to me like the Cowboys are saying, "All right, just just give me the guy that can come in and be a solid player." Like you know, um, Odigizua has been compared to Tyrone Crawford a bunch, and Tyrone Crawford caught a load of grief during his career. Yeah, Man, it wasn't his fault they no, paid him. Main, yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah. It was mainly his contract, not because of who he was as a player. He was right. versatile. He was tough. He was available, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And if you tell me, I think I think Tyrone was pick 81 or 82. He was a third-round pick in 2012. I know that. And so if you tell me that you get that from Odigizua, I'm in. Absolutely. And, yeah, it's a bummer to just say, oh, this guy will probably never make a pro bowler. But if he's able to come in, move around the line, contribute, do the dirty work the way that Tyrone did, that's what that's what this defense needs. It's, it's part of what they didn't have last year. And don't get me wrong, they need guys that can develop into pro bowlers too, and that's what you hope Micah Parsons and Kelvin Joseph are. But if though, if guys like Golston and Odigizua can play those unheralded roles right away, there's value there. He was 81st overall, by the way. Brian, what did you think about – I'm talking about Tyrone Crawford, 81st no, no, yeah, overall. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just to back up what you were saying. Oh, Diggy Zua, what did you think about the pick at 84? Yeah, I, I, you know what? I I thought it was around or early. 75, excuse me. Yeah, I thought it was around early on me. I had him and Golston both like in the in the fourth round. And, you know, but that's my board. That's not their board. And so, you know, I'm okay with that. The thing that the thing that um, I think with Odigizua, I'm interested to see if they play him like as the under tackle or the three technique. You know, that's where I want to. That's where I want to see if he can, in fact, can he push Tristan Hill? Can he push uh, Neville Gallimore? That if you talk to people in the Cowboys and Jeff Cab and I do it every day for a living. I mean, we have to, these guys come on the radio. We hear that they love those guys. Okay, so are they adding a guy here to be part of that? Is he going to be better than those guys? You know, I think time will tell on that. The thing with Golston, we talked about that too. It, you know, here's a guy, I, I saw a guy that played the run really well. I, I was, I was really enthused by that. I saw some times with the first step was good, but I also saw a guy that got frustrated as a pass rusher. And so, you know, if he could get past those things, you know, they, 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 both those kids could help what this defense is going to try and do. I love the pick with earlier with Joseph. I, I just, I really, really do. I just think that you have a, a guy that's long, that will compete. He's not perfect by any means. But I think he takes things personal out there as a player, and I like that about him. So I, I'm okay with that. Parsons, he even said it himself. My gosh, he's like, hey, I'm still trying to learn. I'm still trying to grow and all that. And if he's making plays like that, just learning and trying to grow and things, you know, maybe they could tap into that. So I, I think in those spots, they definitely helped their defense as we look at it right now. 
Jeff, what did you think about the picks yesterday? We'll start with Kelvin Joseph and kind of go around the table because I do want to kind of break these guys down prior to getting started with day three. But Kelvin Joseph, like Brian just said, I mean, he has the intangibles. He has the tools to come in and be an immediate contributor. Yeah, I wonder if Kelvin Joseph isn't a, one of the direct reasons for what happened, what they did in the third round, where I think some people are a little bit underwhelmed. We're like, oh, could you have gotten all of those guys a pick later or two picks later? And I think the answer on most of those guys is yes. But I also think when you talk about Micah Parsons and Kelvin Joseph in the first and second round, you're talking about guys who are super talented. And they both had questions about either maturity or off the field or coachability. So I think they took two really big swings in the first and second round, and I love the talent. And in the third round, we get to talk to these guys after they're picked. So I agree with Brian about Odigizua. Uh, and Golston that I had them as fourth round guys, but I also have really positive notes on them. And then you talk to them and you're like, oh, every coach is going to freaking love them both. So I think those might be direct cause and effect is that you took super high talent with questions. And so later you took lower ceiling, good players with no questions. Hmm. And I, I think those two things probably go hand in hand. I like the way you put that because, I mean, of course, you could say the same thing maybe with Micah Parsons early on, just based off of the off the field issues and, and maybe some of the commitment issues there is with Micah Parsons and question marks you have with him. You don't necessarily have that with guys like Odigi Zua. And, and just like you said, based personally on what we had, the conversation we had with Chauncey Golston, that was a fun conversation to hear what he had to say. And then even Nashawn Wright later on in the night, that was fun as well. So I, I, I completely agree and I see what you're saying. There. I know I want to do this. On Nashawn Wright, and this is uh, this is the guy that they picked at ninety nine. And again, I think it's going to go back to the same concept: the fact that Elijah Molden went right after, and Ifia Tumelafon we went right after guys that I think are better players. Amber Thomas from Michigan went right after him too. They and Amber Thomas, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm just talking about for my sake too. I know that that was a name that I had. Those three guys, yeah, like, no, I don't like Amber Thomas. <laughs> uh, not as much as Molden or Melafon. Okay, would you like? Did you like Wade at all? Sean Wade? Yeah. yeah. Still available. In the third, okay. Right. Graham? Yeah. yeah. Rochelle? Uh, yes, I would, yes. I would, I actually would have taken this guy before Rochelle, I think. Okay. Wow. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's, okay. So that's actually intriguing to me because you were on Rochelle pretty early on. Rochelle out of Central Arkansas, by the way. Yeah. I, I, so here's what I want to do. I just want to rip through, and this is one game. I'm cheating because it's one game so far that I have all 22 tape of Nishon Wright, and I watched it last night. And what I want to do is I'm going to verbatim just read my stream of consciousness while watching him play. First play against Oregon, the length helps. He throws an Oregon wide receiver out of bounds. Then he has to turn around and take on a running back. He did not win that battle. He's rail thin. He's 6'4", he's 180 pounds. He'll wrap up and take guys down, but it takes work. Has to add strength. Couldn't shed smaller Oregon wide receiver on a run play. Doesn't have the strength. He will fight you, though. Physicality doesn't bother him at all. He'll mix it up. Missed a one-on-one tackle with a wide receiver after giving up a stop route. He is a bit of a project. Press man is where he plays the best. Outside releases, he'll put guys out of bounds. In space is a problem. Does have ball awareness and tracking ability. If you try and take a play off, he's going to pop you. Plays hard, isn't shy at all about contact or trying to help in the run game. Nice job splitting in zone when they're flooding a side between the underneath and the over the top where he can use his length to affect the deep ball. Physical wide receivers will manhandle and blocking. Beat on an inside release trying to lunge. Better on outside releases than inside. So 
I didn't dislike him. I have things where I'm like, okay, he's got to get bigger. He's got to get stronger. Um, I'm not a big fan of running like strictly cover three defenses because I think it gets you killed by RPOs in today's NFL. But I think as a press man guy, he's interesting. I think the length plays. I think the ball awareness plays. Uh, I think the willingness to be physical plays. So I don't mind him as a guy that somebody takes in the fourth round. I really don't. Yeah, that's I. And full disclosure, I spent forty-five minutes looking at him before we went on the air. So definitely not what you would call a deep dive. But he's impressively fluid for a guy his size. Like I brought up Chris Westry last night. Like just going down the field, turning his hips with receivers. He looks more natural than a lot of the big lanky corners I've ever seen. Short area. Not super inspiring. Like he kind of looks like a baby giraffe trying to walk when a run, like when a guy's it's moving hard for in front corners of when they got long legs. Oh yeah, for, like it, there's nothing he can do about that. Yeah. It's just it's a problem of his build, and that'll probably be a problem for it. I love his. He's definitely feisty. Like yeah. we talk about cornerbacks that don't like to tackle. I don't think you have to worry about that with him. He's looking for, he's looking for the pile. Like he wants to hit somebody, and I think that's fun. Um, I, you know. Is he like the worst player in the world? Probably not. Were there probably like ready? No, not probably. Like, you know, Jabril Cox is ready to play right now, and he was there. And, he, you know, maybe you can still get him today. Maybe you can't. Uh, and there, I mean, there's obviously a few guys. Like, and that, I, I said this before we went on the air, you know, it's one thing, like, uh, I'll bring up Asante Samuel. Like, I, I'm the guy that's like, just cross that name off your list. The Dallas Cowboys aren't going to draft him, regardless of how much you like him. It's not going to happen. But, Brian, you and I both heard that they liked Elijah Molden. They did. He was a guy that I think they would have been willing to draft. So right. it's it's interesting to me that they liked this guy more than Molden. Coordinator. They, sure. They, I would imagine they let their defensive coordinator make the pick at the end of the third round. But I, if they were willing to draft Molden, I think the defensive coordinator was probably <laughs> on board with it, though. I think he probably liked what he saw. So it's interesting to me that this yeah. guy was somebody they wanted more because I think – this guy's role is easier easier to define, right? Like, you're going to put him out on the boundary, and he, that's what he's going to do, I assume. Well, I mean, you're going to put him on the bench, because well, Trevon Diggs okay. and Kelvin Joseph are going to be on the boundary. <laughs> but you know what I mean, right? right? He's I can point to what he's supposed to do. It's harder for me to define what Molden would do, but I think Molden would have a better chance of getting on the field faster. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. Um, I, I don't, I don't hate Nishan Wright as a player. I don't think they needed to draft him at 99, but it happened. So whatever. Can I read my notes on something? Yeah, go ahead. Has rare size length for position appears to be super smart player on tape is able to quickly read and diagnose plays and react to them. When the ball comes to his direction, he's not afraid to step up and make something happen. He could, he could be a wrap-up tackler when he gets into position to do so. Long limbs make him appear not be able to turn quick, but it doesn't bother him. Feel better about him when he comes forward to play up on his man. Has a better chance to stay with him when he plays in press. Will knock away the share of passes. Respect how physical he plays. Is generally going to make plays on contested balls if close. Length really helps him in this area. Who do you think I just read? I'm terrified about the answer. Uh, Melifonwu? I read Melifonwu. Yeah. Okay. Everything that Jeff just told you about this player, you know, and he and he he talked about the physicality, the length, making knocking down passes, that was ahead of him. Now that's Brian Broadus's report on Melifonwu. Similar type of a build of a player, a, thick, a thicker, bigger player, same height. Am I right, Dane, about that? 
Oh, he's not six four. Yeah, yeah. He knows. He's six three. He's like six two and three quarters. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's Dane. Don't be Brian. Yeah. Six six zero oh, six zero. Oh, no, right? it's okay. He's Dan, six I three. Keep I mean, it's an inch and a half. Details you know? matter. Yeah. Or, no, he's not six four, but he's six. He's six three. Well, listen, but, our guy but he's two hundred two. Two hundred. No, our saying, guy is legitimately no, six four. There was a similar player on the board that, to me. Is a, I'm just, I just gave you a better player on my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and I could, I could do this two or three other times if you like. Well, no, and he'll, he'll be compared. The, these two careers going forward will be compared, uh, at least by Cowboys fans. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to see how that uh, plays out. And look, it, it's just a really interesting pick. They obviously liked him. Um, you know, the, the West Coast scouts, you know, they, they, they saw something in him. And it's just in this type of year where everything's different, you know, we, the area scouts weren't on the road and, you know, we didn't get a chance to see these guys up close and personal. You know, maybe they just have a better feel for what they think right will be because this is a is very raw in a lot of areas. And so thinking about what he could be down the road, I think has this team a little excited. I'm excited. And I mean, Parsons and Joseph will determine whether this draft was a success at the end of the day. But I think the defensive tackles will have some say in this thing too. But, I mean, just in terms, like they're, the, they're chasing that stuff, just, man. But the big, the the big picks are always what determines this. Like if those two hit and nothing, if those two are beasts and nothing else hits, then nobody will care, right? Nobody but will we, care. But we to wa- a certain extent. Yeah, but you, we watch this team no, every no. year, and, and it's like, man, when are they going to get a defensive tackle that can make a play? No, I hear you. I, I still think the the two top 50 picks are what people pay attention to. That's all no, I'm trying I, to say. I, I love those two kids. I mean, absolutely. I just think it's interesting that the 99th overall pick will be the one that, like, Cowboy like cowboy fans are going to hold on to this. And if it works out, it's going to be amazing. But We do segments on second-round busts. We do. I mean, we, we, we've done segments. I know Jeff and I have second round bus players and stuff like that. You know, and I, 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 I want to be wrong about this kid. I, and I need to study him. And I didn't, I didn't do the one game. I, I'm going to, I got tapes coming today. I'm going to do all the games I can get. But I, I, more often than not, 99's a bust. I mean, more often than not, you've reached the point where you're worse than 50 50. So I, I would mean, have taken your kid Washington at 99. <laughs> I would, I would have taken I would have taken a lot of guys over this guy. I just yeah. want I just want to remove from cowboy fans like this guy is terrible or this guy can't play because mm-hmm. I totally disagree with that. Yeah. Like he can he can play right. and he has really interesting tools to try to develop. But yeah, if you want to just go man for man like I think they should have taken him yeah. sure. and name your best corner, I would say oh I agree. Oh no, sure. I just like to go on record cuz if I'm wrong about this kid, I'll admit it. But I, I, I'm just, I'm gutting this one right now. Well, and like, yeah. like I go back and read my report on Wright, which I obviously had a low grade on him, but I'm reading my report and I don't have anything in there that's like, oh, he can't play. Yeah. Or, you know, like he's a bad player. Uh, it, it's more of relatively new to the position, uh, not a technically, technically sound player, very impatient footwork, bad habits, that long gait really encumbers him in his transitions, the recovery quickness is average, uh, not as comfortable from off coverage, uh, which is interesting for this scheme, and needs to get stronger to fight off uh, and shuck contact. So a lot of my, you know, it's not that he can't play, it's just there, he's raw in a lot of areas, needs to get stronger, needs to be a little more technically focused with his approach. But, you know, he's, he's not a bad player, and I, I think that needs to be emphasized. He is one of those players that at least, I think, when it comes to the player, you're not upset about the player specifically. You're just upset about where they took him. And, I mean, even just Jeff saying that he, what, did you say fourth-round grade? 
Yeah, I Maybe. think if somebody took him... You'd be okay him, with taking him in like, the Like, I would rather... Like, I would wait until Molden's gone, Melifonwu's gone, sure. and then for me, Shakur Brown, yeah. uh, Thomas Graham, and then when you start getting down to Robert Rochelle... This is my board. Robert Rochelle and Trey Brown, like, I think he You're going to throw him right yeah. in that conversation. That makes me feel better, because that's not as much of oh, a yeah. stretch as maybe some of the... Rest of the stretching we thought was well, happening. I'm just I'm I'm in the bargaining stage, and it, like I, you know I <laughs> I'm not mad at Nishan Wright, but literally, <laughs> no. last night I was just like, I mean, just being very honest, I was like, what what am I even doing? Like they they threw me so many curveballs, and I felt so clueless. Like what am I even doing here? Like oh, maybe, 99 when that pick came around, yeah. and you, we were all sitting here just. But then this, and then this morning I was like, okay, it's a new day, and if they can get, if they can get me, if these two fourth round picks are guys I love, I'm back in, baby. I'm ready to go. You know, that's the best way to describe it. And when we come back on the other side of the break, we're going to talk about some of those players that might be available, and could the Cowboys trade up to go get a player that maybe they could have had at 99? When we return, you're. Li- I'm going to assume we're clear. I'm hoping we're clear. Back here on the internet side oh, okay. of things. So we're, glad. Say, we're on the internet right now. I wasn't sure yeah. if that wasn't starting until the draft. Okay. Yeah, we're still on the internet. Nobody as well. knows. Hey, yeah. everybody. What do you think? Hey, <laughs> that, whatever. Just camera's just on me though. So I'm shout out to tacos awkwardly. though. You know. Hey, those were delicious. Very good. Breakfast tacos are incredible. And Miller Lite and Pepsi. And Miller Lite and Pepsi and Snickers. Snickers. All these credit to Dave Hellman for being a Deja Blue guy myself. (laughs) SWBC Mortgage. Yeah, Yeah, this is great. Uh, We've got a lot of time until... Of course, the, the draft rolls around, and I want to wait until we're back on the radio side to kind of hit the, the trade-up scenario and maybe even some of these prospects that are on the board. But, Dane, give me a board check if you get a chance here. Who's your best players available? doesn't matter what the position is, just to kind of reset things with day three coming up here in a couple of, couple minutes. So I had 85 players from my top 100 were drafted. Well, that is a brag. That is a pretty good. That is a brag. Really good. I would like, but I mean, eighty-five is what a B minus. What do you think oh. you do all year round? Were you fifty-fifty? I uh, hope 50, you have all these. in the top fifty. Oh, say, for, uh, Brian's <laughs> such a troll. <laughs> Brian, Wait, like, yeah, I was trying to draw you offside. Brian's like, <laughs> I would hope you get them all right. This is all you do. <laughs> you missed fifteen of them, huh? You missed fifteen. Out yeah, of what the heck? Uh, so, all right, here are the fifteen players still left in my top one hundred. Amar Ross and Brown. Wide receiver USC, Kenneth Gainwell, Memphis running back, uh, Marlon Tui Pulotu, defensive tackle USC, Deontay Brown, the guard from Alabama, yeah. Brevin Jordan, tight end from Miami, Jabril Cox, linebacker LSU, Jay Tufele, defensive tackle USC, Talon Wallace, wide receiver Oklahoma State, Davion Nixon, defensive tackle Iowa, James Hudson, offensive tackle Cincinnati, Deontay Smith, East Carolina tackle, Stone Forsyth, offensive tackle Florida, Humpson Nasraldine, Safety out of Florida State, Rashad Weaver, Edge out of Pitt, and then Robert Rochelle, corner out of Central Arkansas. This isn't a – I mean, it's not something that I thought a lot about because – It's a good list, by the way. The Cowboys – Shocking. Shocking that Dane's list is good. It's not something I thought a lot about because, I don't know, I mean, everything is a need during the draft, but, like, interior offensive line is not a trouble spot. But I'd be really excited to draft Deontay Brown. That dude's hmm. fun as hell, man. Just For here? Yes, absolutely. Why the hell not? They ask their guards to do a lot of 
athletic thing. Yeah, but he's just a big. <laughs> he's I, more of a beat him up guy. I, I, that's why he's still available because a lot of teams just they don't see him as a great scheme fit. But I mean, you're right. The Cowboys guards are super. If we were playing athletic. in like 1973. I don't care. He's more beat him up guy. I love just, him though. He is. He's he is. not a slug. He's he not a slug. Yeah. But he's, yeah. I think Alex Leatherwood said at some point during the draft process that he's like one of the best athletes on Alabama's Nick, roster. Nick Saban said he's the most explosive uh, guy they had on the offensive line. Okay, well, I would like to take issue with Nick Saban then because you can watch him and Landon <laughs> Dickerson both going for like a reach or doing some sort okay, of movement. Yeah. Landon, close. Landon Dickerson was picked 18 hours ago. Right, okay. We're into day three here. And it, and he a good most, spot. I can't say most explosive when I can watch the guy next to him outmove him on every play. Day yeah. three is so exciting because I like... Maybe I weigh the fourth round a little bit more heavily, but like once you get into day three, I'm like, rip, let it rip, baby. Just pick the guy. I don't care. I don't care who he is or what you think about him. They did that in day two. I, I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I like that. You said it with good spirit, though. Let's uh, go, dude, Brian. I, I walked back. into that. I walked You're into back. that. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday, I thought Brian was going to quit. I did. I, I, was drink, I was drinking <laughs> Clorox was with chance. my meal last night. <laughs> oh, golly. Are they a sponsor? I don't know. I hope not. <laughs> oh, no. They got uh, these wipes on the the table, I think, yeah. <laughs> Whether they are or not, they don't advise what Brian no, just said. Please do not do With that. a straw. <laughs> <laughs> Those fat straws. <laughs> oh, goodness. So the Cowboys pick 115 and 138 here in the fourth round. So two fourth round picks, one Sometimes of those being the comp. Yeah, we, we, oh, God, watch the, watch the Kentucky we, The draft hasn't even started. <laughs> no, Brian. We got a, this is a marathon today. Come back, Brian. Well, wait, hey. wait till the fifth. I am going to eat one of these Snickers eventually. They look too good. They are good. Jeff, who's going to be the, the Xavier Woods? Oh, it's Ardarius Washington. You, oh, okay. he's going to cheer or, Get or, ready, yeah. Or Marvin Wilson. Like, for me, yeah, okay. like Dane gave you his guys. For me, Ardarius Washington and Marvin Wilson. They will outplay their draft slots. If they don't, you have my permission to drink with me at some point. Oh, we're doing that. What that sounds what great. Well, I was going to say, like, punch me, but I don't want to get punched. Yeah, so, like, no, you have my sorry. permission to hang out. I will, buy you, I will buy you, a, or, you know, you buy me a shot of cinnamon whiskey if uh, if that doesn't work out. How I'll see that? what I can do. I'll tell you the fact that they did work out, you know, when you talk about Washington, but, but the fact that they sent a coach to do the Wilson thing, I, I think that's, uh, you know, that's always, that's always one of those things. You just, those coaches, it's like you try and keep them busy, but you, you kind of give them a little, you give them a little purpose, you know, so. I keep an eye on, on Wilson for sure. Couple picks here in the fourth round. The fifth round pick, 179, 192, 227 for the Cowboys in the sixth. And then the seventh round pick is 238. So six total selections today. We'll see if, uh, we'll see if Dave, we can't get your wide receiver today. How about that? Tyler I, I Wallace. Would, uh, that'd be fun. Be or Jalen Darden. I'd be cool with that. Back here at the Star in Frisco. Glad you're with us as we continue to lead you into round number four coverage. Day three of the 2021 NFL Draft. Kyle Yeomans, Jeff Cavanaugh, Brian Broaddus, Dane Brugler, David Hellman. And we teased it heading into the break, but of course with the day that the Cowboys had yesterday in round number three specifically, you had a trio of picks. Chauncey Golston out of Iowa, Osa Odigizua from UCLA, followed by Kelvin, or excuse me, Kelvin Joseph was the first pick yesterday. Nashawn Wright was the final selection out of Oregon State, the corner. 
Cowboys still have six picks today. They have some maneuvering to be had. We didn't see any maneuvering yesterday, but Dave, from what you've been hearing, could the Cowboys go back up and maybe try and get one of these top players on their board? I'm going to flip that back on you because I came in yesterday. I was confident. Like I, you know, Kelvin Joseph was on their short list. I think. I think they at least investigated going up. Like, they called, I think they no, called No, they called around. Atlanta. Yeah, they looked around. They wanted to see if they could. It worked out for them. I think Tyson Campbell was probably another guy. Yeah. But I I felt from the beginning, like, they are going to try. And if they, you know, but I don't I don't have that inkling today. Have you heard something, Kyle? I have not. Mm, Kyle? I have Kyle? maybe heard something. Uh, Why didn't they just pick the guy at 99 then? Because somebody <laughs> was outlawed is what I think happened in the room. Now, there is a chance they go up and get somebody. I, I, it could be a slew of players. It's probably, I mean, Jabril Cox has been on the name for, uh, of, been on the board for a little bit. I know he was considered at 99. That would be my guess. I don't know that for certain. I haven't heard specifically if it's Jabril or not. However, that's a player that would you be okay with going up and spending some draft capital to try and go get. Sure, you're in the fourth, and I thought he was sort of a 2-3 guy where I think there's a lot of value in linebackers that can cover, and he's a linebacker that can cover as well as, let me make sure about this, any linebacker in this class, unless you're considering JOK a linebacker. Uh, yeah, I think he would be a name to go up for, especially if, as the Cowboys, you might be about to decline a fifth-year option, and That's, you might have another guy that you're like, I don't know if he lives up to what he makes. I was about to say, like, who are we firing if we if they draft Jabril Cox? I think on day three, I'm preparing to fire someone later. Yeah, no, and, I know. And if the player, if the prospect's good enough, I'm okay with that. With with kind of planning for the future. You cover this team. Where, where is the depth on this team, though? Where do they have any depth at linebacker? Can you name all the linebackers on this team? I can name them all, but yeah, I mean, none really. Can Mike, you name them all? Everyone on the roster: Leighton Vander Esch, Jalen Smith, Micah Parsons, um, Justin March. Is he back? Oh, I, I don't Luke know. Luke Gifford. Luke yeah, Gifford's yeah. still here. I don't uh-huh. believe. I don't believe March is back. Justin uh-huh. March is not back. No. Um, um, Francis Bernard, our yep. buddy from last that's a good year. One. Yeah. yeah, that's actually a really good point. I, I believe there is one more. I forgot his name, but just that's only technically on the roster. Doesn't mean he'll yeah, be that's fair. No, that's that's a really good point. Is like even if you're not worried about Leighton and Jalen, Keanu Neal. See a linebacker? Is he now? They list no, him if as they, one. If they Probably. draft Jabril Cox in addition to Micah Parsons, is he still a linebacker? I don't I know. Don't know. Yeah, no, that's that is a valid point. And I was going to say, you know, thanks to my connections to LSU, I do know the Cowboys like Jabril Cox a lot. Like this yes. is this is not a case of oh, this is a well-known player who's still available. They like him. Like they did their homework. Um, they're you know. They've been interested in him throughout this draft process, I think. So that does make sense. Can I interest you in a Jamar Johnson? Yes. Out of Indiana? I think uh, he's a type of player that's really intriguing. That You worry about him as a run defender. You have to hide him a little bit. But uh, in coverage, he can make plays. I mean, just ask Justin Fields. Somebody tweeted me this morning and was like, Jamar Johnson can't tackle. I was like, we have 20 guys that can and none yeah. that cover. Yeah, so- there's not a ton of plays where you worry about it, but on the play where everyone else has missed and it's down to him, I do promise you, the dude's scoring. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> That's, hey. but he's a real-life free safety. And if you're looking for a free safety in this class, outside of the guy that only I would draft, uh, Jamar Johnson, I think, is the last gasp. 
I yes. think I think he's the last guy that you could really have come into an NFL camp and compete to be a starting free safety. I think it's him, and then it's over. How many serious? How many guys are on the Cowboys' defensive depth chart right now where you're like, oh, he'll tackle you? I don't know about coverage, but he'll tackle like Donovan, they, they, Donovan Wilson, Donovan, yeah, Mike. Like we're iffy about Micah Parsons' coverage, right? Like it, that's my point is, give me a guy that can cover, and if he can't tackle, I'm willing, especially in the fourth round, I'm willing to take that chance. So at one fifteen and one thirty eight, if it was, let's just say Jabril. Cox and Jamar Johnson, are you feeling a lot better about this draft? Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's my point. Is it, it, it goes back to what I said about the Raiders, which is like it was weird that they drafted Alex Leatherwood where they did, and it was surprising that they got Trevon Merrick where they did. So it's probably not how you drew it up, but if you get those two players, you feel pretty good about it, or at least I do. And that's how, it's like, well, day two was pretty weird, but. If we get these badasses on in the fourth round, I'm feeling way better. I might be totally wrong about Gillespie from from Missouri, but I mean, I watched him play against Alabama and play against Florida, and I mean, this guy he could play free, he could play strong. I feel like this guy can can run too because he can cover some ground with some speed, and the the downhill stuff is really really good. This guy puts himself in position to make plays. I would take him. I would take Washington, and I'd take that Florida State kid before I would take Johnson. Marvin Wilson, defensive tackle? No, the safety. Okay. Well, I do want to talk about Marvin Wilson as well. Uh, But, Dane, give me a a quick rundown on Nazareth Dean. I know we kind of talked about him previously throughout our coverage, but what what would it take for the Cowboys to maybe have him fall to 115? Well, and he's really a different type of safety. You don't see a lot of 6'3", 215-pound safeties out there. Uh, really long player. Uh, he's coming off a big injury, and so I think that's part of the reason he's still available. Uh, just that knee. His 2020 film was basically uh, non-existent because of that ACL tear. That took him a little bit to come back from. But, I mean, you watch his 2019 film, and he led the team in tackles. He had 22 tackles in one game. I mean, he was everywhere. Uh, really long, rangy player. If the medicals are clear, then he's a guy that's easy to easy to like. Big time special teams guy. He had over 500 snaps on special teams. So uh, I think Nigel Dean. Uh, but again, it comes down to the medicals. I think that's part of the reason why he's still available. Yeah, he's not hard to locate on tape, and it's not just because <laughs> he looks like a pterodactyl. Yeah, it's not just because he's tall, though. But he, this guy does make plays. I mean, you can match him up with bigger players in the box, and he doesn't struggle with that. And I, he doesn't stri- he doesn't shy away from those opportunities. They use him as a blitzer. He attacks the pocket. I mean, he can make some plays for it. Florida State for for years was a great defensive team. Now I don't know what they're doing. You know, I mean, they've had so many coaching changes either. and stuff like that. <laughs> but, you know, this guy, he creates turnovers, too. I mean, I've seen him knock the ball loose down on the goal line and stuff like that. You know, when you're talking about, you know, do-or-die plays, when you show me that on tape, though, I'll, I'll give you some high marks for that. Where are you playing him? I think that's the big – position fit is a big question with him because he's not – I don't think you're going to line him up in the slot, go man-to-man. No, no. But is he just a box player? Is he? Can he – you know, I think he can cover tight ends yeah. probably. So I think position fit, you know, he, is part of this why he's still available, too. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about the injury, and if you, if you, but the fact that I saw him down there and playing against bigger guys and it didn't bother him, yeah, that's where I would start. But if all of a sudden he finds some development on the, on the free, he plays with his eyes, he plays with some range, you know, I mean, you do worry about a, a 6'3 safety back there, you know, having to turn and run, and, and I was, maybe that's the old crusty in me, because sometimes guys are just too leggy. When they have to make those turns where the ball's going down the side and they have to turn and go, 
for a taller guy, that's hard to do sometimes from that free safety There's spot. There's a reason we don't have many 6'3 safeties in the league. Yeah. And that's, that's part of it. Yeah. A couple other guys to maybe keep an eye on today. Jeff, anybody to maybe highlight if you're the Cowboys looking up ahead of you? Um, yeah, I think if, for the Cowboys, I think Jabril Cox is an important name just because, at least for me, there's not another linebacker that's really close to him as far as who's still available. And if they would like to, I think today is a good day for a one technique for a nose yes, tackle guy Jeffrey. for the Cowboys because yes. you got Tui Pelotu available, yeah. you got Tommy Togiai, you got Bobby Brown at A and M, you got go. Tyler Shelvin at LSU. Like you've yeah. got some run stuff and dudes Let's that are go. available. I know Jabril Cox went to LSU, but if they if they find a way to draft Tommy Togiai today, it's all worth it. Oh, the whole, this all, the whole and should thing. we eliminate Togia because he's right around the 300 mark and only go with the guys that are like 310 or more? To... Yeah, Togia is yeah, 296. <laughs> yeah. A little lighter, but he is strong as I an ox. Like, come on. Seriously. We just got to eliminate Dave's he, guy and focus on the others. What was his... He did like... He did a huge number on the bench and was like mad was at 40, him. I think. And he was yeah. mad at himself. He was oh, like... He wanted I, the record, yeah. Un, like, yeah, I'm not worried about his weight at all. He is very uniquely powerful. It, it, for a guy that's not even 300 pounds to be as just... Uh, strong as he is, he will stand guys up, make plays in the hole. Yeah, forty on, on on the bench. So, and he actually he was under five seconds in the forty. So, yeah, not he's not a slug. So let's talk about some more of the defensive tackles when we return because I think that could be a, a, a chance for the Cowboys maybe at one fifteen, or we can maybe go to the offensive side of the football when we come back. You're listening to the 2021 NFL Draft on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. Back on the internet side of things, and of course, defensive tackle is a need. Where are the needs lined up for the Cowboys right now? What should they come out with in day three? Because no offensive tackle, no safety, no wide receiver, no tight ends taken so far. Okay, spare me, spare me what you think about the player because it doesn't matter. They they did it, but that was you know day one and day two. It felt a lot like they were following a blueprint toward those needs. The only thing that I think they absolutely needed to come out of this draft with that they don't have yet is an offensive tackle. They, I mean, even it would be great to see them draft a one technique. Uh, you could add some more depth at linebacker, but they, they got their guy with Parsons. They added two cornerbacks, which we all said was a huge problem spot. Would it be great to see him draft a safety? Sure. But Stephen Jones made fun of us last night, uh, because they didn't do it again. And, you know, they don't have to do it. They have DeMonte Kazee and J. Ron Curse and Donovan Wilson and Keanu Neal can do it. So offensive tackle is really the one blinking light to me. Am I wrong for thinking that? Nah, man. Just go get a guy like that James Hudson there from Cincinnati. I mm. think that, you know, you talk about a guy, he's a left tackle. He's a great athlete. I mean, when you talk about foot movement and quickness and things like that, I mean, the ease of movement, this guy has got no problems at all playing in space, no wasted movement. I, I'm surprised he hasn't already gone. You know, you could watch the Georgia tape in the bowl game, and you'd be pretty impressed by him having to deal with some of those guys they had coming off the edge. But, man, I mean, yeah, if you're going to go get one of those tackles, I think there's a couple. I think the Forsyth kid is another one Agree. that you would, you know, there, there's a couple of those guys where you don't have to go in. If something happens with Tyron Smith, it's like, oh, well, we're going to play a guy, an undrafted rookie here. Or we're going to try and play a guy that who's a guard, supposedly a guard at tackle, you know, with Knight. You know, go get you a real guy that could step in here. I know they they, they went and got veteran guys and stuff, but... Get, find me a developmental guy if you have to right now in this uh, in this day. 
Do you have any guys that you have in mind? I just said two. Not with Hudson. Yeah, oh, okay. No, so I mean, sorry, I was trying to trying to work through some stuff on the no, on I the mean, side I, here. I just, yeah, I mean that that's where I think this needs to go. I mean, if if that's what we're going to do, then do it. Hudson and yeah. and and Foresight would be those what guys. About Deontay Smith, throw him in there too. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Carolina. I, mean, I throw. Th- I mean, to yeah. me, if it was Hudson and 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 Foresight, Smith, those guys. One other guy I like is uh, Brandon Hymas out of Nebraska. Nebraska, that's yeah. a name. Yeah. I, I think he's a. Uh, He's a pretty good player who it could be your swing tackle. Um, you know, step in when needed, give you a, a guy that you can rely on. I don't know if he's going to be a long term starter, but he might get there. He, he's a solid player. Started like forty games at Nebraska. Yeah, I think. Set the record at Nebraska. Yeah, nice. Yeah, they've got a long history of offensive linemen that played. If you talk about, him, he's not in the class of those All American guys they've had no. over the years. And there's a trophy named after one of those guys that played a long time ago. So, yeah, yeah. Remington, right? Where do yeah. you where do you peg him, Dane? Uh, right, right now I, he was early fourth, fourth round, yeah. Okay. So I mean, I, I would expect him to come off the board here, uh, but there's there's plenty of good tackles available. He was one eleven on my board, so we're at pick what one oh six, so right around now. There's a lot of <laughs> famous last words because I said that last night, but like there's a lot of players I like available, and they've addressed for the most part the really troubling aspects of this. So I'm. Holding my breath that they can just take the best guy sitting there. And, you know, that doesn't seem to us like what they've done to this point, at least not according to I just our think grades. There, I but. just think there's so many positive names here in the fourth, you know, and there's third round guys too that are left that you can just, you know, you could say, okay, if they take this guy, they, they might take guys on, on my board in the third round at this picks in the fourth. And, and it's like it's kind of a flip flop from what they did right. last night. With, I, so I'm, and then you feel a little bit better. I'm like, okay, I am now holding I'm back my on track. I'm this. holding yeah. my breath that they're going to make some day three picks that we would have liked on day two, yeah. and that'll kind of balance out the bad vibes from last night. It's a great point. What's your wish list? If you had to make a wish on one player, I feel, who I've, would it be? I've brought them. Uh, if I could put one, one guy, guy. That, that's what I'm saying. Narrow it down. Tommy Togiai. Seriously, that's him. I, I love him. I th- and, and, and this is right where he. Should, he's 104 on my board, so this yeah. is right where he. I think he should go. With like they, they don't like drafting nose tackles. He like I. He's he's better than like people. Nose tackle implies that all he can do is like stuff the run, and I don't think that's true. I'm not. He's not just like this amazing penetrating three technique but like he can disrupt the passing game he just murders double teams i just i think he's he's awesome and i think he would be a big asset if you're trying to get the most out of the three techniques that are on this team brian wish list yeah i just uh, i think dave's got it right there i mean i've got both the the usc kids there i mean the defensive tackles and stuff i, I yeah i like both of them a lot cox is still my highest rated guy i'm yeah. probably going to say that a lot here in the in the fourth round as we get going <laughs> Is there an injury issue with him? I don't know. I I need, I need, I, I, I've reached out. I'm going to try and figure that out. He'll get picked. He, he, he had his pro day quick. last week for a reason. I mean, he was banged up a little bit, yeah. but I don't think anything that would you know be part of a fall to the day three. I think it might be anything with maybe the injury or maybe just maybe the late, he's a really late bad information. Run defender? Uh, that, that's it. Yeah, exactly. Really good in coverage, but... <laughs> Closing in on about 15 minutes away from the resuming of the 2021 NFL Draft as the Cowboys will be on the clock at 115. 
round number four just about set to get underway at 11 a.m. Central Time. We're live from inside the Star in Frisco. We mentioned a couple of these defensive tackles and and some of the needs for the Dallas Cowboys as they do head into day three. And, And Dave, you've been very adamant about this, I think, throughout the weekend. But Day three is the chance, or it is a chance for the Cowboys to say, let's go get some of these guys that we might have liked in day two, maybe round three, or also to go back out there and, and, and get some of these guys that aren't necessarily needs position wise. Well, that I love day three because this is just me. I mean, there's going to be pressure on a front office all the time, but like the pressure's off in terms of, like I said, it's, it's the top 100 picks that you're really looking for to contribute. Now I'm just here to find good players. Like I, you know, if if a running back that they love is if if he's far and away the best grade on their board, pick him. If you like one of these day three developmental quarterbacks, pick him. Like this is where you're just basically trying to buy low and sell high. And so, in a lot of respects, I don't think you can go wrong. And you have six picks today with which to you know, there's a great chance that one or two of these guys will be. A hidden gem. So that's it's exciting to think about just when you think about how many throws they have at the dartboard. If the Cowboys were going to go on the offensive side of the football, where do you think they'd go? Do you think it's wide receiver? Do you think it's offensive lineman first? I think they would love to find an offensive tackle, and they should. I mean, they ha- that's the one big thing they didn't hit in the top 100. You know, we talked about it last night. They've got the young guys, Terrence Steele and Brandon Knight are still here. Uh, they signed Ty and Secchi in free agency, but that's a one-year deal. It would be fun to get a developmental guy that you don't need to lean on right now. You certainly don't, but he could come in and compete. Dane, would you take Wallace or St. Brown, right? You had St. Brown higher, right, USC? Yeah, and I think Wallace is slipping a little bit because of the knee. Mm-hmm. I know that was an issue for By the way, teams. I just asked the team, too, about uh, Cox, nothing Nothing to take him out of the mix. That's 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 what I figured. Uh, but yeah, Monterey St. Brown's a good player. He's uh, he's kind of like the the Chauncey Golston of wide receivers, where there's nothing that's going to get you overly excited about him. He's not a burner. Uh, you know, he's. He, I think what I like about him is he's strong to the football. You can play him across the formation, inside outside. Um, so you know, when you look at what you want in a in a wide receiver. There is a lot that he offers that's replaceable, but he, he's still a good player, and I, I'd expect him to come off the board pretty quickly here in the fourth. Any other wide receivers interest you later on? I mean, I know maybe the fourth round might be rich for this team, wide receivers-wise, unless you think Michael Gallup's situation it's, is... No, that's it's not rich anymore. Like, that's the that's right. what's fun. It's Rich is over. Now it's you're just finding good players. And if a, if a wide receiver is the best player, you should draft him too because you don't know what's going to happen with Michael Gallup. Injuries happen all the time. There's a lot of good receivers in this draft. Fajoko? Simi Fajoko out of Stanford. Stanford's absolutely. a really good player. Cornell Powell out of Clemson, I yeah. like. Um, to Marion Terry, throw a dart at him. Uh, it, there's a lot of really quality receivers in this draft. Random they, name no. that I've seen at wide receiver. Because I've only seen about twenty of them, but that I like in the fourth round. What'd you guys think about Daz Newsom, Northwestern yeah. slot guy? Good player, Qu- quicker than fast, uh, really tough over the middle of the field. He was a slot only at North Carolina, uh, so you know there's some question about can he play outside and can he be a, a downfield target? Uh, but really tough over the middle of the field. He's got quickness. Uh, he, he could be a return man as well. So I, I think I had a fifth. I don't know, I believe, but yeah, fifth round pick, but he's a good player. Is there, Kyle, your guy Darden, is he a fifth round player? 
I think he could be. He could be. Yeah, I, I gave him a five six, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him off the board in the fifth. Uh, to me, that's the Jakeem Grant comparison. Nice. Very, very undersized. He's but, got that type of speed. Yeah, yeah, he, four, four, he does. Yeah, he can yeah. run. I mean, he he's like a, he's fun to watch. I think a poor man's T Y Hilton. Maybe okay. nice. So he know. ends up getting down the sideline around people when there's no room there. Yeah, and that's one of my favorite things in football. You're like, well, he can't go outside. And it's like, oh, he did, and it worked. He caught he caught four touchdown passes in that game I did for ESPN. And in that game, I mean, three of the the the, the plays that he made were underneath the defense, and then it just kind of broke. And I was talking about something else, and then all of a sudden he was gone. I feel like there's 18 receivers in this draft with that. Build and shifting it just like five nine five ten fast as hell. One of them already went five, with seven, Anthony Schwartz. Five, yeah. Two two well, out. Well, Anthony Schwartz, my God, that he's four two five speed. Uh, with I mean, thrilled thrilled that he went before the Cowboys could pick him to be. No offense to him. <laughs> no offense to that young. You were man. happy about that one. I was really happy about <laughs> that. fake fake pin throw there. I just, yeah, that, what what I don't, did you like about him? I, I'm stealing this from Jeff, but like with that type of speed, he averaged 10 yards per catch in yeah, college. 10 or 11. Which run after catch is not great for him because he's not physical enough that when people tackle him, he goes to the ground. If you I, can I, get well, behind. Bo Nix is terrible, though. There's no question about You, yeah. you, you divorce him from that Auburn offense. What could be, and I, that's why I like the fit. The, oh, he'll catch the ball now. Well, and that's Low, why I like the high, pick for I mean, the Browns yeah. because they don't need a receiver to contribute this year. You know, Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry and all those guys they have, they're going to develop him for 2022 and see what they have. So I, I get it for Cleveland with where they are with that roster. I hated McCole Hardman too, and I was way wrong about that. So it's just the the fast, unpolished guy always scares the crap out of me. Sure, that's all. But they have to be undersized, though. They don't fast, have to. unpolished, undersized. I mean, you don't have to be, but yeah, it, I guess it, it is. Does I mean, help. just if you're unpolished, that I just I like the I like the ready-made guy. I like the guy that that already has that part of it down. So here's a question: sticking with the offensive side of the ball, but we saw in the first round whenever Rashawn Slater was on the clock at twelve, and you had the pick between. Parsons and Slater, you probably feel pretty good about your offensive tackle depth. You didn't take one in day two either. Do you think if the Cowboys go offensive line, do you think they're going to go offensive tackle? Or do you think they would lean to maybe build some guard depth behind guys like Connor Williams, Zach Martin, Connor McGovern, some competition for him? Where do you think they lean if they see a player on the board here? It's a really good point because I brought that up last night. That's the one thing that Mike McCarthy kind of tipped is they were talking about Tyler Biotish not really having any pure competition at center. Connor McGovern played center in college, but he's never done it in the pros. Not in a game, anyway. Um, Connor Williams might be a good guy to have Connor, some I mean, good well, competition. Hey, I'll never forget when we went to Austin. And we watched him work out at center? They worked him out every, at every damn position. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I mean, you got guys that can do it. But That was he, a good trip, by the way. It was so much fun. Um, but you don't have... You don't have like a true center, like a guy that's done it that can compete. You know, they haven't signed Joe Looney. Maybe it wouldn't shock me at all. Maybe they call him if they don't get a guy in this draft, but they could find a guy. And that again, now that you're into day three, it's like, well, would we have liked to draft a tackle? Yeah, but can we get by with what we have? Probably. Yeah. So maybe if we'd like a guard or center better, we just draft that Why guy. Why did instead. I hear so much love for Knight, Brandon Knight as a guard? Everybody was he's telling done me, it. yeah, but he's they're saying that's his natural it. position. They're saying tackle is not his position, guard is his position. So if that was the case, I just move him to guard. And that's a I thought. Saw, I saw like Mickey there for a minute, didn't I? Guard, guard, guard. A little bit. guard. You need a guard. 
need a guard. But, uh, but yeah, I would move him to guard and then I would, you know, you work on the tackle aspect things. The, the guys who I think that we just named off here, the Forsyth, the Jalen Moores, uh, you know, the guy at Nebraska, Deontay Smith. I mean, they're, they're, they can go get a good, I think a good, Quality young tackle there. If they wanted I would to. really like Deontay yeah. Smith there. You yeah. you had him mocked at what ninety nine? I did. I I, I had, it was probably way too high for him. But no, I, I I have a third round grade on him. Him Hudson, you know, foresight. I just I keep. I mean, that, that column right there on yeah, the tackle spot. There's like, and they're all right there together, and they're all really good players. If you wanted size, uh, four size, you, like you said, six yeah. foot eight. Josh Ball out of Marshall. I mean, six seven, almost yeah. six eight. Uh, I'm looking for some of these other bigger guys. Tommy Doyle from Miami, Ohio. He's six eight, six nine. Drew Heinel or Himmelman. I, I, I'm sorry, I said that wrong. Illinois I think he's State. an Illinois State guy. Yeah. I mean, there's some size there if you wanted to maybe upgrade that position, that factor of your offensive line. I I like Deontay Smith a lot. Mm-hmm. At at what he yeah. could do at one fifteen, good, good, yeah, good that was depth piece. I believe a, that was Dane's one fifteen mock pick to them, was it not? It was. Yeah. Yes. Uh, if he gets I, that right, I mocked. Well, I mocked him too because Deontay Smith is he's a good player. He's uh, I, I, he doesn't have bulk yet. He's no, like a, he's like well, and that's the thing. You wonder how big he is because he's been between two seventy and three hundred five mm-hmm. yeah. over the last year. He blew me away at the Senior Bowl. Yeah. Watching him live up close and personal, I, he was really, really impressive at tackle and guard. Uh, better than his tape was. So I, I think he's a good value here at this point in the early fourth. So final couple minutes before we'll take our final break and then head into day three of the NFL draft. Jeff, I didn't get your wish list. Who out of the players that are there do you want? I know Ardarius Washington's probably the guy. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. You know where I'm at. You know what tree I'm barking up. Ardarius Washington, Marvin Wilson, okay? Uh, Jabril Cox. Okay. Um, Marlon Tuipulotu. Yeah. Throw us another one take. Tell me about him. Tell me about him. So I went in to watch the USC guys, and I think I feel like a lot of people. The reason I was watching USC tape was for Tufele, their mm-hmm. opt-out defensive tackle, mm-hmm. who's still available as well. Yeah. yeah, and I'm watching the guy next to him, and then I fast forward to the 2020 tape, and I was like, "Oh, this guy's better." So I think Marlon Tupelotu, he's just he's a run defender. He's a guy that he he's going to get extended on offensive linemen. He's going to control gaps, uh, and for the Cowboys. You know, I feel like every time they take a guy who's a good run defender in this draft, you hear from people who don't like the picks, and it's like, oh, no, he's no. a good run defender. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, aren't, isn't this the same fan base that was just killing the Cowboys because they can't stop the run? Yeah. And now your linebacker is the ultimate run defender. You've got off defensive linemen that are stout run players, and we're pretending it's a bad thing. Get Go ahead and get me a one technique. And I think Tui Pelotu, right now, he is my top-ranked one technique. Real quick there, uh, and Dane, the thing with him, he's got a body type like Tommy Togiai, right? Mm-hmm. He's just – is the same strength levels, do you think? No, I mean, I think Togiai is stronger, uh, just pound for pound. But, uh, I mean, I think they're both – that's what they do. They're run defenders. They're yeah. stout dudes in the middle. Yeah. And Tui Pelotu is a lot longer than Togiai, about four – almost five inches in terms of the, the wingspan, and then his hands are much bigger as well. I mean, if you wanted to talk about powerful hands. But there I don't think that's been a problem with Togiai because on tape it's like he's playing with cinder blocks. I, I like Togiai, but I'm, I don't – at the end of the day, I don't care if – I think it would No, be, you care. If they pick him, you'll be happy. Oh, I'll be really happy. I'm just saying regardless of the name, a, a good one technique would be phenomenal for this team if you're trying to get more out of your linebackers, right? Yeah. I think that would be 
interesting to look at. I mean, already you you did take Odigizua in terms of the yeah, defensive tackle three. spot. He's going to be your three. I was going to say we see we see him more as a pass rushing guy, whereas yeah. like that no. this team had. Which shout out Antoine Woods. Nobody ever gives him his flowers. A he's, human log. He's not a bad player at all. But no. like, are you talking about Call of Duty or are you talking? He both. I, actually, I've never played Call of Duty with him. He's he's a good, not great, but he's a good recruiter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like he, me. He, he's got the yeah, <laughs> yeah. You get enough social media reach, you can find good teammates. Yeah. He's, I mean, yeah. he's he's not a pro bowler, but a- Antoine Woods is a good one technique. I would still like to add another one to beef that up a little bit. And that's how we conclude our our lead in show is talking about Antoine Woods and his Call of Duty skills. The human log. When we come back, the NFL draft resumes from Cleveland, Ohio. We've got you wall to wall every single pick all. The way up until 2.59. You're listening to the 2021 NFL Draft on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. Hey, you dot-commers. What are you guys doing? I think, we, I think we've been muted. Or we were. A lot of people were telling us we were muted. Oh, that we were muted hey, on, the, on the dot-com side? I th- maybe. Or maybe they were listening on the radio app. Maybe that's why. I don't well, know. Well, the radio station for about a half hour this morning had dead air. I heard about that. That was before we got in. Yeah, there. I got no. a lot of messages about that. And I'm like, I'm in bed. I don't care. <laughs> but I did text our... was off the air. Yeah, but I did text our bosses. <laughs> and they're like, we're aware. We're working on it. And I was like, we're all right. There. That's not what you fa- want. I'm just getting a lot of Facebook messages here. <laughs> I'm just gonna. Okay, I, I'm just gonna assume our DC.com fam is with us right now. But I think so. Hello, hello, everybody. Hey, everybody. hey all you cool cats and kittens. <laughs> I'm gonna oh, assume you God. can't hear us, but that didn't look like we're having a great time. <laughs> just have them wonder what they're missing. Doug Branch is yeah, just I getting was, in I the was ear. like, I think that was Doug. Yeah, it was yeah. Doug. Yeah, getting in the ear. Uh, yeah, we've got uh, about four minutes here. We're getting set for the NFL draft. There you see another room here in the star getting set for the fourth round. What do you think they had to talk about this morning? Uh, they're saying you guys really let Quinn pick uh, pick that corner over Cox, huh? Jabril Cox or bust. Interesting. That's interesting. What would you What would you have to give up to get up and maybe get Jabril Cox? Uh, I, want, I want I want somebody to do something here, right? Uh, this is Ron. dot com. <laughs> what are we doing? Have, I don't have the trade chart. In give me, front of give me Jerry. Give me Jerry. Give oh, me Jerry after. Give me Jerry after the pick. And uh, the, with the ninety nine selection, give me okay. the Dallas folks. Cowboys right, select. Yeah. Nishan Wright. Uh, well, uh, uh, we're we're looking at all the players, and we did and do, and we have, and uh, uh, had a lot of them graded up there in the second, third round. We had the uh, uh, that corner there in the fifth, uh, sixth, somewhere around there, and uh, uh, I tell you that Dan Quinn, he just he he come around the table. He said, "Jerry, uh, it's my guy." I said, uh, uh, "Dan, uh, what for? Why?" What, and he said, he's tall. And I said, all right, that'll work. And uh, so we took a tall one. And uh, uh, today we'll try to take the good players because uh, we took the tall guy and uh, we hope that the tall and the, uh, and the skinny, uh, that that works. And then we're going to figure out the rest. And uh, uh, the football, and I like Dan. He uh, 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 he likes Miller Lite and fishing, and he's a good man. So uh, go, go, go uh, players players we're gonna get them yeah well thank you jerry for joining us here on the draft hey, I show appreciate you Kyle. I oh yeah I, 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 ever since you got started here i've had questions about you wow and uh it's because i haven't been acting right well last last about three months i come around i come oh, around on you and I thanks jerry okay so i hope you get you some glory hole you know oh my god all right that's that's an old term old term easy <laughs> easy i said it was an oil term uh, is it yeah 
Yeah, it's an old oil term. I mean, it is. That people find, say that, right? Yeah, when you find the oil when you're drilling. Yeah, it's I, okay. This is a very unexpert question of me, but after they pick at 138, when's their next pick? Come on, 138. Dave. I know. They I know. turn around and they will pick at 179. That's what I thought. Okay. No. All right. So I am an expert because this website has them picking 156. I'm like, that's not right. No. They do not have that pick. DallasCowboys.com. What are you no, looking it's at not there? Right. Oh, no. <laughs> um, all right. So there's the picks right there for everybody. There we go. That's watching on the dot com side. So pick that's Branch right there doing that stuff, right? Darn right. Branch and Beam. Pick 115 is worth 64 too, yeah. points. 138 is worth 37. 179 is worth 18. So like, and again, the chart's not an exact science, but if pick 106 is worth 82 points, then you could theoretically combine 115 and 179 and get up there if you wanted or get close. Yeah. But again, they tried that last night and Jacksonville was like, no way. It just depends on how much the team likes their guy. Mm. It was going to be tough to get up there, I think, in the top 10 of the, the second round. I don't know how tough it would be to get up there right now. It just, like, again, they've had all night to think about this. True. Sleeping on the board, like Brian was saying. Sleep. The fourth round of the 2021 NFL Draft is officially underway as we head into the Day of the Scouts. It's a marathon, and we're with you all the way until the end on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. Wall-to-wall coverage all weekend from inside the Dallas Cowboys headquarters at the Star in Frisco. So glad you're with us, Kyle Yeomans. Jeff Cavanaugh, Brian Broaddus from 105.3 The Fan. We've got the Athletics, Dane Brugler, and the Beast ready to roll heading into day three. This is where Dane Brugler shines the most. And we've got David Hellman here as well from DallasCowboys.com. And this is the last time you're going to hear from me. I'm just going to lay down and let Dane (laughs) take this thing away. No, no, no. no. There's 11 players on this board that when they get picked, I'm talking. You're going to talk about it. There's 11 guys. I'm talking. Uh, you, you, did, you did the smart thing, though. Dane needed breakfast tacos, and what Dane oh. do? Dave goes, "I got it. I got it handled, guys. Don't worry about it." Dane goes, "Dane goes, let me Venmo you. What do I owe you?" And I was like, "You're gonna pay me back this yeah. afternoon. I promise yeah. you." Already done enough with the the research and the help that we've gotten from Dane all all day long. Are you fired up over there? You got your coffee? Oh, you got your I, energy I, drink? Oh, I no. can't wait. This Mountain is Dew? the Mountain Dews, my man. <laughs> Diet Mountain Dew. Yeah. It is not a draft unless Kavanaugh has a dip in his mouth and Dane is. <laughs> got Mountain Dews. It's not a my, day, day in my life that He's got three empty cans already in front of him. Dane, though. I'm worried about you, man. You're, you're not you're not as young as you used to be. I know. You got rot your teeth. I got four kids to worry about. <laughs> it'll rot your teeth. Yeah, it'll rot your teeth. That's all right. I, I will say he spits into a cup. <laughs> <laughs> I worry about your teeth there, Dane. <laughs> Last night, whenever the Cowboys selected Deshaun Wright at 99 overall, and, and pretty much the four of the five of us at the table were stumped with the pick and yep. trying to figure out what was going on, Dane, I went back and watched this because you can go find it on, on a couple of different platforms, and I watched Dane's face just light up because it was a guy who, one, he knew about, had watched extensively, and, and even, like you said, Dane, last night pretty much what a long time on him yeah oh sure i mean i 
you spend a lot of time on these guys. I'm not going to write a guy up unless I know him or you know, have a good feel for the talent. And Wright was one of those intriguing guys that were later on in the draft. I graded him low, but you know this team disagrees with me on on the talent. And you know that, that's one of the tough parts about doing this, just from a general perspective, because I'm not scouting for a specific scheme. Uh, just doing just generalities where Cowboys see a fit here, and I think it's a very you know the coaches are happy with the scouts are happy with it. But overall, the passion from Dane Brugler last night, whenever that oh. pick was made, was fantastic. Did you smile listen, on his face? Did you listen to Micah Parsons' press conference yesterday? Oh, yeah, he was talking about he's like, I I love to win, I hate to lose, I want to beat you at bowling, I want to all you. these different things. Dane Dane is one of the like nicest, most low key people I've ever met, but he wants to step on your throat with how much <laughs> he knows about the draft. There's a rage inside Dane. Oh yeah, look, there's hey, a hey, rage in, in there. Dane's mind last night as he was reading off the report on Nashawn Wright. He was like, Let's see you do this, Daniel Jeremiah. <laughs> oh. I didn't say that, technically. But uh, I, I love you, DJ. Uh, look, no, this is – next week I'll be working on the 2022 draft. And I've got to wait a, a full year before people really want to get into the nitty-gritty on these guys. So trust me, when I'm excited these three days, it's for a reason. I, I work year-long for these three days specifically. You got a call from Gil Brandt earlier, and we, we've always made the joke while on the draft show throughout the process. It's like, yeah, if Gil's calling now, better answer because he's not going to call in July or August. That's not necessarily going to happen. But, hey, he's calling Dane Brugler now one of the most in-touch people when it comes to the NFL draft. We're certainly glad to have you on our squad. Brian, I mean – what draft is this for you, my friend? I've been doing them since uh, 1992, and so yeah, it's uh, it's it's always the labor of love, and the, really the last seven or eight years because of the draft show DallasCowboys.com and 105.3. Now with me working over there with you know with Dave and and Jeff and Dane and all that, and and what this has developed to, and the fact that folks all over the world. You know, appreciate the hard work that everybody in this room does to get ready for this. So I'm excited about this. You said it's the day of the scouts. There's going to be a lot of cheerleading about, hey, this guy's still available. Let's see if the Cowboys can get it. And, and Dane's going to be there filling in all the gaps for us. So it should be a lot of fun today. This is going to be fun. Jeff, seventh draft, eighth draft? Seven. Seventh. I'm going to call it seven. Okay. And if I'm wrong, it's seven. Definitely seven. That's good. Good lucky definitely, number. Definitely, definitely seven. Is it seven for you too, Dave? That's a. It's my eighth overall, but my seventh really being part of the process. I joined the Cowboys three weeks before the thirteen drafts. I didn't know what the hell was going on, and I that was the year they drafted Travis and. Um, Gavin Escobar, that was fun. Sent you uh, to the airport. Terrence Williams and J.J. Wilcox. Yeah, but it's so funny thinking back on it. Like, you know, we start talking about this in, well, this year it felt like Halloween. But, <laughs> you know, we, we usually start in, like, January. And there's such a big difference between if you do this for half a year as opposed to just getting dropped in three weeks before. I don't think I don't think I even knew who Travis Frederick was when they drafted him. And obviously, if I had been doing the draft show, I would be all over it. There's no way I wouldn't. And it's it's funny what a difference it makes when you really dive into it. For I remember sure. when everybody hated the Travis Frederick. Oh, they despised yeah. it. Which yeah. actually, I, be, I think Stephen Jones brought it up last night that they got murdered for that. Like a lot of people had you know third and fourth round grades on Travis, and he was the best center in football for a couple of years. So. 
Not saying Deshaun writes Richard Sherman, but I mean, we may hope you're you're making a mistake if you're trying to write the book on it today. I do know that. No, that's a good point. And while we're talking about these last picks, let's take a look back at what the Cowboys have done going into day number four. Started off with Micah Parsons with the 12th overall selection after trading down with Philadelphia. The linebacker out of Penn State was the first player off the board for the Cowboys. In the second round, they got their corner after they were wiped out at corner in the first round. Kelvin Joseph, cornerback out of Kentucky. Osa Odigizua was the pick at 75. He's the defensive tackle out of UCLA. We think he will be playing that three technique. Chauncey Golston, edge rusher from Iowa at 84. And then the final pick of day two, the Cowboys took Nashawn Wright, corner of Oregon State. The five selections so far for the Cowboys. As for day three, you've got 115, 138, 179, 192, 227, and 238. Six total selections. Five and a half over under draft picks the Cowboys make today. Under. I, at this point, I, I would say over. I just, I'll say under. I'll say there's one trade up somewhere. I mean, they, they, they have moved around on day three a lot. They moved up to get Xavier Woods. They moved up for Tyler Biotish last year. So there's precedent. But at this point, I'm just like, why? I mean, if you hung in and made all these picks last night with more valuable picks, just just see what happens. I'd say there's one random guy somewhere in this draft, whether it's somebody early like Jabril Cox or just somewhere. But no. they'll jump once, and they will make ten picks in this draft. You're probably right. I mean, there's a lot of precedent for that. They have enjoyed day three trades in recent years. Did it last year with Tyler Biotish. I could see them giving up one of these picks at the end for somebody's next year's pick. Yeah, you know somebody's going to say I've got to have this guy that seventh round that Dallas has or give up a six for a next year. Yeah, five. Spread yeah it that's what I'm yeah, that the, the, heartbeat. I yeah. just I don't I don't yeah. know if we're going to see a lot of teams willing to do that because I think those 2022 picks are so valuable. But yeah. if the Cowboys are able to pull it well, off, somebody yeah. might not want to fight somebody in, in free agency for one of these players. You know what I'm saying afterwards. So it might be, hey, I'll give you next year's five if you give me your six right now. Well, and some general managers are desperate. Yeah, you know, they, no. they they're not worried about 2022. Right exactly now. right. There's yeah. a look inside the Cowboys war room just upstairs from where we sit right now that from inside the star in frisco you've got jerry jones of course at his chair steven to his left mccarthy to his right jerry jr in the room charlotte will mcclay all in camera's length right there lots of conversations between those last night before and after the picks were done and then of course going into today with a busy weekend on tap the one another reason i i don't think that they'll make all 11 picks is maybe because of the the salary cap and just how much you're going to have to allocate money wise it to is a heck of 11 a, draft picks yeah it's like i think 10 million dollars to pay all these guys which is you know lot. you can look at the cowboys cap space and think oh they're Eight, ten million under the cap, it's all gone because it's going to these Draft guys. Class. Three yeah. or four of the guys aren't going to count for long, you know? Yeah. That's a dark yeah. thing. That's not no. a dark it's thing still, to talk it's about, not Jeff. Dark. I mean, it's reality. Well, no, I'm I not know. saying what Kyle this is a happy day. said. I do think they'll be here tomorrow. No, Kyle, It's just a matter of later. That's my favorite quote from an NFL coach, maybe ever. I can't guarantee anybody in the world is going to be alive on Sunday, let alone who we're going to pick. <laughs> Let's enjoy okay. today, guys. Kyle yeah. Shanahan. You don't know. Get ready. Thanks. Jimmy Garoppolo is getting traded today. You think so? Well, I mean. Such a bold prediction? The, the reason he said, I don't know if we'll be alive Sunday, is because he doesn't think that Garoppolo is going to be on the roster Sunday. See, I think. I don't, I don't say know it. who wants him, though. Yeah. New England true. got their quarterback. Yeah. You know, so I don't. It, I, if you're Dallas drafting. Dallas needs a backup. 
Uh, wow. You don't want no just, money. I no love yeah, money. you're right. I know. But I, I just want to throw it Drafting out. Trey Lance, I think, means Jimmy Garoppolo's staying right where he is. I don't, I don't you get don't the wanna, Don't block your top five pick. Put him in the game. You're talking he's, about a guy with, play. like, what? He's played 300, 300 career college He's played uh, 19 You know games. how you get better at football? Play? Play. I don't disagree, but... You know how you get broken? Playing Pat too soon. <laughs> no, Patrick he breaks Mahomes. people. That's hey, what Trey Lance does. Pat Mahomes really benefited from sitting by it for, for a year uh, yes, under Alex did. Smith and you know getting better. And but I, we just get to say that we don't know that. Well, and we'll never know. So it's a moot point. But I, I think that you need to develop these guys at their own pace. You you don't make a decision now when they should be playing. You wait till you get to training camp. And if if Trey Lance is you know on point, if he's where he needs to be mentally. Play him over Garoppolo, but if he's not, then don't throw him to the wolves. Play, play the veteran, and so. But let, let's let training camp dictate when these young guys should be playing. Yeah, I just think the beauty of a guy like him is it opens up, and this is not the 49ers draft show, but I think it opens up your offense a little bit, where you have an offensive play caller who's really, really bright, and you say, "Hey, here's the good news: as he develops, you get to call quarterback run plays." In that fun. You get to you get to open this thing up a little bit. I just that team was in the Super Bowl, and a big reason why they struggled last year is more so injuries. because of injuries yeah. than anything else. And I'm I just wouldn't throw that away until Trey Lance proved that he was ready. That's and I don't love Jimmy Garoppolo, but he can do the job. And you, Jimmy's actually not bad. That's something I think that he's gets lost in. Perfectly fine. I, he's above yeah. average. He's a, he's a above average to good quarterback. I wouldn't. I wouldn't force Trey Lance into that situation until, you know, like Dane said, if he, if they're three weeks into camp and he's just lighting the world on fire, go for it. But until then, I'd hang on to him. By the way, Roger Goodell in a long sleeve t-shirt went and kicked off day three of the draft. So the Jacksonville Jaguars are officially on the clock and the Jags, of course, starting off round number four, much like they did the first three rounds of the draft. And, the teams are making these picks today, right? For the most part, this is from Wembley Stadium and in, in across Paul. the pond. So, is it Dooman? Probably Paul Dooman. The old Dooman is going to make a pick for Jacksonville here. There you go. Top of the fourth round, they'll just take Jabril Cox off the board with the very first That's, pick. You think the, so? The there's, fourth round. There's just no way he lasts all the way to one fifteen. <laughs> There's just no way. They, did hey, this. they took the wrong defensive tackle out of UFC. Yeah, Jay Tefele out of USC, defensive tackle. Dane, what you got on Mr. Tefele? And then I want to hear why Jeff said he's the wrong guy. Uh, and opt out this past year. And I would agree. I, I had Tui Apolotu, uh rated just a little bit higher than Tufele. 6'2", 305. He's probably the better pass rusher of the two, but he's not a guy that's going to necessarily consistently win, you know, splitting gaps. And, uh, but he's a solid player. I think, you know, he, I would have drafted him, you know, in the third. So to see him with the first pick in the fourth, not a big stretch. Yeah. It's interesting because they're at least with the listed sizes that I have to and Tui Pelotu are kind of the same size, but they're not the same player. Like, Tefele, I thought, was more of a – he can sort of redirect for that size and he can be more of a gap shooter that tries to make plays in the backfield. But Tui Pelotu, to me, was just a more consistent and solid player. We're down in, down out. He's going to control offensive linemen, help you in the run game. Tefele has higher upside as a pass rusher, and I do think that that is obviously what a lot of teams are looking for. And so for him to go before his teammate, not shocking, but I do like Tui Pelotu better. 
It's then up to the Jets here, followed by the Falcons and Texans, by the way, to start off this round. I have a feeling, guys, it, 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 this is something we see really every year. So I'll point it out. Teams sleeping on their board. It's going to be hard maybe to get back in if you want to get up. You probably have to blow somebody away. But these picks are probably going to come pretty fast because teams so. are like, yeah, that's our guy. That's our guy. That's our guy. So we'll see. Yeah, like the, the, the Jets, they haven't picked since 34, so it's been a long wait for them. But, man, love what they do with the first three picks. Zach Wilson, at quarterback. Elijah Vera Tucker plugging in at left guard. Mm. And then Elijah Moore, uh, the wide receiver. I mean, talking about upgrading your offense, they did that in a big way with those first three picks. We have to think they probably go defense now, but uh, you know that, that Jets team needs help in a lot of areas. And they added Corey Davis this offseason. They've got Jamison Crowder already. If the if Zach Wilson's good, the Jets all of a sudden seem yeah. fun, which I I couldn't tell you the last time I thought of the Jets and thought that's fun. <laughs> They're not a fun team, but that right there is the makings of a fun team. Robert Sala will make them a tougher team. As a, as the head coach there, it'll be a different. That'll be that's a good staff there. Those that keep Robert Sala can teach. So Ooh. Michael Carter, running back out of North Carolina, so they keep going offense, and I, I love How it. about they, that defensive coach? Just wow. keep picking offensive players. I was about I, they to say <laughs> they needed the help, but it yeah. is interesting to think like this defensive guru comes in and all of these picks are on offense. Well, he, he'll handle the defense, that's, right? That's exactly. Yeah, that's right. Like, I got right, it. Yeah. Well, I got it, guys. You yeah. you help that offense. You help that young quarterback. Michael Carter's fun. We saw Javante Williams, his teammate, already off the board. Michael Carter, to me, is a problem-solving back. Like he, there's, uh, you know, this wall of uh, defenders in front of him. Eh, I got it. And let me just do these lateral jump steps and uh, a little spin here and there. And he, he uh, is really explosive. He had uh, only two players in this draft had below four seconds in the short shuttle. Which is rare. Jamar Chase three nine nine and uh, Michael Carter. I think he was three nine eight. So uh, just uh, that shows that short area quickness, that short area agility to create. And for a two hundred pound guy, he will stand you up in pass protection. So I think he's a guy you can keep on the field in any situation. Uh, Michael P Ryan still on the roster. Yep. Uh, you know they've got some some guys, but I think Michael Carter could uh, you know beat the guy that really stands out as their the juice of that backfield. We're about eight picks away from the Cowboys at 115. Let's take a break. You're listening to the 2021 NFL Draft on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. Assuming that we're clear here on the offensive side. Yeah, we are clear. Thank you very much. And love yeah. zero. Oh, that's zero today? I yeah. believe so. That sounds like a zero. I love zero. That's my guy. So... Pick 108 is in for Atlanta. And like you said, Brian, these are probably going to fly through pretty quickly. I mean, already two pretty solid players. Were those two of your top 100? Tufele, probably not. Michael Carter, was he a top 100 Tufele, guy for you? Yeah, Tufele was. Tufele was duh, 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 78. Oh, okay. Michael Carter is 103. So yeah. just outside. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I, both those guys were in third round on my book, on my on my board right there. So it went, you know, bam, bam, right there next to each other. I, you know, I have a feeling, like I say, these teams are going to come back and knock off some of these guys. Uh, we, Cox will be a guy This probably, these offensive tackles will be guys. So let's see how that all, uh, that all plays out today. Be a lot of fun. Still interested to see maybe if Jabril Cox would fall, at least in terms of hoping for teams or hoping for prospects to fall in this draft. It's never gone in favor. Nah. Is, I, we, and you know, we don't have to make this into the Jabril Cox show, but is he, is this purely because he's not a good run defender? 
I haven't heard anything else. Uh, That's the one knock that I that I've heard from people. And when Dane asked me about the medical stuff, I, you know, I reached out to a, a team and they said, "No, everything's cool." So, I think it's more about I think it's more about the the uh the the, the run playing aspect of it. The, at the point of attack with him. It, it, it's it's a clear issue. But the, the the these LSU linebackers have actually played pretty well. People I just, plugged them in and they've they've done a pretty good job. So, am I crazy if I I'm just like an NFL coach, like you can learn how to tackle better, right? It's the moving in space and covering and all that stuff. Like Jabril Cox can carry people over the middle of the field. He's not Micah Parsons athletic, but he's shown an ability to do that at North Dakota State for years and then was really the only good thing about a terrible LSU defense. And I just, I think the passing game is so valuable. I want a guy like that. I'd tell you what with Jabril Cox. Um, a guy that is intelligent and wants to be the best. The football character is tremendous. Literally yeah. transferred out of the best program in FCS to test himself against the and, SEC. And that's exactly it. Because this wasn't a. I mean, he he did all this before the pandemic and all that. He wanted when asked about. Well, you could have stayed at North Dakota State. Probably still would have been same type of draft pick. And his response was, "Well, then how am I getting better as a football player? You know, I, I need to challenge myself." And so, I mean. Th- he has the answers that you want to hear from a guy like that. By the way, the Titans have just traded in to pick 109. They swap with Houston for this selection. And uh, the Houston Texans, after having to wait until the third round yesterday at pick 67 to make their first selection, they now have to wait a little bit longer, probably picking up more picks, wow. I'm guessing, so later on. T- Tennessee came up from 126? That's what it looks like. That's a, I haven't okay. seen the, I haven't seen the, uh, the exact, uh, Compensation. compensation from it yet. But yeah, I, I would assume Tennessee I mean, comes all the way up from 126. At this stage of the draft, these aren't super valuable well, trades, but that's still a long way to go. Yeah, it's a long way to go, and what probably Tennessee had to do to get back up there was give some significant stuff. Houston doesn't have a lot of picks, if I'm right about that. I mean, they, right. they don't have a lot of draft capital. Nope. And so what Tennessee said, okay, we'll give you some picks here if you want to kind of fill some things in. So maybe, uh, maybe a next year's pick. I'm not talking about a one or anything, but maybe a next year's two to get here and then some other stuff uh, for this draft for the for the Texans. Eesh. No, thank you. Titans, Browns, Bengals, next three up. We did see Darren Hall go off the board to the Falcons, uh, corner out of San Diego State. Uh, junior came out early, 5'11", 188, really good athlete. Um, I think he's the type of guy that uh, a little undersized, and you kind of worry about that because uh, – the margin for error is so low, uh, but uh, the press man skills, the toughness, the ball skills, uh, really, really, uh, th- that's what you're buying into with a Darren Hall. One twenty, or excuse me, I'm just counting in my head at the moment, or not in my head, more like out loud. Some of these other corners that are still available. I mean, we saw a run on offensive tackles. Yeah. Offensive tackle, you've got some of those developmental guys that Brian you talked about prior to the show, right? But corner, I mean, Sean Wade's still there, yeah. Kerry Vincent Jr. is a guy out of LSU who I know we've talked about previously who could probably sneak into today. I, you don't I, like him? It, it's funny you say that. I, I promise you I'm not just doing this because I went to LSU. That is another guy that I think the Cowboys have an eye on. Not have had not conversations here, maybe not in the fourth round, but maybe right. today. Yeah. Just I'm I'm talking day three. Speed Dane. Speed. I know, but Dane. he's a slot guy. If you want a slot guy, then draft Elijah Molden. Speed cool Dane. Kerry Vincent's got it. He does. He's a better uh, track guy than football player. 
We are just about five picks away from the Dallas Cowboys selecting their first player of the fourth round and pick 115. Welcome back into our wall-to-wall coverage from inside the star in Frisco, the DallasCowboys.com draft show and 105.3 The Fan. The Falcons taking Darren Hall, corner out of San Diego State. The Titans are on the clock right now. They just selected Louisville wide receiver Dez Fitzpatrick back-to-back. Players to affect the passing game. Dane, tell us about Darren Hall. Hall's a good player. Uh, undersized uh, corner. You worry about the lack of length. Um, if he does have a false step, it, you kind of worry if he's able to recover. But the toughness, the ball skills, uh, really terrific. And he tested really well at his pro day. Four four one in the forty yard dash. Jumped really well. Thirty and a half, thirty eight and a half inch vert. So uh, the transitions he needs to iron out. But he's he's a solid corner with a proven ball uh, production. And then Dez drafted at 109. I, I just had to throw that out there. Dez, the wide receiver taken from Louisville, not from Oklahoma State or anywhere near that. What do you think about Mr. Fitzpatrick? Second Louisville receiver we've got off the board here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, it's funny, he actually averaged more yards per catch in college than Tutu Atwell did. And you think of Atwell as this, you know, Stretch out the the field, big play threat. Fitzpatrick averaged uh, 16.8 yards per catch uh, over his career, 19.8 as a senior. Uh, I, he's a guy that I don't know there's one thing you can point to and say, oh, wow, he does this really, really good. You know, like average size, average speed, uh, average hands, but he does everything, uh, you know, fairly well across the board. And I think that you could use a guy like that. A little surprised that he's going ahead of, Amon Ross St. Brown yeah. or some of these other receivers. Uh-huh. But I do think Des Fitzpatrick is a solid uh, receiver. And they had to trade all the way up from 126 to go up and get him. What did you, uh, did you think that maybe they just saw something in him specifically? Yeah. Apparently they did. Yeah. That's, you know, sometimes, the, you know, when you talk about with the, you know, coaches will go and work these kids out too. And, you know, maybe that's the, the situation you know, with, uh, with, with Fitzpatrick, you know, coach comes in and says, listen, I, if you're going to give me an opportunity to coach one of these guys, Give me Fitzpatrick over St. Brown or some of these other guys that we're, that are potentially on the board. So, uh, you know, and, 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 you know, Houston obviously to let them back in probably benefited from it when we get the results from the mm-hmm. trade. It'll probably be pretty significant, I, I would guess. Apparently Carolina was also involved in that trade. Have to see that here in just a couple of moments as well. By the way, Des Fitzpatrick, one of just six players in Louisville Cardinals history to have over 2,500 yards in his career. So pretty good. Mm-hmm. There's one of the tackles off the board. Cincinnati tackle James Hudson goes to the Browns, hey, Browns at one another good pick. What do you know? That's, that's, you know, if you're thinking in terms of Cowboys, that's a dude that I would say was on at least my short list. Maybe not theirs, but, you know, these first four guys, you know, my running back, wide receiver, not guys that I'm really interested in, but that is, if they're trying to find a tackle, that's a hit. In terms of the developmental side, Brian, you said yeah. you were really high on him. I love this kid. And I, and I, 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 the Georgia game was one, that was the last game he played in. And, and it was one of the games where I really like highlighted because I was, I love the competition. Cincinnati's had, they're a good program right now. They play some good football up there. This kid's a really good athlete. I mean, he's a little bit of a lighter guy, but he plays on his feet. He doesn't have any problems getting to the edge or to the outside. The wider you take him, the more comfortable he is playing. He can just kind of wall you off that way, get up the field when he has to make those second level blocks and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, I, 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 I like to pick. He was a guy that I was kind of hopeful that the Cowboys, if they were going to take a tackle, James Hudson was the guy that I was thinking that they maybe would uh, take an opportunity with. 
Yeah, he is my 83rd ranked player on my board, so love the value here for the Browns. Interesting, you know, backstory with he played defensive line at Michigan, had a little bit of a falling out uh, there, goes to Cincinnati, uh, and was really a stud left tackle for them. So uh, I, I love the value here for the Browns in the early fourth. They've had great value throughout this draft. I mean, you, you mentioned it earlier, just making a good pick, but you had Jeremiah Wusu koromoa yep. go to Cleveland. You had Greg Schwartz Newsom. Third, yeah. yeah, Schwartz. Was, Schwartz. I, that was a little early, but you know, we talked about him. Um, I, but, yeah, I think you look at the Browns and what they've been able to do. Uh, and they did it last year. They took Harrison Bryant, the tight end, in the fourth round at FAU, and he had a pretty solid rookie year for them. Um, you know, they they, they uh, have really turned things a- around with uh, the front office, and they're a very analytically thinking front office. But they don't kind of beat that to death. You know, they they trust their scouts, and that I think we're seeing that play through. They've drafted really well over the last couple of years, specifically now. A team that's drafted well today, or excuse me, not today, but this weekend, and a little tongue-in-cheek when I say this, David Hellman, but is the LSU pipeline to Cincinnati and the Bengals going to happen here with maybe Jabril Cox going off the board to Cincinnati? I mean, he's. we're going to talk about him until he goes. Yeah, it's pretty much going to happen. He's, he's, I think most people would agree he's, he's one of, if not the best player left available. Cincinnati did a lot of work at linebacker last year, though. Yeah, they did. So I don't know if... Logan Wilson and that yeah, state kid. about the Wyoming, yeah. So, I, I mean, I don't know if that's a need for them, but I think he makes sense for anybody that's coming up on the clock just because he's arguably the best player available. Yeah, we got the Lions coming up here in two picks. I think that, that would make a lot of sense for Jabril Cox. Um, there's, some, there's some interesting landing spots here. Cowboys, of course, at 115, so four selections away now from the Cowboys pick. I have a feeling we're going to see the first offensive player taken by the Cowboys here. Think that's a possibility, Jeff? No, I think you're going to take your bro Cox. Just got to get him there. Okay. Just got to get him there. That's fair. Got to have him. What Jamar Johnson? Can we get in? in, in the, the I'm fine with that too. I would yeah. love with let's that. Let's make it happen. Be yeah. very like let's be let's be blunt and and honest. Like we all know, we're we're behind the internet. We're a little, sure. So anytime y'all bring up a player, I'm like, oh no, you're trying to tell me he went. That's what you're doing right now. That, and that's just my. Oh, thought I don't. Watch oh, you the think internet? we're doing it for shoot? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't. I, I, don't I, I appreciate. So that, you Jeffrey. can know that if I say anytime, something, it's not a hint. If you ask me what I think of a player on day three, I'm like, oh no, he's trying to tell me the guy's gone. Okay, good. So uh, Brian did that to you. Oh yeah, absolutely. You. You. What yeah. do we think about a running back here? What about SCC? Les Snead likes those I know Auburn Snead. players. I knew that pick. <laughs> Les a, Les this is a fun guy. Yeah, there's a senior bowl standout, Cam Sample out of Tulane yeah. going to Cincinnati. Good player. Yeah, Tell me about player. him, Brian. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. There was a, there's a couple of guys there you have to watch at uh, at Tulane, and and the uh, tall one and the shorter one. The tall one. This <laughs> yeah, is Jeff, the shorter one. Jeff kind of tipped me off on this too. That Jeff tipped me off. He's like, you got to watch the helmet where the helmet is on these guys. Yeah, because I think they both wore single digits. Yeah, both so single, the easiest both way to single, find them, both just, single digit yeah. guys. So. Okay, I I it's not Jabril Cox. I like Cameron Sample a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He went to the Senior Bowl, and I mean, yeah. you know, oh, thank you, Derek. I, I got Patrick my, Johnson was the other two angles. Yeah, I got my notes here. I mean, this guy's got some got some pop in his hands, and he's got some pop in the way he plays. When he comes off, he gets some really good leverage on the blockers. You see him drive the blockers straight back into the quarterback. He doesn't allow the blockers to set his feet. And so he'll see a share of double teams and stuff like that. 
you know, you, you can't let him attack one on one because he'll break a blocker down the way he, he a- attacks you. So I love his hands. I love the way he separates. I love the way he closes down from the edge was another thing. He'll squeeze that blocker down in order to close the hole. He's not going to get pushed around. He can hold his ground. I think he does a really nice job of retracing his steps. You'll see him get up the field and come back. And I'll tell you what, I was really impressed with this kid. And, and by the way, Cameron Sample, if you can help my son get into Tulane, I would really appreciate you doing that. Okay. I'm it's nervous a... about Bennett at Tulane. I don't know. And your man. dad, I need your dad to help I don't know about <laughs> I don't know about Bennett just Bennett having... could go help him in football ops or something. Free like run of uptown New Orleans could be dangerous for Bennett Broadus. <laughs> but no, this this kid's a really I, I, I really do like this player a lot. I, I think it's a my, it's my guys, right? Cincinnati took this cat, right? Yep. Yeah, no, a, you you jumped ship to the Chargers. You oh, don't get I, to I'm go char- back to Cincinnati. Charger, I'm a Chargers guy now. You're right about my, that. A top-ranked player uh, still available has just been drafted by the Lions, Amon Ross St. Brown. Ah, there you go. Love the name. Nothing like being named after an Egyptian god. Yeah. And like the player. And it's a little surprised he fell this far. And a little surprised the Lions waited this long to draft a wide receiver. Uh, their wide receiver depth chart is pretty sparse. But Amon Ross St. Brown, pretty good value here. Uh, one of those guys where, you know, we touched on it before, nothing about him that really gets you too excited. He's a four. Four six athlete, uh, you know he he's not going to be a huge after the catch guy, but he's strong to the football, and I think he can play across the formation. You want to play him the slot, play him the X, it, he can do all of that. So just a solid pick. I had somebody last night tweet me about Detroit's draft and said, "Can we just have their draft?" Pinay Sewell, pretty good. Uh, Elijah Molden, Amonra St. Brown, Ali McNeil, no Molden. Did I did I remark that down wrong? I yeah, like uh, Penny Sewell, Unzarike, different Washington cat. Uh, oh, that's what I Aline mean. McNeil, Ifyati Melifon, and now Monroe St. Brown. Well, we only got Melifon, two more bullets though. to dodge, Carolina and Denver. And I think, at least in our brains, um, Jabril Cox is a big-time consideration for the Cowboys. Jamar Johnson with less information on it, but I do love the idea just because I think on this roster you would love to have some free safety competition. And then a bunch of still nose tackles that are an option and the offensive linemen you guys have gone over. Cowboys are going to have an opportunity to do a little something at, uh, at 115. Oh, the Browns traded out of the spot with the Lions and the Browns picked up a 2022 fourth round pick. That's smart business. So the Detroit Lions are back to back picks yep. here. Yes, 112 and 113. Yeah. Yeah. This pick went from Carolina to Cleveland to Detroit is where this how this pick has traveled today. Now, Detroit, just know you don't have to pick Jabril Cox here. You know you can go a lot of different directions, a lot of good <laughs> players. You know, don't just zero in on one when you don't trade zero up. in on the guy that yeah. I clearly think is the best one left. <laughs> don't zero up on the guy you traded up for, is unless he's a guy that I'm not interested in. Very important. Man, I'm, now that you just have said all of this, now I'm just sitting here on eggs. Well, air, the good news edge. is I don't check the internet, so I can't ruin anything for you, and I have no idea who they're going to pick. But hopefully it is not Jabril Cox, it is not Jamar Johnson, it is not a nose tackle. And just for funsies, go ahead and leave our Darius Washington and Marvin Wilson alone. And is, would I be... Would I be ecstatic if Jabril Cox is the pick? Yes. Do I think he will be the pick if he's there? Yes. But there are there are 
several other players that I like a lot. And it looks like the Cowboys, as we take a look inside the war room, have already made their selection. And Dave, like you said, the draft is usually ahead of us by a good margin until it is announced. We'll announce the pick as soon as we get it from the commissioner and from the NFL specifically. But Jerry Jones is on the phone with somebody right now, and this front office looks pretty happy about it. Looks like Charlotte loves the pick. If she loves the pick, I love the pick. There you go. Yeah, I'm taking so a hint. Is she wearing purple today, or is that lavender? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's like a that's like a blue. That's oh, is like that blue? a blue uh, pinstripe. I, I, I'm, I'm looking through the hockey glass here. Is what I'm I know. looking through it's, right here. It's tough to see through yeah. this plexiglass, yeah. Brian. Yeah. I'm right there with you. That's good. Like you know, day three is the bum day. Like we, nobody dresses as well on day three as they do on we day got one. Nice shirts. Except except shirts. Speak for yourself. Yeah. yeah, I rolled out of bed. Wait, I mean, yeah, I wore this last night though. It's fine. It's a great <laughs> shirt. It's a great shirt. Miller Lite and our sponsorship people. But no doubt, I definitely just laid it over my chair last night before I went to bed. Special thanks to all of our friends at Snickers as well as we've been. I'm just completely hungry all weekend until we have one of those Snickers. Brian, you said you're going to have one or two. Do you have any? Yeah, not yet. I'm going to figure that out. I'm going to get really mad here in <laughs> we'll a little know. bit. And then, and then, you'll know. You'll it's know not up I, to Brian when he eats that Snickers. It's up to us. Know. We'll know when it's time for him to have I'll one. Have my, I'll have my Betty White moment for you guys, and we'll be all right. It'll be at 115. They'll pick a guy that we haven't heard of, and it'll be like, God, they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> just have the Snickers. We'll work through feel this. much better about it. Yeah, Crack open. There's one of those Millers. They might be a little yeah. room temperature, but here we go. Work. Here's the compensation, right? You said, yeah, it was a. There you go. You get next year's four to to go up and, and make that pick. So, oh wow, yeah. So the Browns receive a fifth round pick this year, one fifty three overall. Yeah, and then the fourth round pick next year. That's what we hope. Maybe the Cowboys have in mind some point in this draft. It's a smart business. You know, you're going to have a better idea of next year's class. It'll be a bigger pool of players. Uh, forward-thinking teams are trying to do this right now. Now, who in this draft class, Dane, if you had to pick one name, is most likely to bite a guy's kneecap off? <laughs> because that's who we're taking at 113. I think they, they already drafted a, a few with uh, who the, t- yeah, Who's and... the toughest guy left on the board? <laughs> uh, let's look here. Because the Spielman, likely... Spielman's there, too, now. He, yeah. Oh, yeah. Have yeah. we heard any stories about guys wrestling a guy, like at a pro day? Or oh, man. Cowboys have drafted a couple of wrestlers. Yeah. I mean, Tim Crumrod, right? he'll wrestle you. He'll make you quit. So the selection that's a little bit nerve-wracking, Derek Barnes. Derek Barnes. He's an interesting guy. Linebacker from oh, Purdue. Oh, my guy! Yeah, he's fun. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is who you talked about the other day. Yeah, this is my guy. Talk for it, Brian. Yeah, let me pull up. Well, somebody else can talk about Dane. You said she, I'll, you know, I'll start talk, I'll talk if you don't want to. Go I ahead. Mean, he was an edge rusher in 2019. Yeah, I pulled my notes. had in. really good production. Seven and a half sacks, 11 tackles for loss. They moved him off the ball. And to me, he's a developmental guy as an off-the-ball guy, but he's got power. He's athletic. Um, he's in a new position, but you see the explosion when he hits. You can see that he can run well. Uh, I think a lot of the nuance of the position can be missing at times in terms of um, run fits, how he plays in space, but I think he's a developing player with good upside, so that's Derek Barnes for me. I'll tell you what, man, this is one of those shorter linebackers we got now, and he's always around the ball, and he can really close down when running to the ball, and you put him in space, he's likely to make the play. I love him as a wrap-up tackler. I think he, you know, he's a physical player. Okay, here you go, Lions. That's that Spielman right there. He's going to take a tough, physical type of guy. Derek Barnes would bite off a kneecap. He would. He would. He would. I mean, there's there's several snaps where you see him coming with hand down, coming off the edge as a little bit of a rusher there. So. The power, the snap, the knock blockers back. I mean, I, I, I like this guy because 
the, the ball carriers can't get away from him. It's power. It's burst. I, I really think he's a good player. When I was mocking some stuff for the Cowboys, I was hopeful that they would maybe take a shot at a guy like this. Even if they took like a guy, if they took a couple linebackers, I was hoping that maybe he would be the second linebacker. So good job, uh, Detroit Lions, with that pick. I really like the Lions draft. I'll say it again. Yeah, they're doing a nice job. They've had a really good couple of days. Here's the Falcons selection right before the Dallas Cowboys, who are officially on the clock, presented by Miller Lite. We'll give you that selection coming up in less than five minutes here on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. And the Falcons at 114 select center Drew Dahlman out of Stanford. So... Here we go. Jabril Cox is on the board. Jamar Johnson is on the board. We talked about those two the most. Any surprises here? Because we've seen a couple surprises. Oh, sure. I think we have no idea. But I do. <laughs> I really do feel like last night at 99, there was a real chance, depending on who in the Cowboys' war room got their way, that Jabril Cox was going to be the pick at 99. So at 115, yeah. it's, it'll be the name that I'm going to predict. But I do like Dane's idea of Jamar Johnson as well. If you're trying to get, to me, the last real-life free safety prospect in the draft, I think he's available. Um, but like on the way I've ranked these players, Jabril Cox was a second to third round player. And so here you are in the fourth. If you if you can still get him, I think you take him. I think... I think they thought long and hard about drafting him last night. Yeah. I, I know for a fact that they love him. Like, they've done their homework on him. Dane talked 15 minutes ago about his football character, the type of guy he is. Left at, like, one of the best players in recent North Dakota State history. Left because he wasn't getting pushed enough. He was like, this is boring. I'm going to go to the SEC and... Had and he joined a, your team for that year. He, well, I mean, I feel bad for him that he Poor had to guy. live. He had to live through that, but he was one of maybe two bright spots on the LSU defense last year. Y'all say that he's not great against the run, and yeah, I guess so. But again, it's a passing league, man. I want guys who can cover. I want a linebacker who's not going to look hopeless dealing with a running back out in space or carrying a guy over the middle of the field, and I think Jabril Cox can do that. And again, I honestly don't know if that's the pick. The pick is in, and we'll see when the pick is made, but if it is, I think it also it fits that the Cowboys are kind of doing a back and forth where it's like Early in the draft, it was potential character concerns, super talented. So from now then on, it yep. was high floor, high character. Then it was let your defensive coordinator pick a corner. Then you get to the fourth round and you take a coverage linebacker when your other linebacker is a demon against the run. Uh, so I'll still go back and look at the, their draft as a whole and say, look, at least three of these guys – I could see ways I wish they would have gone over what they did, but as a whole, weaving through it, you're kind of like, okay, I see what you're thinking. Um, that is assuming if they're going to pick the player we think they I, might. I, he's my best player left. I mean, he's my 61st best player out of my top 190s that, that I ranked. Well, they better it feels him. really good then yeah. if he's here and yeah, you take and this I, election. I, I do. I mean, I, you've talked about sleeping on your board. You know, when I went to bed last <laughs> night, it was thinking about an Oregon State corner and this kid is what I was thinking about. <laughs> so if you know if the, if the Cowboys can make this happen, I mean, I it, to me, we Dave, I tried to to get you to walk through all the linebackers, and we were struggling with that. I think there, I think there's some serious issues here with these linebackers. No, and depth wise and stuff. I'll be very honest. Like you get so hyper focused on Layton and. Um, and Jalen Smith, you forget Joe Thomas left in free agency. Sean Lee obviously just retired. 
until now, well, I guess we don't know that he's proven, but until now there wasn't a lot in the way of talent behind those two, to be honest. And now you've got the most talented defender in the draft. Talented, not best, but most talented. And and now Jabril Cox, who I yeah, like I think they could have drafted him last night. So just so you guys know, we will if Jerry Jones is the one making the selection and, and announcing it on NFL Network, which is what we would be uh, or what we ex- anticipate to happen, we will go live and hear the audio. We have of the, the right pick. to that one. Yeah, it's our it's our Jerry? owner. I think I I, I, I don't, don't know. know if it's somebody else. We might not have it, but I, I think <laughs> if it's our owner, we're probably going to do it. So weirdly, the teams are announcing the picks and if jerry is the one that actually does make the announcement that's what it would be so you know i've got behind that though we're talked about the usc defensive tackle the guard to yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. but bevin i mean i don't think they would take a tight end tylen wallace the receiver i mean there's there's some really still some really good names on that board i just but like i said i I was hopeful. I mean, I went to bed thinking, well, maybe they could get this kid. Just please, because you know, you get a little selfish with your board. You want them to take all your guys off it. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to look like you're a genius doing this. Especially <laughs> but, after you checked up on it earlier. After maybe we thought it was, it could have been. I was a, a worried. Knee or something. I was worried there was something with the knee. And my guy said, "No, nah, this guy's good. That's so great. Don't worry about it." It makes know, me feel much better. It makes me feel a lot better about it because I thought, okay, there's something going on here. Something's not right. Well, and, but, and maybe some teams did have uh, yeah. a little bit of because he did have an ACL tear in high school. He had off-season shoulder surgery. So Live let's go from the Ford Center, home of the Dallas Cowboys. I'm here with my grandson James Jones. With the 115th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, Dallas Cowboys select Jabril Cox, linebacker, LSU. There you go. How different? How different do you think the attitude is of some fans if this was the oh. pick at ninety nine and right is the pick here? <laughs> yeah, like we're talking it's, about a difference of what fifteen picks or so. Yeah, I, I think it's different, I, and I think the, like the good thing is like I saw a picture that is now circulating because like there are people out there who will take like Dane's board and all the other boards out there and they'll make a consensus big board. And Jabril Cox is going to be like a plus 50 in terms right. of value. But at the moment, they were at like minus 220. Yep. Whereas last year, they were basically tops in the league. Yet they took the consensus best player available. So I think for a lot of the fans of the Cowboys, this pick will help. Because you're just going to look at what people have written and said about Jabril Cox and go, Oh, they finally took the best player available. And so Jabril Cox, I think, is going to help the fan base. That's I've been arguing with people for the last 30 minutes is they're doing the same thing they did last year. We just have different opinions about the players sure. in question. That's and a very good point. And I'm not saying that makes the Cowboys right. It's just it right. is what it is. And, I mean, yeah, Jabril Cox, I started looking for him to go somewhere around pick 40. So <laughs> yeah. to see him at pick 115, is that's tremendous. Can we value. change the order way up? Because if this had gone Parsons, Joseph, Cox, <laughs> then Golston Odiggies, you would feel right. pretty good. Like, it's fine. Just yeah. make right. Gabriel Cox your third round it's, pick. <laughs> the grab bag is what matters, yep. not where you get them. As long exactly. as at so. the end of the day, it won't matter. So let's go ahead and step aside. We will continue breaking down the Cowboys selection of Jabril Cox at 115 on the internet. We'll do so on the radio as well when we return. You're listening to the 2021 NFL Draft on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. 
So, Brian, they got your guy, Jabril Cox, top player on your board, LSU alum. And, I mean, he, he played with North Dakota State for a couple of years. What made him fit in the SEC so seamlessly in his one year down in Baton Rouge? Yeah, I, I think what you had to like about and, and and Dane was talking about him. He he wanted to go and get better. He wanted to play. He went from one national championship program to another uh, it, LSU really struggled badly last year, though. All the opt-outs, things were happening. It just wasn't a good enough team. But he was one of the bright spots on defense. I, I think that, to me, though, th- th- this is one of those guys that, that, that he's going to have to work on. Somebody's going to have to say, listen, this in the NFL, you got to play with your hands. you got to get off blocks. You can't get tied up. you know, you got to be able to move. you got to be able to adjust. You know, when He could really run. When he sees the play, he could go. He could go get that. But but don't get stuck on those blocks. Be better on your block recognition. That part of it, if they could work that with him, I think he'll be fine. But yeah, you could you could see him in coverage, and it, and you're like, oh, okay, I get it. He's carrying guys. He's running with guys. The speed, the range, all that stuff is fine for him. So they're going to work on this stuff on the on, on playing on the edge when it comes to the, how to handle blocks, and and uh, I think he'll be a better player for it. Is this the best coverage linebacker on the Cowboys roster now? Can make, uh, can make that argument. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I'm comfortable saying it. Yeah, yeah I, think so. I, I think so too. It's, if you combined Micah Parsons and Jabril Cox, I mean, do you have the best linebacker ever? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh no, absolutely. Because yeah, the one thing that the one thing that Cox can can do is he can run, and and he you know that is a long guy, and like I say, he's just got to develop a little upper up a little more body strength on that. But he's because he's got the link to be able to handle those things. He just allows himself. To get engulfed on some things, but man, he he could be a heck of a player. I, I do I do like this pick though, right now for the Cowboys because I think they have some issues at linebacker. I, I absolutely believe mm-hmm. that this is the kind of kid who'll come in. They'll work with him. He'll be on special teams. They'll find things that he could do. They'll put him in some packages where he can actually cover, and they'll be just fine with him. That's the one thing I really really like about him: his ability to cover. And the rotation now that you have at linebacker, I, I man, I feel so much better about it. Just with these guys in the fray with Micah Parsons and, and Jabril Cox, it gives you so much flexibility contract-wise. It gives you flexibility on the field. It gives you flexibility off the field. I, I like it a lot, I, I think, with this pick. And, and it does make me feel better about the draft. And then when 138 rolls around, if they go get a safety, if Jamar Johnson somehow slips that far, I'm feeling really good. Yeah, because then you can pretend Cox went at 75, you yeah. pretend Jamar Johnson when it's 78, you move everybody else back. It's fine. You don't worry. I do think, like, I don't want to run anybody off the team live on the air. No. But I do think that there's a chance that 12 months from now, your linebacker core is Micah Parsons and Jabril Cox. And you're in good shape with guys on rookie deals. You're saving a bunch of money to address other positions. So I, I think the Jabril Cox pick, for me, is comfortably their best pick of this draft. Mm-hmm. When you talk about the value, even of, over Kelvin Joseph, yeah. When you talk about the value of the pick, because Kelvin Joseph, while I love the prospect and True. the physical ability, I think when you factor in everything, where they were picked, what you're projecting them to be, how comfortable you are with the player, I think Jabril Cox is their best pick yet. A couple other players going off the board since the Cowboys selected at one fifteen, one sixteen, Ellerson Smith, the edge out of Northern Iowa. He was a Senior Bowl selection. Bobby Brown, the third defensive tackle of Texas A and M, and the Fighting Aggies down in College Station get their second player off Uh-oh. the board. 
Tell me, oh, uh, actually another one. Chris Rumpf, uh, the second from I like Duke, him too. from the Chargers. Hey, your team took him though. The Chargers, the Chargers, right? I, I, Gosh, I told what a the draft. Chargers to take this guy, and they knew exactly what they were doing here. I'll say this about about Bobby Brown. He's a guy that I have a chance to be really wrong about because he's one of those guys where you see it play great sometimes. And other times, n- not so much. So I- I'm a little worried about that, that I, ha- I didn't have him high enough on the board here for us. What do you know about Chris Rumpf, Mr. Dane Brugler over there? He's a really explosive pass rusher. It's just you have to hide him versus the run, and so that makes it tough. But he- his dad's a longtime uh, college and NFL coach. Uh, there's a lot to like about what he could be as a sub-package player. You just have to find the right role for him. The Cowboys selected Jabril Cox, linebacker out of LSU, with the 115th pick in this year's NFL draft. Ellerson Smith goes to the NFC East, the pick after to the New York Giants. Edge rusher from Northern Iowa, Texas A&M's own Bobby Brown the third Defensive tackle goes to the Rams at 117. And then 118, Brian Broaddus is fighting Los Angeles Chargers. Take Chris Rumpf the second edge rusher out of Duke. But let's go back. Kanae. My boy Kone uh, Nwengu from Frisco just got drafted. Oh, Frisco high, right? I, I thought there was a shot he was going to get drafted in the seventh. Iowa State running back. Early. He's he's a re- talk about elite speed, elite character, elite intelligence. This guy has it. A heritage graduate. Uh, he was stuck in the backfield behind David Montgomery and then Brees Hall at Iowa State. Didn't get a lot of play. But this guy, there's a lot to like about what he's going to bring on special teams. Then you know, develop him on offense. Love the he won top sleepers this year, and the Vikings get him a little bit earlier than I thought. But he's a, he's a good player. That's surprising to see him as the fifth running back taken off the board, right behind Michael ahead Carter earlier. Well, ahead of yeah, there's some decent running backs still there, so that is surprising. Also surprising, there is just, some. Sorry, just going to Minnesota too. I mean, yeah. that's a pretty loaded running back group. Dalvin Cook and uh, the Boise State kid, yeah. Very surprising that he goes this early. It was also surprising that Jabril Cox fell this late in the draft, and we've got some secret audio from Jabril Cox and his call when he was drafted by the Cowboys. Jabril Jerry Jones with the Cowboys. Hey, how you doing? Hey, man, I'm doing fine, and I'm excited, really, to have you on the phone because we're fixing to turn your card in and pick you to uh, uh, come join us on the team. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. Well, we're excited. uh, uh, Watched you play and uh, excited about your ability to run with those receivers, and that's the way this game's evolving today and run with those tight ends. And so... uh, uh, really proud for you and uh, proud to have you on the Dallas Cowboys. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. You, you bet. You bet. Now, listen, I'm going to hand the phone. Our coach, Mike McCarthy's right here by me, and he wants to welcome you here, too. But congratulations. Thank you. Okay. Hey, Jabril, Mike McCarthy. Hey, congratulations. Hey, Coach. I'll tell you what, you're coming to a great place, and uh, I can't tell you how excited we are to, to have this opportunity to bring you here. Can't wait to be there. Are you home with family, or where are you right now? Yeah, I'm with, I'm with, I'm with my whole family. Nice. My whole family. Well, congratulations, and, and share this great moment with them, and uh, look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you, Coach. So we go from having Jabril Cox on the phone with the front office to being on the phone with us here on the Draft Show. Jabril, first off, congratulations. You're the newest Dallas Cowboy. We're certainly excited about you being a part of this organization. What are you thinking right now? Man, the the 
the emotions right now are just unmatched. Uh, thank you. I just couldn't thank uh, Jerry Jones and Coach McCarthy anymore and the whole organization for just picking me. It's a, truly a blessing. Hey, Jabril, congrats. I, I mean, I got to do it. I, I'm sorry, but from uh, from one LSU guy to another, I'm pumped to have you on the roster, man. Okay. But, hey, this is we'll, – I'll be really honest with you. We we think the world of you, we were expecting to hear your name called a lot sooner than this. You hear about guys in the draft having chips on their shoulder. What has this been like for you? And, uh, you know, I have to imagine you thought you would have heard your name called last night, and just how are you feeling about how this all played out for you? Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely been a process, uh, but it's nothing new. Uh, coming out of high school, I've been uh, uh, under under recruited, underrated, and then so just this happening and just falling this late. Uh, it's nothing new. It's the chip that's on my shoulder, and I'm just glad Dallas uh, they picked me, and I can show the league, the whole league, uh, what they missed out on. Jabril, it's really interesting because we hear all of all of you guys who get picked by the Cowboys. We get to hear the audio, and some of them is just like insane, like ah! And some of them it's like, all right, thank you. I'll see you when I get there. And with you, it seemed like very calm, confident, ready to go. Is is that an accurate way to describe your temperament? Because it seemed very even keel, which I kind of like. Yes, yeah. I'm just, I'm just. Uh, I like to stay humble in all situations and just. Give all the glory to God. So, yeah, during it, but afterwards, uh, my whole family and all of us, we uh, we were excited and pumped. So, uh, just during this time, it was it was a very surreal moment. Uh, Jabril, as the uh, second LS member of the LSU Tiger broadcast team, <laughs> go Tigers, team, go Tigers uh, for sure. But uh, the I was going to ask you about your journey, and you know, and Jeff just asked you about you know your time about being humble and all that. But your journey, you know, you leave a national championship program, you go to another national championship program. You've made the decision to go and play, try and play the best football you can play. Am I right about that? Yes, sir. Uh, I'm I'm a competitor, and that's something that I always strive out to do is just compete against the best. I'm uh, I'm curious, man. Just you know, we we talked a lot about your game, and and we heard a little bit of your phone call with Jerry Jones talking about your ability to hang with receivers and, and you're so natural in coverage. Is is that the strength of your game or, or is there something else you pride yourself on that we're not talking about? Yeah, I think that's something that's a very strong in my game, but I believe that I can play at all three levels of the defense, whether that be in the back end, uh, at the linebacker depth, or even on the line. Uh, it's something that I take great pride in and my versatility. So just being able to be able to do multiple things for a defense is something that I take pride in. Well, Jabril, they've been trying to find a safety for about a decade around here, so if they tell you to line up about 20 yards off the ball, you're ready to play some free safety? Hey, whatever coach wants, hey, I'll do it. It doesn't matter to me. That is the right answer. Jabril, congratulations on a big day for you. Your teammate, Tyler Shelvin, just got drafted by the Bengals at 122, so happy to have you here with the Dallas Cowboys, and we see you soon, my friend. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. There he goes, Jabril Cox, linebacker, Dallas Cowboys, not LSU anymore. Well, I'm, I guess he'll always be a Tiger. I'm glad you brought that up, Jeff, because, like, I mean, it's cool. It's cool when the guys freak out. But, like, as an understated person myself, I think yeah. that's how I would react to that phone call. Oh, thank and you, I, Okay, where do I go? Like, I, am I like, going to the airport? Let's do it, man. Let's. let's I'm pumped. I don't need to be screaming and yelling. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I thought that was really cool. Time to take a break. When we come back, we've got a couple kick picks to catch up on, a couple more running backs, and one of my favorite edge rushers in the draft off the board. You're listening to the 2021 NFL Draft on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com.
I got 122, but I didn't get 121, and uh, the draft tracker doesn't have it either. Jordan Smith, George edge rusher Smith. from UAB. That's a Kyle Yeomans guy. I, I love Jordan Smith a little bit more than everybody. He was 128 on my board, and he went 121 yeah. to Jacksonville. I like that pick a lot. UAB product could play you inside, play outside. Kyle, you got to hate that pick. They should have waited seven. Who I know. Has, it's who, a little who, early who on, was, on, right? My gosh. At, who was to pick at 122? Is that Cincinnati? Uh, Cincinnati. That was Tyler Shelvin, the big uh, big trash can full of dirt. And it was Cincinnati. Gosh, he is huge. LSU he's opt out. fridge full of dirt. He's, he's enormous. Unbelievable how big he is. Hey, the LSU pipeline goes back to Cincy. It's a good point. Yeah. Just uh, we thought it might have been Jabril Cox, but I, luckily it wasn't. I mean, uh, Baton Rouge showed Bengals games when the Saints didn't interfere last year. I imagine that's going to keep happening for the foreseeable future. Oh, for sure. Tyler, Tyler Shelvin's another guy that they or that the Cowboys had at least had conversations with. Zach McPherson, corner from Texas oh, Tech, goes here. Dang. My guy. Dang, that's a you good like player. him. Yeah, he's a really good player. He can play zone, could play man, uh, good speed. Uh, there's a lot to like about Zach McPherson. I don't think he got talked about nearly enough. I mocked him to the Cowboys in the third round. Uh, did he go to the Eagles? Man, yes, he did. I, I like what the Eagles are doing. I, I know that Cowboys fans don't want to hear that, but uh, I think the Eagles are having a pretty nice draft so far. That's he's a transfer from Penn State. McPherson yeah. was a transfer from Penn State. He could have gone yeah. the field of Penn State. Yeah. Then he goes to Texas Tech and he, he balls out. Yeah, Eagles are a train wreck. They need a good draft. Just to give him a chance to be okay in two or three years, we can let this go. We don't want him to be a good player for the Eagles, though, right? Well, you don't. You don't want to cheer against the guy. Not against the there, guy, Kyle. but I'm sorry, no. but it you, is the Eagles. You want him to play well while the Eagles go uh, three and fourteen. That sounds. Have great. you guys gotten used to doing the math? No, to no, get not at all, man. Like I was, I've messed with... up three times there already. So, so when I said three and fourteen, you kind of went, huh? Literally, I was like, wait, is there like a tie in there? What's going on? <laughs> like, no, I said some. I was like, oh, that's a nine and seven team, and my friend was like, well, that's impossible. So no. <laughs> Which way do you think you're going to err? Like, if you would have said the Cowboys are going to go ten and six, will you say ten and seven, or will you say eleven and six? I would probably say ten and seven. Be like ten is still. 10 still feels like a benchmark to me. Okay. Who who the hell knows? I'm going to mess that up during the season. It's fine. Oh, for sure. It's going to be great. Dane, what is your big board looking like right now? Who's still available? Just overall. So we still have a few top 100 guys. Um, Let's see. Kenneth Gainwell, Marlon Tuyapolotu, Deontay Brown, Brevin Jordan, Tylen Wallace, Davion Nixon. There are some of these guys that are injury guys, and it, it, the, we talked about it the last two days. The late medical information is really a big part of this, yeah. um, and it's why a lot of these guys are falling. Any chance here the Cowboys still end up with Tommy Togiai or Tylen Wallace and David Hellman does backflips down the hallway? I mean, I would. Don't well, tempt me with a good time. I just keep thinking about coaches going to workouts in Wilson. You know, with Marvin, point. yeah, I just you know, the, I do know that I that that's a, another reason I've circled Togiai is because I've heard that name though. Wait, yeah. I mean, you're no, right no. about Wilson, but yeah, they all went to Ohio State. Yeah, okay. Yeah. To TCU too. <laughs> the tiny guy. Hour number two of the 2021 NFL Draft on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. It's hour number three of our coverage, but we are smack dab in the middle 
of the fourth round. Still plenty of really good players out there. Some favorites on the board, to say the least. Jeff Cavanaugh's Darius Washington is there. David Hellman has a couple dogs in the fight with Tommy Togiai and Tylen Wallace. Dane Brugler knows every player, so I don't know who's actually his favorite, but I'm sure there's some guys you like. Dane Dane covers the Cowboys draft and has for a long time, but he's got a, a lot of other irons in the fire. Like <laughs> He's got his Browns to worry about. He, he's got about eight GMs that he really loves. That's My favorite is when hey, he just did it for the Minnesota running back. Like Dane will freak out about the most random players, and it's it's a lot of fun. Well, some some guys you just really attach yourself to throughout the process because there's something about them. And, you know, Kenny Nwangu is one of those guys. Oh, we got John Bates, the tight end from Boise State, off the board to the Washington football team. He's going ahead of, what, Brevin Jordan and a few mm-hmm. other tight ends. That's this is a good thing, Cowboy fans. Anytime you hear Dane say, oh, he went in front of what he's saying is that a division rival made a giant mistake. Well, it, it, <laughs> it depends what kind of tight end out. you're looking for. I mean, Bates is more of your inline guy. Uh, he's not going to separate much down the field, but you're going to keep him home, let him block. Uh, and there's value in that. It's just he's a certain type of tight end. 12 catches all year for 117 yards. That Logan Thomas has developed for them, too, by the way, at the football team. Former quarterback from Virginia Tech, right? He definitely looked developed against the Cowboys. Wow. Good player. Good player. He was a good guy in weekly until he got till exactly. the value caught up to him. Everybody figured him out? They, yeah. Everybody yeah, was yeah. like, oh, this guy's actually pretty good. Yeah, that's what truly matters in sports is which guys you're getting at great value. That's why Jabril Cox is such a great pick. Value. Speaking of value, and the Cowboys, of course, don't have another selection until 138, so we're still about 15 picks away from that. But defensive tackle, and we knew this class wasn't at least one of the better defensive tackle classes we've seen. Maybe, if anything, one of the worst defensive tackle classes we've seen in terms of top heaviness. We didn't see a player taken in the first round of that position, and since then we've only seen one, two, three, four, nine total defensive tackles, and most of those have kind of been spread out. One of those taken by the Cowboys with Osa Digizua, but where do we start seeing a run on defensive tackle? Because Marvin Wilson, Davion Nixon from Iowa still there, Tommy Togiai, Ohio State, who we mentioned a couple times, TJ Slayton, Darius Stills. There's some players there here in the fourth. Yeah, and it's always hard to it's it's hard to know because I also think this defensive tackle class, uh, I don't have a better word for it, like it's not a good class, but there are contributing players in this class. And so I don't know if it'll be a run in the third round so much as it's just it's just teams looking at the board and being like, okay, do we have either a guy that we think is too good a player to still be here, like Jabril Cox, yeah. or are we starting to look at our traits guys where we're like, all right, this size and speed or this length or this you know, whatever plays. So I don't know that there will really be a run, but I do think that there are still at least one, two, three, four, or more guys that could easily go in this round or next that play defensive tackle. Can I can I take an opportunity to get in the weeds a little bit for a sec? Dude, yes. nothing makes me happier. I just I think I'm thinking <laughs> about like the philosophical concept of a run. Brian talked about it last night, right? Like the Cowboys drafted right at ninety nine. And corners, bang, 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 exactly. So when you're talking about a run on a position, especially when it's one pick after the other, is it just a coincidence? It it seems like too big of a coincidence that four different teams had a corner rated as the highest guy left on their board, or is that literally a simple case of? 
all right, can't screw around anymore. If we want this guy, he's got to go. And that's that's why, like, the whole thing of, like, trusting your board, I know you have a board. I know you look at it. But I kind of think teams get creative with it all the freaking time because if you Oh, were, nobody's drafting straight down the board. Exactly. Nobody. And so if you're sitting there staring at Elijah Molden for an hour and a half and then the Cowboys pick another corner, what are the odds that he was the next highest rated guy or you're just like, nope, got to get our corner right now? What happens, though, you're sitting there and sometimes teams, they think they get whispers that Dallas is going to take a corner. And then all of a sudden, you start to prepare like, man, we got to go get a corner then. This might where the the run starts. It just so happens that Dallas got everybody lined up for a corner because people probably thought that they were going to take Melifonwu or or one (laughs) of those guys. Those teams were like, hey, this is a guy that shouldn't be gone yet. We need to take the guy that should be. So their pro pro guys are in there like going, hey, I'm hearing Dallas is going to take a corner here. And so everybody's like, man, if we're if we're gonna if we're gonna sit here, we we need to get one of our corners too. And it just so happened that when the run started, it was like I think everybody was surprised who Dallas took. Mm-hmm. I know I talked to a team last night that was like, yeah, we we saw what was happening when Dallas took corner. Everybody else was like, oh well, we, we might as well take corner here too. You know, it, it, it once they heard the news that Dallas was going to do that, it got everybody else motivated to look at their boards and say, "Guy, you got to grab Molden. Guy, you got to grab Thomas. Guy, you got to grab Melifonwu." And I guess, and I get that. I guess my point is just it, there is there is no team that is just like we're at the mercy of the board. We're taking whoever the highest rated. Like, there's just more to it. There's more situational and circumstance that goes into it. I, I mean, it's fascinating. I would give anything to get to spend a weekend inside a war room. That would be hmm. so fun. I know. I mean, Brian's done it a couple yeah, times. Yeah, I was going to say Brian's gotten to do it. Yeah, you get mad at people in that place too. <laughs> they don't like you. You know, it, it happens. It's it's very out. I in the wonder open. why that is. It, just the attitude sometimes <laughs> not very good. By the way, the Vikings at one twenty five after the John Bates pick at one twenty four. It's Cameron Bynum, corner of California, going to Minnesota, and then Carolina with that trade with Tennessee that happened earlier. They take. Chuba Hubbard from Oklahoma State. Chuba Hubbard? Chuba. 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 Yeah, yeah. Chuba Hubbard cool. running back. Chuba, Chuba does sound cool. See, I think Chuba was what they talked about, or like what he was called early in his Oklahoma State career, and then everybody was like, oh, wait, it's actually Chuba. Chuba Hubba Hub. Dane, I feel there like you go. Chuba, Chuba Hubbard was like a name to know yeah. going into this draft cycle. and. Well, like in the summer, he yeah, was a yeah. guy being talked about like as okay, the top running backs, and that's why I'm. And you know, I mean, fourth round is still pretty good, but in the summer, I would have guessed he was a day one or two pick. And I'm just curious what what happened. I mean, is it is it tape? Is it injury? Is it what? Part of it was the injury. Uh, he just wasn't healthy this year. And I don't know. Yeah, you saw a guy in the 2019 film. He averaged 6.4 yards per carry. Uh, led the FBS in rushing. Uh, I mean, probably should have went to the NFL after last the 2019 season. Probably would have been what a top 50, top 60 pick. He was like a he was a track guy. He's got like big time. Track yeah, he's guy. got yeah. speed. Or yeah, did from, from Canada. Um, big time track guy. He only ran a 4.50, but his acceleration is what makes him a really talented player. Uh, get, if you get a runway for him, he is going to take He'll it the finish. distance. Yeah, it's just you have to give him that runway because he's not the type of guy that's going to necessarily 
pick through the weeds and you know create his own uh, run lanes. So I, I think that's the biggest thing with him. He, he's just a very you know narrow based runner. He's not going to lower his pads. Uh, not going to create his own space. Uh, battled injuries. I think that Oklahoma State scheme really helped him. I had a fifth round grade on him, uh, and he goes here in the mid fourth. I like. I've I've always liked Hubbard, and there's a couple of these running backs that I enjoy watching as well. I mean, Gainwell was one of my favorites, even though he was yeah. an opt out. I, I think he'll go pretty soon. I really liked Kylan Hill, and I even I think we broke him down on building the board, right, Dave? Was he one of the guys? Yeah, we, you did. We Kylan did, Hill, did yeah. I do? Okay, so build or on the building the board series that we did on DallasCowboys.com, Kylan Hill was one of the 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 players that we broke down. I like his versatility. Out of the backfield as maybe a receiver, as a blocker as well. Javian Hawkins from Louisville is another one. Rakeem Boyd, Arkansas. There's some running backs that are going to come off the board late. Well, Dane, are you surprised Kylan Hill isn't the first Kylan off the board? <laughs> Kylan Granson, SMU tight end to Indianapolis. Gosh, I love that transition. Couple. Well done, Jeff. Thank Couple you. SMU. It's professional radio guy. That's right a couple there. of SMU players off the board here. Granson's interesting because he's not a wide receiver. He's not quite a tight end. He's somewhere in the middle. Uh, six, one and a half, 240 pounds. A, a very good receiving threat. And, uh, you know, he was at Rice for two years, transfers to SMU, and he, pretty quickly. So in only two years at SMU, he became number two in school history in tight ends, uh, or receiving yards among tight ends. Uh, so I, I think I, re- I really love his field in the passing game. I don't know what he's going to give you as a blocker. And so you just, you kind of need a hybrid role to fit what he does best. Uh, just that in- intriguing combination of skills, kind of an H-back type. SMU first SMU player off the board? No, they had no, the corner. They had a couple guys think, then. Yeah, they had two, I think. Stevens and now Granson. Bouchelle's still out there. So what's wrong with uh, Brevin Jordan? That's Miami tight end. Oh, by the way, I asked about uh Togiai. All clean. Yeah. He's just he hmm. is what he is. He's not yeah. a great pass rusher. You want to know about him, the other guy? You want to know about the tight end? Kind of curious, yeah. Okay. Brevin well, Jordan. We'll I mean, right, that. you had a third we're round grade on this guy. Right? Yeah, I did. It, it, that's the thing about it is I'm, I'm kind of some of these guys I'm a little nervous by because I don't want it to end up like, oh, well, I had two third round guys. And I'm like, OK, it was because of medical stuff. I probably should have been better at that. But uh, well, I'll, I'll ask right now. Well, with Brevin Jordan, could it just be the interesting fit where he's a smaller version of a tight end? And when you're that small, like on tape, I'm watching him and I'm like, oh, this guy's good after the catch. Like he can make some things happen for you. And then. The measurements, it's like, okay, so he's small for a tight end, and he's not super athletic, at least in measurable. Well, not in the measurable ways. Like, when you put his pro day profile together, you're like, huh. But on tape, I was like, oh, yeah, get it to him underneath, and, like, he can break tackles. He'll make a guy miss. Where I like the player, but the profile necessarily wasn't awesome. And so maybe it's just a weird fit for teams. I don't know. But... I mean, yeah, I like Brevin Jordan. I'll take him. Hey, Cowboys, you want to take a third tight end? <laughs> Go ahead. Feel free. It'd be hmm. great. They've got a lot of guys coming up. I mean, we're less than, what, 10 picks now? We're in the single digits as the Steelers take Dan Moore Jr. out of Texas A&M. I liked him a little bit, too. Yeah, he's a good player. He is. Texas a and we had to watch a lot of those guys this year for that offensive line, didn't we? Yeah, they could have three of them drafted. Yeah. I, I mean, I, 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 I'll just try and say something about him here. Dan Moore. I'm trying to get to my notes. Here, Kyle, I'm sorry about yeah, that. No, you're good. doing some bad radio here. Yeah, that's okay. This guy's a starter. He was a left tackle. He's a starter for uh, for Texas A and M, uh, and he was uh, he was outstanding in the Alabama game. You know, I was 
Oh, Kyle's excited. I'm super excited. I'll try to what is going on. We'll go from one Texas school to another no, Texas school. But yeah, this, this is this is a guy. He could be a little late out of his stance sometimes, but he was able to recover. To, 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 uh, despite being a little bit of a tick slow, he's athletic enough to have success in the running game. Size, movement. Help eliminate defenders. He can position his body, keep his defenders from the ball carry. Didn't fall off blocks. I think he's got plenty of good traits. Again, the Alabama tape I thought was pretty good for that cat. So uh, Dan Moore, uh, he gets uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, right? Is that what you guys said? Yes, yes Pittsburgh right. is where he wanted. So, uh, uh, okay, so let me just be excited for a little bit. It's been six thousand two hundred and fifteen days since North Texas has had a player drafted. Who's counting? Wow, six thousand two hundred and fifteen. Jalen Darden selected by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as Tom Brady will be throwing Jalen Darden some passes. They traded up to go get him too. Yeah, if he that makes, makes the me team, Kyle. stop it. If He's he begging the team. The team. Wait, <laughs> stop it. It's a crowded wide receiver. Nah, I'm I mean, look so at excited Mike about Evans, this. Mike Evans, uh, Chris Godwin, Scotty Miller, AB's back. Antonio Brown, Tyler Johnson, who they drafted last year. And now Jalen Darden as a oh, six receiver. We're it's not like, going to get the Cleveland speech here. <laughs> oh, we're, we're we're keeping this guy for 2022. And, no, uh, no, I'm, I'm saying like just don't need him right now. Cleveland, it's not crowded. Tampa, it's crowded. There goes Dane's guy. Cleveland actually has room. Robert Rochelle goes oh, to the Rams. The beach house isn't doing bad. No, the beach house is doing just fine. Wait, okay, I did the math. Six thousand days. Just say seventeen years, Kyle. Like, yeah, two thousand four. It's been seventeen years. Two thousand four was the day last time. Wisconsin draft was it? April was it one, two, or three? Uh, what round? I are think we it was at? three. Wisconsin okay. Whitewater was had a guy drafted April twenty fifth. How did UNT go seventeen That's, years before yeah. draft picks or between? Don't, don't bring that up. Okay. And how is that possible? Can I can I talk about him though? Can he was undrafted. He's a little undersized, 5'7 seven and a half, 174 pounds. You could beef that up a little bit, but he's out of Houston, Texas. He's the program leader in career receptions. They just asked me to take a break. That's not happening right now. <laughs> All-time yeah, leader zero. in career receptions with 230 receiving yards and receiving touchdowns. He had 19 touchdowns this year in a shortened Coven season. He had 19 touchdowns. First draft pick for the North Texas Mean Green, the fighting Mean Green up in Denton, Texas since 2004. We gotta go, Kyle. Sorry, so, man. <laughs> no, fine. I'll take a break. When we come back, 17 years the Cowboys <laughs> the Cowboys will be on the clock pretty soon at 1 138. You're listening to the 2021 NFL Draft on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. But here that, on the internet, <laughs> job, I know. that could not have been a better break call. Wait, zero. zero. Where is zero. Zero. This is my favorite pick ever. Zero, break. zero man. I love it for this. <laughs> he, he pops in my ear. And he, he goes break. And I was like, stop. I got. I I don't have any ill will for North Texas. But oh, so funny. You could trip over a rock in this state and find yeah. a draftable player. How does that happen? That's bad. That is unbelievable. Who was it? Who was the running back about the same time as Dunbar? They had two, right? Jeff Wilson was a little after. He plays for San Francisco right yeah. now. What about the wide receiver the Cowboys got as a free Jaylen agent? Jalen Guyton, who's Guyton was yeah. the Chargers now. Well. I just they both should have been drafted. That's staggering to me. Like, well, they have players in the league too. No, I mean, I, Abilene Christian has had to have had a draft pick between now and then. I would assume. Uh, Daniel Maybe? Manning was probably between that time. Probably. Well, now Daniel Manning was when I was there, so that would have been like oh. 
Like, I, I know yes. there's like everybody at the fan works for UNT or everybody at the fan went to UNT and there's a bunch of y'all listening. So I'm not hating. I just can't. You're hating. I you're can't, hating on KT. I sounds like you're hating. Yeah, you hate hating. KT. He was a teammate. KT, we're, we're, we're high-fiving through the, the Zoom. Go through Mean the, Green. Through everything Oh, right we had now. Bernard Scott, Johnny Knox. Yeah, ACU's more of a factory than UNT. <laughs> North Texas. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, and like Mason Fine was at least m- thought to be that hope last he's year. He's four foot three, but he's tiny. He's very small. Oh, he's so small. I mean, that was He'll kind of a pipe dream. This, is, a lot of this is the beginning of a run, right? We're yeah. going to see one every year. Exactly. We're going to start start pumping out some. Ladarius Hamilton, who's currently on the Cowboys practice squad. Oh, is that's right. Yeah. Okay. Got a, guy, a defensive tackle could be drafted mm-hmm. next year. Yeah, uh, Dion Noble. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, he's got a shot. Dane's going to turn his good. tape on next week. He's hard <laughs> watched it because he was supposed to be in this class. <laughs> oh, he was. He, well, he, he came was, back. He was, he was one of those guys that went back for that extra year. So mm-hmm. already, already. Oh, got yeah. How excited yeah. are way, you like that to... there's you've already got that hay in the I barn? I'd, that, I'd, was... I'd like to be able to like yeah. There's probably a lot of reports you've already done. Oh yeah. Well, I'd that's like... why I, I, I the opt outs. I didn't mind. I can do Jamar Chase in October and get them done. Great. I want to. I want to say, you know, thanks for helping me, Dane. When I like talk about a player that opted out, and I bring him up, and like Dane, and during the break and the draft show, uh, Brian, he's no longer. He's not going. I waited till we we're off the. Air. You should have just ripped my. You know what? Right then for being stupid. I'm not like you. I'm nice. It's <laughs> a good point. It's a good point. Both you know of you are that's, incredibly nice that's, until that's, challenged. <laughs> Brian's not nice. All Brian's that often. maybe the nicest person I know. No, that's uh, it's very true. Until it's time to not be nice. Yeah. <laughs> I do have a bad side. I'm sorry. <laughs> we all do, Brian. We, we saw it do. last night. It's fine. <laughs> the Cowboys <laughs> felt me through the phone. Felt it. <laughs> Let me rephrase. Brian is one of the most selfless yes. and thoughtful people I know. Maybe uh-huh. nice isn't the word. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, that's no, very, that's, very selfless. I, I would say that's very a very thoughtful. accurate scouting report. Yes. Yes. Very, good business. Oh, what, what do we say about the Ravens? Uh, they love to draft good, good players. Good yeah. players just find them in yeah. the draft. And yeah. Tylen Wallace is the latest. Oh, they, you know they're pumped about this pick. Well, yeah. you know what they do? Oh. They walk outside the war room, they take shots, yeah. and then they're like, hey, are we on the clock? And they yeah. walk in, they're like, hey, give them the one on the top. Just take the one off the top of the board. They did this <laughs> and with... And they walk out of the room and, and take they more shots. Yeah. Yeah. And those guys, guys, this ain't that hard. Yeah. They did this with our guy James Prochet last year, yep. and they're just doing... Yep. I mean, I think Tylen Wallace is better than James Prochet, but... Just let it, let it fall to you, man. Good for them. And they got Bateman in the first round, right? So... Bateman and now Tylen Wallace to go with what was already there, which you know they had they drafted Duvernay and Prochet. So I like the odds that one of those Wait, guys. Are we gonna get a, are we gonna get a wide receiver speech here from Dane? Yes. What? Uh, Let's like, do it. Well, the the Ravens seem to have a very crowded room here. <laughs> the Buccaneers don't have room on their roster for a six wide receiver, <laughs> and they traded up for him, so they're going to make yeah. room. I would think. I, I mean, Thank no, you. they're going to make room for him. Just say, usually you, you carry five dreams. wide receivers on your active roster, and they're going to carry six. Do, are you guys creeped out at all by Oklahoma State wide receivers? Like all of them seem like it's like, man, he's really good at winning down the field, that but Washington the individual guy. traits don't say that he can run by people or That's, he's not big. And I'm like, it's just they just. Manage it. I just think Tylen Wallace is Michael Gallup. I, like you just kind of described Michael Gallup. What's like amazing about his game, other than that he goes downfield and gets the ball? Yeah. What, what I love most about him is he plays through contact. He, he's so physical to the football. He plays yep. so much bigger than he is. Yeah. Good job, Dave. Thanks, buddy. Shh. Coming back. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
We are half a dozen picks away from the next time the Cowboys are on the clock. Some recent picks. Jalen Darden, wide receiver from North Texas, goes 129 to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Robert Rochelle, corner from Central Arkansas to the Los Angeles Rams at 130. The Ravens take Tylen Wallace, wide receiver from Oklahoma State. And the dream comes to a close for Tommy Togiai as the Ohio State defensive tackle goes to the Browns at 132, Brian. I'll tell you what, man. Browns. Good job, Browns. Uh, yeah, like, we've talked about all along. You're, you're so, why are you so happy over there? The music that keeps coming back. <laughs> yeah, I think it's you. more the bumper music. No, I, you, you've got this smirk on your face all the time, man. Keep going. Keep talking. No, I do. I, lo- I tell you what, I do love the strength of this player. I do love the way. It's funny because the way he plays, you would think he's a lot heavier. He's just strong. I mean, he, he's like throwing guys around. They're trying to double team him. He's like, no, I'm not having any of this. Though, so, felt like that he played better at the end, like in this playoff games and stuff like that. The end of the season for him, not not so much like Barmore from Alabama, right. but he, he, he turned seeing, it on. He was yeah, the defensive yeah. MVP of that Ohio State roster, and you definitely noticed he wasn't there on the field against Alabama in yeah, the, the final, title the game because yeah. yeah, the COVID test. So right. uh, he is, yeah, like you said, very uniquely powerful yeah. uh, for a guy that's just under 300 pounds. Uh, not a great pass rusher, and that's no. why you know we're talking about him here. I don't, Dave. I, I mean, it, it's a nice consolation prize. The Cowboys got Jabril Cox, which is I'm I'm more than happy with that. It Could helps. You taking this guy at 99. Tommy Togi, I, yeah, I, I would have I'm just I definitely. Hey, you can keep going back to that. That's, I mean, I, I'm, I'm just I'm sick of hearing the doesn't rush the passer thing. They've got they've got a million guys that are supposed to be able to rush the passer. That's what they think the new guy Odigizua can do. Yeah. That's why Tristan Hill's here. Yeah. That's why Neville Gallimore's here. Uh, I think that about covers it. But I like the thing that made Tommy Togi I so fun to me is that like he does all of the stuff that a good nose tackle's supposed to do. While still bringing some of that fun disruption. And maybe that doesn't mean getting to the quarterback, but he just like demolishing the line. Like, I, I, you know, I brought up the Clemson game and we talked about him last night. He's like, they were double teaming him and it wasn't, yeah. it didn't matter at all. And that's, that's Clemson, which is chock full of big time talent. I just think, and he's so strong. I think it would have translated really well. And I, I do think the Cowboys still need, a nose tackle. It yeah. would be nice to get one, and and two of the better ones. Tyler, Sh- I don't think they like Tyler Shelvin, but he went, and and I know they like Tommy Togiai, and he's gone. So I'll be interested to see if they try to do that. Maybe not with one fifteen, but at some point, or excuse me, one thirty eight, but at some point today. Miles Garrett, Jadavian Clowney, Tommy Togiai, Sheldon Richardson. Oh my goodness, that line is looking pretty solid. Yeah. Richardson's not there anymore. Oh, sorry, they, my bad. Yeah, the, the the defensive line, the defense as a whole is pretty pretty impressive with the way they've built it up. Uh, Greg Newsom, the first round pick, is probably going to compete for a starting job from mm-hmm. day one. Awusu Koromoa, we're going to see him somehow. And then your uh, LSU guy, Grant Delpit, uh, basically redshirted his first year with an injury, so it'll be good to see him back on the field. Saints are back on the clock here. It's been a while since we've heard from New Orleans. What was their last pick? The seventy six Paulson Adebo. That was a good third pick. round. Good pick. Well, I tell you, that would have been a good pick at 75, wouldn't it, Brian? Don't everybody talk at once. <laughs> it's important to have a good time. It is important to have a good time. <laughs> we are five picks from the next Cowboys selection, so hopefully we'll have a good time in five picks. Jamar Johnson's still on the board. Anybody interested in a safety? Please. Yes. This is yeah. prime Please. cheerleading time. This is when we shift, where Dane does analysis and we all cheer. 
Jamar Johnson. Are we cheering Dane or are we cheering players? No, we're cheering, we're cheering for players. Dane. Yeah, hey, we cheer Dane as well. Okay. I'm going to take this. I don't want to hear it later when you try to come at me because I know you will. If they want to draft Marvin Wilson now, do it. I'm all for it now. But to your plow to. That's I, mean, sure. I, I have him over Wilson. Let's do it. I, I like Wilson better. Yeah. But yeah, okay, okay. T- yeah, you've got defensive tackles available. You have the last Sean standing. Payton might take that guy here. I, and I, like, I get that you're late in the fourth round and Jamar Johnson's still available because it's impossible to overstate how much he can't tackle. But <laughs> but that's a real free safety. It that is. is a find the ball, turn the ball over guy. So Jamar Johnson, I think, is relevant. The defensive tackles are relevant. One day soon, I'll be allowed to start talking about our Darius Washington. I'm not sure when that is. Right now. Um, but there's, yeah, you still you still got, and this happens every year, where you get to the fourth round and it's like, hey, most of these guys are not going to be good NFL players. Yet you've got the handful that you're like, I think he is. And so I just start cheerleading for those guys. So the Saints. I know. Pick, oh, sorry. No, oh, go for it. No. I just we we already did Brevin Jordan, but that's yeah. I think that's a name worth knowing. The Cowboys still have not drafted an offensive player. So if they, I mean, They're what six picks in, right? Yep, that's crazy. And I, I don't the first val- time ever. I don't think the value is there at offensive tackle. Deontay Smith's still out there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's, that. that's, uh, that's uh, Forsyth. Like. New quarterback off the board. Ah. Quarterback Ian Book out of Notre Dame goes so to that, New Orleans. That, that quarterback room look like. James Taysom, Taysom, Ian Book. That's interesting. And like, I kind of like was, this, though. He, Ian Book was liked a lot more by NFL teams than, than everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there, there's, a, there's a lot to like about it. He, he's a really good athlete. Uh, I, I think he processes well. The character's off the charts. It's just he needs to be a little bit more accurate within the pocket. Uh, he's at his best when he's scrambling and able to get on the move. But within the pocket, that's where he needs to get better. Uh, but he's going to a good offensive system, obviously, with Sean Payton. Okay. He's, he's one of those guys. He's the all-time winningest quarterback at Notre Dame history, that matters. right? And, they, and they've had they've had a wow. history of quarterbacks. Does, you think about they've had does some guys. That, yeah. Does that matter, Joe Montana? Sure. That just means that he, I'm just that saying just means just, he was good enough to get the job young. That's all. Well, I, that, that means you got to be good to do it for okay, winning I mean, games, though, yeah. don't you? I mean, it's to me he beat us. In the you know, the win loss record stiff? for quarterbacks gets talked about as like a non-stat and all that. How is it any different than completion percentage? Like it, it's dependent on so many other factors. If you're the line's blocking for you, if the, the receivers oh, are catching it, his line is good. Yeah, well, but, I'm but saying your it, defense like, can't complete passes. No, but I, not that completion percentage is a great stat either, because I think there's exactly, a lot more context needed. Exactly. Just like every stat, win loss record needs context. Just like every single stat out there. But I'm interested to know if uh, a quarterback had a winning record when you were playing the position that impacts the final score more better than any other uh, position on the roster. So it's interesting to me. I'm about to say something stupid because Notre Dame just went to the college football playoff. Good, because I want to say something stupid after you. Okay, good. We'll do it together. We're (laughs) good at that. I just my my rule of thumb for you got quarter, four more hours. Keep it up. My rule of thumb for quarterback is like, did you elevate your team? Like, did I turn on the game and just think? Either you're the best player on the field or you're doing something that really knocks my socks off. Like, you know, Patrick Mahomes is a great example. Like, Texas Tech's teams weren't great, but you turn that on and you're like, holy crap. And, I've, you know, I didn't think Patrick Mahomes would be what he is, but it was still interesting as hell to watch him. And that's the th- – after these big – after really the big four, I don't even put Mac Jones in that category – 
I'm that's I that's how I feel about Trask, Mond, and Book. Where I'm just like, all right, like you're you're on a good team, but are you the reason why they're good? I don't think so. All right, that was pretty stupid, Dave. Thank now you. Now it's my turn. <laughs> um, all right, hear me out. If you're a team that is this team, the Cowboys, and you get on the clock, and your best player available. By the way, I like Janarius Robinson, who just went to the Vikings. Eh. Um, Dane hates all the good. I think Florida State kind of quit on all their new coaching staffs because every single one. It's not of, a good thing. Uh, well, maybe they blame the coaching staffs. Um, because I just I, like every one of those guys that I watch there, Kando, Robinson, Wilson. I'm like, man, they've all got things I like about them. Yet somehow this team is terrible. Um, what if your best player available? Because there's a running back available that I really like. Oh, is that Gainwell? Just I've already Kenneth said Gainwell. Oh, Gainwell is yeah. one of my favorites he, in this he's, draft. He's, I would love that. If you're the Cowboys, is he's that off limits? Yeah. No, or? no, I would do that. Former uh, teammate of Pollard, well, basically. Did we just have running back talk with you? That's what what I'm asking is. Well, wow. I'm trying to because you know what I hate about running backs? Not the running backs themselves, yeah. their salaries. So yeah. if I can get Gainwell, talk to me in 12 months about saving a bunch of money. And if I can and doing what? Uh, save money. Bye. By uh, reorganizing who's on the roster now. <laughs> See, because I, I, I can do the same thing at hey, linebacker. I just want to point this, out this is Monday through Friday. Yeah. Okay, just, uh, just I just I'm, I'm just asking. <laughs> no, I'm asking. I'm not afraid to talk about what you're talking about. You're talking about getting rid of Zeke. I just think. Wow, I'm a Zeke guy. I would never do that. I just think he it's, was talking about Pollard. What are you oh, doing? Oh, okay. No, the fourth round pick who's halfway through his deal. I was talking about McCarthy. <laughs> oh, oh wait, that doesn't count against the cap. <laughs> I haven't looked at it recently, but like. You save way more on Zeke if you try to do that in 2023. Like, the money, it works out way better in two seasons as opposed to one. I mean, every year that you have him on the roster, his money's guaranteed for another 38 years. So I'm just like, <laughs> whatever, you know? Whatever. You're, it's it's day three, man. If the value's there, I say do it. If ga- I, He's I, Bobby Bonilla. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> did we just have a baseball reference on this show? Yeah, did. <laughs> if Kenneth Gainwell's, I would, I would be happy if they picked him at 138. I would be over the moon if he lasted longer than that. Those Memphis guys, they just turn out a different one every year. That's an yeah. awesome receiving running back. Well, and Kenneth Gainwell's the guy that kept Antonio Gibson at wide receiver and said, no, we're good at running back. You stay out there. And he had a pretty good rookie year for Washington. Yeah, he, no, he better than pretty good. That guy, I, I thought he was fun to watch on tape. You know, oh, yeah. he carried, I mean, I, I know two games against the Cowboys where it was like him handing the ball and him making a lot of plays. This is where in a draft you pick running back, man. This is where you do it. Fourth round? Day You've three. seen a couple of them already off the board. I think that me you know, there's he's one of my top rated guys I have left. Oh Rashad Reaver oh, Weaver, excuse me, edge rusher from Pittsburgh off the board to Tennessee at one thirty five. I mean I I know I had him over uh Patrick Jones, the other pit. Pass I had rusher. Him over by two rounds. Yes, yeah, I thought Weaver was a three and Jones was a five. I had I, I yeah, Jones I, in the I'd, fourth, I'd, but yeah, similar. I had Weaver here in the third myself. So, mm-hmm. so good, a good pass good rusher. Cowboys probably didn't need one, but you know now that you've already taken, I actually would have rather picked Weaver over Golston, even though I think that is a ceiling versus floor debate. Like I think Chauncey Golston's floor is safer. I think Rashad Weaver's potential upside is higher because of the pass rush. Probably, and I think they're both they're similar in that they can both play the the run and the pass. Um, you know, they're just they're, they're solid players. So, I, not the surprise to see him go off the board here. The Titans having a pretty decent draft. When you talk about getting Elijah Molden, pick one hundred, 
Caleb Farley, we'll see how that plays out. Dylan Radins, uh, Rashad Weaver here in the fourth. Kind of like what Tennessee's been doing. And a couple of really good players headed to Nashville. So the Cowboys are up in three selections. It is the Ravens, and then is this one of the picks that they traded to the Seahawks? I think at 137, maybe. I think that's No one could ever know. Oh, I this, think is that the, is, this is the point in the draft where I give up trying to remember trying to keep how where, people where, got picks. Yeah. Like, Titans, okay. Cardinals, Seahawks. That's what I know. They're that's on the, the clock. Good. Yeah. Let's uh, reset the board here. Kenneth Gainwell, who we just talked about, is my top-ranked player still available. Marlon Tuilopu. Uh, I pronounce it differently every single time. Yeah, that's how you added <laughs> an um, extra P? Yep. Uh, <laughs> okay. Defensive tackle out of USC. Deontay Brown, the guard from Alabama. Brevin Jordan, tight end Miami. Davion Nixon, defensive tackle from Iowa. Deontay Smith, offensive tackle East Carolina. Stone Forsyth, offensive tackle Florida. And Hampson Nasrul Dean, Florida State, the safety. So still some pretty talented players out there. Some of these guys I are like medicals. Their but, uh, yeah. Dane, do you ever get to a point in the draft where you're like, there are no more talented players? That's it. We'll see. They're all Maybe gone. this year. Because there's only, uh, this is a limited pool. Pick 99. It is. Yeah. It, wasn't the pool this year like, <laughs> you're such a, you're such a salty. I'm just kidding. The salt is emanating uh, from you. Fun. Look, just pretend when they take, like, fun, KT. when they take Marvin Wilson, <laughs> when they take Marvin Wilson at 138, pretend they took him at 99. Yeah. I'll move this guy down to 138. We'll flip-flop in this draft all over the place. Uh, yeah. Wait, all right. Wait, actually, Don't worry about though, the extra good player. We brought we brought this guy up. I haven't heard him linked to the Cowboys like you know in the draft process, which is why I haven't thought a lot about him. But he's shown up on mocks a lot. Defense, he fits a need, I suppose. Davion Nixon. Yeah, I was. What's what what what's 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 the word there? Overrated. Tell me about that guy. Although, Tell me more. I guess he's properly rated now. Yeah, I mean he's a flash player. Um, you know he had a, a, his troubles at Iowa, but you know you watch the highlights and it's easy to get excited about him. Uh, he he can be powerful at the point. He he two gapped at Iowa, but he's more of a one gap guy. You yeah, you don't want him doing that. Um, he's 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 a former basketball athlete, and you see that on the field with the way he moves. I, I don't. I mean, I know there were, he was getting first round love back in the season, and that was crazy. Um, I graded him as a late three, so uh, you know I think some of the character stuff is dropping him as well, and, that, and that's a part of this. Tell me if any of this you think is unfair, Dane. I thought that at least in terms of consistency, lacks the anchor of a one technique, right. lacks the first step of a three technique. <clears throat> But like he yeah. did manage to kind of split blocks and snake his way into the backfield and make plays, so he was productive. The forty times great for a three hundred and ten pounder. But I just that was where I struggled with it is you know because I start my my film watching based on other people's rankings, and so you're working your way down, and I'm watching him, and I'm like, is he a one? Is he a three? Because he's not explosive enough to three, be a three, and he's not consistently strong enough against the run to play the one. So I just I don't know. That's a, uh, no, that's a great point. Uh, and we have Marco Wilson off the board. Too. Anybody want to throw a shoe in celebration? Uh, who throws or? a shoe? I, I was going to say, you guys got to love this guy, right? He's one of my God favorite players him. ever. He saved LSU. Let him win a game. He sure did. Got you in field goal range with the, with a shoe toss. You got him, Dane? Or you want me to go? Really, really good athlete. I mean, he yeah. tested really well. His Quincy Wilson, his older brother, was drafted in the third round to the Jets few, or Colts a few years ago. Big arm. Uh, you know, he's a, you know, traits guy. Basically, there's a lot of inconsistent tape at Florida, and you know he'll he'll be remembered most for that shoe toss in the LSU game. But as a as an athlete, there's a lot to like there. He was actually part of that American Heritage uh, roster with Patrick Sertan, 
with Tyson Campbell. Oh, wow. Anthony Schwartz. Uh, Slayton, the defensive tackle from Florida. Just a loaded high school roster, and he was on that team. Who made that pick? Cardinals. Arizona. Arizona. Okay. Thank and now you. Seattle. Yes, this is what the Seattle that or the Seattle pick that Tampa Bay gave up to go get Jalen Darden, the top slot receiver in the entire draft. Wow, that is a little aggressive. But he's like the first sure. North Texas guy drafted in ten thousand days. Six, or six, sixty-two hundred days. There it's we okay. go. It's only been like sixty-two minutes since an LSU guy's been drafted. So just just let me over have this under sixty-two hundred days for the next UNT. Player. Oh, please be under. You get a hey. Please will they, be will they get a draft pick or another NCAA tournament win first? Ooh. What it's what's draft more pick. likely? Yeah. Depends on how yeah, probably draft pick. Trey Brown, Oklahoma. I like Seattle. I liked him a lot. He's just a pesky corner. Like he's going to annoy he, he is a mosquito. Uh <laughs> not at the big, but annoying position. and wants to fight. Exactly. <laughs> uh a gnat at a barbecue. That type of guy. Uh I'm talking about this guy bad. or Zach Sanchez, because that's the same thing I heard about him coming well, out Zach of the same Sanchez school. Well, Zach Sanchez unfortunately couldn't play. Yeah, he wasn't <laughs> like very he wasn't good at all, and he got so mad at me on Twitter I, for I, pointing that out. I really only brought wow. that up so you would bring that up. I think, like and, and you don't think about that, because I'll just say that someone got really mad at me with no context or anything uh, because of like things I tweeted. And you don't really think about that when you're sending the tweet, like, oh, so-and-so, not a good prospect. Mm-hmm. The, the prospect might see that, and their family might see that, and you're like, oh, that's unfortunate. I get, I get, I have a lot of conversations with, with parents. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. What, one of my favorite days of the year is when I release the draft guide. It's also one of the worst days of the year because my email, my phone blows up, blows up with agents, parents, um, a lot of people disappointed with what mm-hmm. I, what I wrote about him, but hey, that's just comes with the evaluation business. Well, if you want to make big money one year, why don't you just put your rankings for sale? Just tell agents like you want them to move up. There's one. Venmo, brother. How dare Come you? Home. How I, dare you suggest? Not interested. <laughs> by the way, the Cowboys are officially on the clock, presented by Miller Lite, and the pick is in for the Cowboys at pick 138. All of the previous picks have been on the defensive side of the football. Everybody give me two names you want it to be, and we're not allowed to repeat, which means Dane has to go last. Okay. Everybody, okay. two names go. that you would Brian like it to be, first. no repeating. Oh, uh, go Dave, go ahead real quick. i got to get to the top of my board for this. I mean, Jamar Johnson's the easy one just because yeah. he's the last yeah. safety that can sure. do what you're asking him to. Uh, I'll let y'all deal with the USC D tackle. That's y'all's guy. Yeah, um, that's one of my guys for sure. Okay, so Tui Pelotu goes to Brian. Yeah. Uh, how uh, the uh, Deontay Smith? Just because I know well, he's good. Okay. I know he's, he's good, good and I know he's still there. Uh, since you already said Jamar Johnson, I'll say Nasrul Dean from Florida State and Nixon from Iowa. Why? Why not? Marvin Wilson, D tackle, Florida State, and. You said Jamar Johnson? Yeah. So I'll throw in at safety either Tyree Gillespie or Caden Stearns. Ooh. Texas and Missouri. Oh, that's a good which one. Which I don't think ne- either one of them necessarily is like a make a bunch of plays on the ball free safety, but I don't think they hurt you. I think they can come in and compete to right. to play. I, offensive line, this, you know, can come with Deontay Smith, Stone Forsyth. Those are my top-rated tackles. Six defensive players off the board. Let's get an offensive lineman in here. What about wide receivers here? Anybody available? There's always a Stanford a kid. I love the Stanford yeah, kid. Simi Fajoko. Yeah. That's a good one. They, uh, always a receiver available. Is Deami Brown still available? Did no, I miss no, him? No, no, he's, no, gone. he's gone. He's gone. Okay, I thought Jazz so. Newsome. That's one that I like. Yeah. Shane Smith, Newsome. South Carolina. Cornell Powell. 
A lot of wide receivers. Offensive line would be nice. It's it would be really nice. It's the one thing they haven't Are, done. If you pick... Okay. Look me, <laughs> look me in the eye, Dane. Brian, look me in the eye. Trying. Whichever offensive lineman you would pick here in the fourth round, uh-huh. they're going to immediately be better than the swing tackle from Washington, Cam Irving, Brandon Knight? Cam Irving's gone. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm sorry. Terrence I meant Steele. Terrence Steele. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Terrence Steele, yeah. I think I think he could be better than Terrence Steele. What about... Stone Forsyth, like Brian mentioned earlier, Royce Newman, who could play any position on the offensive line, flexibility. Find me dudes that Josh might Ball, the field. Marshall. It's, you might you might touch the field in week one. Yeah, t- yeah. Tell that to Terrence Steele, my guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, he wasn't but, even drafted. But you need Inseki to get hurt, then Knight to get hurt. I think I think they're going to move Knight to guard. I think they're going to move Knight to guard. I wouldn't I'm okay be surprised. With that. Yeah. So I think you could. Have some flexibility there. I, we are waiting on the you, official announcement. You by the can't way. convince Mike McCarthy that Terrence Steele's not a baller. Oh, ter- Mike <laughs> McCarthy and Joe Philbin are like the co-captains of the Terrence Steele fan club. Yeah. Oh, looky here, Mike's going to do it. Oh, it's Mike McCarthy with the Cowboys selection. Guess we're Dallas not allowed. Cowboys to select Josh Ball, offensive tackle, Marshall University. All right, not the guy we were there talking about, but the position. That was my highest rated offensive tackle on my board left. So Josh Ball is a top 100 talent. Nice. Uh, if no issues, we were talking about maybe a second round pick. Okay, so what are and the, the issues? issues are? Yeah. <laughs> Domestic related. Oh. Uh, it's, you know, had some issues at Florida State, goes to Marshall, and, you know, he, it, some stuff with a you know ex girlfriend that type of thing uh, and type of guy you have to do your homework on and so you know we're gonna assume here that the Cowboys did their homework on this guy uh, because as a talent he's there uh, just he, it's a complicated conversation when we talk about off the field started at Florida State went to Butler Community College which is in the Kansas area right yeah, yes in Kansas so Butler Community College listed at 350 for his playing weight overall Brian really quickly give me a quick scouting report that was his playing weight now he's back down to 308 which is something impressive yeah Dane's right about this guy this guy's got no wasted motion though when he plays or ducking his head if the dinder, if the defender tries to move him he's able to adjust without any problems he's he's quick he can adjust. He plays in space easily. He's not stressed out one bit than the way he plays when you watch him. He's got great patience as a pass blocker. He gets movement in the running game due to his athletic ability. He does a great job staying after his blocker. He stays engaged. He's got awareness. He knows what's going on around him. He can pass stunts. He can locate his man no problem. I just felt like he needed more, a little bit more bulk and a little bit more strength. But I don't think that's a problem with his frame. I know it's a six seven frame. But I have a feeling he'll be able to add some weight and uh, and do that. But I love how smooth and fluid he is as a player. So first offensive player for the Cowboys taken in this year's draft. We'll learn more about Josh Ball and look ahead to where the Cowboys select next. You're listening to the 2021 NFL Draft on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. Josh Ball, anybody else want to take a swing at the newest Dallas Cowboy? Really, I I haven't watched him, and if the off if the concerns are off. By the way, the next pick is Deontay Smith, tackle from East Carolina. The pick after the Cowboys. I don't want to start the run again. (laughs) There they go. (laughs) I don't want to speak out of turn on something that I haven't read up about, so I'm going to do that first. But I just there's there's clearly a a transition here. Some it's this is different. 
The, I mean, Micah Parsons. Off field, high character. Off field, Which, high character. I brought I brought this up with. That's interesting. Too. I brought this up with Brian last night. Like for years, Brian used to get frustrated because he's did. just one of the best possible football players. And you're you're getting them, Micah Parsons, Kelvin Joseph, and now uh, Josh Ball. You tell me, you know they fantastic players that you have to do your homework on. Well. Hopefully they've done it, but you can't tell me that that is not a paradigm shift from what mm-hmm. we saw during the Jason Garrett era. Let me just – okay, so this is from – I'm going to read straight from my draft guide. Um, uh, he went through 2018 spring drills at Florida State, but he was suspended from the team that May of 2018 after a Title IX investigation determined he was responsible for domestic violence against his ex-girlfriend. Uh, the ex-girlfriend filed for an injunction for protection against domestic violence, reported to police two instances uh, instances of alleged battery. Uh, Ball left, went to community college, and he returned to Tallahassee. The uh, university actually approved his reinstatement, but he decided just to part ways, and he goes to Marshall. So it's it's a complicated conversation because uh, you know I know uh, some of his former coaches go to bat for him, and you know is this. Uh, an instance of bad judgment? Is it something that maybe didn't happen quite the way that it's alleged? We, we don't know all the, all the facts. You know, there's only so many people that do, but it's something that the Cowboys better have done their homework on. Buddy Johnson, the newest pick, if buying the Steelers at 140, as we're now four selections from the back half of the f- fourth round in the NFL draft. But Dave, you talk about the paradigm shift and, and one of the things that we've had when talking with scouts and, and parts of the scouting department is just how tough it is for this year specifically learning who these guys are. Do you feel confident that even making this pick in the fourth round that they have done their homework in the background of what ball brings to the table? That's a really interesting conversation because, you know, it kind of made waves Thursday and Friday. They only really talked to Micah Parsons one time. Couple of, yeah. Which is interesting. Or, you know, like the front office, you know, exactly, you're allowed yeah. to have, you know, smaller communications. And then Jabril Cox says, you know, they were talking to him throughout the draft process. So, you know, they have that capability. And yeah, I mean, you would assume that they're going to turn over every stone, but I, I can't say for sure. I, I am curious, and Jeff's right. Like it goes, it's almost like a roller coaster. Like mm-hmm. you're like, ah, iffy to like, oh, rock solid. This guy's maybe, maybe the hope is that they balance each other out. Pick like this guy, and then this guy will lead him. We'll pick this yeah. guy, and this guy will lead him. I don't have a great answer to that, other than to say that I hope, I hope they have. Uh, but we'll see that this. This is a fascinating class because, like, my impression of it right now off the rip is that it could either be really, really fantastic or blow up in their face. So I will give you one thing that's kind of interesting. So I have a little bit of a background in West Virginia. I went and did minor league baseball up there. So I've got some people with the Marshall community, and I've got some people that actually know his current girlfriend in dental school just by chance. And so far, uh, the reports back I've gotten are good. I know that's just based off of friends and, and people around him, but I haven't heard anything bad so far, which is nice, just from what I've reached out about. But I'm going to continue to do that, do that and keep maybe reporting back as to what kind of character Josh Ball has. But, uh, I mean, like you said, Dane, earlier, top 100 tape, that's definitely exciting for Cowboys fans. If you have a developmental project at offensive tackle, it's more so intriguing than maybe throwing a Terrence Steele out there again. 
Yeah, we wanted him to go offensive line. They did. And listen, if this works out, great, because he is a tremendous talent. And, you know, I, I think just based off of, uh, you know, what he can do and how coaches have talked about him, you know, this, this could turn out to be a, looking like a steal when it's all said and done. Um, it's just, it is curious in a, in a draft where we had, Few, uh, fewer opportunities to learn about these guys. They've taken so many swings on some character questions. Uh, just very, very curious. But hey, if it works out, no regrets. We are just about ready to get back on the radio on the other side of joining 105.3 The Fan. We're going to have some secret audio to listen to with Josh Ball as he's the newest Cowboy. The Cowboys selecting at 179. A little bit of time to wait as the Packers just took Royce Newman out of Ole Miss. Back here from the star in Frisco as we are wrapping up round number four of the 2021 NFL Draft. We've got some picks to catch you up on. Most recently for the Cowboys, Josh Ball, offensive tackle out of Marshall. Here's the secret audio as he got the call from Jerry Jones. Josh, Jerry Jones with the Cowboys. Yes, sir. Listen, I wanted to call you. We've just turned your card in. Yes, sir. I'm ready to work. Well, I'll tell you this. I'm proud uh, for you. We've had a lot of discussion, and the uh, big thing is you got a lot of support here. We're excited about having you on our team, and, uh, uh, boy, I'll tell you what, uh, you've got the tools. You can have a great career here, and I can get to be a part of something special with you involved. Yes, sir, I'm ready. I'm ready to get down there and get to work. I'm ready to go. Okay, okay. Well, I want to hand you to Coach Mike McCarthy, your head coach here. Here he is. Yes, sir. Josh, Mike McCarthy, Coach congrats. McCarthy. Hey, congratulations. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Are you excited? Oh, my God. I'm, I'm ready to work. I'm ready to go to work. Go. All right. Awesome. Hey, this is a great moment for you and your friends and family, so enjoy it, and uh, I'll see you on the 14th. Really looking yes, forward sir. to working Sounds with good. you, man. I'm ready to go, Coach. All right, partner. Of course, a lot of excitement there from Josh Ball. Following the pick from Ball, it goes to Deontay Smith to the Bengals at – uh, or out of East Carolina at 139. Buddy Johnson, linebacker from Texas A&M, went to the Steelers at 140. 141, the Rams selected Jacob Harris, wide receiver from UCF. And then Royce Newman, offensive tackle and offensive line extraordinaire out of Ole Miss, as he could really play anywhere on that line. Those are the last five picks. So we are at the Jets at one four. Excuse me, now the, the Raiders have traded into 143. Fun little tidbit there. Uh... You know, NFL teams are allowed to uh, traditionally. I got you know. I, I'm sure it's all being played by ear with COVID nineteen. But you know, you have your rookies in for some sort of camp or you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Orientation. Mm-hmm. One or two weekends after the draft, Mike McCarthy said the 14th. 14th. So I wonder, or I assume that means the rookies will be doing. Uh, maybe it'll be virtual. I don't know, but I guess they'll be getting together on the 14th for something. That's I've been wondering about that because again we're sort of in unprecedented territory, so that's something to watch. My guy Jacob Harris, uh, the wide receiver, the former soccer player, off the board. One of my favorite sleepers in this draft, uh, off the board of the Rams here at pick one forty one. Really, really intriguing player, six five, two twenty, freak athlete. Uh, it's going to help out on special teams while they develop his role in offense. But uh, you know, fun player. Glad to see him off the board. There's Brian's guy, Tyree Gillespie from Missouri. Safety goes to the Raiders at 143. How about John Gruden, huh? 
Is, is that you your just, new team? You just waffle back and forth between whether you think he's good at his job or not. It's just a matter of oh, no, he was there. Good. No, he, he, he was out of the room for this one. Right. Yeah, <laughs> he went to go get something to eat. Now, now he's coming back. He's, oh, who do we take? Oh, we took this Gillespie kid from Missouri. What? Does he still, does he still return your calls? Yeah, he does. Okay. He does. He, he doesn't know how Brian talks about him on the radio. <laughs> yes. If he found out how much I rip him, he, he wouldn't talk to me. Turn on the Odyssey app and, and uh, hear about it. He rips me, too. Don't worry about it. Oh, I'm positive. We're all good. Do you return his calls? That's the biggest oh, question. Yeah. He'll, he'll, he's like, he, he's known me all these years. He still spells my first name wrong. I mean, it, my, really? it, it, it's still, Brian. hey, Brian, be all right. It'll Come be all right. on. Yeah. Yeah. still not it. like that hard you better of a slap thing an to H get. in his name when you talk to him then. Nah. That know. would be <laughs> fantastic, actually. I'll tell you what a cool thing I did with him one time, though. We were down in uh, Clearwater, Florida. You know, he started out, he was a, a Hooters wing say, cook. Did you go to the original Hooters? Yeah. He, he jumped would. back there and cooked wings for everybody. He would. Yeah. That's... Head ball coach cooking wings. As somebody who worked in a wing restaurant, all you have to do is drop them in the fryer. It's not <laughs> I like think it's hard. You, you, have, you have to be able to toss them at the end of the day. You, you know toss them around, how easy you? it is to put wings in a bowl with sauce and flip it around You a few would times? probably mess that up. I did it night on, like hours on end, night did, after uh, night. Wait a minute. You said you only had that job for like. I had it for a full summer in college. Oh, I thought you said you did it for a week. No, I did it for a summer. <laughs> what was the job you quit you only had for a week? Uh, it was something you said, I'm not doing this anymore. I'd have to think about it. Okay. It definitely wasn't that. I, yeah. I Sports writer? Stood over. I wish. <laughs> Probably making more money. <laughs> We're definitely not in this for the money. Definitely Wait, not. The Vegas drafted Gillespie, right? Yeah. Vegas. Third safety. Trevon Merrick, Divine Diablo. We're we gonna get a safety speech. Tyree now? Gillespie. <laughs> Look at John Gruden. Isn't that that's maybe Diablo will be a linebacker? He has to be a linebacker. Oh, Clark Hunt. Carolina did that a few years ago with corners. The James Bradbury draft, where you're just like, are you? I mean, we're just yeah. you're just throwing stuff at the wall until somebody makes the team. Plus, if you need two safeties, don't assume that picking two is going to fill that. Absolutely, like you will have misses. There's my other Florida State guy, yeah, Joshua Kane Do- Doe. Excuse me, Kane Doe. He's a good player, edge rusher from Florida State. Yeah, a four and five star recruit. I mean, if you want to build a defensive end to look something similar to Joshua Kane Doe, battled some injuries uh, over his career, but. A guy that will get after it. Uh, they're showing the pick six right now on TV against North Carolina. Uh, if he was healthy and you know he didn't have the knee injury, we'd be probably talking about him as a top 50 guy. So just a really talented player. It's the Chiefs again, Brian. Just making good picks. Yeah, it's the Chiefs. That's, Golly. that's a team you need to pull for. Champions, they say. Yeah. Once I think they have it on they're their the wall. Champions, Super Bowl champions. Once yeah. upon a time they were. Yeah. Much like the Cowboys. That back, pick back does. That pick does conclude the fourth round. Going into the fifth round here, we should have three more to go. Josh Ball on the phone as of the next couple of moments, but we're going to take a break, try and get that so that the way the radio folks can hear it as well. You're listening to the 2021 NFL Draft on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. So if you're on the internet side of things, you may have some exclusive content coming up with Josh Ball coming in the next couple of moments. We're trying to get him on the phone at the moment. Into the fifth round we go. Cowboys pick a lot later on. They don't own their initial pick here. As that would have originally been 156, and the Dolphins hold that right now. What was that for? Do you remember, Dave? Don't, is, is no. It, I, no. It's not Unless for Robert Quinn. What, Rob, the Robert Quinn stuff all happened already, right? That was like two years ago. I think. Um, is this? Maybe? I don't know. Miami was, would there, be there, there, they there, traded up in the draft last year on day three. 
If it's, it's not a blockbuster maybe. trade. You sure like a Robert Quinn like no. it goes up and then an extra I'm not sure at all. I have okay. no idea. I'm just dolphins. Let, like wait, it. so who's on the clock right now? <laughs> or, I I I'm I'm just I'm following I'm following what the T V tells me who's picking. I don't I don't know where these picks came from. But sure, maybe it was part of the Robert Quinn trade. Luke Farrell is going to Jacksonville. Wow. That's a surprise. Oh, it sounds like Luke Farrell, not highly ranked by Dane Brugler. <laughs> or he had him in the second round. Well, we get no, anything just, back on Brevin Jordan? I didn't get anything back yet. <laughs> it's that bad, huh? Uh, maybe they're maybe they're doing <laughs> maybe they're doing a physical on him right now. <laughs> what if they sent back a text that said, Remember what Kyle Shanahan said? Uh, oh Jeez. Oh. Good lord, Jeff. Well no, just that there's uncertainty about oh. all these players. Sure. Yeah, that's what you meant. <laughs> so. I hope that's what you meant. Yeah. It is. There's okay. uncertainty. Still just starting the fifth round, man. For all of <laughs> three more three more to go. Or starting the fifth round, I should say. Dane, Lord. where did you have Luke Farrell rated? Because he was my twenty first tight end. Um, let's see. He was my number twenty third. Hmm. But I mean he's he he's a solid player. There's nothing about him that you know, screams fifth round. Uh, and Ohio State does not feature their tight ends very much in that offense. Uh, but solid blocker. Uh, he caught the ball when he was when it was thrown to him. But there's just nothing that really separates him. Uh, but if you think that he can stay on the field as a blocker, I understand why they pick him here. So the Jets are on the clock. They've had a really good draft so far. Zach Wilson, Elijah Vera Tucker, Elijah Moore, Michael Carter. Take another offensive guy here. Could they? By the way, who drafted Luke Farrell? Uh, the, the Jacksonville, Jacksonville Who's Jaguars. Who's head coach of the Jaguars? Uh, oh, Urban he Meyer. He only hated the quarterback. Yeah. Did he hate the quarterback? He probably wanted the quarterback if Trevor Lawrence wasn't there. Same thing as Hayton. Is it? Yep. You just love him right So you're drafting him? Fields over Lawrence? Actually, yes, I would have. Yeah, he did. He did say it on the radio. Yeah, he did. He said that. <laughs> what kind of look was that? <laughs> kind of like, oh, okay, smarty man. No, I mean, hey, He's, he, dis- <laughs> he, did, he disagrees. The beauty of it is they'll play football in the NFL. Yeah. See, and in five you, years, you took, one of us will be like, yeah. hey, see, now if that was that? me, I'd be like yelling at you right now. Yeah, Dane, <laughs> well, a little what? more calm. No, it's okay to disagree. No, no, no. no that's what I'm saying. I, if, I, if you dis- disagreed with me, I'd have been yelling at him gotcha. about it. You were very calm about it. <laughs> no, it, it, uh, it's one of those things where it's not worth a, an argument over Fields and Lawrence. Like, if you watch him, well, those two this, quarterbacks and like this, Fields better. Okay, just the quarterback position in general. Yeah, that, those are those are fist fights every day, right? Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, it, we, we could it, all, it's yeah. such a yeah. nuanced evaluation. Sure. Here's your answer, courtesy of our friend Russ. Um, we gave Ooh. Philly that pick last year for Biotish, and Philly gave it to Miami as part of the day one trade oh, this year. So again, it. it's all it gets so See, convoluted. Last year, who cares? Jamie and Sherwood. Out of Auburn, the safety goes to the Jets, so their first defensive player off the board. Good player. Closing in on the 1 o'clock hour as we continue rolling through day three coverage of the 2021 NFL Draft on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com from inside the star in Frisco. We are three picks in to the fifth round and with the final selection of the fourth round for the Dallas Cowboys at 138. They selected offensive tackle Josh Ball out of Marshall. He's on the line. Josh Congratulations, a big day for you coming from Huntington all the way to Frisco. What's going through your mind right now? 
Wow, just what an, what an amazing opportunity. Uh, can't wait to be down there in Frisco and just be a part of the uh, Dallas Cowboys organization. And it's, it's just a blessing, and uh, uh, I'm, ready, I'm ready to get to work. Hey, Josh, you know, you're sitting here watching your name come off. The, the scouting report on you is you know, the natural talent to have maybe gone yesterday uh, higher in the draft, and, and maybe it's more um, issues with your time at Florida State that led to you falling today. I'm just curious what this draft process has been like to, uh, for you and, and what your conversations have been like with NFL teams and, and with the Cowboys uh, to help teams get a handle on all that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, the past is the past. It's over with and done with. Everybody's moved on. Um, and I don't really have a comment about that. It's just, uh, it's just a lot, uh, you know, about getting to know me as a, as a person and getting, getting to know my, uh, mental side on, on the ball stuff and, uh, just seeing how my mind works, uh, with, with, with protections, run game and stuff like that. And just kind of running that through my head and seeing how I work and put things together. So, uh, you know, that's how most of these calls went, especially with the Cowboys. And, uh, yeah, that's. What uh, and you know you you mentioned calls with the Cowboys. What what's this process been like with Dallas? Uh, have you had a chance to talk to to Joe Philbin or just what what has this process been like for you uh, with Dallas? Did you, did you have an inkling they might have an interest? Right. So yeah, I, I had a Zoom with uh, Coach Philbin and uh, we went over some stuff, went some uh, some passing stuff and, and run run game stuff as well. And uh, we we went over some things and uh, you know I I, I, I was thinking. Uh, you know, I was going to be a Dallas Cowboy today, uh, about around 1.30, and I got the call. And, uh, yeah, I talked to Coach Philbin, and they're fired up to get me down there. Some things I definitely got to work on before I get there and, uh, you know, and take just get down there in Dallas and uh, work on some things to be a better football player. So, What kind of gave you that inkling? Any kind of indication there as to, to where you were going to fall with the Cowboys? Honestly, no. Uh, it came out of nowhere, you know. It was a blessing in disguise, and uh, I'm just so grateful to have the opportunity to be in Frisco. I'm just, I'm just fired up. So uh, it did come out of nowhere, but uh, like I said, I'm blessed and ready to go. So, offensive line is is kind of a, a legacy here in Dallas, uh, especially. I mean forever but especially over the last decade with guys like tyron smith zach martin uh for any fans listening that appreciate offensive line play what what are your strengths what do you like to do um on the field absolutely yeah uh you know growing growing up and at marshall and stuff we watched a lot of tyron smith um cut ups and tape and i love the way he plays uh you know i i think i have a little inkling of him in me uh you know i'm gonna have long arms i get get my arms on uh, hands on people really quick and fast uh, in the pass pro, I have great feet, um, and, and on the run game, I'm just fast, physical, physical, and nasty. Uh, you know, and that, that's some traits that I think I see in myself, uh, along with Tyron Smith. And you know, I, I really crafted my game around him uh, growing up, and just watching a lot of film, like I said. And uh, again, just fired up to get down there and uh, show him what I have. So, hey, Josh, how much do you weigh in right now? Um, last week I weighed in about three fourteen. Okay. So that's that's a little bit heavier than what you played at there this season. Am I correct about that? Yeah, my, my weight has fluctuated uh, up and down in the past couple uh, years, uh, two years, um, but they're both different seasons. But uh, I feel comfortable where with I'm at right now. Um, but it is a little heavier than what I did play in 2020. Absolutely. Josh, thanks so much for spending some time with us. Congratulations. We look forward to watching you on the field soon. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Go Cowboys.
There he goes. His first go Cowboys on the air. I like that, adding it in at the end of the phone call. Josh Ball out of Marshall, offensive tackle. To catch you up on a couple of picks, Jamie and Sherwood, safety from Auburn, was right before the phone call. Brevin Jordan, tight end out of Miami. Dane finally goes off the board at 147 to Houston. Brought time. Uh, good athlete. Uh, you know, there's maybe, you know, Johnu Smith type of player. Uh, you know, is a competent blocker, not an overwhelming guy, but, uh, can get the job done. Uh, and like I said, he, he's going to help you as an athlete move the chains, give you some of those chunk plays. Surprised he's still here in the fifth round, but a uh, pretty good value for Houston. And Taquan Graham just going off the board to Atlanta at 148. What'd you think about what Graham brought to the table? Uh, former defensive end who bulked up, moved inside. Um, you know, I think the Senior Bowl probably helped him, uh, giving him that opportunity on, on that stage. Uh, you know, decent quickness, plays with length. Uh, you know, he's not shy beating up the guy in front of him. So uh, I think this is. I'm surprised to see him go ahead of some of these defensive tackles that we still have left on the board. We're talking about our USC defensive tackle, Davion Nixon. Uh, still out there, which you know we know could be you know more of a a fit concern. Um, what other defensive tackle? It's just not a great defensive tackle group. And so it's just teams are not afraid to take one early and maybe reach on a guy if they feel like the need is there. Marvin Wilson still out there, Jeff's guy. Let's go. Interesting All group. the Marvin Wilson baby. How long do we have to wait? Like a million picks, mm-hmm. but we got a chance here. Probably this round. Yeah, he's going Let's somewhere. Go. I have a compensatory period right there towards the end. Another another name that's kind of been tossed around. Oh, first kicker. kicker off the board. We got a kicker. <laughs> Evan McPherson from Florida off the board to Cincinnati. I'm going to assume he's good at kicking because he got I, drafted. Yeah. Congrats in to the Gavin fifth Skittle round and everybody that is uh, big into the kicker game with uh, your kicker getting picked. Great job, everybody. <laughs> hey, is the football in the NFL a different size than in college by like a tiny bit, or is it the exact same? I definitely think it's a different size. Okay. Yeah, slightly why. Yeah, because I always wonder how come any great college kicker can't still kick the ball straight in the NFL, and it just creeps me out a little bit. <laughs> just you know, like, what's the guy just got, a tiny little switch. What's the guy that um, it wasn't that long ago that was like he never missed in college he got to the nfl and like florida got, state yeah and he yeah. got cut uh, by yeah. like well he can't kick like you're kicking this doesn't change and this just goes to show the hard work from our crew at dallascowboys.com they, they have highlights of the kicker evan mcpherson of they do. He this is it. fantastic top kicker in the draft uh he set records at florida uh with the 50 yard kicks he's the most accurate uh kicker in sec history so uh he was the top kicker in the Bengals had a need there uh, at kicker, and so they didn't want to risk losing him another pick. I think they lost three games last year because of the kicking problems. I think they they tied a game against Philadelphia that was they came down to a missed kick. Mm-hmm. You know that they had a chance, and yeah. So, well, but they've also had a history too. Maybe I'm wrong about this. Them and the Jets, the two teams, I always remembered them drafting kickers early. Mm-hmm. You know, that was one of those those things, too, that you go back and think about. But, yeah, that hey, good for them. First kicker comes off the board before some of our uh, defensive tackles, running backs, you know, guys like that. So a couple things here, just from what I'm hearing from, from the Cowboys camp at the moment. I don't know if we have a look inside the war room, but uh, a name that's been tossed around for a little bit has been Quentin Bohana 
out of Kentucky. Kentucky defensive tackle. Senior, I mean, product out of Tennessee. He's a guy that the Cowboys have certainly been interested in. Is this right around the realm where he would potentially go, Dane, if you would think 150 to 160? Uh, it's pretty early to me, but... You think so? Yeah, I mean, he's he's basically a, just a you know a big tree stump you're going to put in the middle of that line. And so if you're looking for that specific type of player, uh, the guy that's just going to eat up blocks and uh, be able to use that size and wide base, then maybe he's a fit. Um, but it's just, yeah, he's a specific type of defensive tackle with the way he's used. The reason I ask that is, is because there's apparently rumors that they're trying to trade up here. I'll tell you what, man. This guy is not sloppy at all, though. When you look at him physically, I mean, and and you know, you, you think he hurt his hurt his knee in October. Am I right about that, yes, Dane? And so he missed three games. He's a really thick guy. I said he doesn't look sloppy at all. He can anchor down in the run game. I mean, he's really good against power. He's not going to get moved. He's going to he's strong to stack and he's strong to control. Uh, he plays well when he has to do with double teams. He's a square guy. I, I don't see him getting turned or knocked sideways. And he plays really hard to stay that way. I, I just kind of impressed with the way he, you know, finds the ball and can control and locate. So, you know, I, 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 I my notes were pretty good on him. Uh, I did see Dane. I noticed this. He wore a knee brace in the Florida game, but not against Mississippi State. So that's kind of, you know, when you start talking about knees and stuff. can always count on you to brace scout. You always, you always have your eye on that. Yeah, I just, <laughs> you, you, you are very observant. Yeah, see, and they, I mean, they've talked with Bahana, they've talked with Marvin Wilson. It could be either one of those guys, but if, if they you probably had... did both workouts, they probably sent one. They probably, I don't, I don't know about Kentucky. I know, I know, Dan Quinn went to the Kentucky workout because well, he Mike had McCarthy it. yesterday McCarthy said he was there. there. Yeah, so yeah, okay. but that was that could have also been for Kelvin Joseph, and then you see down the road. Oh, yeah. look, there's Bahana there as well. The Eagles selection at 150, running back Kenneth Gainwell from oh, Memphis is going to be in the division. Oh, no. Why do they keep making the good picks? So the Eagles like are having that. the best draft? Ooh. Yeah, I don't like I mean, that. it's up there. I don't like that. Oh, no. Uh, good news is oh, that their no, organization's no, no. a train wreck and they don't have a quarterback. But I was going to say, well. They're doing a nice job. <laughs> if you want to pull back to the big picture, they have the resources to get a quarterback next year. They're going to give Hurts a shot, and we know how that's going to go. So. Wow. What's well, we don't year? know. The future is unwritten. Eh, we Natasha <laughs> you, you just got done saying they don't have a quarterback. Yeah, you know. No, he's not. <laughs> you, you, Philadelphia is not a threat until they get a quarterback. Tell me right now who's QB1 next year. Do it. See, there isn't no. an obvious guy. That's answer. Probably Sam Howell. Yeah. North Carolina. I like, North Carolina guy. I like Sam There's Howell. a lot of Baker Mayfield to him. There's going to be a rando that we don't that, that Dane has as a five right now. That's going to throw 48 <laughs> touchdowns and three picks. We're like, that's Zach it. Wilson, yeah, sure. Is Spencer Rattler eligible next yeah. year? Okay. Yeah, he'll be in that mix. Yeah. Keaton Slova, Spencer Rattler. Um, there, there's a few guys that are in that mix. Uh, just on Tuesday, check out my 2022 month. There draft. we go. There's the plug. I'm we we made it to the fifth all. round, 150 picks in before we heard the first talk of the 2022 draft. Brian's going to be in denial that he'll be doing this next year until <laughs> December, and then he'll sign back up. Get ready. <laughs> <laughs> Buckle up. Here we go. Buckle up, boys. <laughs> Oh, so Kenneth Gainwell off the board. I think we've hit every pick so Man, far. That was a right? third round pick on my board, Dan. You guys have wow. any offensive? You guys have any offensive tackles left? Stone For Forsyth. The, yeah, yeah, Forsyth, uh, Jalen Moore. The, you want to draft another one? Yeah. After hearing him, yeah. Brandon Hamus. Yeah, I just want to say that the Cowboys' latest draft pick gets an F minus on addressing his red flags. His first chance at it. F minus. 
Wait, I'm sorry, what? Like when Dave, when you mentioned... I appreciate you asking the question, Dave. Yeah, I mean, when you mentioned it, I think that his answer was literally as bad as it could be. When it's, we've, everyone's moved on. It's passed in the past. When the accusation is up to 11... I, violence instances against a female. I didn't she like it. She may not have moved on, brother. Yeah, I hope good you point, don't make the team. I didn't like it, and I saw the number 11, and I like that even less. But, again, I'm reading all of this on the fly on the Internet right. as we go through the draft, so... I'm not gonna. I don't, I'm. I. I need to do some more work on that. But it did. It seemed worth asking. So it, no, it, it was it's, definitely worth asking. No, and it, it's tough because, like I said, I've talked to some that uh, they go to bat for them, and I don't. It, it's really hard. The the university was ready to reinstate him, which is really strange. So there just there are some facts that I know a lot of us don't know, and it's just I. I'm not sure what to think about that. Uh, It's just a, it's a really tough situation. And I I said this, I said it on Twitter. I said it earlier. I'll say it again. I, you know, they drafted, they drafted questionable guys when Jason Garrett was here, Randy Gregory being the most famous one. But when Jason Garrett said right kind of guy, he didn't actually mean Boy Scout. He meant guy that I'm confident will be there on Sunday because he's good at football and will stay enough out of trouble to not get suspended. And, how many guys have they drafted so far where you're not 100% confident about that? Quite a bit. It's, yeah, it's at I'll, least three. I'll, yeah, I will say the first two to me are, and again, it's accusations. Right. That I don't know all the details on, just what I've read. And that, but to I mean, me, the first two are very different than the last I come of, of 100%. Very different. 100%. And that, we said it when Kelvin Joseph got drafted. Everything I've heard about him is more... Is he as bought in on football as we want him to be, as opposed to is he a scumbag? Like right. I don't think Kelvin Joseph is a scumbag at all. Right. So, but again, the, you know, these are just guys that you better be a hundred percent sure of. I will say, I'm encouraged to hear that the Cowboys were in contact with Josh Ball. Like it's not like they just drafted him on a whim without sure. at least talking to him during the process. So yeah, you'd hope not. Yeah, that's at least something. But it, it it's interesting. This just feels like a shift from what we've been used to with with the type of guys they look at. So the Broncos on the clock here, one fifty two. Larry, Bar- is it Barum? Barum? Borum? Borum? Out of off- uh, offensive tackle out of Missouri, rather goes to the Bears at one fifty one. A messy mauler, basically what he is. <laughs> it doesn't always look pretty, uh, but I wonder if they're going to play him inside a guard. Uh, I think that might be where his best spot is. Tevin Jenkins at right tackle. Uh, Borum inside. That might be a fit. Tevin Jenkins and Borum. I like that pick back st- and forth. We're still on the ra- internet, right? We're not on the radio? No, we're on the radio. Oh, we are? Oh, well. Yep. Hey, hi, radio people. Yeah, there's the radio listeners Why, out there. Why, were you about to do something reckless? I was just going <laughs> to get out of my seat for a sec. But if we're on the radio, I feel like I owe it to y'all. <laughs> Brian doesn't care. <laughs> Brian Broad doesn't care. <laughs> Look, it's seven and a half hours today. He Yesterday for Brian and I was nine hours. That's 18. No, that's seven a lot. is 25 and a half. Uh, if Brian wants to walk to the corner, he can go ahead. It's uh, like sitting still and talking doesn't seem like it should be that tiring, but it is. It is, and well, especially whenever there's 400 players. If Dane's talking, and then it's 750 players that you're trying to go through and comb through in this draft. So there's going to be some some mental aspects of it. And the Cowboys only have one pick in the fifth round. Yeah, How this is this is, is our this is our time off, right? We're supposed to have multiples in every round. It's way more fun. It's it's concerning how much I like Philadelphia's draft. I like it a lot. 
Let's uh, let's talk about that then. Who's uh, outside of Philadelphia? What do we think about the NFC draft? Uh, NFC this, East draft. I was just about so to say far. the NFC East. Uh, I like it. Uh, the Giants. Let's see, let's pull them up here. What we got uh, for the Giants? Kadarius Tony wasn't a huge fan of that pick in the first round, although I, he's a really electric talent. Aziz Ajilari in the second round, I like a lot. Aaron Robinson, the corner out of UCF, like a lot in the third. I wasn't a huge Ellerson Smith fan of, out of Northern Iowa. He's a big, athletic defensive end. I think he lacks power in his hands, and that's where he really needs to improve if he's going to make it at the next level. I know some teams actually looked at him as a tight end, but uh, the Giants have done a really nice job here. And you know, Washington with Jamin Davis out of Kentucky in the first round. If he becomes their Darius Leonard, obviously that's going to be a home run. Uh, Cosme in the second, Benjamin St. Just in the third, and Deami Brown in the third. Like that a lot. And then John Bates, the conversion tight end, uh, or the inline tight end there in the fourth round. And we have a Longhorn off the board here in the fifth round, Caden Stern. If he plays like his freshman year at Texas, this guy will be an all-pro. Wow. If he if he plays like yeah. he has the last two years, it's it's almost like he was playing as not to hurt himself. Yeah, he's playing conservative. Yeah, he would Just, he would line up in uh, Waco while everybody else was in Austin. You know, kind of a thing. Plays really deep, so. But <laughs> that, I, that never gets old for me. No, but it's that. true. I mean, he's a, he his freshman year was a special player. He really, really was. Waco and Austin, Central Texas. Shout out to all those down there listening in Central Texas. Yeah, I mean. Caden Stern's second Longhorn taken because Taquan Graham went a little bit earlier. Is this later than we expected him to go, Dane? No. I mean, right I, 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 I had a fifth on him, so okay. I think this is right around the range where he should. Uh, Boring. He's just not a playmaker. Nope. Um, you know, he'll – and, you know, it wasn't a guy that it, you really pointed to as you know someone that's going to go get the football um, as a run defender. He'll throw his body around, uh-huh. but he's an ankle biter. You know he'll tie your shoes for you while he's down there. Uh, you know trying to tackle your ankles. So just uh, hard to really love him, but test it off the charts. And like Brian said, the uh, freshman year when you know if you see it once, that's something that scouts will look at. If you've yep. seen it once, you know he can do it. You just got to get it out of him. And so in the fifth round, throwing darts, I understand why Stearns is off the board here. Apparently that was a player of some interest for Dallas maybe as somebody to go up and get if they wanted to trade up. I think it was between him and Bohana and Wilson. Maybe Wilson. I don't know that one for sure. But there's a couple guys I would guys really there. like to see them draft Wilson. I would like that too, especially here in the fifth. Yeah, I really would. Now that we're in the fifth, yeah, I think that's you yeah, know, awesome. 179. Only got 20 picks to get there, right? Well, It'll happen. he's made it so far. Yeah. Does... Your TCU safety get drafted today? I was. I'll, I'll say. I'll say Ooh. yes. Like it's interesting. Like I knew. Like when I'd been tweeting out my best players available all through every round of the draft, and Washington's been there from the beginning. I always added, "I know, I know" in parentheses <laughs> because, like, I know he's not getting picked in the first round, second round, probably not in the third round. But to me, safety is such an instinctual position that when you're on day three, somebody should take that opportunity to just bring him in camp. And if he starts flashing and you go, oh, crap, maybe this little dude can actually play in the NFL. Uh, Yeah, I think he'll get drafted. So the Browns are on the clock. This is a pick that they took from Detroit. When we come back, we'll see exactly what's lining up for the Cowboys whenever they're on the clock at 179. We're in the fifth round, and you're listening to the 2021 NFL Draft on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. 
Here's now, your internet, people. Now we're only on the internet. Now we can walk away. Yeah, now I can get oh, up. Thanks. You, Sorry, y'all. Love you, though. We're just going to all walk away. Dane, take it. Rest of the time, we got to eat some grilled cheese. <laughs> all right. That's fine. Uh, what we got here? So what are the Browns going to do? Wide receiver, maybe? We were hoping you were going to tell us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why, why is our USC defense tackle still out there? Tui Pelotu. No pass rush? I mean, but still. Maybe they right. just didn't want to print his name on a jersey. They took though, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, that's a surprise. Deontay Brown still being out there is a surprise, too. I know there's not only so many spots for him, but that's a surprise. Hampson Nasruddin, that's more medical than anything. Trey Smith, the, the guard from that's, Tennessee. That's all medical. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Why didn't you tell me that? Did you read the guide? I didn't read it. You sent it to me, and I didn't read that player. But I evaluated him. I put him in the third round. Why did I put him in the th- Is he a third-round player, with, but the medical is killing him? He was my 99th-ranked player. So, okay. I mean, I, it, it's hard when you, you have blood clots in your lungs. And, you know, like, what do you do with that? You know, it. I thought he was going to fall a little bit. Uh, I don't know where he's going to end up, though. Bernie. Bernie's well, – I guess he lives there. I was going to say he's still hanging around, huh, Bernie? Yeah, here to open the draft. Day three, still kicking it. Good for him. Got us a youngster on the pick here, Tony Fields the second. Love it. Really instinctive player. A little undersized, but love the instincts. Uh, he's a good player. Arizona transfer goes to West Virginia, lights it up. He was a he's a big time player, so I, I like that pick for the Browns. Uh, Koromoa and now uh, Fields. It's a nice addition to their linebacker depth chart. So, with that being another defensive player, uh, was defense going into this draft the the number one priority for Cleveland? Just for you being up in that area of the country. Oh yeah, I mean, defense is where they needed to get better at all levels. Um, you know, defensive line, linebacker, secondary, uh, and that uh, it's obviously been the focus of what they've done so far uh, all three days. Uh, I mean, you look at what they've uh, the the draft picks they've had here: Greg Newsom in the first, Awusukora Mo in the second. Uh, they did draft Schwartz and Hudson, the wide receiver and tackle. Then they go Tommy Togiai and then back to field. So they have addressed every level of the defense with uh, four of these picks here in the first uh, five rounds. Do we think there's a chance here that the Cowboys go with a wide receiver in this round with a, a bunch of them still on the board? In the fifth round, I thought you there was a chance in the anything. fourth. Sure, yeah. It, this late, you don't rule out anything. Anything is possible. Uh, just on, who knows? They might have a third round grade out there on one of these guys. And if that's the case, go and get get your guy. Uh, now, it, it could be a position they don't need, but this is a game of attrition. We just don't know what the roster is going to look like by you know the time the season opener gets here, let alone next year. And in Jeff's words, he wants to draft another defensive or another offensive tackle. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, just pick, I don't think just you said that kind player. of in like tongue in cheek a little bit. No, I wasn't tongue in cheek. I know you weren't tongue in cheek, but specifically like with the roster, if you take everything else out of it, that wouldn't be a bad idea either. Of just taking another offensive lineman. Yeah, um, I you know, but you are day three, so I think you're literally just picking the best player because uh, you know, unless it's like, hey guys, there's zero chance this guy can make our roster. I think you're just looking for whoever you like the best that your scouts are like, holy cow, that guy's still here. Just pick him, bring him in, bring in talent. Because right now you're just looking for in an area where, honestly, we can talk about the guys we like that are getting picked. 
most of them aren't going to be good NFL players on day three. So you're just looking for the best guy you can find so that hopefully he can make your team. The Jets just took uh, Michael Carter out of another Michael Carter out of North mm-hmm. Carolina. This one actually from Duke as yeah. he's the safety. What do you think about him, Dane? Really good athlete. Played mostly in the nickel. Um, you know, we'll see where they play him. Is going to be a, a safety or or not? But yeah, he was the the second best known Michael Carter in the ACC <laughs> behind a North Carolina running back. But uh, he's a solid player. I, I didn't love him. He wasn't for me, but I, I know there were some scouts that, that did like him quite a bit. He, he was down the board. couple really good Duke players in this draft. Noah Gray is still available, though, right? Tight end from Duke? Yeah, it's a tight end, yeah. Um, you already saw Rumpf off the board. Mark Gilbert, the other defensive end. Yeah, the, the, the Duke defense had a few uh, possible day three picks here. Who did, I'm sorry, who did Cleveland pick? Because I'm sure Tony Fields, oh, the second. My gosh, okay, thank you. While you're smashing I was, that I was cheese. smashing that grilled cheese. I was trying to get as much as I could down to. Not uh, bad, by the way. Yeah, no, it's actually awesome. pretty good. Mm-hmm. We have never left our chairs at all throughout this entire process. Nope. Here on the DallasCowboys.com draft show and from inside the star in Frisco as we continue our wall-to-wall coverage of the 2021 NFL draft. We are currently at pick 155 in the middle of the fifth round and we've got some picks to catch up the radio listeners on. Tony Fields, linebacker from West Virginia, goes to the Browns at 153 and then at 154, the Jets take Michael Carter, the second safety from Duke, couple defensive playmakers. We've seen a couple safeties off the board in two of the last three picks, Dane. Yeah, and you know Mark Gilbert's a or uh, Michael Carter's a good player. Uh, yeah, like I said, the second best known Michael Carter from that conference, uh, but played a lot in the nickel. Has the athleticism where he can cover in space and pattern match. Um, you know, find the football. So uh, Duke's yeah, they got a few defensive players that could be hearing their names called today. What did you think about Tony Fields, West Virginia transfer from Arizona? I really do like the pick because he's an instinctive player, uh, undersized. And so, you know, I don't, you got to hide him or you got to move him around a little bit. So he's just going to be a run and chase guy, but he's in the right place at the right time consistently. Uh, just a little bit undersized. And yeah, he goes to West Virginia for his final year and he was the MVP of that team. He was a captain pretty quickly. So, uh, really, really like that pick for the Browns, which has been a common theme. Yeah, he uh, could, this draft. I think he could be a little hit and miss as a tackler, by the way. I was kind of watching him play and I thought the length, the lack of length gave him a little bit of a problem there on some of the plays. I mean, he stepped up one time and it was, I think it was the Oklahoma State game and he just, you know, uh, I think Hubbard just blasted through him on that. And it was kind of like, oh, kind of got my attention there. But I think the, there were, and then also that same game, there were several times with the ball, I didn't, the awareness aspect of things, the ball went one way and he was going the other. And it, it didn't just happen once. It happened like a couple of different times. He, he was a little bit of a step behind on some of that stuff, but, uh, I feel like he's one of those guys because of his height and his weight, he's going to have to play on this move, on the move. And the lack of bulk and length might be a little bit of a problem for him unless the team understands really how to use him. Another offensive tackle off the board, Jalen Moore from Western Michigan goes, started like 32 of his 37 career games. What do you know about him, Brian? 
Yeah, let me get to my notes here. I'm sorry. I'd, I'd say that, and then all of a sudden I have to do that. <laughs> I'm, not, okay. I'm not like Dane. I Bro, can't just fire it off the top of my Jaylen head. Jalen Moore is a good player. He's former defensive lineman. Yeah. He was actually a tight end in high school. Moves defensive line, moving to tackle. Uh, and this is a guy that scouts really like. Yep. Talking to area scouts like in October, November, they're like, hey, this Western Michigan kid. I was like, oh, yeah, Dwayne Eskridge. He's pretty – no, no, the tackle. So, wow. Okay, got to check out Jalen Moore. And they were right. He, he's a good player. I, I thought he'd actually go in round four. Uh, so uh, I think this is pretty good value here in round five. Yeah, I actually had him, and he was one of those guys round four. Dane's right about this. This guy is really – you talk about the kick, the slide. He's really so smooth. He does this without any issue. No, doesn't labor at all when it comes to his movement. There's snaps where the defender got off really quickly, and he was still able to get in front and somehow work himself in that position where he could get this, the man past the quarterback. He'll extend. He'll keep the rusher off his body. I'm impressed how he does that. He just doesn't give any ground, and he's a good run blocker, too. He could scoop. He could reach. He doesn't have any problem with that. Second level, no problem there. Stays with his guy. I mean, he doesn't allow his guy near the ball. I I, I thought he was a really good finisher there, too. So uh, really nice pick right there for the 49ers, uh, uh, grabbing an offensive tackle with some talent. Pittsburgh on the clock at the moment, and we do have some Ian Rappaport uh, news from a storyline that kind of broke earlier in the weekend. Zero back in studio doing some great work and sending this to me on the text. He said, or this is from Ian, says, The Broncos are a possible destination for Aaron Rodgers if the Packers trade him, which they say they won't, of course, right now. Also, they didn't take a quarterback on Thursday. Not unrelated. So maybe a little bit of smoke or a little fire where there's smoke there for the Broncos, of course, taking Patrick Sertan right before the Cowboys at 9 in day one. If you can get Aaron Rodgers, you absolutely should he change everything about your franchise and give you a chance to win a bunch of Super Bowls before he retires. It's a good but plan. Well, it's a but. Yes, there is. If you, if you pass on a and the reports were that Denver loved Justin Fields, right? Yes. If you pass on a guy that you consider one of the two or three best quarterbacks in this class, on the off chance that you pull off a trade of that magnitude, which basically never happens in the NFL, you're stupid. And that's just dumb. Especially, we knew a Rodgers trade. Did we really think that they passed on Fields because they thought they were getting Rodgers, though? Rappaport's suggesting it. He says it's not on, and I'm not saying that. Either that that or they lied about loving Fields. Because if you loved a quarterback but you felt like you had to pick a cornerback, you're bad at building a team. That's my point. And if, I'm, all I'm saying is if they purposefully didn't draft Justin Fields, because there's a 5% chance they can trade for Aaron Rodgers, they're really dumb. Yeah, don't <laughs> that's, do that. That's, that's all I'm saying. Plan. That's all I'm saying. I, I agree with that. I, I have a tough time buying that, though. No, so do I. That yeah. GM got a six-year deal up there. <laughs> got a little bit of time. Yeah. Go go for it if you think you can do it. But, I mean, even... Elway promoted himself. And draft yeah, draft, Justin, draft he, Justin Fields and use him as part of the trade later everybody, if you need Everybody to. you talk to in Denver says that... that Come on, Denver. George, come on, Denver. Mike Kills. Uh, Kills was that his name? I don't know. I, I yelled him at the like combine him. all yeah. the time. But, uh, but yeah, see, we're the, the things that I was hearing about that whole thing is that George Patton really liked Sertan. I mean, like he was he was keeping it like they didn't they didn't Zoom call him. They, they had none of the coaches. You know, they didn't do anything. Which I don't buy that either, by the way. No, that well, that's I mean, that's I'm talking to some Denver folks up there. That could be lying to me. It happens in this league every day. I just. The, Rappaport said that too. He was like, "Oh, you know," and he he brought up the Cowboys. He was like, "Well, they they didn't want a Zoom call and give anything away. Since when are Zoom calls public? Am I like you just do that in the privacy of your living room? Don't you? 
Am I crazy for thinking that? Well, the Zoom calls? Yeah. You, know, you, do, you get everybody on. You, you might be at the facilities and stuff like that. Are you talking about the player? Or I'm the... saying if you get on a Zoom call with a guy, are you tipping your hand? You don't have to tell well, people can, you're the, doing that. Yeah, but what can happen is that the, the player then leaks out that, oh, I had a nice chat with yeah, the Broncos today. True. You don't worry about yourself. You worry about the player leaking mm-hmm. the stuff out. I just – I would rather – Or an agent saying, oh – my client had a nice visit with the Broncos today. They're picking ninth overall, by the way. I would rather get to know the guy and risk that than draft a guy I don't know anything about, I guess. Amir Smith-Marset off the board, another wide receiver. He goes to Minnesota at, what pick was that, 157? Carolina on the board at 158. What do you think about Smith-Marset, Dane? Uh, I didn't love him, but I gave him a seventh-round grade. Um, you know, he's in that... Ted Ginn mold kind of where he's you know six one buck eighty. It's all about speed. You know, can you stretch the field? Can you help us out as a kick returner? That type of thing. Uh, love the way he gets downfield. He's got those gliding routes. He'll stack corners, get vertically, eats up cushion in a hurry. Uh, I like that. Whenever he was targeted, it usually resulted in a first down. So he's a chain mover. Um, you know, just not the most diverse player, but you're talking about, you know, Diami Brown on day two. This is the kind of, kind of like that, you know, Tutu Atwell went on day two. This is kind of the day three version of that. And by the way, the pick prior to Smith Marset, Isaiah Loudermilk goes to the Steelers. Wow, that's a surprise. Why is that a surprise? Uh, I mean, just I didn't think he had draftable tape, to be honest with you. Mm. Um, you know, I, I gave him a, especially here in the fifth round, um, I gave him a PFA grade, 6'6", 274. Uh, you know, he doesn't have ideal length, uh, doesn't play with burst, doesn't play with power. I, 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 I described him as a worker bee. You know, he's going to bring energy, he's going to bring toughness, and you need those guys. But I'm just surprised that they drafted him here in the fifth round. When's the last time a Wisconsin Whitewater player goes before a Wisconsin Badgers player in the NFL draft? Probably never. Probably never, right? Just wanted to let that be known. Talking about Quinn Miners, by the way, who went yesterday. Loudermilk, though, the selection with Pittsburgh at 156. The Texans just took a defensive tackle as well. Davion Nixon out of Iowa off the board. Texans taking couple good prospects here in this later parts of the draft. Took Brevin Jordan, a faller, a tight end in the third pick of the, the fifth round. And then here it's, it's, it's is Carolina. Carolina? Carolina. Oh, it was Carolina. Him. Sorry. Yeah. I'm okay. telling you, man, the trades come I can't fast see and from furious. Yeah. You don't like – I can't even keep track of it anymore who's picking where. Well, and I, it doesn't help that, like Brian said, you're looking through hockey glass trying to find that, that <laughs> logo in the corner over there. But, yeah, Carolina goes up and gets him then. What about Davion Nixon? Why did he fall? I mean, it's got to be just some of the inconsistencies. And I thought Jeff summed it up really well. Um, just he's kind of, uh, does a little bit of this well, does a little bit of that well, but you know, not a natural three technique, not a natural one technique. Uh, just kind of a scattered, uh, group of traits that you have to kind of work through to make sure he's going to be on the field and be productive. And, um, you know, he's just not for everyone type of guy. Back-to-back Iowa Hawkeyes going in the draft, 157 and 158. Is Hey, Brian Broaddus, your Chargers are on the clock. Yeah, they're going to pick somebody great. <laughs> Who would it be? It's a good question, Kyle. Glad who's you top, asked him. Who's your top uh, player uh, on the board? And it was that running back forever for... Oh, Gainwell? Yeah, it was that... Oh, let me see. Got a space there. It's still the it's still the USC defensive tackle. Or, or Deontay Brown, the guard from Alabama. So if you don't want the tackle from USC... Uh, then 
uh, Deontay Brown would be the next guy. And then after that would be Nixon just went, then Trey Smith, but he, uh, Dane just told me that, that medical history for Trey Smith, the guard from Tennessee is not very good either. So I don't expect him to be picked today myself, but that's kind of where I'm at right now with these guys. Yeah, that was the top player on my board. I didn't realize he had a medical issue there either. What exactly was the flag that was there, Dane? Do you know? With Trey Smith? Yeah. So he missed like a good chunk of his what, sophomore year because of the blood clots in his lungs. Um, and you know he, he played this past year. Uh, ah, Dane. Good. There's your guy. Brendan Hymas. You're right. They picked a good player. That's a good player. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Trey Smith, you know, he, it's just a tough conversation because I'm not a, I don't have DR in front of my name, as Brian would say. Mm-hmm. Um, DR period. Thank you. Uh, but you know, he's a, and his tape was sloppy. I mean, I, he is a big guy who can move. He's powerful, but his, he'll let guys go through him at times. He'll be off balance. It's just, and then you factor in the medicals, and some for for a lot of teams, that's just takes them right off the board. Still some other tackles as, as Hymas goes off the board here. You've got Stone Forsyth, Jake Curran, Tommy Doyle, Jackson. Doyle rules. There you go. Like, you like Tommy Doyle? I think he just wanted to make or a Billy Madison reference. Okay, How old are you? I like the that's, O'Doyle. You've seen Billy Madison, yes. right? Kyle. Oh, no. No. I feel Wait, Kyle, so like, not. what do you think are comedy movies? <laughs> like, what is your generation? Have you seen have? Happy Gilmore? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm seeing Happy Gilmore. Oh, we're okay. bringing you back slowly. Yeah, no, there's there's right. good there's well, good movies. What's out the there. funny movie you've seen? <laughs> you like just for my generation? Yeah. yeah. When you think of like go to comedy movie or like something you grew up loving, Man, that's tough. Uh, grew up loving? I mean, Shrek? No, <laughs> I was not. A, I was never a big board. Shrek guy. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, Anchorman was always really good. Okay, okay. I liked okay. Anchorman. Um, how so, old were you when you saw Anchorman? Oh, I don't remember. I don't want to know, honestly. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't very old. Uh, so maybe our Adam Sandler is, is his my Will, Will Ferrell. Ferrell. That's a great okay. way to put it. Okay, that's a fantastic way to put and it. Adam Sandler's a terrible. Actor. Did they have Sorry. movies back then when you were growing up? <laughs> yeah, they were, Gone with they, the they, Wind. They did. <laughs> I was actually in the Wizard of Oz. Casablanca. Wizard of Oz. I was partial to On the Waterfront. Dude. Yeah, we were. <laughs> Marlon Brando. <laughs> Maltese Falcon. <laughs> Shot. Welcome to day three, baby. Here we go. <laughs> they, were, they were silent, you know. We were <laughs> just black and white. On ah, the Ravens. Sean Wade, Sean Ohio State you don't corner like this guy. We thought he'd go fifth round. You he don't like Sean round. Wade. Uh, I kind of like him at one sixty. Yeah, I'd say fifth round. That's I think that's kind of where we I might have taken him at ninety nine. <laughs> You're gonna keep coming back to that. Let's track You're this. This will be fascinating. It. We're gonna track Sean Wade versus I forgot his name again, but we're gonna track. We're gonna track this. Oregon story. State. Nishan yeah, Wright. Wright. Yeah. I studied Wright. the guy last night. And yeah. The name's still not sticking. When the name is brand new and you already have hundreds in there, no, it's tough. Which and that's really like I'm not saying he's a good player or a bad player, and certainly don't watch as many players as Dane, but. I've I've heard of every name with maybe five exceptions that's come off the board. The Buffalo edge rusher got me last night. Nashawn Wright definitely got me. Did you you knew the kicker because he was in the SEC, didn't you? Yeah, I've heard the name. Yeah, you knew the kicker. I think I he missed. A, I think he missed a kick in the yeah, LSU game. A he, big kick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was yeah. LSU Florida game. That he missed the end. That would have won it. Yeah, yeah, would have won it. It was in a. It was Love in peace. Nobody so. nobody threw a shoe to help him out. Get no, him closer. No, no, no. no, not at all. Tough break. 
Yeah, that's unfortunate. What what was the biggest knock on Sean Wade? I mean, what was he going to be like a second round maybe? Dane, he could have been like a, a he could have been like one of the top corners, couldn't he? Have? If like, he would have I mean, opted no, out, no, no, no. Like last year, mm-hmm. I mean, I know that they I, had another see, kid. Yeah, it's not like in my initial top fifty board, he was like he was like top twenty for me. Yeah, and, that's but what part, I'm thinking. Yeah, but part of that was thinking what he could do because I actually thought. Okay, his skill set, his size, his athleticism, moving outside, he's right. going to be better than he was inside. So I was kind of trying to stay ahead of the curve with Sean Wade, and it went the complete opposite way of what I was expecting. He did not play well outside at all. And so, you know, some teams had second, third round grades on him. So if he opts out, he probably had a top 100 pick. So wow. I actually, I had this conversation the other day about Sean Wade, though, and I'm sure because of what you just said, he's probably not very happy about the way that all of this has gone. But couldn't you make the argument that he's in a better situation? getting drafted at a range that makes sense to do a job that he can do as opposed to, you know, if he gets picked 58 to be a boundary corner and can't do it and washes out of the league. So I'm sure he's pissed off right now, but he might be in a better situation because he's not getting drafted to do something he can't handle. That's that's a good point. that, That happens with a few of these guys. That's why these opt-outs are so intriguing and just seeing where they fall. I mean, there's a bunch of them still on the board. We'll continue to talk about them when we come back. You're listening to the 2021 NFL Draft on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. Hey there, Internet folks. Hello. You're going to have to listen to me eat a breakfast taco, Internet folks. We tried to do it last time. Did you already have a grilled cheese or you didn't want one of those? The tacos are really good. I want to eat the tacos. I already had three tacos. so I I can eat tacos for every meal. Yeah. I, I am getting blown up on Twitter, by the way, for not seeing Billy Madison. So just so you guys know, you it's be. deserved. Yeah, how that's that's how old should happen? I don't feel sorry. How, how old on. am I? I'm like 18? Yeah, at least. Unbelievable. Hopefully. Over 25? I, I'm officially no. old enough now to have uh, kids getting Next e-ball week. pictures. Oh, my God. A week ago? Yeah. Dane's, kids, from Dane's kids have seen Billy Madison, and Kyle has not. Yeah, it's probably Ooh, too you'll little too soon. See Billy Madison? Too soon for that. <laughs> Steph, you listening? Good. No? Okay, good. <laughs> uh, John Owning, by the way, who does great work across uh, at Dallas Morning News, says, don't let him bully you, Kyle. I stand with you. I don't know what he's standing with me on, on whether or not he's seen. Not having seen good movies? John Owning. Good movies. I love, uh, John's a great guy, but yeah, you've got is. bad taste in movies, too, my friend. Mm. And he's a child, too, kind of. Yeah. You know, he's got some years he needs I to think get he's older than I am, though. Sure. By the time we get Everyone's the seventh done. round, we'll be power ranking Adam Sandler movies. So That's yeah. fair. Time Why just don't you just acknowledge that they're all the same movie, though? Like, it's the same than, uh, I mean, Happy Gilmore. That's not true at all. Because, like, uh, what about his Uncut Gems? Okay, Uncut Gems, Punch Drunk Love, like the man's well, got right. a Any movie I haven't seen or that's terrible, he plays a different character. There we go. Bad good point. But you didn't enjoy one over the other? Uh, Honestly, Gilmore, The Wedding Billy Singer Madison. was always my fave. Yeah, I love okay. The Wedding Singer. Like, they're all, Big Daddy was okay. Oh, Big Daddy was good. I think Billy Madison and Happy probably exist above the rest. But they're all the same. Mm. I do goofy voices like I'm 11, even though I'm playing an adult. Hi, yeah. I'm Adam Sandler. He's been doing the same You're thing since like, like you don't enjoy it. When you know I was about to say, you just enjoy- roasted okay. me for not do, watching one of these movies. No, I do enjoy it, but it's also kind of a hag, you know? Mm. It's kind of a hag. It is. He makes a lot of money doing that hag, though. Will Ferrell's the same thing. That's but, true. You know, it makes money. Jim Carrey was the same thing. Mm. Find a bit and stick to it, man. Yeah. It's like Sean Wade. You know, <laughs> stick to the slot. You know? Stick to the slot. Don't, try to, yeah, don't was, try to be on the boundary. That was really good. <laughs> it's fine. That's uh, impressive. Uh, we do. We are getting some questions about the draft on Twitter. Believe yeah, it or do. not. Um, 
Let's try and do this. Ah, Tommy Doyle. Oh, Doyle rules. Huh. There you go. There's the Sorry. reference that started this back, whole thing. We're back. Everything's Literally. come full circle. A Miami of Ohio tackle got us started down the path to Adam Sandler. I love I love the draft. Yeah, the Bills Day drafted three. Spencer Brown. They're, they're just doubling up on all these guys. They went two edge rushers with the first two picks, two tackles now with their next two picks. Uh, so just hey, invest in uh, the trenches. Uh, can't have too many, too much depth there. So the, the one of the questions was talking about Johnson and Washington, and another question talking about the safeties. Is this where we finally see the safeties for the Cowboys coming to okay, well, that, legitimate that, consideration? Just out of the room, so we can talk about Washington. Let's talk about Washington like, the way they fast, should feasibly. Okay. Right? Um, he's small and he doesn't run fast, and that's just that's a problem for a lot of teams. Now he does make some plays on film. It's not he's not a bad player, but how many safeties can you point to? Uh, give me one example that's even close to his profile. You can't. There's not a single one. And that scares NFL teams. So it should not be a surprise that, you know, he's, you know, falling a little bit. And if he doesn't get drafted at all, I don't think it'd be a huge shock. Yeah. Did you, you know. Kyle, hear what I heard that maybe the Cowboys liked Caden Stearns before he went yeah. off the board? Yeah, so, they were pretty upset that he was not there. That, I, I get, like, I don't want to give them credit for almost. Stephen Jones loves to do that. He's like, well, we loved, we loved a safety. We just didn't draft him. I'm like, well, you don't get credit for liking a guy. You only get to pick eight or ten out of 250. But I think they liked Richie Grant more than I thought they did. So. Mia culpa on that. I think they were interested in him. I think they were really interested in Trevon Merrig. Caden Stearns is another one. So the interest is there, but actions speak way louder than words. I'm so tired of talking about them liking safeties. Just draft one. But here we are. (sighs) The Indiana safety just Just thought he's a he makes a lot of business decisions when it comes to tackling. And that's that's the issue. Fair to say that that's why he's still here. You think? Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I just I want to I want to state for the gonna, record. I don't. Sorry, Brian. I no. just I don't love the fact like safeties are supposed to tackle. They're called a safety because they're the last line of defense. So I don't love that. But if you tell me he can cover, maybe you can coach him into being a more willing tackler, or just let all the linebackers that you draft to do it for him. Yeah, I. This one of those things where I'm, it's, it's so, it's, I look at my board, it's sad because I see some guys because of the medical stuff that, you know, I wish I'd have known that. But the thing with Washington, I, I just, I just evaluated him as a player just watching the tape. You know, I, I, I know I did all the work on him just watching the tape, not worrying about a workout or anything like that. And, you know, I, I think the, when, if you do that, You'll see some value in him. I mean, th- th- you know, he could be a guy that could be part of if you have nine or ten guys and him playing a role some way. So I wouldn't be surprised if he got picked today. But then again, I understand where Dane's going. Hey, he's a good player. We are about halfway through the fifth round here of the 2021 NFL Draft on DallasCowboys.com and 105.3 The Fans. So glad you're with us. Kyle Yeomans, Jeff Cavanaugh, Brian Broaddus, Dane Brugler, and David Hellman. Wall-to-wall coverage as we are at pick 162. The Kansas City Chiefs are off the clock for our friends over on the radio side of things. Sean Wade, corner from Ohio State, goes 160 to the Cardinals. Tommy Doyle from uh, Miami. 
Miami of Ohio. The offensive tackle goes to the Bills at 161. And the Chiefs are on the clock here at 162. So plenty more to go until the Cowboys pick at 190 or 179, excuse me, their only pick of the fifth round. So lots to talk about here, lots to debate, but off of the radio side, on the internet side, it's really kind of come down to safeties as maybe the one position the Cowboys have not addressed yet. But they don't do it anyway. And and non, I mean, at this point, and if they draft a safety, that's great. I like Jamar Johnson. Again, questionable tackling, but if you can cover, especially getting into day, like we're not even early day three anymore. We're into the meat of day three. I like that. But honestly, I'm going to say it real quick while Kavanaugh is still out of the room. The further down the list we go, the happier I would be about drafting Marvin Wilson. You just, you talk again, talk about like now you're just looking for guys that have maybe slipped. Like Jeff loves to talk about how, you know, 15 years ago he was amazing at Florida State. And if you can help him recapture that, maybe it's a steal. Like that's, that's what I start looking for. The later you go yeah. is, well, this guy has shown that he can be a lot better. So. Do, would I love for them to draft a safety? Well, I would have loved to it have happened thir- yesterday, but now I'm like, just give me the guy who's got the best potential to boom. And I don't know, Marvin Wilson strikes me as somebody who fits that mold. I'm okay with that as well. And, and Dane, I just saw you replied to a tweet that was tagged with us about Washington and a comparison with Antoine Winfield Jr. Why is that so far apart? About a thirty-pound difference, uh, and Winfield's a lot faster. Winfield is a four, legit four-four athlete at two hundred and five pounds. Ardarius Washington two seventy-five, and he's a four-six guy. So you know, there's a big difference. It, they're both short. Uh, Winfield's about an inch taller at five-nine. Uh, so they're both short, but in terms of the way they play, I think there's a pretty pretty big gap. By the way, tight end Noah Gray of Duke goes to the Kansas City Chiefs at 162. I know that was a guy that Bucky Brooks on our draft shows was really high on early on. He liked Bucky, even wrote about him, I think, in our draft magazine. Uh, Dane, what did you have on Noah Gray as a tight end option for Kansas City? I, I, he was a later round pick for me. I, I didn't like him as much as others did just because he... I mean, he averaged nine yards per catch over his career. Like that, he was a short to intermediate type of uh, uh, type of type of player. How about this stat? Okay, 105 catches in his career. Only one resulted in a 25 plus yard uh, play. So if you're looking for a guy that's gonna, and he's not a very good blocker. So if you're looking for a guy that's gonna help you underneath, he's your guy. I, I just I need a little bit more of a downfield element for uh, my. My pass catching tight ends because he's he's not a great blocker. He's a great red zone threat though, right? I mean, he can help you there, right? Uh, but the biggest uh, the biggest sell with him is just drops were very very rare mm. when you watch his tape, and so reliable, uh, you know, can help you out uh, in you know short to intermediate game again. Just not a guy that he's in the quick game. That's where he's going to help you out. The, you know, the, the digs, the outs, the curls, that type of player. Brian, do you have something to say there? No, I was. Uh, I, I found it interesting. Was Dane? That's that's hard. And and here's Kansas City drafting him, and Kansas City makes a living out of their tight end making big plays. Yeah, they you do. know. So it's kind of maybe they have a maybe they have an idea that there's something that they could reach with this guy. And but you know, like Dane says, you know, catches. It looks like he's catching every every ball they're thrown to him and stuff like that. So solid hands it appears, but. We'll see if the Chiefs and Andy Reid can can make him part of what they do offensively, and they're really good at, at getting those tight ends involved. 
How about the culture change at Duke over the last couple of years? I know we mentioned him early on, but there's three players now gone yeah. from the Blue Devils. Yeah, David Cutcliffe has done a great job there for a long time, and you know, the, and the people at Duke have been very patient with him. Uh, you know, they they. they Duke, you're, it's going to be one of those things where you, you might get very fortunate and you have some kid that, that wants to come and wants to have academics and he's a three or four star recruit, but he wants to go to school at Duke. And so, you know, that's how they, they succeed. They're not like everybody else. There's, the ACC schools are pretty academically sound, but, you know, he's competing against some guys, though, that are going out and getting a whole different players uh, for him. So I, I think that, that, that David Cutcliffe's done a really nice job there. Speaking of uh, a culture change in a program that's done a really nice job lately, Brian, I know I've heard this name previously from you, but Tonga out of BYU, he's still available. Yeah, he is. He wanted a defensive tackle like yeah, Dave I, was talking about. Yeah, I've got, you know, I've got Wilson over Tonga right now myself. Um, but yeah, th- to me, I, I, I had a lot of fun watching his tape and I, I just see like, I didn't see a guy that was coming off the field. I, I saw a guy, they're using him in the twist game on some, some pass, some rush and twists. And, you know, I mean, he's, he's a guy that's really active there in the middle. He's a, kind of a hard guy to block. He, and when he's on the move, uh, I, I saw a couple of games where, you know, he went on a slant charge and you can't stop a guy like that. He's 325 pounds, but when he gets all that mass going, Man, he could be he could be hard to block, but so I I would I had him a little bit later. I, I had him in the fifth round. I got Wilson there as well. I'd like to see personally the Cowboys get him, but if they if if Tonga's name got called for the Cowboys, I, I would be really really happy about that. Derek Forrest, safety from Cincinnati, goes to Washington at one sixty three. Dane. But I really liked him. Um, I you know started watching Cincinnati to watch James Wiggins, James Wiggins uh, the safety, and I came away looking at Derek Forrest as okay. This this might be the better player. Um, you know, six foot, two hundred six pounds, uh, plays with outstanding speed. Four four athlete. He's explosive. Uh, really fluid in the open field, so he can run the alley. He can cover. Uh, he, he's the type of guy that coaches will really like. Luke Fickle, when he got that Cincinnati job, this is the first kid he recruited to go to Cincinnati. Uh, and, you know, they the coaches really invested in him. He invested in the coaches. So there, there's a lot to like about uh, what he brings, uh, both against the run and the pass. I like this pick for uh, Washington. The Denver Broncos select Indiana safety Jamar Johnson Boo. with 164. Boo. Wow, they, they doubled up. They were the ones that drafted Caden Stearns, too, huh? Uh-huh. Yep. This Again, day Denver's, three, don't assume it's a hit. Just go ahead and fire twice. I get that. Well, Denver's been one of those teams that has been happy to scoop up some guys that have been slipping a little bit. You look at Quinn Miners going 98th. Baron Browning, 105. Caden Stearns, 152. And now Jamar Johnson here. What pick is this? 164. 164. So, you know, later than we thought he'd go. Um, and, you know, the Broncos are ready to you know, be there and scoop him up. I, I actually I really like it because I think some people would call Caden Stearns a free safety too, right? So sure. yeah. yeah, I would. What you do is you took Caden Stearns and you're like, guys, what did we like about him? And it's like, well, he doesn't really give up big plays. He's just kind of back there and kind of does his job. And honestly, you're bored watching his tape. And so after that pick, 
You go, hey, who's our best player? You go, uh, free safety. And you're like, hey, what's he like? Man, he's kind of wild. Uh, he makes a lot of plays on the ball, <laughs> uh, but he can't tackle. Like, it's really wild. Sweet. Bring them both into camp. Let's see. Hey, Let's not see to mention happens. one of the better safeties in the league plays there. So between mentoring young guys and you probably don't want to pay mega money to two safeties. Uh, so yeah, just throw darts to try to find a guy to partner with, uh, Simmons. Ju- Justin Simmons? Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, sir. So uh, let's readdress the safety position board-wise now because Richard LeCount there from Georgia, Nazrul Dean, James Wiggins, Trill Williams. Uh, I've been asked, I think, about three of those four guys on Twitter, Dane. Any ranking there between those four? And Ardarius Washington. Say the names again? Since we haven't talked bad about him at all. Uh, Nazrul Dean, Wiggins, Williams, and LeCount. Yeah, I, I think that Nashville Dean's the top-rated one, but we, you know, we kind of touched on him. The injury stuff is a concern. Yeah. You know, he's a large frame safety that you almost have to play strictly in the box, and so I don't know that he's necessarily going to fit this team. Um, Wiggins, I, I like. He's been banged up quite a bit. I think the medicals are a big part with him. You love the speed that he plays with. Love the toughness. Um, who else? Hufanga's still out there. That's interesting. USC. I don't. I don't know that he's necessarily a fit with what the special Cal- teams guy. Is this where Bones Fossil walks in and says, "If you're going to give me like a safety guy, and we'll all like freak out about it because it won't be like a it's real gonna be safety- Paris Ford." You think Paris wow. Ford? Just watch. There you go. Kyle I- called who's yesterday. Who's yesterday, four nine safeties. We can't yeah. do this. Special teams. That's what that. If if there's a guy that's a safety, if, if that's your left guard's going to beat him down on kickoff. Yeah, but, but <laughs> I can't say, wait. I can't wait. There's going to get there, right about this. There's going to get a point in this draft where all of a sudden it's going to turn into okay. Well, let's grab a guy that is we're, where we're, Bones Fossil is going to walk in there. So this is my list of eight guys that if you can get one of these guys, I'd be real happy. We're there. By the way, like we're okay. there, we're okay. and that's I was gonna say, Jeff, cover your ears. If you're talking about, if you're talking about drafting a safety that you know that it's it's gone. Jamar Johnson was probably like the last gasp. We're done for the year. We've been we've been cheated and uh, lied to again. Oh, we ain't done, baby. We've been cheated and lied to we again. Got one and guy. I'm going to do the thing I always do, where I swear off coveting a safety because I know it won't yeah. happen. And then next year, I'll start turning on the tape and getting excited and falling in love all over again. It's just a vicious cycle. But you're, I just, you know, I know guys can be found at every round, but like you're not. You're not drafting the difference maker. You're not drafting the guy that's going to change everything with pick 179. So you got Kazee, Neal, Curse, and Donovan. And uh, Darian Thompson's still here. And we just roll for another year, and I get my heart broken again next spring. I said, I like Sean Gosh. Davis over Trill Williams and a few of these other guys. But, of course, he was just drafted to the Colts. So <laughs> this, the run it's, on safeties continues. It's over. It's over. I, I mean, this is just... I'm turning the knife. They might. I mean, they might draft Paris Ford, but it won't be to, to play safety. To play safety. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so, like a, a. Oh my guy, Danny McRae. Love you, buddy. Which he wasn't drafted, but you're drafting somebody like that to come in and fall on special teams. Tell us about Sean Davis going to Indianapolis here, Dane. A really twitched up safety. Um, you know, love the the energy that he plays with. He was not afraid to come up and hit you. A little undersized. He's got that cornerback background, uh, but a guy you can plug in at free safety. And uh, I, I think that there's a chance he could uh, you know push for a starting role, uh, especially when you look at that secondary. 
uh, it, with uh, with the Colts. They've got some good players, but they they got some holes too. And we could see him maybe be a nickel uh, for the Colts. Yeah, this guy missed five games, I believe, Dane, with a sprained knee. Right. So yeah, I mean, this he's the the, the movement is good. When he's focused on the right things, this guy can make some plays. So I, I think he, he's one of those guys that communicates really well. You could tell that that when he was watching the tape that he was able to talk to his guys and get everybody kind of lined up where they needed to go. DBs continue. Corner Keith Taylor out of Washington, Senior Bowl product. And somebody that I mean, I had I heard mixed feelings about him in the Senior Bowl. I didn't like him. Other people's other people did. Other people didn't. I mean, it was kind of mixed feelings out of Mobile, though, right, Dane? Uh, he he was outstanding during uh, the game. During the game, during yeah. the practices is kind of what I'm talking about. Yeah, he was a little up and down. And what I didn't like about him was just the lack of ball production. I mean, he he did not have. Uh, I don't. He might not have had an interception at all during his career, which that's obviously a red flag. But lo- tall, long, and can run, and so. You know, in the fifth round, sure, you know, take a chance. Yeah, he had, in 43 games played, 10 passes defended, zero interceptions. Not the ratio you're looking for. But again, 6'2", 187 pounds, uh, you know, with with good speed, good fluidity. Uh, that, that's the type of dudes that you, uh, you, you, you try out here in the fifth round. Matt went to Carolina. So let's go ahead and take uh, take a break here. When we come back, it'll be into the new hour. Here on 105.3 The Fan, you're listening to the 2021 NFL Draft and on DallasCowboys.com. Back on the internet side of things, and yeah, I saw you saying break there, but I didn't hear anybody initially. Did, did you hear something? Yes, yeah, 56 or 57, sir. Oh, I didn't appropriate hear Appropriate time that's of the clock, sir. Okay, well, I, I was well, looking I at it. I can remind you because I know that's it's fair. our radio clock. It's 16.36. Yeah, you were on top of things. Hey, Dane, I'm not trying to pick at old wounds because what's done is done. Go for it. But again, knowing Dan Quinn and, and the scheme that he's familiar with and the types of guys he might look at, Keith Taylor was a guy that stood out to me. I liked what I saw on tape, and he's huge. Right. I was going to mention something about the Oregon or Oregon State guys, but that I didn't. could have been <laughs> – you're right, Jeff. I cannot keep the guys – Nashawn? Nashawn right? Nashawn right. Yeah, right. I'll get there. Yeah. I'll get there. But – Keith Taylor was a guy that I had pegged as like a developmental big cornerback, yeah. and not so. You think he's a little bit better than our friend, right? Yeah, like I, I know said, you're second guessing yourself because Nashawn Wright no, went in the top 100, but right. But Keith Taylor, I thought, yeah, I'd ruin his board. <laughs> rather roll the dice on Keith Taylor, but that's just me. I, you know, I, time will tell. That just sounded is like that a lot be, of second guessing. Is that, likely, be, is that going to be your line? Hey, time will tell on this guy. Likely they're both going to fail. The, so time will tell. Sure. <laughs> I mean, time it, will tell is not a this bad training thing camp to might tell say, us all by we need the way. To know. <laughs> that's 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 the motto of draft days. Time will tell yeah. how you know, you know we could play the game. Well, what if they drafted him here? Or this guy's sure. still on the board, and you know, time will tell uh, ultimately if what decisions were made that were correct and which ones were wrong. You know, it's easy to second guess right now, but the, the truth is, how many times have we not liked a pick and it turned out okay, or maybe the opposite? You know, I mean, remember how excited we were for Xavier Woods? Uh, that was a four-year start in the sixth round. I, I was say, well, okay. Xavier Woods was a good pick. I mean, yeah, but I'm saying, like, you know, did did it really work out? I mean, look at the money he got from the Vikings. Like, no, people weren't really knocking down the door to. Get Xavier Woods, so he's a replaceable player. Which exactly in the sixth that's round, four year starter eight, in the sixth round, just like Anthony great. Brown, right? Where you're like, yes, yes, yes. But you know, uh, at this point in the draft, time will tell. 
Yeah, uh, not, I, that is not a cop out, Brian. That is a no, very legitimate truth. answer. No, and there's I also see you just, the you just, you just allowed it to happen is what you just did, right? Allowed and Dane to have the right take about how draft that, day. What, how yes, is that? I don't understand. I allowed Dane to admit that nobody knows what's going to happen. Yes, I. We did. all know that. There's a balance in draft talk where we watch and study the guys, so we have opinions on the guys. So we've earned the right to say we think they should have picked somebody else. I we, know. we right, we have that right. But there also has to be an acknowledgement that. When you say, "Hey, the Cowboys picked a guy four rounds too early," you have no idea. It right. was the guy. It was the corner right. they wanted, and that if is... one other team wanted him, then maybe he goes, and you don't get to get him. We have uh, no dang. idea. That's my only point. I'm hey. not saying that there weren't better nice. players available. I'm right. saying we don't know how good the guy's going to be. The Vikings drafted a punter who's also a tight end. Punter, <laughs> let's go. He's, he's listed as a tight end. Which no, one's he, he better? He's at? a tight end, but he he was a, he was an all conference punter. Uh, Hell yeah, bro! Versatility. That's he, he was recruited to be a punter, and he was that's Turned what he was. Tight end. I'm sorry, he was recruited to play punter. Most punters I've ever met are like wiry, pretty tall dudes. And this guy's pretty wiry. He's not a bulky guy. He's okay. I'm thinking like a tight end, tight right, end, right. six six and five eights, two hundred forty five pounds. Yeah, I mean he's I mean he's put on Jeez. weight the last few years, but he was uh, he's a really interesting player. We'll, we'll talk about him when we get back on the radio. Oh, we've got 10 seconds still to talk about him. But Central Missouri's tight end, Zach Davidson, was the most recent pick at 168 to Minnesota. We are 10 picks away from the Cowboys selection in the fifth round of the 2021 NFL Draft. The Cowboys at 179. We are currently at 169 as the Cleveland Browns are on the clock. Kyle Yeomans, Jeff Cavanaugh, Brian Broaddus, Dane Brugler, David Hellman here from live inside the star in Frisco and plenty to talk about as the Cowboys have upgraded that defense and have added a lot to the holes. But catching you up on a couple of the most recent picks, there was a run of defensive backs before a recent tight end. Sean Davis, safety for Florida, goes to the Colts, followed by Keith Taylor, cornerback from Washington, as the Panthers selected him at 166. Nate Hobbs, corner out of Illinois, goes to 167. And the Raiders and the Vikings take Zach Davidson, tight end from Central Missouri, a tight end who was also a punter, Dane Brugler. Or was he a punter who was also a tight end? That's good. Uh, Point. Great he, question. A great story. He is a guy who wasn't a big-time football player growing up, uh, more basketball than anything. He was a punter only as a junior in high school, only punted. And he was actually going to give up football and just play basketball. And the coaches said, all right, we'll give you a shot at tight end. And so he played tight end a little bit, not much. He gets recruited as a punter, go to Central Missouri, Division II school. And he was a punter only for the first two years there. And they gave him a chance to play uh, tight end. 2019, 40 catches, 894 yards, 15 touchdowns, all-conference punter and tight end. Uh, just a really interesting story. He's st- he's raw, says sh- uh, I mean, just, I'm sorry? Look, what? Raw Were sushi. you about to go a different way, or did you just get confused there for a second? No, he's raw as sushi. All right? Okay. Uh, but this is a he, – you he, he watch the highlights, and, man, he's oh, excited with him. No, no, catching the ball. He's oh. just – he's a lean, 245-pound guy. Uh draft and stash type of guy who can also be your backup punter. 
Richard LeCount, safety from Georgia, goes off the board here, 169 to the Cleveland Browns, who just continued to stack up on that defense. Mm. He, LeCount had one of the worst pro days you'll see, but uh, hurts. tape was pretty good. So that's, it, is, it is always interesting. You watch a guy and you're like, oh, yeah, definitely draftable. Like, where am I going to put him here? Like the fourth, the fifth? And then you look at the pro day numbers, you're like, not an NFL athlete. That mm. changes things. Well, uh, is it but, bad if that's how I felt about Gregory Rousseau? No. Who went no. 30th overall? I mean, he only went two rounds early. At 196 of... pounds, he ran a 4.76 in the 40-yard yeah. dash, a 7.443 cone. I mean, it was a historically bad pro day, but it doesn't match the tape. So what do you do? How do you reconcile that? You know, when you watch him on film, and he's not an elite athlete, but he's a good athlete on film, and then he shows up and it looks just terrible. Now, you pick I, him late in the fifth. You draft him late <laughs> enough that it won't burn you. Right, that's exactly. You Here in the fifth round, that's where, you know, there, I'm, I'm sure there are some teams like the Browns that, that like LeCount on film that probably graded him as a, you know, third or fourth round pick that said, okay, I'm loving these pro day stats. Now we can get him in the fifth and feel good about it, uh, about him dropping a little bit, feel good about the value. So it, it could work both ways, uh, you know, with a, with a guy like LeCount who had some injury stuff, who was getting working past that, didn't have as much time to train. That probably goes into the pro day and the bad numbers, but uh, the film's pretty good. I, I like them. Now, as we kind of start getting into Cowboys territory here, and we've talked about best player available as probably the selection here, or at least it should be in that realm of where your board lies in the late fifth round. But Brian, where's, where are the best players on your board right now? It's a really good question, Kyle, because most of them are hurt. Oh, oh no. That's interesting. Yeah. That's the problem I'm running into right now. I'm okay with that in the I fifth, guess, though. You know, we, we've talked because every one of those guys I have questions about now, I really did like the Snowden kid from Virginia. Uh, the, the, he, he played as an outside linebacker. I just think, don't know where you're going to play him. That's I think I'm going to play, I think I'm going to play him as defensive end. I think he, he's a long, okay tall guy. I'm going to rush him at defensive end. That's why I got him listed right now. There's obviously something wrong with our uh, USC defensive tackle there. There's something wrong, as Dane was talking about, with Trey Smith. People were asking me about him on Twitter. There's something wrong with, with uh, Deion Brown at uh, Alabama. Deontay Brown, yeah. Deontay Brown. Uh, you know, so we talked about Washington. They probably won't take him because he's too short. Nasser Dean has something wrong with his knee. That's the problem you run into. So now you have to go down. Okay. They just took an offensive tackle. I got Forsyth on my board right there. I got another corner. I got Graham on my board. Uh, did I miss him? Did he? Did he? Taquan Graham. To Grant. Yeah, yeah he, he was drafted. Was he? So no. I, I, uh, Thomas Graham, the opt the out. Oregon? Oh, no, no, no. Taquan Graham the, the, the or Graham, Thomas Graham? The Graham from Oregon. No, yeah, he's, he's still, still available. So, okay, that's yeah. the one. I, okay, yeah. So you know that's kind of where I'm at. I'm, I you know the, uh, the Roche. The Miami uh, pass rusher. Quincy Rocher. Quincy Rocher. Quincy Rocher. I'm yeah. okay with that. So that that's kind of where I'm at. The Stanford kid, the wide receiver. If you're going to take a wide receiver. Uh, Simi Fajoko, yeah. Yeah, I've got him up there as well. So uh, Yeah, and that's that's another guy, special teams. He's going to help you out from day one on special off teams. return guy and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, uh, coverages too. He, yeah. He'll make some tackles. Yeah. Garrett Wallow, TCU product, is taken by the Texans at 170, linebacker. First TCU guy off the board, other than Trayvon Merrick. So I guess it's just Washington left, maybe? If he goes. Yeah, I don't think one of the tight ends will be drafted, but you never know. Yeah, I don't Um, think so either. Yeah, we'll see if Washington gets it. It's going to be tough with Washington. Just with He'll be the smallest safety in the history of the league. 
Well, and smallest all pro when you factor in the four six too. Like right. you just there, you can't point to another example of that, and that's what just makes it tough for teams. Well, it goes back to what you're saying about the Georgia guy. At least I mean, and he didn't run a four seven something, but he did run a four five nine or a four six or whatever. But like I look on tape and I'm like, man, there is literally nowhere where I see our Darius Washington get hurt by not being fast enough. Yeah. Literally nowhere. It goes. I, I'm, I hate to hate on your guys, man. It's and okay. I, we, hey, I can take it. Dude. It goes back to Nick Bolton, which I think. I mean, obviously, Nick Bolton got drafted so much higher, but like, even in major college football, like it's a it's a step up. Even like when guys come out here to rookie minicamp and OTAs, they're like, "Wow, oh my God, it's so much faster." Because everybody here was the best player in college. So I hear what you're saying. But at the same time, I'm like, well, yeah, you can get away with stuff in college that you can't get away with in the NFL. Right so it makes it the NFL. So having said that, like we're literally we're into the point of the draft where if you say a name, I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. Like, I mean, whatever. <laughs> I don't care. I, I, you were out of the room. I would be thrilled to draft Marvin Wilson. Now. Oh, it'd be great. It would be fantastic. Yeah. He's just a really weird case study for a guy that was so, so good. Five-star recruit. Yeah, a five-star recruit who lived up to the hype for two years, and then one year when a lot of guys opted out and he didn't and played a new scheme on a bum knee yeah. that suddenly he's borderline undraftable. I guess that one just puzzles me. I don't think this has anything to do with the Cowboys, but you know who ESPN's highest-rated player is? I was just that. Do you know who it is? Who? Tay Goen. Yeah, I mean, and he's like, he's okay. Really? I know some people really I, liked him. I'm just looking at their best available board, but yeah, that's what is they it. Kuipers or is it Kuipers is actually uh, Demar Hamlin. I I don't know who. I think this is. I think it's really just more well, of like a composite of available players. I don't. ESPN I don't think is partnered person. in some way with PFF too, and yeah. they really liked Goen. Whereas like Goen's like he's not bad, but he's like he's a size speed guy like there's not that's not a polished product but again i'll take him here sixth round seventh round sure they, they're uh, which well assuming he played the stanford wide receiver well the only way you could make me second guess a pick in this range is with <laughs> off the field concerns like we saw with the last pick they made right <laughs> i mean it's you, you you can't you can't deny it yeah but in terms of just pure football ability Draft a punter if you like one. I don't care. I don't know. I kind of like our new guy Hunter. He's a no. Good, I he's like a good this wander a lot. Hunter, nice wander. And they signed uh, they signed Brian Anger as well. So I don't think they will do that. But oh, I forgot about that too. Next year, big punter year. Is it? You start creeping up on. I don't the, believe uh, you. You start creeping up on these contracts running out. On yeah. Punters. You seen a Notre Dame kid? Oh, I have no idea who the punters are. Just, in the I'm, 2022 draft. Okay. I knew one punter okay, ever, and it was the Texas guy because he punted at 80 yards yeah. every time. Is there a Notre Dame punter? Yeah. Like, yes, they have a punter. There's one on the roster. Yeah, they oh, got right, a punter. Okay. I thought you actually thought <laughs> No, they do have good. a good punter. I have, no, I have no idea what year he is, to be honest, but uh, he is good, yeah. <laughs> He's going back for one more year to up his stock. Cause yeah. the <laughs> hey, Dixon got drafted like 70th or something like that? Out of it, Texas? Yeah. I mean, well, but he kicks it 10 yards further than everybody, no, so like, and you also, take him somewhere. He can act also get it to bounce however he wants to. Like, yeah, he's, he's pretty impressive. He's worth it. Well, yeah, we should, Max Duffy out of Kentucky. I'd probably be the first punter drafted. Maybe James yeah. Smith from Cincinnati. Uh-uh, you only get to pick one, D- Dane. You're the scout here. Which, All right, I'll say guy? Max Duffy, Kentucky. All Dane right. famously also says he doesn't scout specialists. So, uh-huh. uh, I mean, I, I don't spend a lot of time on them. But I he mean, knows their But you have an idea where they are. Look, we got oh, we got highlights yeah. of the guy. 
There is there's Max Duffy, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I, I don't spend a ton of time on uh, specialists. That ain't my punter. No, he got to add some thickness. He's got to add some thickness. Mike look, McCarthy Fossil's went to his pro day. Look at, look at that fake. No, uh, bro, Fossil's calling fake. fakes. No, that was, that's rugby you be able stuff to run right there. there. Yeah. Did he kick that left-footed going yeah, left? Yeah, looks like it. No, you got to be able to run the ball around here if you want to play. that ball. looks like it's 100 years old. What are we doing there? It's Tom Brady, Bill, there. Kick oh, the ball. Oh, goodness. Jamin Davis. Hey, Jamin Davis covering that. That's it. an NFC East guy. <laughs> oh, there's an Oregon corner off the board. Ah. Andre Lenore. Is off the board to San Francisco at 172. He did kick. Oh, he kicked it right-footed, going left, Brian. Wow, which might be even more impressive, honestly. Very impressive. But that's yeah. So how about that punting footage here? Um, zero. Let's go ahead and take a break because I want the radio folks to hear this next pick. 179. The Cowboys coming up here in just about 10 minutes or so, and you're listening to the 2021 NFL Draft on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. Hello, internet friends. <laughs> I just, That's I, my new favorite line. I just, I just enjoy being on internet specifically. Like and, and radio, you're okay. You're fine. If you're really with us, you're streaming. Is that true, though? I mean, I'm sure there's uh, yeah, plenty but, of people okay. listening. In to... my no, in my broken brain, like if you're listening on, if you're just driving around listening in the car, you firing shots at the radio. I'm not firing. Like are you it. saying that it's a dying industry? I'm not firing <laughs> shots. I'm saying there's a difference. Are you saying I should be looking for an exit strategy? You yeah. make way more money than I do, my friend. I'm not firing <laughs> shots. Wait, do you? Really? For uh, don't oh, ask, I don't make way more than Dave. don't ask him. Don't ask him that yeah. question. Oh, okay, that's it's gonna really make make if, me feel bad. If you're driving around, just like if you're running to like Lowe's and Bed Bath and Beyond and listening to the draft on your dial while you can, that's not the same as our friends who are in like Melbourne, Australia, right now, like that's hunched true. over the computer, like who's pick 179, Jeff? Tell me now. Like I just I I got love for y'all, and I know there's people all over the country in the world who are doing. That, we so. mentioned it yesterday, but Australia, Germany, the UK was oh, very strongly represented we, yesterday. Denmark, Denmark, United Kingdom. We got um, Philippe in France. Oh, I think we all remember Philippe oh, in Philippe. France. Good but times. Tadero Slayton, Slayton, TJ Slayton, D tackle out of Florida goes to the Packers. Mm-hmm. Big boy. 6'4", uh, 330. Qualifies as big. Yeah. He moves pretty well. I think he had this type of senior season he needed to be considered draftable. Um, ran in the low four, uh, no, yeah, low fives in this 40 yard dash. Um, I mean, he carries his weight well. He's a powerful dude. And this is a, as we've said, not a good defensive tackle class, but you know, he's one of the few on day three that you could point to and say, okay, you know, he, he would be a guy that helps us in the middle. The defensive tackles, let's, okay, let's reset the board. Who's available? Our USC guy, something's going on there. Yeah, something's going on there. Marvin Wilson. Do you think do you think something's going on with Marvin Wilson too, or are you not surprised based on what last season? I mean, played on a torn meniscus, played out of scheme. had it repaired too. He I had, had a fifth to round grade on Marvin repaired. Wilson. Okay, so, so you're not surprised. I got by a that. fifth okay. round myself. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I think right around this range. Just been talking to Kavanaugh too much is what you're yes, saying. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes, yes, yes. Marvin Wilson was literally my. DT2, and with all the guys that are gone, I believe he'll live up to it. If you have a guy that's been picked in the last two rounds that you think will have a better career, let's go. See, that's what I, I think that when you start talking about the big body defensive tackles, Wilson, I talked about Tonga, and then Bohannon are guys. So I, mm-hmm. it, it, it's, 
It's fifth round guys on Wilson and Tonga. It's a seventh round guy in Bohanna. That's how I, that's how I have him on my board right now. I had Bohanna ahead of the Slayton who just got uh, just drafted by the Packers there. Hmm. And we talked a little bit about some of the other Cowboys notables that are later on, like a Paris Ford, like a Bohana. I think Bohana would probably go before Paris Ford in the like in what I had heard, mm-hmm. at least in the Cowboys camp. But don't rule out Paris Ford here. I think with such a long layoff, I think they're going to get a. a Defensive playmaker, or who what, they think is a defensive right. playmaker. I'll admit this. I did not evaluate Paris Ford. Somebody tell me what is wrong with him. Why does everybody cringe when we say his name? His, he had a terrible workout. His tape, what? I thought, was like Meh. sixth round, and mm-hmm. then he ran a four nine. So I was just like, eh, I just don't oh, worry about it. Okay. Yeah, he's oh, real okay. slow. Well, my, our guys in the truck are giving us some highlights of him. So this is like my first real. There you go. Take a peek at him, guys. So four eight three is the official um, time, and then he had a terrible couple of jumps. One ten broad He's, jump. God, I love twenty eight and a half. Jeff, you're vertical. so ridiculous. You said he was four nine, and he's he's six zero zero five. Like he's plenty tall. No, it's forty time, sir. Oh, no, yeah, wow, I'm it's idiot. forty yeah, time. Okay, my bad. What the heck? Well, <laughs> no, Jeff. Four, how many years you been doing this, bro? Too many. Too many. Gosh. Look, my brain is. You much, did bring man. the tacos this morning. Yeah, that, by that's, the way. that's why I brought yeah. the tacos <laughs> so y'all can carry. Paris, it off. I will say this about Paris Ford: he wants to hit. I watched him concuss a teammate on the sideline that had already pushed a guy out of bounds because he just wanted to hit. Paris Ford wants to hit. Is this a mod? A is this a mod Dixon remux, uh, Redux? Hey, but watch slower. it. That's that's Waco Midway product right there. He made the team for like eighteen hours. Yeah, he did. We are at pick 174 in the fifth round of the 2021 NFL Draft. Just about to get into the compensatory picks in which the Dallas Cowboys will select at 179. There were rumors that maybe they wanted to try and move up a little bit. That was unsuccessful, at least from what we can tell right now. And the Cowboys are staying put at 179 in the fifth round, which what will be, what is this, their seventh selection, eighth selection of the draft? One, two, three, four. They've made two today, and they made five the made first five two days. First so this yes. is their eighth is selection their eight, yeah. in the NFL draft. Is it is that surprising to you, the fact that the Cowboys are not going to trade around at all, it looks like? I, if you had told me going into the draft that they weren't going to do it, I would have been surprised. But once they got Kelvin Joseph, I feel like the need lessened a little bit. Like I think mm-hmm. they were planning on using that ammo to make sure they got what they needed in the second round. And when it turned out they didn't need to. I think they were fine. And I mean, like we said, there's, there's precedent. They still could. Like they didn't, they didn't trade for Xavier Woods until the sixth round a few years ago. So they're not done yet. But again, like no disrespect to any of these players, but these picks are worth so little that it's almost like, what are we doing here? But yeah, I think Dane, didn't they, they traded a future fifth for, uh, to get up in the sixth for Xavier Woods or something like yep, that. Like, that's what it was. We've yeah. seen them do deals like that. So they don't even necessarily have to use one of this year's picks to do it. It's just, it'll, it'll just depend on how they feel about who's available. So the Ram, or let's catch our radio folks up on, a couple of picks as Lenore, the corner out of Oregon, went to the 49ers at 172, Packers at 173, TJ Slayton, defensive tackle from Florida, and then Ernest Brown, the edge out of Nebraska, goes to the Rams at 170. Oh, excuse me, Nebraska. I said Nebraska. Northwestern uh, goes to the Rams at 174. What would you know about him? 
Texas kid, six uh, four and a half, two seventy. Uh, not he was a one year starter, and the sack production just is not there. Uh, seven career sacks. But a guy that is stout at the point of attack, uh, the way he uses his hands, he can set a hard edge. He's very physical. Um, you know, he's a really long player, 34 and a half inch arms. And you see that with the way, uh, that he plays contain and, and, and rushes off the edge. He's just not much of a pass rusher. But if you're looking for a guy that's going to be stout versus the run, just be a solid rotational end, Ernest Brown makes sense. So the Jets are on the clock here, 175. Cowboys coming up at 179. And we did this last time, but who would you want the pick to be if you were in the Cowboys' shoes right now and you were making the call? Jeff, we'll start with you. Marvin Wilson. Easy. Or Darius Washington. Okay. I hate um, I hate to agree with Jeff. Marvin Wilson would make me pretty happy. Um, Marlon Tuipilotu. Yeah, I, I tell me. Somebody tell me what, what's wrong with him, please. I mean, I, I've had him sitting there in the third round really the whole Whole time, so. Shakur Brown. I think we're corner. we're late enough in the draft that nobody's going to get mad at me for saying this. I would draft Shy Smith. Hmm, I know sure. he's the wide receiver. He's slots. South Carolina. Yeah, South there's, Carolina. There's, yeah, some off field stuff there. Uh, well, that fits, that fits right, right in. in yeah. That fits right in with the theme of this draft. Dave can well, ask no, you that need a high character character guy here. About? Dave can right. ask him that question what, right off the bat. What type of off-field uh, stuff? It was late stuff that popped up. I'm not even sure uh, entirely what it is. So I don't want. I don't want to make light if it's something serious like right. domestic violence. But mm-hmm. again, that, that's kind of been a trend for this for this draft. He's hey. a good player, but I still have my Stanford guy ahead of him. Oh yeah, I just keep saying that. You know, I mean, I, there's a lot of these guys. I'm going to keep. Fajoko, you know, you considered maybe even a top 100 type of guy. Sure. He was, I don't know, I was surprised by that. My 48th corner just drafted, Jason Pinnock, out of pit. So there's that. Hey, Those are the congrats Jets. on having 48 corners. Oh, I had more than that. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> My bad. It is a premier position. I wrote up 54 corners. I ranked 74. Mm. What well, is? You think there will be a corner drafted that you didn't rank? I hope not. Yeah. That's what, the kind of stuff. That's, that, this is where we start to get. You where, get into that you get a little yeah, nervous. I get antsy. That's because why Dane's Dane's face turned white Dane. last night when we started suggesting that they were going to draft a guy down the board because he mm-hmm. was yeah. Especially this year when it's hard to get the information. Right. There might be a guy that no team talked about. Not like you some rugby ju- player. You would have just had to have been watching tape of a guy and then caught your eye in the corner of it and been like, "Ooh, what about their slot guy over like there?" Like the last, who was our tight end out of Texas? Uh, Swaim. Swaim. Yeah. No, yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that haunts you to this day. It does. We talk about it every year. Yeah. I was actually about to say, like, I interviewed Sean Lee one time uh, before he retired, just about how. He's he's so passionate about what he does. He puts so much work into it. He'll just he'll just be muttering and yelling at himself for days about things that happened on Sunday. Like on Wednesday, he's just doing the dishes and just mad at himself for something that happened. That's Dane with Jeff Swaim. Like yeah. Dane is shaving in the morning, just like freaking Jeff Swaim. Just I, I really need to take down that picture that's hanging up. On the, <laughs> that's, it's, yeah, I need to get over. It. But listen, hey. If there is a player drafted that's not in the draft guide, that will bother me until Thanksgiving. So it's something that uh, Thanksgiving five years from now. So it's something that uh, it's the goal, and uh, we'll have to see. But this is last year. There was only one player that was drafted who was not in the draft guide. That was the Marshall kicker. So I felt a little bit better about that one. Yeah, especially the year before there was only one, the long snapper out of Navy. So I felt a little bit better about that one. Um, as long as it's a non-specialist, I'm okay. K.J. Britt, Auburn linebacker, goes 176 to the Buccaneers. 
Any surprise there, Dane, right around that sweet spot for him? Yeah, five, six, seven. I mean, he's a downhill uh, masher as a, as a run defender. I don't know that he's going to help you out much in uh, coverage. But as a guy that you know brings that energy, brings that that forceful mentality, uh, you know he's the alpha. Uh, uh, he was that alpha of the Auburn defense, and so as long as the medicals are okay, because he was banged up this past year, uh, yeah, not surprised to see him come off the board here. If you're looking for that stout run defender. Let's go ahead and pay the bills a little bit before the Cowboys come up and pick. How about Dallas Cowboys football and Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders? Dance youth camps are back this summer for athletes and dancers of all skill levels. Save $25 with early bird pricing now through May 10th. Register today at DallasCowboys.com slash Academy. And another special thank you to our friends at Miller Lite for a great weekend and great taste with only 96 calories and 3.2 carbs. However, you and your friends enjoy Miller time. You can have the original light beer delivered by going to MillerLite.com forward slash buy beer online and find the delivery options near you. Celebrate responsibly with Miller Lite. So... Three picks now until the Dallas Cowboys. It's 177 with the Patriots. I believe the Packers have 178. They do. And then the Packers, or excuse me, and then after the Packers, it is the Cowboys with pick number eight of the weekend. I wouldn't be upset with a wide receiver here, Dave. One of those shy Smith guys. It looks like Jerry Jones is already on the horn here with the, the phone call. Cameron McGrone, Michigan linebacker, goes to New England at 177. Good player, just uh, yeah. can't stay healthy. That's the biggest thing with him. But if he's healthy, he's probably a top two round guy. Uh, speed and instincts. Yeah. He, he brings both those things. Just needs to stay on the field. You know about it too, Brian. Yeah, I do. And I, I, I tell you what, I was, you know, the thing with Michigan is, like I say, we were. I was trying to like watch have these guys, you know, Quiddy Pays and all those guys, and you're, you're kind of. But this guy, he he kind of jumps out at you when you, when you're watching the tape on him, though. I mean, it's like you see others, and you're like, oh, okay. But I mean, he played part of the season with a broken left hand, you know, and you could you could tell it. it but he could really really run. You see him cover ground when he gets to open field. He's a solid it, it flowing to the ball. There's some snap. You know, there's some snap when he gets there, but there's also some snap when he gets tied, or excuse me, when he gets tied up in trash. That, that's a problem for him a little bit. But he can close some things down. He's a hard guy to get the outside on because he's likely to run you down. He will bang off blockers uh, when the ball comes his direction. I didn't think the broken hand helped him at all getting off the blocks. You've seen him, but he was carrying some receivers up the sidelines, physically shoving them out of bounds in order to defend the play. So kind of an emotional guy too when you watch him play. He was, uh, you know, always kind of yelling and screaming and doing things like that after the play. So. Well, and the biggest thing is he had ACL tear in both knees. And yeah. so that, that's something that is affected where he's drafted. Um, Shamar Jean Charles, corner from Appalachian State, is the selection for Green Bay and the Dallas Cowboys officially on the clock presented by Miller Lite here on The Fan and on DallasCowboys.com. Eight picks this year. It makes it a little bit more fun when you know that the picks are coming up, though. All right, Jeff, who are they taking? They are taking. What is? Well, let's talk about that for a second. <laughs> My phone is. I'm getting a new phone when draft weekend is over. They are taking. This is they great radio. Fantastic. We are yeah, on the radio. Between, I know. You between the dead air and you the think it over. You white think noise. It over. You don't want to okay. be wrong. You don't want to be wrong. You know, it's very important here. You got to nail this. You got to nail this. 
Marvin's tough because they took Osa. So they got three three techniques. Mm-hmm. Marlon Tui Pelotu. That'd be cool. One technique, defensive tackle, USC. Let's go. Uh, yeah, I mean, we Our don't know Washington. why he's falling, but talent-wise. Marvin Wilson. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and the Cowboys do pick again in like 10 selections, so that's another thing to keep in mind is they'll be back on the clock pretty quickly here as they hold like the seventh pick, is yeah. eighth pick in the sixth round. Pick Quincy is Roach. Roach, yeah. Stack them up like club sandwiches at that pass rusher spot, you know? Yeah. I'm just hoping it's probably not one of these late safeties. It is wide receiver Simi yeah. Fajoko out of Brian just brought him up. Stanford. Good How about that? Player. Brian brought us. It's like you've done this before. No, I mean, I the problem I'm running into right now, guys, I got a bunch of hurt players on my board. And I was just trying to say, okay, and okay, they've taken offensive tackle. You know they've 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 addressed the 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 defensive end part of things, you know the linebacker. I just started eliminating. I'm like, well, okay, who would be the best guy? And he was my last wide receiver in the fourth round. Is how I have him on my board. So he was. That's uh, why. That's why I had. That's why I threw his name out there. I, I had him at, in the late third. I, I really am a believer in Fajoko. Mm-hmm. Like I said, his film is really good. By it, the way, it, it, he, it, he's not the most natural pass catcher, but he's a big athlete who can run. And I'm telling you, special teams coverage is a big reason why I, I like them so much. And so I, he was 108 on my board. And what pick is this? 179. So, I mean, I love the value here with Fajoko. Your 16th-ranked ranked receiver. Yeah. I have not watched a snap of him. I won't apologize for it. Well, he's, he's an um, older guy. He's a redshirt sophomore, but he's an older guy because he had the religious mission um, before he uh, was at Stanford. But he big-time high school player. Like rewrote um, the record books there how in, about in Utah. Just, how about just big? This yeah. guy's yeah. six six four. four two twenty two. Uh, he's, yeah. he, he, and if you check his pro day, he was four four three. Yeah, he's got and, a and, and he, six seven eight three cone. Yeah, and I tell you what, he makes some incredible receptions down the field. I mean, I was watching the Washington tape, and they and they're trying to cover him, and it might have even been Molden, and it's along the sidelines, and like Molden's all in his body, and he just reaches back with his hand and is falling backwards. Body control. Catches the ball, gets his foot down, and then Molden's like, what the heck? And the Washington bench is screaming like, you know, they're looking like, whoa, he didn't catch that ball. Sure enough, he did. So, But there's there's snaps where he is covered, like I said, and then he's able to make the play. He's got body control, balance. He's able to put himself in position in order to make those receptions. High level of concentration. Super reliable, I think, when you watch him play. Might not be the prettiest player. But he makes his share of those wow plays. Yeah, he does. And so he's got a clutch gene in his body, I believe, because they're playing UCLA and they're getting killed. And all of a sudden they throw the game tying touchdown to him and then they go to him in overtime to get the winner. Yep. So th- this, this guy might have that kind of thing when you talk about size, speed. And the ability to go get that football. As I say, if you want to watch him, uh, turn on, watch the UCLA tape. Watch, watch the UCLA game. He wears them out. He had a, yeah, he was targeted quite often in that game. And something with receivers that I always pay attention to is what percentage of your receptions resulted in a first down or touchdown. That tells me a lot about how you are using the offense and what kind of player you can be for for my offense. He seventy seven percent of his catches resulted in a first down or touchdown. That is a high percentage. Ideally, you want something at least over seventy. Getting close to eighty is is fantastic. So uh, again, he's an older player. I don't think he's a natural hands catcher. I don't think he's a nuanced route runner. 
but a big athlete who can play on special teams and you know he can still uh, develop i mean he's he's older but he's young in football years because again he missed uh he sat out what two three years because of the religious mission so i think you just answered this for me but it, it doesn't bother you the fact that he only had four starts in his three-year stanford career yeah, I mean that, that's uh, well. This past season, having the or the uh, the shortened year yeah, has hurt that yeah. a lot for sure. That that's part of it. And but I mean, he he also had a blocked field goal. I, I mean, mm. uh, against UCLA, had 16 catches. Like when he was on the field, he was productive. Uh, and so yeah, not ideal in terms of snaps played. Ideally, what you want, but uh, I think his best footballs are in front of him. He's going to need to play special teams to make it here. So that makes a lot of sense to me. Which he might put Noah Brown on the street. Could well, Stephen Jones said it, and I, I, or Cedric Wilson. I've been you know? driving. I've been driving the Noah Brown bandwagon for a long time. But you know, the Cowboys are trying to get re- cheaper. They're trying to replace people. They want these guys to come in and take some jobs. So quarterback got a big check. Yeah, <laughs> we guys got to save some cash. Quarterbacks space. making a lot of money. Running backs making a lot of money. Receiver ones making a lot of money. Defensive. I mean, they're all over the place. It makes sense that the wide receiver that you would pick, if he can climb the depth chart, great. But if not, he can make the team and contribute. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's it. Kickoff, trying to block. I'm kids. telling you right. what, man. This, this guy, he's got the ability. He, I mean, to, he, he, he. I think I said that that clutch gene. I, I think there's something about this kid. He's not a kid, but I'm just saying that he, he's got something to his game that when you watch it, you're like going, okay, I see where you're going here. Yeah. So the picks after the Cowboys, Hafenga goes to the 49ers at 180, the safety from USC. And then wide receiver out of Clemson, Cornell Powell, goes to the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs picking another good player there, Brian. Yeah, that Cornell. Dane, you were talking about him earlier, though, but I, I will, I'll, I'll throw, I think I threw something on the, my notes on him with Powell. Uh, I mean, Sean Wade's hoping he doesn't see Cornell yeah, Powell this, again. This guy, yeah, or anybody else. Yeah, this guy physically, he looks the part. I would not call him quick or fast. But, uh, yeah, st- really steady guy. Not much flash to his game other than some deep ball receptions. He'll snatch the ball in his hands. But you see him body catch some of those balls, too, though. He's got a nose for the goal line when he gets that opportunity. He'll dive, lay out in order to get the ball. Does a good job finishing plays. So fiery competitor and personality for a kid from Clemson. couple wide receivers off the board late here in the fifth. We've got three selections till the end of the fifth round. And then we move into the sixth. Cowboys on the clock in ten selections. And you're listening to the 2021 NFL Draft. On 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. Here's the internet side of things where... Okay, Dane. Odinigi? Go ahead. What is it? Well, Jeff walked away as he said it, right? Odinigi. He's okay. Odinigi. He's okay. He's okay. Oh, no, you like this guy. He's okay. He's okay. I was going to say, say it one more time. He's okay. He's okay. I, I prefer to go with Odd Day for his first name yeah, instead Odd of Day. the full name. I know. I, I didn't okay. even want to take a crack at it, Ogundeji, honestly. yeah, he's a good player. He's, he's really long at 34 to half, 35 and a half inch arms, uh, can play inside, can play outside, uh, plays tall and so he can get moved. But when he, you know, he, he uses that quickness, uses that length, the physical hands, um, you know, he, he can do some things. So he, he's a, a high upside player. Those are my day three edge guys, the guys who are yeah. long, powerful, heavy-handed. And you go, okay. Uh, like if you don't, like, I don't know that he's ever going to be a, a great pass rusher, 
It's like a worse version of uh, the guy we got, Chauncey Golston, where it's like, hey, he's got these things where he could be a decent run player. He can keep linemen's hands off of him. He's interesting. I like it. He's got a great name, too, as long as you know how to say it. Say it one more time, Jeff. Uh, Ogan Deji is the way I said it, but I don't know if that's right. Nah, that's pretty, probably pretty darn close. Pretty close. It's way closer than what I got, so that's good. Uh, okay, so Cowboys on the clock in another one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten picks at one ninety-two. We've already seen them take a wide receiver. You think they maybe go guard here? Maybe throw a quarterback into the mix. We haven't seen a quarterback off the board in quite some time. We saw it last year with Ben DiNucci. Could they go with a Sam Ellinger? Could they talk about a Brady White or a Felipe Franks? Shane Buchel. Did I mess up here? Did I have, did Hafunga, did you guys say he went to San Francisco? He went 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 one pick after. Okay, that's okay. Okay, that's what I was messing around with. Wait, it's funny because on day one, we can talk about the pick for five, ten minutes before another one comes in, but we spent five minutes talking about Fajoko and like four guys got picked. It's just yeah. right. the nature of the beast. There you go, man. I bet that kid, that USC kid's a good player though. That. Ofunga? Yes. I mean, and you talk Bad about toughness and stuff. Yeah, he's, 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 he's beat up, but man, he's, he makes, he tries to make every single tackle for USC. And I respect that about him. The Cowboys are going to go through an entire another draft without having another safety. Taken probably. I told, I, take I, told Washington. You that, I told you that an hour ago. Yep. Hey, if they draft Washington, that's great. But it it, it is, we're gonna do this dance until the end of time. So you and I, you and I were on the same page when it came to this. But we thought there was an exceptional chance this draft that there was going to be one taken in the second. Now things I didn't thought, work I out. I thought they were gonna take one at forty four. I, thought thought so I honestly thought that they were gonna take one at forty four. They might have just been trolling us. Wait, I mean, and this is what makes the draft so fun. But it's interesting to think. If you get J.C. Horner, Patrick Sertan at ten, what happens there at forty-four? I mean, they they just they just got Jabril Cox in the fourth round, so maybe they could have waited on their linebacker. Maybe that is uh, maybe they go up for Trayvon Merrick. Maybe they. I'm I'm trying to think of what other safeties were available to them, but it's that was in, really about it. It's interesting to think. You know, it's a, it's a domino effect. Like if you get your corner on day one, maybe you're not as desperate for one on day two. Maybe you don't draft Kelvin Joseph, and maybe we'd be talking about a corner and a safety instead of a linebacker and a corner. Who knows? Could Keona Neal slip back and go play free since you did go draft a couple oh, linebackers? Absolutely could. Yeah, he he's could. not. I mean, free is not his game. Though. Free, it's not. He's a tackle. Guy. No, he's no, a box oh, no, guy. no. I'm sorry. I tell you, you go back to safety. Well, he no, could. Yeah, meaning... but like he's not going to be your deep. No. Guy. I, no, that's what Kazee and Kazee's here for that. that yeah, would that's kind of what I was hoping. But for. I absolutely think, I absolutely think Keanu Neal could play safety. He did it for four years or five, however many he's been in the league. But because maybe that need for that hybrid linebacker, Jabril, Jabril Cox, and and Micah Parsons being here, it makes it tough for me to figure out what Keanu Neal is supposed to do a linebacker. I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. By the way, Avery Williams goes to the Falcons at one eighty three. A little bit of. Uh, Mountain West action out of Boise State. Special teams player of the year in the Mountain West Conference, by the way. First team had a punt return touchdown, two kick return touchdowns, and a couple of blocked punts. That's one way to get special teams player of the year in that regard. He had nine career special teams touchdowns. So you talk about special oh, teams ben players, Mason. that's one guy there. Oh, and there's a the fullback. Ben Mason. Ben Mason out of 
Michigan goes to Baltimore with the final pick of the fifth round. I really love, like, I think me and Jeff were making fun of fullbacks on the draft show a couple weeks ago. All right, like, a fullback. Well, not only that, but one of the best drafting teams in the league just drafted him. So, they play with a fullback. I'm going yeah, to follow their lead. Yeah. follow their lead. So if we are uh, about to head into the sixth round of the draft. Cowboys hold the 10th pick there. 192 is when they are on the board coming up in just a couple of moments. But whenever we come back on the radio side of things, we've got the newest Dallas Cowboys, Simi Fajoko, the wide receiver from Stanford on the line. And we'll hear from the newest Cowboys wide receiver coming up in just a couple of moments and what he could potentially add to this Dallas Cowboys wide receiver room and this roster. The fifth round has come to a close. We're on to round number six of the 2021 NFL Draft. Welcome back in to day three wall-to-wall coverage from the star in Frisco and the DallasCowboys.com draft show along with 105.3 The Fan. Let's go ahead and toss over to our newest Dallas Cowboy wide receiver out of Stanford. Simi Fajoko is on the line. Simi, first off, congratulations. Thanks for taking some time with us. Just kind of explain the emotions that you're going through at this very moment. Do we have Simi? Do we have Simi on the line? Oh, he hung up. We'll get him back here in just a couple of moments. Have a then. good day, Simi. Congratulations. Glad to have you. <laughs> we'll talk with him coming up here in just a couple of moments. We'll catch you up on picks until we get that point. Can I, can I just read Avery Williams, yeah. uh, his resume here? Go okay. for it. Nine career touchdowns on special teams. Five punt returns, three kick returns, one blocked punt return, five blocks, three punts, one field goal, one extra point, a forced fumble on kickoff coverage. I mean, goodness, I've no, I've never seen a special teams resume like that. It got to the point where teams were trying him out at running back because they need an excuse to get him on the roster. Uh, a little undersized for corner. You don't, you know, is he good enough to be on the roster as a corner? Is it Matthew Slater? I, maybe, yeah. You justify it because he's just that good on special teams. Sure. That's interesting. He goes with the next to last pick in the the fifth round to the Falcons, the corner from Boise. Ben Mason, fullback from Michigan. Well, and Ben goes, Mason, who in my report I report, uh, compared him to Patrick Ricard at the Baltimore fullback. So it's a great fit there with so what he, they want. Yeah, he goes to the Baltimore 184. And then Nick Neiman, uh, linebacker from Iowa, goes to the Chargers to start this sixth round. Jets on the clock. Cowboys picking at 192 as we are trying to get Simi back on the line and talk to the newest Cowboys receiver. Still Marvin Wilson here, everybody? Thinking about it? You know, outside of the great Dane Brugler, I think we'll keep kicking around the same names because it's like, you know, these are my favorite guys. If Dane wants to throw out like the... H back, tight end, fullback from South Dakota State. You're more than welcome to, but uh, we could do that. I mean, we do have Kate Johnson, <laughs> South Dakota State wide receiver, still sure there. Do. That's the Jackrabbits, right? Right. Yeah. It is. Let's go. I mean, Kate Johnson, my 120th ranked player. He, Good he should senior be ball, right? Yeah. He, he, no one could cover. He's Dennis Northcutt. Good player. Wow. Um, a lot of wide receivers still out there. Probably not going to go there with Simi now on the on the team, but I mean. Double up, go go corner again, or triple up, I guess. Go corner with uh, Thomas Graham. I know you're a fan of him, right? Yeah, yeah. I like yeah. I like Thomas Graham. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I think 
I really do. I think like when you get to this day without the breadcrumbs that Dave likes to follow throughout the building. That's what I'm here for. It's basically impossible to mm-hmm. guess because you can't uh, – to me, when you're talking about the sixth or seventh round, I'm not looking at the depth chart to see where they're going to pick because I think you're just looking at – what jumps out to us the most? Like, what is the best value here? Yeah. Because there is no guarantee, and the odds, for the most part, are stacked against guys getting picked in this range to make a football team. So, you know, I think you're just looking for the either the most insane value or the best guy that has something that you want to develop. So, like, I'm not even zeroed in on positions. The other, well, and you shouldn't be. That's what I keep saying. Like, whatever, just draft the guy you feel best about. It doesn't matter at this point. He might not even make the team. But... Um, the other, the fun thing for the Cowboys is like, it's easy to say, like, you're like, oh, you're only mentioning big school guys. Well, that's who the Cowboys draft. Like, until, mm-hmm. until proven otherwise. Ham! Oh, there we go. Nazrul Dean goes, goes, off, goes the, off the board. Florida State, 186 to the Jets. I just, you know, some, some teams' draft shows might have to worry about the South Dakota State receiver, but here in Cowboy Land, I don't think even uh, Ball was at Marshall, but that's because he had to leave Florida State, which is a big program. Like they, that's who they draft. They go after big program guys, which is why I look at the Marvin Wilsons of the world. I don't think that's a bad way to do it. I mean, the, the draft in a lot of ways is about minimizing risk, mm-hmm. and a good way to minimize risk is to look at tape of guys playing against the best players in the country. It's it's a lot easier to minimize risk when you're it's a, it, picking it, somebody who played in the SEC than it is when you're picking somebody who played in Division Two, II, Division Three football. Will McClay is going to do the car wash after this is over. It's the only time of the year he talks, and he, I mean, he openly says it. That's what they look for guys who aren't afraid of the spotlight, and that's really smart, especially for the Dallas Cowboys. It's a different level of spotlight here. A lot of guys aren't ready for that spotlight for a good amount of it. If you're coming from Wisconsin Whitewater, no disrespect to minors, but I'm just saying that is another world entirely from this. Does it surprise you that we haven't seen, at least in this draft, a, a we talk about big schools, but even blue blood programs? There hasn't really been a blue blood taken, right? For for the Cowboys? Yeah, Alabama, I mean, Ohio State. That, uh, I guess you, you could maybe throw Penn State Penn, in there. Penn State. Is that yeah, a blue blood? Good player. Maybe. Like, yes. And and LSU. And I was going to say, okay. LSU. Um, they're Cal- not a blue blood. It's, still, it's a, Big Ten, SEC. Directional it's, school. it's the conferences more than the schools. And Kelvin Joseph started his career at LSU. I mean, he was a yeah. highly recruited player. And you can go watch him covering Devontae Smith. Like You can see him against the best of the best. And even to like you, when you mentioned Quinn Miners or somebody like that, where, oh, no, I don't have tape of this guy going against the best of the best. Hello. That's why they created the Senior Bowl. Right. And mm-hmm. so, like, any opportunity you get, you just you want to see these guys against the best competition yeah. you can find. And that's what you're going to base a big part of your evaluation on. Newest Cowboy Osa Digizua said Miners was the toughest player he faced at the Senior Bowl. So Interesting. That, when you have that type of endorsement, uh, that helps. Odigizua and Golston were both Senior Bowls. Both right? of them, yeah. Are those the only two in this class? So far, I believe. Uh, Cox, Jabril oh, Cox. Yeah, yeah. Jabril Cox. So they love senior role guys too. They take, they, you well, can count it, on them to take And especially this year, because that was the only, really the only opportunity they had to be face to face with these guys. Uh, the senior bowl had a full setup with a lot of plexiglass, uh, so that you, scouts could actually sit down with these players, get to know them a little bit better. Uh, so that opportunity in this draft process was huge and it really helped them. 
Atlanta is on the clock right now. By the way, they took probably David Hellman's top two players in this draft, Kyle Pitts and Richie Grant, in terms of guys that you just, just enjoyed. In ter- I was, that, that's I don't do a board. Everybody, People are like, post your board. I'm like, I don't bother yeah, with that. I leave it. that to y'all. But I just have guys that get me excited to watch, and those are two of the, pro- definitely two of my five or six favorite. For and sure. they just took Frank Darby out of Arizona State. Hmm. Probably the most energetic player. In the draft, I mean, you, you hear him before you see him because he's always laughing, having fun at Senior Bowl practice. It was a lot of fun watching him go out there and, and compete. So, uh, just he's a fun player. The coaches love him. That's good advice to a player, by the way. If you don't think you're going in the first round, <laughs> make sure coaches like you. <laughs> like, do what you got to do to make sure coaches like you. It helps. I sure promise. Does. Just think about the guys that the Cowboys drafted in the third round. And I don't, like, I'm not taking anything away from them. Uh, as far as Odigizua and Chauncey Golston, we all have positive notes like their tape, but we all thought that on tape, yeah, maybe 20, 30 picks later. Yeah. And so what gets you moved up those 20 or 30 picks? Probably the fact that every coach you meet is going to be like, dude, we want him on the team. That guy on my team, yes, sign me up. It helps. Sure does. Dane, what does your big board look like right now? Broadus, I'd like you to maybe add some players' names. <laughs> I quit. I burned it. I mean, it's just we, we, our USC defensive tackle still out there. Uh, Deontay Brown from Alabama. Trey Smith, we know that's medically related. Stone Forsyth, I'm surprised to see him still available. I hmm. thought he was... Take him. Double dip it. I mean, he's, he's, he struggles at times as a run blocker, but in pass protection, he's it's usually the opposite with offensive linemen, but uh, he does a nice job. Quincy Roche. So we do have Simi Fajoko back on the line. Simi, I'm sure you're celebrating. We got you back, luckily. But, hey, what's this What's this moment been like for you? Welcome to the Cowboys. Man, it's been so surreal. It's just, you know, it's, it's you know, I've been working really hard for this moment my whole life. And, you know, I've had a dream to play at the next level. And, you know, it's even sweeter than, than I'm playing in Texas. Well, Simi, we were actually we were just talking about things that, players as prospects can do to make teams want them more and i'd imagine one of those things is special teams you get picked on the third day of the nfl draft and you're coming in to make a football team and start your nfl career can you talk about that aspect of the game where it's like i might need to use this to make the team yes sir yeah absolutely i'd say you know special teams adds value to you as a player you know every everybody in in the nfl is looking for someone that adds value and um is able to do more you know not just, not just a one-trick pony. So I would say special teams is huge. Um, it adds plenty of value, and I'm sure um, that's part of the reason why, why the Cowboys took me as well. So I have, I have no problem coming in and, and playing special teams. Which, and congrats, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm sure that'll be a big part of this for you. But at the same time, I can't help but notice that you're 6'4 and run a 4'4'3, and that's fun as hell. So, <laughs> can, great question, Dan. Well, just, is, it, is it that simple? I mean, do you, do you just go downfield and get the ball over guys? Or what do you think is the best thing about your game as a wide receiver right now? Yeah, I would say that. You know, given the role I played at Stanford, I was that guy to take the top off of, of the defense and really – um, catch those. I was that deep threat, um, and I feel like that's that's part of my game that I'm. I, I feel elite, um, and I feel like I'll help the Cowboys in that aspect. Obviously, they got great receivers um, with CD, with Amari Cooper. You got you know Michael Gallup, and then you have Dak throwing you the ball. So um, you know, I'm just excited um, just to be a part of the program and and get my opportunity to learn from them and and grow into the receiver I know I can be. 
Simi, I was watching the, the UCLA game, and you guys were left for dead there. I mean, it was amazing. <laughs> I mean, I can imagine, you know, what was going through everybody's mind is that, you know, the clock was ticking down, and then you just started making play after play after play. Was it one of those things where, you know, the, the coaching staff looked at you and, you know, and Davis looked at you and everybody said, hey, you gotta, you gotta carry us, bro. You gotta get us out of this thing. Is that, is that what happened in this one? Yeah, I mean, it was it was less of the coaches. It was more of you know, I went up to Davis. Davis came up to me, and it was it was sort of like, hey, like this is us. It's our time to go, um, and let's do this thing. And you know, obviously, we 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 put on a show here late in the end, but um, we were just excited that that game ended the way it did. You only had a couple of starts during your your college tenure, just because of COVID nineteen, really throwing a big wrench into things in the Pac twelve, and and not seeing a ton of playing time early in your career. How is that going to be spun as a positive for you entering the NFL with relatively low mileage? Um, I'd say you know, obviously, given you know my you know the stats that I had and things like that, I I just would say that you know all it's going to take is repetition for me to to become like um, what you saw at UCLA. You know, I'm still I'm that same receiver. I can do that at the next level as well. So um, I'd say just giving me repetition and and you know obviously the little experience. Once once I get a little more experience in it, uh, we're going to put on a show over in Dallas. Fifth round draft pick Simi Fajoko out of uh, uh, the wide receiver out of Stanford joining us here on the draft show. Simi, thanks so much for taking some time with us. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. Thank you. There he goes, Simi Fajoko. We finally got him back on the line. Great job for the behind-the-scenes crew who have been grinding with us all weekend. Yeah, shouts out to y'all, no by doubt. the way. Everybody. And I'll, I'll read off the names coming up here in just a little bit of everybody, not only here but also at the fan as well. But let's go ahead and hear from the secret audio from also behind the scenes. Here's what Jerry Jones and Mike McCarthy had to say as Simi got the call in or from the Dallas Cowboys. Hi, Simmy. This is Charlotte Jones. I'm Jerry's daughter. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Well, I am a fellow Stanford alum, and I just wanted to welcome you to the Dallas Cowboys. We could use some more smart people around here. That's awesome. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, stand by. Here comes Jerry. Welcome to the team. Hey, Sammy, we did just get smarter. I can tell you for a fact around here. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here with some. I can't find the door, but we're going through, okay? Awesome. But listen, we are so proud for, for you, first of all, that you've uh, had the career you've had and uh, have all the respect in the world for you for how you've done it and the, and the fact that uh, uh, we're uh, drafting you. But the most important thing, NFL changed my life personally. It changed the lives of everybody you've talked to on the phone here. And, uh, boy, I'll tell you what, you've got to get God's gifts. It can change yours, too. So we just are excited that you're going to do it and be a teammate of ours. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you so much. Listen, I want to visit. I want you to visit with Mike McCarthy, our coach. I'm fixing to hand you the phone. But, again, uh, congratulations, and we're handing that card in. Thank you so much. Thank okay. you. Okay. Here's here's Coach Mike, here's Coach McCarthy. Hello, Simi. Congratulations. How's it going, Coach? Uh, it's going great. Are you having some fun right now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit of waited, but I'm, I'm yeah. having fun now. Well, it was worth the wait. Young man, it was worth the wait. So you'll be, you'll be a great fit for our room and a great fit for our football team. So can't tell you how excited you so we are to be able to select you here. So thank you so much. Thank you. Where are you? Where are you right now? Are you back home? Yeah, I'm at home. I'm at home with my family, my wife, and, and everyone else. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. 
Well, congratulations once again and enjoy, enjoy the moment. Thank you so much. Thank All you. Right. So there he is, the secret audio from uh, Simi. What were you going to say, Jeff? Well, I, first of all, I hate Philadelphia. I'm sorry. Well, first of all, I hate Philadelphia. They're having a great draft. They They're just took it. Marlon Tuipelotu at pick crushing 189. It. And if there's nothing medical there, I think that's great value for a dude. If there is at this point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's, uh, that's a dude that on tape is going to have a long career as a defensive tackle in the NFL. And the second thing I want to point out is that Mike McCarthy on the secret audio is all of us. <laughs> like even as a broadcaster, if it's like, hey, you're going to interview somebody that you don't really know or don't know anything about, he's yeah. got his go-to. And his go-to is, yeah. hey, where are you? What are you, you, you at the family? house with family? What does he expect him to say? I don't know. <laughs> like, but he no, does. I get it. Oh, no, yeah, you have a go-to question. So my question is, who in the room doesn't know where to find a door? I mean, we're talking about smart people there. Who is he referencing there? I think that was about uh, – I think he was talking about Steven. <laughs> yeah. Goodness. Hey, look, if it's a guy who's saying that, you got to assume he's talking about his own kids. That's you know? fair. That's a good and, point. And it ain't Charlotte, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. That's a good point. Trey Hill, uh, often, or interior offensive lineman from Georgia, goes to Cincinnati at 190. Two picks in between the Cowboys. you got the Panthers up right now on the board, and then the Dallas Cowboys selecting at 190. Ah! Oh, the Philadelphia Eagles jump right back in there again. Oh, no. Who do they have here? They just took Tui Pelotu, and now they're picking at 191. Surely this has to just be that they like a guy. Or, Brian, are you guys, when you're in pro personnel, so good at it that you're like, look, I'm telling you, Dallas at 192 is thinking about this, and we got to jump them. People talk. Yeah, people yeah. talk. That's and that's when you get yelled at for bringing it up. You're Brian, like, did you just tell Philly what the Dallas is no, going to do? No, uh-uh, I okay. did not. Did I, we tell them? You yeah. did work there. I, I, uh, it's funny it's uh, because you do like you. You trying to kind of gauge where things are going, and they might have an idea what Dallas is going to do here. I think kind of we're been. I think everything we've been talking about with Dallas. I mean, just look at your board. Look at where you know. Look where the players are. We've talked about defensive tackles, but they're on the phone right now. So they're, they've obviously got their guy that they wanted here. But it's it's one of those things where you kind of just. You know, we, we go through the needs and we go through, okay, what have they not addressed? We keep, you know, I, I think we've done a great job today oh, of talking man. about, talking like about, guy. talking about players and particular players and stuff like that. So we'll, we'll see what this happens. This is a name that I had heard Dallas just slightly interested in. Teron Jackson from Coastal Carolina, the edge rusher at 191 goes to Philadelphia. He was the guy who in that BYU game was just everywhere. Any game you put on, very good. Coastal very Carolina, true. he was everywhere. Uh, a really productive player. Forty-four and a half tackles for loss, twenty-six and a half sacks over his career. Uh, you know, he's a little bit of a tweener. The way the way they played him, six-two, two fifty-four. Uh, love the lateral quickness. Love his body control. Uh, splitting gaps. He's balanced in space. Uh, he's very explosive with his punch and the way that he attacks blockers. So, you know, I, I don't, he, he's a spark plug with, with the way he plays. I don't know that he's going to be a fit for, uh, maybe an interior player. I, I like him best outside in the NFL, but I, be a base end, maybe reduce inside at times. Uh, like this pick in the sixth round. That sounds like the profile of a guy that if he had an all-star game and played well, could go even higher. Was he was he invited all- to the senior bowl. He oh. played, he played at the senior bowl. Did he play? Okay. He was at the senior bowl. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I, I think what, I think what hurt him is just, because this is such a bad defensive tackle class, he had to play inside a lot at the Senior Bowl. Okay, and so at 
you know, 254 or whatever he was. He's 254 at the pro day. I don't know exactly what he was at the senior bowl, mm-hmm. but undersized to play inside. And so the senior bowl really wasn't a great week for him just because of how he was used. But I mean, the tape was awesome. Two time team captain. Uh, Eagles made another good pick. Made another good pick. The Cowboys looking to make another good pick on their end. They are up on the clock at 192, presented by Miller Lite. couple final seconds before the pick is announced. Dave, who do you think it will be? It's not going to be Paris Ford, it's Quentin Bahana, no. some of these guys that it, we've talked about. I oh, it's up on the clock. It's defensive tackle, Quentin say, Bahana. All right, there you go. Trash can full of dirt. That's yeah. what they're looking Which, you know, we've been talking about defensive tackles all day. This was a name you said a couple hours ago. It seems like a guy that they've been interested in. They've had their eyes on him, for and, sure. I mean, talk about a space eater. I mean, Dane, I'll let you do it, but this is a massive human being. 6'4", 330 pounds, 34-inch arms. I mean, you guys uh, were absolutely right the way you set it up. He is a nose tackle. He's going to set him up over the A-gap, line him up over the center. Uh, a lot to like about what he can do. Eating blocks, stopping the run, creating those, you know, 10 car pileups in, inside. Zero pass rush value, but that's not why you're drafting him. You're drafting him to be that nose tackle. Moves really, really well for 330. Uh, we'll see what he comes in at, because I know at some point he was over 350, and so the weight, you need to watch that. But, uh, you know, he's a guy that you just plug in there, and he's a tree stump. Cowboys make their selection at 192. We'll continue breaking down the newest Dallas Cowboy, Quentin Bohana. When we return, you're listening to the 2021 NFL Draft on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. Dane, I need your opinion for the internet people. Oh, and it's it's not. A, I'm just I'm curious because we we talk we did we did this with Togi Eye earlier today. Is you're like, well, he doesn't have any pass rush value, and that's why he's falling. And I get that, but so. What I want to know is Quentin Bohana, pick 192. Is he getting drafted here purely because he doesn't have pass rush value? Or, like, when a guy goes 192, I'm not even convinced he's going to make the team. You get what I'm trying to say? Like, is this guy good enough to come in and play and do what you're asking him to, and he just fell this far because of his positional value? I think, yeah, positional value is a big part in this. Because he's not even, like, a Tokyo, he was productive. You know, like, he had a lot of tackles. Quentin Bohana had 59 tackles. In his career. Oh, gosh. Okay? Like, I mean, he's not... 45 games played, 59 tackles. Not exactly the ratio you want. So, you know, he is a guy that is going to play really well in that little square, that phone booth. Doesn't have the range to be in the backfield to make plays outside that little square of his. So... Very specific with how you're going to play him. I really, and that's that's why I like Togi so much because I think he can do a little bit he, more yeah, yeah, than yeah. just clog things up. When I say like Togi is not a pass, I mean you know he's he's going to give you uh, a little bit of pass rush, but that's not why you're drafting I him. You. Where with Bohana, that's really not why you're drafting, him. and that's just not what he is. I really this this pick excites me in the sense that I want that type of player because I think the linebackers not having clean space was a big part of their right. problems last year. Well, what's the what's the uh, range? Ask Jamin Davis about playing in front of this kid or behind this guy. There you go. Well, sure. No, what's, what's the range of a, a, a trash can full of dirt? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's not, not a whole lot. Right. right. I mean, the first line of my weaknesses on Bohana, small radius of impact. And that's just... That that's going to be you know what he is in the NFL. He doesn't have that huge uh, impact radius. Basically, I just want you to tell me he's good enough to make the team. Well, see, but that's the thing I about it is. I think so. Yeah. He's. I mean, the, the thing. I mean, I'm reading my notes about. I'm gonna watch the play against Florida, Mississippi State, and we were. And I was saying, all I think about him is that's a thick guy that doesn't look sloppy. 
You know, that's a big man that doesn't look sloppy. I like that. And he says, you know, he did, I said he anchors down the running game. He can hold his ground versus power. It's not the type of guy that's going to get moved. You know, he's strong to stack, control blockers. He plays well when he has to deal with double teams. He plays square. That's what you want. When you talk about run defenders, you don't want guys that every time you want to see that number 95. You don't want to see half his body getting turned. And this guy, he, he's able to do that. Now, he's not going to give you pass rush. Dane is absolutely right about that. He gets a little tall out of his stance when he does that. He needs to have a little bit better plan. And you'd like to see him use his power and his mass a little bit more to create some rushing opportunities. But the, the coach don't, they don't, they don't, t- they don't, I mean, they, they, they don't take him out. So that's the thing about him is I, I, I'm just impressed with how well he can move for a man that, that big. I like this pick a lot, having listened to everything y'all just said. He's a huge guy. I mean, he really—they they they don't have anybody like him. No, and they haven't that's had insane. anybody like him recently. Boyd, that's the, well, they had Poe, and but it was yeah. it was eighth year veteran Dontari. This guy Poe, was a four year right. starter at Kentucky. Yeah. I mean, that's that, but he only I, had fifty seven career tackles. Fifty nine. Fifty nine. Well, you have to run directly at him for him to get the tackle. I don't just care. Those people. I don't care if he tackles right. anybody Occupy as long people. as there. If right. Layton, Jalen, and Micah and everybody else have a clean path to the ball carrier, I don't give a damn. It's just understanding <laughs> what he is. We are into round number six of the 2021 NFL Draft here on DallasCowboys.com and 105.3 The Fan. Of course, special thanks to all of our friends at Snickers, at Miller Lite, and around the league for making this happen uh, throughout the weekend. Kyle Yeomans. Driving the bus here, Jeff Cavanaugh. We've got Brian Broaddus, Dane Brugler, David Hellman, and Zero back at the station. Chris Beam, Doug Branch, Aaron Gonzalez and company doing great work behind the scenes here at the Star. Plenty of people to thank for what has been a great weekend as the Cowboys just made their ninth selection of the NFL draft. It was Defensive tackle out of Kentucky, Quentin Bohana is the pick for the Cowboys. And, well, it's one that, like Dave, you you talked about when it came up. It's a big bucket of dirt. Brian, you gave your scouting report for the Internet side. Kind of want to give that to the radio peeps as well. Yeah, uh, he's a massive guy. He, You know, when you watch defensive tackles play, especially against the run, you worry about them getting turned. And he's one of these guys that's not going to get turned. He's going to play with power at the point of attack. He's going to take on double team blocks. He's going to move down the line of scrimmage, though, kind of make sure that the guys behind him are able to make plays. That's what this type of guy does. He's not going to give you much on the pass rush side. I'd like to see him use the bulk and his power more to get a little bit more push as a pass rusher. He tends to get a little straight up and then try and kind of find and then rush. So hopefully that these the line coaches stuff here will work with him, keep his keep his pads down, push. You know, because he's such a large man and he's a strong guy. So naturally strong, naturally too. strong. Yeah. You you play you let him play against the run. They're not they're not going to move him. But he's got to, if he can develop a little bit more pass rush, I think he can have a little bit better player.
He, he's a short area space eater is exactly what he is. He doesn't have a, a large radius of impact. And so, and that's fine. You know, you, you need guys like this who, uh, can, uh, still impact the way you play defense just by being out there. You know, you don't have to be a guy that piles up the stat sheet. You just need to help others do that. And so with 59 t- career tackles and 45 games, not the ratio that you, you want to see, but when you look at what he was asked to do, uh, I think that really stands out. He'll use that length to get his hands up and knock down passes at the line of scrimmage. Um, you know, I, I, sometimes he'll get a little sloppy with, you know, stand up and his pads will get a little high. So he'll sacrifice his balance at times. But you're talking about just a, a large human being, uh, like Brian said, who just not going to give you much pass rush, but as a run defender, you know, he, he's going to be a guy that helps, uh, open things up for his teammates. I just love the, like everything about this draft just feels like looking at the linebacker situation and saying, like, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I'm not trying to hear sure. it. We drafted Micah Parsons, got amazing value on Jabril Cox, and not just Bohana, by the way, but then, you know, you drafted two other guys that can really help you out in, in that regard. I, I mean, they're, they're trying to fix it clearly. I'm, I'm, I feel better knowing that I wasn't the only one alarmed by that. No doubt about it. We do have the newest Dallas Cowboy, Quentin Bohana, on the line as he was selected out of Kentucky. We've got a couple of Kentucky Wildcats now with Kelvin Joseph. Quentin, first off, congratulations on a big day for you. What is, what is the celebration like for you right now? Man, it's crazy. The whole, my whole entire family out here in Memphis Cowboys fans. So they're going crazy right now, man. It's just lifelong dream. And after the pro day and the meeting I had with Coach McCarthy and Coach Quinn, and I got to talk to Mr. Jerry, and I just felt good about the situation. I felt like I was a fit, and I was just waiting. I was just waiting for them. I knew today was going to be a good day. <laughs> so, Congratulations, by the way. But how how does that feel if your family's Cowboy fans? It's something you've known your whole life, and then you know you talked to Mike McCarthy a couple months ago, and just like sort of starting to realize that that might happen up until today. What was that like when it first dawned on you that that could happen for you? <laughs> Man, it was a it was still kind of surreal, and it never didn't hit me until. Like, it ain't really hit me at the just now. It was surreal. I always, you always know that you, it's a chance, but when it really happens, it just, I know, feel like I can't even describe it. Quentin, what do you, what do you believe? Uh, we hear the celebration, man. This is awesome. Uh, what do you believe is the best part, the strongest part of your game, uh, as you enter into your, your professional career? It's for sure playing the run, being physical being a plug in the middle and letting the guys behind me run free and make plays. But also I can add some athleticism to that and make plays myself when it needs be. Well, Quentin, thanks for taking some time to, to talk with us. We look forward to seeing you on the field out here at the Star very soon. Yes, sir. Thank you. <laughs> we'll let you get back Thank to it. There he goes. Quentin Bohana, the newest Dallas Cowboys selected in the sixth round. I see, and that's the thing about day, day three guys, these sixth and seventh round picks is it, sure, there's a lot of reality that sets in because it's time to go to work and you got to make a roster. But at the same time, I mean, this is still really cool to hear that in the background. And I'm sure we'll have the secret audio coming up here in a little bit as well to, to hear kind of the, the initial reaction. Actually, guess what? Our great guys behind the scenes have it right now. Let's listen to the secret audio of what Mr. Bohana heard as he was selected by the Cowboys. Hey, Quentin, this is Jerry Jones, and uh, uh, we want to hand this card in and make you a Cowboy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
Okay. Well, well, we've been watching. We've been watching. We're uh, real good, and uh, uh, congratulations on your opportunity. Yes, sir. Thank uh, you so much. Well, we're excited for your opportunity, and uh, I'll tell you what, it's uh, it uh, take it from somebody that's benefited no place like the NFL, so don't yes, let them take it away from you. Right now, I'm going to take full advantage of it. Thank you for full the advantage. Time. You bet, Quentin. You bet. Listen, yes, we'll start right here. Mike McCarthy wants to talk to you, your new coach. Yes, sir. Here he is. Quentin, how you feeling? Oh. Uh-huh. I can't even describe it, Coach. That's awesome. Are you back home in Memphis? <laughs> Thank you, Coach. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, I told you you was coming to Dallas, didn't I? Yes, sir. That's I can't right. wait. Well, hey, you're you're a perfect fit for us, so enjoy this time with your family and friends, and I'll see you on the 14th, okay? Thank you for this opportunity, Coach. Oh, you bet. You bet. Yes, sir. Congratulations. Yes, sir. Thank you. So a couple more things there to take away from the phone call. The 14th was mentioned again. And then also, I mean, we knew that the Cowboys had had their eyes on him for a good amount of time. But, I mean, whenever you hear a coach straight up say, I told you you were coming to Dallas, kind of shows just how interested they were. Yeah, it also uh, makes cynical Jeffrey look back at earlier in this draft when Micah Parsons is like, yeah, I had a Zoom call with the Cowboys, but, you know, McCarthy wasn't there and Quinn wasn't hmm. there and Jerry wasn't there. Like, yeah. that, that wasn't plan A because now we have heard guys on the phone where he's like, I told you. And other guys were like, well, when Dan Quinn was working me out, I knew. And, you know, right. some of these guys, I don't they think, knew that was going to happen. I don't, some of them, they didn't. I don't think it's a shot at Micah Parsons to say that he wasn't plan A. I right. think, I mean, I, they wanted right. a cornerback. And, that, and that's the thing. They trade, they had the wherewithal to trade back and get something out of not getting what they wanted. And that makes the Micah Parsons thing a lot more, uh, a lot better for me at any rate. But yeah, I just, I love the mental image. Mike McCarthy, blue collar Pittsburgh guy. He wants to run the ball and stop the run and turnover differential. I just imagine him like, Walking into the indoor at Kentucky's pro day, seeing Quentin Bohana and being like, "That guy, I want, I want that guy. I don't really even care what he does." <laughs> uh, that's fantastic. Couple of Kentucky Wildcats, of course. Kelvin Joseph going in the second round at forty-four. I wanted to ask uh, Quentin about Kelvin Joseph. Just that's you know they did that I a couple. Pointed at you, Dan. Well, ask another. Well, question. what if he would have said, "I hated him. I was so glad he opted out." Yeah, great. God, I hate that's that guy. Point. When I see him, we're fighting. They've done that. A few- <laughs> They did that with Taco and Jordan Lewis. They did it with Joe and Michael Jackson a couple years ago. So it's not totally uncommon. I mean, but I just, that's got to be great to have a guy that you know helping you with that transition. But even last year with Trayvon Diggs and, uh, or, uh, excuse me, Neville Gallimore and CD Lamb. Lamb. You're right. Absolutely. Good point. I was thinking Alabama, but no, it was Oklahoma last year. I kind of like what they're doing. Where, day three. Obviously not every pick, but I kind of like what they're doing in terms of, you now on this roster have two young linebackers that can absolutely fly. You are putting somebody big in front of them. You're getting run stoppers on the defensive line that are going to be tough for offensive linemen to just climb to the second level. They saw a weakness last year, and they are taking some serious steps. And I do go back to what you were saying about the linebacker thing. Like Van Der Esch, Jalen Smith, I believe with Jabril Cox falling to where he did, you're both on notice. Like there, there are guys here that are going to be starters in the NFL that are prepared to play linebacker here. Have you seen The Dark Knight? 
I've seen The Dark Knight. That's I'm, I'm old enough for that movie. Thank you. I'm stealing that. I'm stealing it from the great David Moore. I'm sorry, David, but it reminds me of the scene in The Dark Knight where the Joker breaks the cue stick and he's like, "We're having tryouts for the team, boys." <laughs> Some, only one of you is only one of you's coming out of this room. Tryouts. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see how it plays out. But I mean, that's that's also the reality in the NFL. You're always trying to get cheaper at as many spots as you can. You look at the teams that are contenders and that win a Super Bowl, and I feel like most years. You can look back directly at the draft or two before they won a Super Bowl or before you're a real-life contender, and you can find guys who make little bits of money that are big-time contributors. And if you don't have that, then generally, good luck. It's, before we go to break, real quick, and we talked about it last night, and I know the draft nerds at this table, Brian and Dane, don't want to hear it. Jeff, you don't want to hear it either. You want to follow the board, take the best player available. My When I see what they've done, I think that they think we're a pretty complete team. Like, we're not rebuilding our roster. We're not trying to make things over. We're ready to compete if we're healthier. And if that means we're reaching to get guys that can fill the roles we need them to, we're fine with that. And that's more so last night than today. But it it makes it makes sense to me in the larger picture if that's what they're trying to accomplish. Let's go ahead and take that break. Dave was just mentioning you're listening to the 2021 NFL Draft on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. Dane, we've got to catch up on a couple of picks. One of those picks was Elijah Mitchell running Good back player. from Louisiana. He went to the 49ers, correct? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Isn't that the second, second running, back? running back they drafted? Because yeah, they, they took Trey Sermon earlier, right? Yep, they did. So they uh, do it. Day two or Kyle day three, Shanahan two day three loves picks. having like six running backs. Right, it seems and they like. just they lost. Uh, who they just lose? Did they uh, lose Mostert. No, who's the other one? And they send him to Miami. I that think he is gone. Right. Oh, that's yeah, yeah, you're right. Creative, whatever, say his name. Um, the point but, is, in San Francisco, it doesn't matter the running back's name. It's just well, the that's why I was surprised they took Sermon so high yeah. uh, in the third round. They usually just take later round guys like Derek like McKinnon. Mitchell. Uh, and Mitchell's good. He, he's a uh, he's he, he arguably the best. If you're going to rank the top three pass-catching backs in this draft, I think he's in there. Gainwell probably won, and then Mitchell's duking it out with a few other guys for that second spot. Uh, good speed, good size. He's part of a heavy rotation at Louisiana, but uh, I think this is kind of the sweet spot for him here at the in the sixth round. So let's catch up on a couple of these picks, starting with Bohana at... Uh, the Cowboys at 192. Then it goes Panthers took Deontay Brown, the oh, guard time. from Alabama. Yeah. yeah, really good player going at 193. That's great value for Matt Rule and the Panthers. Elijah Mitchell, we mentioned him going to the 49ers. Roy Lopez, Texans take the defensive tackle out of Arizona. Then another Wildcat out of Arizona, the running back Gary Brightwell, will go to the NFC East. He will play for the New York Giants. And then William Sherman, offensive tackle from Colorado, picked by the Patriots yeah. at 197. Colorado lineman. Good player. Yeah, you liked him too, didn't you, Broadus? I did. I'm trying to dig my notes up on him. Roy here. Lopez, he was interesting because in a bad defensive tackle class, he was a guy that uh, you know was on the fringe of being drafted in normal years, but in this year he's going sixth round because of it. Uh, I love the agility, the contact balance, the upper body power. Uh, former New Mexico State transfer, so pretty good player. Yeah, the thing with Sherman is he's a left tackle at Colorado, but I think he's like Dane's talking. About, he's going to have to play guard. He's really powerful at the point of attack. The movement he's able to get when he locks up on his man, I think, is pretty good. The body position, the balance. He gets his hands inside. He really drives his legs. There were a couple of times in the Utah game where like, they got down to the goal line, and he just 
fired off the ball, got into his guy, drove him into the end zone, ball went behind him. So his pass set could be a little off balance at times. He gets in trouble with some quick movements, but his footwork in the order to, to run the defense past the quarterback is okay. I'd like to see him sit down a little better on the pass uh, block and stuff, but as a run blocker, I think that's where he's going to make his living right now. Kelvin Joseph, for his part, is stoked about Quentin Bohana. He's so you don't think they hate each other. He's on a retweet spree like a mile long, <laughs> and uh, Jamin Davis for you know talking about he probably appreciates that. Jamin Davis is really happy that uh, Boss Man Fat and Bohana are together again too. So was that team a good defense last year? I have no idea. Like they statistically, okay, but they, they had a lot of guys. Yeah, they were pretty yeah. decent, right? Kentucky was a decent team. I don't know statistically how they were. Kentucky's always like one player away when they have really good defense. They don't have a quarterback. Remember they had the quarterback that was the wide receiver that Dane, I, I'm asking you the, Sorry. but they had a, remember the guy that was the wide receiver last that year? Was, oh, oh yeah, that was a quarterback. He had to play. My yeah, guy yeah. Bowman. Yeah. Or from, Bowden. He's from my hometown. Bowden, actually, I'm sorry. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. They always seem to have that's, like one or two. You know why? Which to Dane's point, Mark Stoops, I think realized that even though Kentucky's in the SEC, they're right up there in Ohio State territory. And if you can scoop up the guys that Ohio State and Penn State don't get, probably have a pretty good team. Well, Ohio State wanted them, but they wanted them as a receiver. Kentucky gave them the shot to play quarterback. And so that, that's your, you're right on with that. So you had Lynn Bowden Jr. last year, yeah. 80th overall to the Raiders. And then and later in the draft, you had Logan Stenberg, the guard. Did Bowden do anything in Miami? I know they tra- – uh, I mean, a little bit, but nothing – yeah. I, I loved him. I they traded him I right after. They traded him like a week into the season. Yeah. I mean, it, he it was he so had some off-field stuff. So. Uh. Uh, Jalen Twyman coming off the board at a pit who had a really bad combine – or a really bad pro day, uh, which is not good for a guy that opted out of the season. Uh, yeah. But he has some pass rush value, so not surprised that they picked him up. But when you have a 300-pound defensive tackle – Who's running an eight flat three cone? Not good. Mm-hmm. Was it, was there a uh, where would you say his tape ranked in terms of most players? Pretty good. Top one hundred, maybe. Yeah. Top one hundred. Yeah. I mean, because he he has pass rush moves. He knows how to patch together, uh, you know, these these different moves to to beat blockers at the point. So. Uh, you know, it's hard to reconcile, uh, the bad pro day and opting out and, you know, some off field stuff. And Twyman was a wild card. Wasn't sure where he was going to go, if he was going to go today, but, uh, Vikings taking a chance here. I thought by far the best thing that he had was the pass rush moves. Yeah. Like he kind of had a feel for it. You right. see the cross chop and the arm over and you see all these different things. But I didn't, like, it's like he couldn't stand up to double teams. He didn't dominate no. single teams. And then the workout, and it was just, that was, he was a tough guy to place. I mean, in a lot of ways, he's the, the six round version of an Aaron Donald. You know, like, wore the same number two at Pitt, 97. Defensive player of the year coming up for Twyman, maybe. One hundred ninety nine down, sixty to go in the NFL draft as the New York Jets are on the clock at pick number two hundred. We're in the middle of the sixth round. Here from the star in Frisco, Kyle Yeomans, Brian Broadus, Jeff Cavanaugh, Dane Brugler, David Hellman. Here from the SWBC Mortgage Studios, the draft show presented by 
Miller Lite. Want to thank our sponsors again with Miller Lite and Snickers with us all weekend long and Dallas Cowboys youth camps as well. And we are getting down to the, into the 200s with this next selection from the Jets. The Jets have had a pretty good draft so far too, Dane Brugler. I mean, starting off with Zach Wilson, protecting him a little bit and then adding to that as the draft has gone along. Very offensive heavy, uh, draft early on, especially. Um, and they gave their new quarterback some help with Elijah Vera Tucker at left guard, uh, Elijah Moore at wide receiver, Michael Carter, the running back. And since then, they've gone all defense, uh, with a couple safeties, Jamie Sherwood and Hamsa Najraldi in a corner and, J- and uh, Jason Pinnock. So one final pick here. Uh, oh, and they went Brandon Eccles, the Kentucky corner, another Kentucky def- defensive wow. player off the board. Tweet him up. Uh, good, <laughs> yeah, good, uh, a good, really good athlete, uh, former wide receiver making the move. He's still kind of learning things at, uh, corner, but, uh, the athleticism he showed at the pro day kind of locked him, him in as a draft pick. So another Kentucky player, we, and for those that were on the dot-com side of things, heard us talking about it, but the Cowboys double-dipping with Kelvin Joseph and Quentin Bohana, and, and Kelvin Joseph just absolutely elated about uh, uh, Bohana coming in, and, and I'm sure, like Brian just said, they're probably pretty excited about what Brandon Nichols brings as well. So we've taken a look at some of the highlights during our – he's covering Van Jefferson really well there. Yeah, resetting my, my board um, – not, I mean, Trey Smith, it's all medical with him out of Tennessee. We know that. So not a huge surprise here. Stone Forsyth, missing something on him while he's still on the board. Uh, that's a little confusing. Quincy Roche. I, I was not the biggest Quincy Roche fan, but I mean, anywhere on day three, I thought it was fair value for him. And here we are in the sixth. He's still available. Um, Charles Snowden out of Virginia. He's yeah. tough because I, like, I, I really question if he has the power to be a defensive end. Mm-hmm. And you don't necessarily love him standing up as an outside backer. So he's just kind of, when you use the word tweener, I think he fits just with the, you know, he's almost like a basketball small forward out there. Uh, and it's hard to know what to do with him, but he is a smooth athlete. He's got ability. It's just, I don't know if he has the power to hold up. Uh, Shy Smith, Ardarius Washington, Kate Johnson. Uh, Thomas Graham out of Oregon, a little surprised he's still there. Uh, James Wiggins, Cincinnati, Tamari and Terry, wide receiver out of Florida State, uh, still uh, hanging around. So a lot of good players still available. Giants take Rodarius Williams, Oklahoma State corner here at Greedy's older brother. Hey, oh. So he's, uh, he, Oklahoma State, he didn't really have the best career until this year and he, Made a, a statement and said, "Hey, you know, I need to be drafted with how we played. Did okay at the Senior Bowl. Um, you know, not a you know average size speed type of player, but the ball skills are there. Uh, the route awareness, I was pretty impressed with his ability to understand what the offense was doing, and then you know adjust his body position to be in position to make a play on the ball. So, Rodarius Washington uh, Williams made the most of his senior year." And uh, now he's a, a an NFL draft pick. Another Senior Bowl guy taken off the board. A couple of those still available along the way. So we've got Dallas has two picks left to make. Two picks, end of the sixth, and then right in the middle of the seventh. So you know they could still draft a safety, whether that's our Darius Washington or Paris Ford or somebody else. Could we imagine the elation from this end of the table if he ends up? 
I hate to I hate to I hate to be you that cough button It'd just be good. confounds you. It is. It's a tough button. It'd be good for the people because they get a pizza party. You know? I just I'm a pizza party well, guy. I didn't want to be the old guy and put the put young Kyle in his place, but hey. I I can imagine it because I was here in sixteen and seventeen when Anthony Brown and Xavier Woods came off the board. Xavier Woods is the most Anybody has ever celebrated a sixth round pick ever? It's got to be other than the families of the players. Well, the, the funny thing was, we had Joe Baker came in for an interview. He came in to that talk about. He came, uh, he came in to talk about Jordan Lewis. Okay, and then and then and Jeff basically Jeff was like, basically, "You go back up there and yeah. tell him to draft Xavier." Jeff Woods. just called him out, and then Joe's kind of like. Yeah, no, I'm on it. <laughs> like he knew, like he knew, like that was going to be our guy. He left the studio and goes, "How the hell did he know yeah. that?" Yeah, that was great. Chris Evans, Michigan running back, is off the board at 202 to Cincinnati. He'll, he's the type of guy that could be a better pro than college player. I, just confounding the way Michigan used him or misused him. So uh, he, he's a he's a pretty good. I kind of feel the same way about Snowden from uh, Virginia. It's like somebody misusing a player, you know. I, I just sometimes you watch tape and you're kind of like, oh wow, okay, well he should be better than this, you know. But that's wait, okay. So not to not to harp, but I brought that up because other than, oh, other than safety, two picks left, and whether you like the players or not, they've hit most of the spots we thought they should. So. What do you think they should do? Even let's just say they pick a safety with one of those. What should they do with the other one? Like, what position would you like to see them? Well, take they're a not okay. On? I'm just looking at what I've got left, and the the best player I have left is Washington. That's the best player I have. Yeah, safety or what about tight end competition? Yeah, like I'm just thinking about you're bringing somebody in to compete to what's, try to make the team. Yeah, what's something you don't want to compete with? You know, this is when you start to get to the point like, okay, Running we're back. yeah, we're not gonna. I mean, I mean, compete for free agency. Like, who on that board do we not want to? Like, we're saying, oh, we could get him as a free agent. No, you can't. Somebody can always be a QB. Philadelphia has been sniping you all day, pretty much. I want to see Dane's. I want to see Dane's face when I say this. I want him to draft Felipe Franks. (laughs) (laughs) Well, him or him or Sam Ellinger. You running the option? Or no, Sam, just Shane Bouchelle. Yeah. He can throw the ball over the moon, yeah. and he doesn't need to play. He doesn't. I don't need him to do anything other than throw the ball over the moon. Let's see the top and quarterback your available million for me. Quarterback. Oh, we got guys that can do that. Jeez, I take another tackle. Sam Ellinger, Jamie Newman, Felipe Franks. Yeah, those are the last three quarterbacks that I think have a good shot of getting drafted. They're all sixth, seventh round grades. So, who of those do you like the most? Ellinger, but but don't, you don't love it. I don't love it. Well, of course no. not. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, and I don't love Felipe Franks. He's just the most fun of the guys that yeah. are left because he's crazy. Did you? Did you? I, I keep bringing up Thomas Graham from Oregon, mm-hmm. and you, you say mm-hmm, or do you like mm-hmm? No, I like him. I mean, I. You know, I mean, if you were to add another corner to the mix, I mean, is that why not add more competition? Sure, uh, you know. Kerr Brown has he been picked? Uh-huh. He has not. That there you go. I mean, that's. I'm just kind of looking his, at his speed. Really killed him at this pro day. Yeah, he's four five three. Was it? I thought he was lower than that. I thought it was four. I mean, be watching play. He he covers four six three. Oh, four six three. That hurts. A couple yeah. of wide receivers there too that I really like. Marquez Stevenson from Houston. Why is Shy Smith still available? We, we talked about uh, a little bit earlier. That's that, right. That's which, right. Forgive me. No, it's okay. Just but we don't know a whole lot else besides that, right? Yeah, yeah. and. I was just told stuff. Background stuff got flagged. I don't know. I, I, I this point in the process, uh, you know, that kind of stuff happens. 
So, hmm. and, and who knows? I mean, they, he, this team might not have liked him anyways. Um, you know, so many wide receivers. There's, there's one thing with the, that position. There will always be a, another wide receiver you can draft. There's a lot of good ones every single year. I want to run down some of these picks that we might have missed along the way. We we talked about William Sherman, right? Out of offensive tackle yeah, from did. Colorado. Yeah. Larry Larry Roundtree, the third running back from Missouri, went to the Chargers. Good player. I mean, he's uh, if you just want a guy that's pretty solid across the board, that's him. And I think a lot of his strengths match up well with what you want in the NFL: vision, quickness, that type of thing. So uh, if he can prove he's reliable on third downs i won't be surprised if he carves out a nice little career for himself brandon or we talked about twyman was 199 to the vikings 200 was brandon eccles corner from kentucky rodarius williams goes to the giants at 201 and then chris evans running back from michigan at 202 there's marquez stevenson out of or out of houston going to buffalo i think that's a good fit and they like dropping those houston guys at oliver and now marquez stevenson it fits. Is Ed Oliver, where is Ed Oliver at this point? Is he still there? He's, he's, he's still, still there. He's, yeah. he's, I mean, he plays. He, I don't think he's the... I thought he was going to be a star. That's, I that I don't, he's not the world I thought he was going to be one of those guys yeah. that all of a sudden you pick him. You, know, you need to pick him in the top five. He's going to be that kind of player, disruptive, blah, blah, blah. I believe he went ninth, so yeah. it's not like you were off. It's just... and I don't. He's think, not playing like that, though. I don't, I don't think he's been bad, but he just there was a lot of hype around that pick. Yeah, a lot of hype. Yeah. What did we decide? What Snowden's falling card was? No, I mean it's I, I think because it's we don't know. It's yeah. the fit. Everything and, 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 y'all said about that guy to me just says I have no idea what to do with him. That's it. Well, I, I, like I, I don't think he has the power to be a defensive end, and you don't love him playing off ball. He's because, like I said, he's a small forward in basketball at six seven. So. He's just, he's a really smooth athlete. He's just tough to figure out. I promise I did not look ahead at any point. I've only had my spreadsheet up, but Shy Smith, South Carolina went the next pick to Carolina. So the Panthers take the second leg of back to back. Stevenson goes 203 and then 204 goes Shy Smith. Don't know anything about the off field. Don't want to comment on it because I don't know enough, don't but know anything, I yeah. like watching him play football. And when you consider that they also drafted Terrace Marshall. And they have DJ Moore. That's fun. Assuming, yeah, I mean, get a handle on whatever that is. Carolina. Well, and talk about quarterback or well, I mean, that's a that's an awesome. You're talking on the field still. I mean, that's Matt, an awesome group of receivers. If everything checks out with Shai Smith, did I miss Matt some? Rule coached him at the Senior Bowl, so he has yeah. uh, you know so at least ah. some hands on knowledge with the player and just how he interacts with the you know teammates and coaches and stuff. So that helps. Seth Williams is still on the board, right? He is still on the board. Yes. Yeah. Tell me about Seth Williams. Uh, big, not. I mean, he ran pretty well at his pro day. You just don't see it on film because he doesn't separate. But he will go up and attack the football. Uh, you know, he he got Kelvin Joseph uh, a few times. Uh, so there, I, I'm surprised. I didn't, I didn't love him just because he's not a, a, a guy that's going to separate. And so there, there's limited ways that you, it's going to be a lot of contested catches, and that gets even harder when you get to the NFL level. But uh, a little surprised that he's still here in the sixth. Still no Marvin Wilson off the board. Still a couple of other defensive tackles, even though that might not be I wonder, the conversation it's anymore. It's funny. We have this, you know, we keep talking about his defensive tackles and stuff and Bohannon being the pick. I wonder if Bohannon gets drafted if Mike McCarthy doesn't go to the pro day. If he who, caught his eye there. Who knows in a year like this? You know, yeah. I'm saying, I mean, if I, Dan Quinn, yeah, I get it. Him going to the pro day and I, man, I really like this kid. 
But Mike McCarthy going up and, and talking to the kid afterwards and kind of seeing him work out and thinking, okay, I need a big body guy. He had – I'm trying to – man, here I'm, I'm losing my mind. Green Bay had that defensive tackle that was from Boston College. That, oh, uh, B.J. Raji. Yeah. Yep. A big head. But, they got Kenny Clark right now too. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. I mean I wonder if the, the, B, the B.J. Raji that – and I know that B.J. Raji is probably a much better player, but a big-bodied guy – like that, you know? I think seeing him in person, and Bohana said that he, t- I mean, McCarthy told him, like, you're coming to Dallas. So, he, like, he, they had a chance six to Six round guy talk, or talk to the head coach. Before yeah. before maybe the first round guy did. But I, that's <laughs> crazy when you say it like that. Or well, when they you were say there to see the second round guy, I'm well, sure. Yeah. I, would, I would just, I'm sure it helped. I'm but not killing him for it. I'm no. just saying, I wonder if the fact we're talking about Wilson, I keep mentioning about the, the, D, the D-line coach going to the workout and I wonder if McCarthy's like, listen, hey, yeah, you could talk about that kid at Florida State, but I, I saw this kid at Kentucky, you know, kind of a thing. Well, and those visits can go, go two different directions. Being at the workout doesn't mean you came away from the workout yeah. impressed and wanted right. to go on the team. Not only that, but I bet they watched, between Jamin Davis and Kelvin Joseph, I bet they watched a lot of Kentucky tape this year. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, and- like, who's that big guy clogging everything up in there? Maybe he feels like that connection helped Jamin Davis out a little bit. Maybe, I don't know, maybe helped the backside of it. Racy McMath, LSU, Racy, team. 205 to the Tennessee Titans. Let's take a break. You're listening to the 2021 NFL Draft on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. Dallas Cowboys football and Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders dance youth camps are back this summer for athletes and dancers of all skill levels. Save $25 with early bird pricing now through May 10th. Register today at DallasCowboys.com slash Academy of Miller Lite. Great taste, only 96 calories, 3.2 carbs. However, you and your friends are enjoying Miller time. You can have the original light beer delivered to you by going to MillerLite.com forward slash buy beer online and find delivery options near you celebrate responsibly miller brewing company fort worth texas i bet racing mcmath he doesn't have to catch a single pass i bet he'll have a pretty decent nfl career just by virtue yep absolutely what does he do specially he's fast as hell and he gets gets downfield i mean i I don't i I honestly question if he can play offense yeah um but (laughs) he's on special teams i think you're right which i love him i just i mean i love everybody that went to lsu but there's a great picture of him Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, and Terrace Marshall, uh, you know, they took a picture of Pro Day together. And <laughs> one of these things is not like, like the, the other. other. <laughs> yeah. That'd be a fun race, though. Hey, oh, he's, yeah. he might be faster than any of them. Yeah, you just... gotta love the, the story of Racy because he was racing around in his, uh, in the womb. Yeah. And that's why his mom and his parents gave him the, the name Racy. It was yeah. just, that's awesome. He also happened to be a speed demon. Uh, as he grew up, which is pretty cool. I could see him being a C.J. Goodwin type of guy. Did you sure. guys see that note from Bobby Belt of the NFL Network? Uh, no, I did not. I did not. I Doug, can't Doug Nussmeier recruited Felipe oh. Franks to uh There we go, Bobby. Florida. My guy, you've been annoying me all weekend, but you're winning <laughs> me back over. So, yeah, uh, Felipe Franks gets recruited by Doug Nussmeier. What's, what's, do? what's left to do? We're 50 picks from the end of this thing. Um, yeah, go get a quarterback. Why not? Why not? You did it last year with Ben Anucci. That and, came out of nowhere. What, do you think they let let us make a pick for real? I mean, dude, that'd be awesome. They should. That would be no, so. Fun. They absolutely should. Just take the the draft guy down the hall and just say, look, 
How about just do a paper airplane and just throw it into the room and let it oh, sail in there? You know? I know for a fact because, of course, I worked like a full season behind the scenes here, how this place is wired up. We could totally just get on the line there and just have a conversation. Guys, guys. <laughs> It'd be like Field of, Field of Dream style, hey just whisper I mean, it. And just... Je- Jeff Swain wound up being a good pick. He did. But – but, like, didn't they even say the day he got picked that, like, him knowing somebody in the Jones family kind of helped right. out with that? So From Texas. Don't yeah. don't tell me that this is all a scientific process. Like, give us a chance. Not for this team, at least. I'll tell you a quick story. When uh, this is in Green Bay, back in the day, uh, a guy worked with Dave Hanner, Dave Hog Hanner. And Dave was a coach. He played for Vince Lombardi and then was later a coach. So he's on our staff. Here I'm a 27-year-old guy and ron wolf's like listen you need to get on those scouts you need to get on those old scouts get them going and all that and i'm like yes sir mr wolf i was pooping green in my diapers when dave (laughs) hanner was winning championships in nfl one time they were on a they were doing the draft and the draft was during the season and they had to take the train to go all the way out to uh make the california the la san francisco swing and dave goes he goes he was in charge of the draft he gave Three names to the secretary, the administrative assistant lady in Green Bay, and said, listen, if one of these names is available, turn the card in for us. And so this is when the draft was like a a million rounds, one of those things. Mm -hmm. And so one of the administrative assistants made the pick. She just she said, "Okay, well, here you go. This is the Packers pick. You know, so that you talk about just kind of turn one in, who cares kind of a thing. I know. I mean, look, and I don't want to make light of these guys' journey. Like, this is a big day for them, and it matters to them. But, like, from a team standpoint, what what would you say What would you say is your cutoff, Dane, for where your expectations change, like, for what a pick can be? Just over knowing that anything is possible, but just in general. What do you, sorry, what do you mean? Like, like six round, 199. Like for me, I would even say no. It's Tom Brady. <laughs> no, there you go. I get it. I get it. Okay, but my like once I get to like pick one fifty, I'm just like okay. Like what? I mean, right? Do we have high expectations for this guy? Is he going to be a star? No. Yeah, and that's that's a good question because it, yeah, it, it's certain because you look at percentages about from each round and each every twenty picks. Obviously, that percentages uh, of the guys working guy out goes lower yeah. and lower and lower. I mean, I think 150, yeah, that's kind of safe. Maybe two. I, I would maybe lean towards more 200. Um, a, Brian just made me feel like an idiot because the best player ever was drafted 199. But, mm. like, by and large. Right. By and large. When was Terrell Davis taken? I think he was another sixth-round guy. I mean, the league is the league, aren't there aren't there more undrafted free agents in the hall than oh, first sure. round picks? Is yes. that that's yeah? yeah so yeah, another I mean, Kentucky mm-hmm. player drafted. I that's a it. lot of old football, though. I think right. I mean, that's a lot of reasons. Yeah. Back here from the star in Frisco, the Cowboys have made nine selections, most of those on the defensive side of the football, but a couple of offensive prospects have been brought in. Lots to talk about throughout the next couple of weeks as the Cowboys offseason continues to roll on. We're here with the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show and 105.3 The Fan. Special thanks to everybody helping make this happen behind the scenes. And We were just talking on the internet side of things of just how likely it would be for us to just make a pick ourselves. We're going to catch you up on the picks that were just made. Jonathan Marshall, defensive tackle out of Arkansas. Oh, I liked him. I liked oh, him yeah? Too. 
Go ahead, Dan. You got him? Uh, I mean, he's uh, didn't do much his first three years uh, at Arkansas. And then his senior year, I tell you, he turned it on. And he played really, really well. Uh, I thought he moved well, good athlete. Um, you, you saw more purpose with what he was doing. He used to, It's like the light bulb started to come on for him uh, with the new coaching staff. <laughs> so I thought one of those guys where you think about if we don't have a college football season – Jonathan Marshall's not getting drafted, but because mm-hmm. we did have a season, he's yeah. one of the guys that was able to capitalize and make himself a draftable prospect. I mocked this guy to the Cowboys for 105.3, the fan on my thing. I, I thought that Jerry would take an Arkansas guy late, and this would be the guy that he would take. But he can walk that center guard back, and despite having the power, there are snaps. So where he will struggle a little bit, though. But I, I think there, you know, there's there's one of those things where you watch him play, and and he he feel I feel like he was playing out of position. You know, he was kind of like a head-up guy, and I think you kind of need to put him on the edge there, like as that three technique, and let him get up the field. But he's got some upper body power. He doesn't stay in one spot too long, and uh, he could get down the line, get in the backfield, and make a make plays. So I like to pick right there for the Jets. He was a bit of a sub package guy in his first couple years, right? And then right one year starter basically. Yeah, and then after that. His explosiveness, or excuse me, explosiveness was was kind of something that w- caught my eye. A four eight one forty, one of the better defensive tackle numbers, and then he also had the strength. I mean, thirty six bench press yeah. reps. I mean, it, the, that's a good combination. In five years with Arkansas, I played for four different defensive coordinators. Yeah, it was tough. That's a way to stunt your development. Um, but you know, he was a team captain. If he can learn how to weaponize his hands, uh, I think that you know he has a chance to stick in the league. So for those of you on the radio side of things, Shy Smith, wide receiver, South Carolina, went 204 to the Panthers. Racy McMath, wide receiver, LSU, to the Titans at 205. Landon Young, another Kentucky prospect. The offensive tackle goes to the Saints at number 206. And then the 207th pick of the draft was Jonathan Marshall, defensive tackle out of Arkansas. So the Cowboys still quite a bit away from their next pick. 227 is when they'll be back on the clock. So we're about 20 picks away from that. And then about 10 selections after that at 238. That's when they will conclude their draft process. Here's Stone Forsyth going off the board. Oh, time. Seattle? Florida to Seattle. Gosh. Good for them. Good job, Johnny. Did, did Seattle, they didn't do any trades, did they, or did they? They, they yeah, did. Yeah, they did. They, How many picks have they made? Uh, I don't think they've made many. Three? They originally owned this pick, and then they had it to the Bears, and then they got it back from the Bears. Good job. Good for you. I just they only had three going into the weekend, and it was hard for me to believe that they would only make three picks. Well, I think that I think that's all they have. Yep. Is that all they have had? That's all they have made. They've only made two picks so far. This is the third. Yeah. So, that, wow. so they, they didn't. They, they traded around. up to get right. This is a trade up. I think they did trade up because they they only had a two, a four, and a seven. So this is moved up a little bit to get. Uh, Forsyth. So why did he fall, Dane? We were kind of de- debating that. Have you heard anything else on that? No, I mean, I, I haven't really asked, but it, it is surprising to see him fall this far. He he was not the best run blocker, but in pass protection, he held, holds up. And so I, I thought he was in the... You know, once you get outside the top 75, I thought, okay, that's when you start to consider a stone Forsyth. So I, a great value at this point in the draft. De, uh, Broadus, excuse me, what, what did you like about him? Yeah, I'm, let me get to my notes here. I'm going to have Forsyth. I, I, I was, I see what Dane was talking about here. I'm just trying to remember exactly because I get these guys go, I'll run to my head. Yeah. Uh, the, the thing about it is he, he, I always thought he played well because I watched the Georgia and the Alabama games on him. I, and I thought he played well against the top competition, those guys. I didn't think he got exposed too much. 
and he moved well for his size. When he gets away from the line, I would think I would think due to his size that he would struggle in that area, but he really doesn't. I thought his lateral range was more than adequate. His control was good. Uh, he, he just didn't appear uh, very awkward in his reactions at all. I thought the outstanding job of keeping the defender off his body. He could keep those rushers at bay. He relies on his length and natural size to, to help him recover. Aware blocker. Head was searching for defenders in these games I was watching him play. And he did have a nice drive block in the Georgia game where he was able just to pin his man down inside and then knock him all the way on completely on the ground. So he's a big man with a lot of power. I thought he got up, you know, against the good competition, like I was talking about. But, you know, but you like to see a little bit more of a sense of urgency at times. But scouts tell me he's played both left and right tackle in his career, so that's something I think you have to take a look at as well. By the way, Jacksonville up at two oh nine, selecting Jalen Camp, Georgia Tech wide receiver. This is one of my favorite special teams potentials in the draft, and and I've mentioned him on the draft show a couple of times. But the NFL Combine record for bench press for a wide receiver was twenty seven, right? He had 30 reps at his pro day on the bench. and I mean, that just shows just how strong he was. 15 yards per reception, ranked second on the team. And, of course, he played a lot of special teams at Georgia Tech today. Yeah, uh, a guy that's 6'2", 226, looks the part. Um, and then the coaches, not only does he have the size and the speed, four four five, but the coaches say he has the mentality that you want for special teams. So this is, as a wide receiver, he's not getting drafted. As a wide receiver and special teams player, Jalen Camp is a six-round pick. Uh, and, and so, again, another lesson, if you you know play wide receiver, you play any position, make sure you're doing what you can on special teams because that is going to help you get on the field and get noticed. Jeff, are we going to hear your guy's name anytime soon with our Darius Washington? Shoot, yeah, we are. Yeah, we're going to hear our Darius. you were shushing me at first. Shoot, yeah, we're going to hear our Darius. We're going to hear Marvin Wilson. If not, they're both going to sign as UDFAs with Dallas. There you are going to be partying. How about that? Party on. It's going to be all good. Our Darius wouldn't even have to get on a plane. So I know we've talked a lot about our Darius Washington. However, what about Dylan Moses? Where's he been? It's we haven't mentioned medical. him. Yet. He's scared. Is it the Jesus Adam? And that's a shame. It's just too bad because he's he was a good player before his injury, but the knee is just it's too much. Which and I felt I feel bad because I know that yeah the medical is substantial, but I thought I thought it affected his tape as well. Like if sure. watching him last season, I was just like. I don't think this is the same guy as before. What about Hamika Rashid Jr. from Oregon State? I he was okay. Is he he's, a draftable player. Yeah, I think he's draftable. I mean, he's a a face up straight line guy, not a bendy player, uh, but a straight up guy who's gonna bring some juice. Uh, I don't think he has much diversity with the way he gets to the pocket. But uh, if you're just looking for a kind of a one-trick pony, I think he's your guy. More of a 3-4 backer than uh, someone that I think would fit in uh, with the Cowboys. I'm going to keep throwing some names out there at you. James Wiggins, Cincinnati safety. I think that's medical-related. So. He, he battled medical or, uh, injuries, and I think that's catching up with him, unfortunately. Trill Williams, Syracuse safety. He's another tweener, you know. A little played a little bit of corner, a little bit of safety. Uh, it's just what is he? Um, I, he might be one of those guys caught without a true position. I think that's hurting him right now. This is so fun. I'm I, I'm impressed by you every year, Dane. Just by the way, because you're not even looking at notes when you're when you're answering. Make this. up a name. <laughs> that's where you catch me. <laughs> you, Jared Hawker. <laughs> that's actually Texas A and M guard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a good player. He is a good player. <laughs> Deami Brown, North Carolina. 
That's a real name, everybody listening, just so you know. He is, and he's... Who do you get drafted by? The... Oh, he's drafted already? Oh, yeah. 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 I I think that's the second time I've done that. Why am I not checking him off? I was thinking he was somewhere available. Kay Johnson, just because of the competition, senior bowl? Yeah, very specific. You know, he's a slot-only guy. Um, No season this year. That's I think that obviously doesn't help you. Uh, But senior bowl... Who was covering him? I, not many people. And he caught the ball well. So, like I said, I, there's some Dennis Northcutt to his game. Uh, a little surprised he's not on the board. But it's tough with these receivers because there's so many of them. Uh, you know, Simi Fajoko, I thought, was someone you consider in the late third round. And he falls to the, what, fifth? So, you know, it's just you can get wide receivers anytime. And a lot of teams, you know, they, they, they see that and they don't feel pressed to take one early. Yami Brown went to Washington, by the way, so yeah, I've got so. that caught back up for those of you listening and trying to keep track at home. Uh, new pick for Arizona, 210, edge rusher Victor Dumike. Dane, help us out. Dumike J. Dumike J. Oh, man, that's tough. Duke is the newest pick for the Arizona Cardinals. How many uh, Duke players have been drafted? I think that's the fifth. Quite a few. I think it is the fifth. Both defensive ends with Rumpf and uh, Victor. Uh, one corner. Tight end. The tight end. So that's four. Are we missing one in there? So maybe four? Jared yeah. Lorenzen. It's probably uh, R.I.P. <laughs> yeah. He didn't even go to Duke. Yeah, he was Kentucky. He was went to Kentucky. Oh, well, that's Kentucky had five players taken, though. Hey, guys, same color scheme. So what's up now? Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's still a different school. Blue and white. Not even the same conference. Wearing blue and white. <laughs> Daniel, even Daniel Jones. They're both however. basketball schools. You could maybe say that. Just have a little respect for him right now. <laughs> Day three. Day, <laughs> Day of the scouts. Day of the scouts. <laughs> scouts, you start drinking here in a minute. Oh, I'm I'm there mentally right now. <laughs> just because you're looking at all the Miller lights in yep. front of you. No, just because this is our sponsors. No, because this is the home stretch. Yeah, that's true. This I is can, where you survive. I can taste the cold beer on my lips already. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. What about Demet- uh, Demetric Felton? Is that how you say it? Demetric Felton. Demetric? Yeah. I'm terrible. No, he he's like that Naheem Hines role, whereas you're running back. He's a receiver. His pro day did not help him at all. I mean, it was it was rough um, for a guy that looks athletic on tape. Did not test well at all, and I think that's that's something that's keeping him from being drafted, at least to this point. Why don't guys fake an injury in that scenario, Dane? And that's an honest question. Like, if you know yeah, that your pro day numbers are not going to stand up to what you think people think you can do, well, I, I mean, I had a hammy. Patrick Sertan and uh, J- no JC Horn did three cone short shuttle that said, "No, I'm good," because yeah. they know they didn't have great numbers there, and obviously it didn't hurt them. Now, if Patrick Sertan goes out and runs a you know seven two three cone four five short shuttle. Who knows? Maybe he's a Dallas Cowboy because maybe the Broncos don't want him. <laughs> right. Too soon. Uh, yeah. Way too soon. Sorry, sorry. Um, That's what I wonder because like it cost Orlando Brown a lot of money. Orlando Brown at his combine being yeah. the least athletic offensive lineman ever. You could yeah. let NFL teams assume the worst. They wouldn't have assumed as as bad as you tested. There's Demetric Felton by the way, UCLA going that to Cleveland. The Browns. I am not looking ahead. I promise. Yeah, but I I do think. The world isn't totally fair, right? Like, Patrick Sertan can afford to run or not run whatever he wants, where Orlando Brown was not, he wasn't even a surefire first rounder, let alone a surefire top 10 pick, so. But like Felton, he had a good senior bowl, right? Yeah. It, so like his stock was as high as it was going to be because you know your testing numbers before you test. You've but been training for it. If you're Patrick Sertan and you don't run a three cone or a short, uh, short shuttle, Scouts are like, okay, yeah, you're still pretty good. You can get away with that. If you're Demetric Felton and you, you decide 
Yeah, they're like, what? You don't want to compete? You don't want to run the drill? Why but don't you know, run the what drill? are you hiding? But you know your numbers. I'd rather hide it than show you worse than you expect. That is a fair point yeah. because you could. You know, what's going to hurt you more? Going out and running a four five nine, or, or them thinking you might, or or just saying, hey, my hammy seized up and I, I can't. Eh, I can't I go think, out there and do it. I think that's a double edged sword. It is. It is. If you're a day three guy, you're not uh, going back. You love Chauncey Golston because he's going to do whatever he has to do to make you happy. Yeah. Don't. And if he and if Chauncey Golston was going to run a seven eight three cone, I'd tell him not just, to run it. I'm just saying, maybe don't look for excuses to like have aggravate coaches. And if I think you're a, a day three, guy. a lot of these guys are competitors. Like they're going to look at my options as, oh yeah, I, I could say I have an injury here and take my chances, or I could go out and just give it my best and let the chips fall where they may. And I, you know, I think a lot of uh, you got guys front, are looking that way. You got scouting departments full of guys like Brian Broadus who are like, he's a quitter. He doesn't want to run the three cone. You're right, Dave. Yeah, but then you're going to have scouts <laughs> who are like, guys, he ran a seven eight. He's awful. And I guess <laughs> like, it's a double edged sword. You're yeah. damned if you do. If you're damned if you don't. Just be super athletic and then go yeah, test. Be Patrick Sertan. <laughs> One of my favorite things about doing this show is hearing Brian just randomly come in and say, "You're right, Dave." Yeah. He doesn't say it often, <laughs> doesn't, but it's it's every once in a while. That and Dave trying Dave. to say sh- sushi, raw That's sushi, baby, raw sushi. I've said that word maybe four times in my life. Oh, yeah, you, you don't. It. You're not a not a sushi guy, right? I'm okay. not a sushi guy. Hey, it's okay. You're That's okay. Not food. everybody can be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. You're it's supposed, okay. You're, you're supposed a breakfast to cook food. taco guy. Exactly. Yeah. I like cooked sushi. Yeah. Cook. Too. That's fine. All right, we're at pick number two twelve. It's the day of the scouts. We're in round number three, chugging along toward the Cowboys' next pick. You're listening to the 2021 NFL Draft on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. Be chugging in two hours. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Saying <laughs> anybody Except got a hose? Internet and, friends. Anybody got a hose and a funnel? <laughs> you know, just pour it up. Watch me shotgun a beer in this place. Mm. Bet you won't. Bet I will. We need to get some of these cold. What's up with that? That's what shotgunning does. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Just go fast. <laughs> oh, the Bills are on the clock here at two twelve. They were originally holding two thirteen. I don't know if they still do or not. I wonder if they've already given that pick up. The Cowboys' next selection at 227. We had some questions on Twitter. Y'all want to answer That'd some? That'd be great. How about that? <laughs> bring them on. Do it for the next 90 minutes. Come <laughs> yeah. on. Bring your questions. What's bring your, your questions, guys. What's your favorite value pick in the draft so far? This oh, is wow. from Sam. Favorite any value pick? Any team. Why not? And, and I mean, I, I, oh, I'm assuming the Cowboys. How dare oh, you? <laughs> How dare you? you? Ask the question. I answered the question. Okay, Nasrul Dean at 186, I think. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Melifonwu no, like, at 101. Yeah, can I give you like 100 great I got to look at some of Let these. Let me just read off what the Eagles did. That's a good point. <laughs> Eagles have done a really good job today, and I hate it. I mean, I'll, I'll just because it's a on Debo, my mind. 76. From a value perspective, I think the best thing the Cowboys have done is draft Jabril Cox. Jabril Cox, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, sure. That's anybody. definitely a contender. A million things to make me feel better about Friday night. Yeah, Molden at 100. Melifonwu at 101. No, that's not a shot at the Cowboys. I'm just picking out names that are good values. How would you rate rate the gra- the draft right now? I can't say the word draft. I've said it too many times. C. I hate. I, I, I'm gonna. I, I hate being the grading a, guy, a draft before it's even over, guy. But I mean, but C. just compared to what, I, what you had I, yesterday, actually, well, I'll say this. I I really I believe this based on what we've seen the Cowboys do, and I know they're not done. I think this is a boomer bust draft. I think it's either going to wind up being incredible or absolutely terrible. And like, seriously, I don't think there's an in between. 
I, I think they're going to handily win the East, or everyone is fired. I think this. Well, I think I just think these some of these picks have the potential. Like, there's a few. Like, I think Jabril Cox is a safe pick, even if he doesn't turn into a star. He was a fourth round pick. Like, that's great. But you know, we know the book on Micah Parsons. We know the book on Kelvin Joseph. Um, I really like and then the man, just, Golden pick. spending ninety nine yeah. on right. Like, I just. If even some of those really work out, I think it'll be incredible, and I also think they have the potential to not. So, I mean, if you look at it, though, I mean, I mean, I'm just looking at Parsons, and then I'm thinking about you know the next thing taking Joseph, and then also now Cox. So, you know, I, I was just where they where they took him though is how I how I I appreciate that about this. I mean, those 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 three picks right there could make a huge difference for this defense. And if they could get the defensive tackle to play, and then, you know, I mean, that, that might be if they make him a rotational guy. But I I, I mean, defensively, Parsons, Joseph, Cox, that, that to me, now now you're now you're cooking a little bit on defense with I, some of the, you but know, I, the and getting guys on the field that can run and go make plays. I don't, do you, like, am I being too hard on Parsons? But, like, how safe do you think he is as a player? Because, like, we talk about how raw he He's is. He's safe because, about... because what they'll do is they'll just make him a pass rusher initially. Yeah. Go, go get the ball. That, that's where he says he's played. Ball. Yeah, he, that's where he says he's plays. He's, an, he's a, a field player. But if that is what he, if that's all he ever turns out to be, that's no. But a bust. initially, but initially, right. initially, right. that's what you have to do until he takes over for fifty four. Yeah. Or fifty five, or both. Well, you'd also okay. We continue on the day of the scouts. Round six of the 2021 NFL Draft on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. Presented by Miller Lite, our friends over at Snickers. We're live from inside the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star in Frisco. Currently sitting on pick 213 in the sixth round as the Buffalo Bills have back-to-back selections. They just took DeMar Hamlin. Safety out of Pittsburgh with 212. Before that, Felton, the running back from UCLA was the pick 211 to the Cleveland Browns. We were talking just off air how we would rate the Dallas Cowboys draft. They've made nine of their 11 picks, and it certainly looks like at this point in the draft, David Hellman, that they're going to make all 11 selections. Yeah. I mean, you know, I guess you still got to include the possibility. Again, you know, they don't even have to use these picks. They could use future picks to trade back in. But at this point, you know, these are the types of picks that are worth – you know what? What's what's pick one worth, Dane? Like fifteen hundred points or something crazy? That's like like twenty five hundred. Twenty five hundred. Either Depends way, who you ask. Yeah. These picks are worth like five points. Like and so, <laughs> yeah. like you're just not doing a lot of movement with these. So yeah, I would imagine they're going to make them all. Gonna go and you know, and there's snag. still there's still time to save this thing. You know, there's still time to pull it out of the ditch and draft the safety that nobody yeah, else you get, wants. You get our Darius Washington and Marvin Wilson. Just and you've saved the whole thing. Just call them after the draft and say, hey, you want to stay close to home? <laughs> you know. <laughs> Look, we both job. watched seven rounds happen and nobody called you. So, did you want to just swing on over here? Thanks. But then you call Marvin Wilson and say, "You're going to have to get on a plane or we'll send the bus." You know? We'll send the bus. Send the Cowboys bus down to Tallahassee. I mean, picked up Parsons from the airport. You can't send it all the way to Tallahassee. What else are we up to today? I'll go. I'll drive it. Or will you? Yeah, if the Cowboys draft or sign Marvin Wilson, and Jerry is willing to give me the keys. I will drive it to go get him. I still think I would rather try and talk them into letting us make a selection. 
I think that would be a lot of fun. We would be a really good war room. I, I'm convinced of it that. It would help them, for being honest. You think so? Yeah. Because it's all about us, right? That's I forget, correct. Every year I forget during the madness of the draft. Like, I really – one year – or maybe I'll just go back. But it would be fun to take a consensus on what we think we should do at each slot. You want to do it for this them. next pick? I we did have yesterday. one at 227. Well, I did it through their first five picks yesterday for the tweeter. Yeah. Who'd, you, who'd you wind up with? Um, at least, at least one guy who still hasn't been drafted, but, uh, let me see two guys who haven't been drafted. So like me versus the Cowboys will be real interesting because two of my guys are going to be undrafted. Maybe, uh, I got to scroll back because yes, it was Slater and then it was Nick Slater, oh, Slate, Rashawn Slater, Nick Bolton, Paulson, Adebo, Marvin Wilson, or Darius Washington. So, so two, two of those guys, guys that are, are literally still, still on the board. But so three, at the moment, I'm the idiot. But, but we'll see. But three really good football players before that. So yeah, that's yeah, fun. It's we like yeah. to have a good time. Dylan on Twitter says that uh, ESPN has their best available, and Reggie Robinson's on Robertson's on that out of SMU. He's not in this draft. Hmm. He went back to school, right? Because yeah, he, he messed up his leg. Oh, that's good. Dane just likes to let you know that other outlets don't know what they're talking Aren't about. Are very good at this. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. why you should tune into our coverage all that's, weekend long. You know, or, or I'll say it every once in a while during the draft show, right? I'll just throw one out there, guys. Not playing, not not in the draft, right, Dane? Yeah, why not? Every once in a while. It's a, it's that, a, was, that was an indirect shot at Brian from Dane. That's what that was. <laughs> it's, yeah, a it was unique, a it's a unique curveball. It's a unique year. Crusty, mm-hmm. figure things out before you get back next year. I thought you weren't coming back. I'm this not. Year. <laughs> <laughs> last time, it really is. It really is. You're addicted to it. I know I'm not, Dave. You, Dave, I hate to say it, you better study 190 players next year. <laughs> it's my retirement run as well. I'm going to you. I'm pretty sure Dane will have a different sure obligation. Dane will have a job at the it's NFL be Network. Me and Dane, uh, hey, uh, Dave's just sitting. I'm here. good where I'm at. I'm going to cry. Uh, no, Whoa. I'll drag. I'll drag you back from Lake Echo. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, Cole Van Lannen, offensive tackle, Wisconsin, goes 214 to the Packers. The so back to back Wisconsin play as Richard Wild Goose goes to the Bills at 213. Do you guys think that if you have two picks in a row, like in the sixth round, 212, 213, like Buffalo did, when those two guys see each other, whichever one was the second one picked, is eyeballing him like, you got more money than me. I'm better than you. Is that like, like? Does the order matter? Like like twins, one constantly reminds the other one, "Hey, I'm five minutes older than you." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, you went right before me, but just it was aren't random. you about to have twins? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're gonna have that problem on your hands. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. There you go. Just trying to imagine what Dane just grinding tape on ten thousand players with kids hanging off every appendage. He's done it for the last seven say, years. Have you been doing that? I've, I've never done a draft guide with four kids. I'm gonna that's say what's gonna four happen. is a. Two is a far cry from four. Not that I know anything yeah. about having kids. At least, yeah, with two, you're not math. outnumbered yet. <laughs> with four, that's true. Be outnumbered. So it's like that's why I live in Ohio, where I've got family. They're so, on the power yeah. play with you. Like you're shorthanded big time. You got them on the payroll. That family helping you out. Thankfully, that's what family is good for. You don't need them on the payroll. <laughs> oh, I trust me. I know that's I know <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, just pawning off the kids. Left and right. <laughs> that's good. You love your grandparents. Go <laughs> treasure these moments. Yeah. They're very important. <laughs> Now we've got life lessons working into day three talk here. Yeah. It's the day of the scouts, day everybody. Three. Day of the scouts. <laughs> Welcome in. Uh, after Van Landen, it's Tennessee on the board at the moment. I really like what Tennessee has done. How many in their picks draft. has Tennessee had today? Had a lot. I feel like they picked this whole round. They took Rashad Weaver today. They took Monty Rice. That I think that was yesterday. Uh, was they haven't really picked very often. Are you today? sure? 
Uh, Des Fitzpatrick, Rashad Weaver, Racy McMath. How many total picks that's overall? Their, this is their fourth, that would mean, right? Yeah, fourth today. Okay. This kind of felt like the t- every time I looked up, it was like Tennessee was picking a player here. But maybe I need to pay it's, better attention no, to this. No, it's just it becomes a fever dream at some point. You're like, wait, weren't weren't the Packers no, just I, picking that's a player? That's like 20-ish for me, yeah. Yeah. I was just no, I was oh, wow, it's, it's 4 o'clock in the afternoon. I got here at 9, 9.15 this morning. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. After being here how late last night? Uh, I left at like 1, I think. That's good. Yeah, good times. There you go. I didn't get in bed till as 2. As soon as this draft's over, i got to start on my... I don't, your I, too I, early mock? You've already, well, no, you that, already have the mock, don't yeah. you? 2022 is already ready? Well, I don't know the order. i got to figure out the order because I usually just do the inverse of the Super Bowl odds. But Who's I've got going the, number 1? It depends. I don't know which, which team is it going to be. That's, I, don't, I don't know yet. It's mm. going to be Houston. Just pick Come on. quarterback. You know yeah, I guess. <laughs> Dallas. You have no no faith in Tyrod Taylor? <laughs> Taylor and... uh, but no, no. I, I have to do – because I don't do grades. It's just I, I yeah. avoid it. And so the, my yeah. my way of avoiding it is I, I power rank my favorite uh, draft classes. And so – Where are my Chargers at? I'm trying to figure out where I'm going to put the Cowboys. What about the Chiefs? Like, that's kind of tough. Because yeah. when you stack I bet them they up end against, up like 18. You're going to be honest, aren't you, about it? Why would or not? Well, I don't know. You no, might yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to call Dane scared. I am. No, I <laughs> coward. Hey, you. When Taco Charlton was the pick, uh, did we? I mean, oh yeah. Thankfully, we had Helmet here yeah. to real, or, you know, try to put a sp- positive spin on it. But <laughs> we were not aware of comments. We weren't very good about that one, were we? <laughs> no, we, we shouldn't be. And we no, should we be able to give our, you know, opinion on. Sure, that's what they what allow us to do here. And I'm going to do the same with the Cowboys, where I rank them. They, who knows? They could be 26th. I just it's and that goes back to what I was like, Dane. Would you agree? There are there are things to like about what the Cowboys have done. Mm-hmm. There's also a lot of things that make you pretty nervous. It's well said. Um, and Boomer Bust, I think, is a good way to put it. With your first two picks, or uh, you know who you drafted, and I I like what they did with those first two third round picks uh, with Odigizua. And Chauncey Golston. So I think that's something that will be in their favor. Now, you know, the Nashawn Wright pick is that's, a, hey, time will tell. Okay. Uh, time will Coward. tell. That's yeah. what they say. Coward. Time will tell. Get him, Dave. I was being sarcastic, Brian. No, <laughs> get him, Dave. <laughs> Brady Breeze, safety out of Oregon, goes 215 to the Titans, as Vrabel was the one that actually read the pick off there. What do you think about Brady Breeze, Mr. Dane Brugler? Uh, I think he's going to help out on special teams right away. Um, I tell you what, he was opt out too. Well, and, and that's the thing. You don't want to ding these guys that are opt outs, but he needed a senior year. Um, he played really well in the Rose Bowl against Wisconsin, uh, not this past year, the year before, and that turned out to be his final game. Uh, but he went out in a big way. I wish we would have had that senior year to uh, get a hold of him, but I, I think he's more of a special teams pick here at uh, 215. He was the MVP of that Rose Bowl, right? Yeah, he was big time. Like, really big. Brady Breeze sounds like a pro wrestler's name. Hmm. Just, yeah. Like, he's, yeah, he's got the pyro when but he walks not, out. But not like the top level wrestler. No, no, like no. Like, whatever the third league of wrestling is. He's, yeah, he's, you know? he's the fun mid card guy. Like, Brady Breeze is like, do you remember, um, too cool. Remember them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying not even mid card. I'm saying like, like the you promotion have the, that's not even on TV, right? Yeah. Or they're on, you know, not as often or to as many fans. They're on. Small they're areas. on TX one twenty one. Right. Like, He's trying to make. Hey, we have on programming on there. Chill. <laughs> He's Quin- down at the Sportatorium <laughs> trying to trying to make it. Quincy <laughs> Roche <laughs> oh, off Quincy. the board to Pittsburgh. Oh, <laughs> back to the draft. Come on, Jeff. Quincy Roche. <laughs> I mean. 
this is one of those questionable falls of what's going on with him. Yeah, I mean, I I, I remember seeing him in like first round mocks. I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, I, yeah. I don't see that at all. Um, but I thought, and it, I thought he helped himself at the Senior Bowl. He played really well. He beat Alex Leatherwood pretty good uh, more than a few times uh, in one on ones. But he's just an average athlete. I think he's a sub package player who. But I think he's a make-it player because I love the compete skills. I love the motor. Uh, he's a smart player, and you just know you're getting the best out of him every single time he goes on the field. So I thought that would count for a lot more. But uh, here he is in the sixth, uh, pretty good value for Pittsburgh. Khalil Herbert goes right after that to the Bears, running back from Virginia Tech. He good. You like him, Jeff? I really, really do. Why is that? Well, because running back is kind of random, but I still want my running back to be really good. Um, I mean, if you draft him, you want him to be good, right? That's what we talked about the other day. Yeah, but, I mean, he is, God, he was over seven and a half yards per carry uh, over the course of the season. I just thought he had really good balance, powerful lower body, uh, avoids or breaks tackle attempts, vision, cut ability, drops the shoulder into tacklers and keeps his feet. He's, I think he has make you miss and he has power. Uh, so Khalil Herbert was one of the random running backs that I think belongs in the mix with guys who went a round or two ahead of him. That's fair. For, he, uh, Puka Williams kind of overtook him on the Kansas depth chart, and so he transfers to Virginia Tech and has a pretty big senior year and made himself a draftable player. Colts are on the clock at 218. I'm contemplating taking a break here because the Cowboys are coming up pretty 227? soon. 227? Sure, why not? Let's go ahead and do that. Let's step aside. Cowboys at 227. We got 10 picks until they make their 10th selection of the NFL Draft. You're listening to that 2021 NFL Draft on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. Jeff, you want to welcome in the online folks? Hey, guys. Um, <laughs> sure. I don't have a camera in front of me, so I don't know where to look. But uh, that one, I that think. one in the corner. All right, I do want you guys. No, it's to actually going to be that one. Oh my bad for for him if it's a one shot. I just want you guys to know the truth. Tired. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Tired. There it is. <laughs> this guy ready for a nap. <laughs> Two Tylenol, which I don't know if that's a good idea with what I'm going to do right after the Tylenol. <laughs> that's not. Not yeah, it's idea. just Tylenol. It's not like it's, you know, uh, still not recommended. It's not something super, t- yeah, maybe I shouldn't be advised. Yeah. No Tylenol. No Tylenol, but a sponsor, a, a cowboy sponsor, I'm going to get to know it real well. Yep. In about an hour and a half. <laughs> and then I'm going to drink more water than you've ever seen before I go to bed so that hopefully it doesn't hurt in the morning. There you <laughs> go. I want our online friends to know that. <laughs> now that they do. Thank God and goodness tomorrow's Sunday. Right? So... Day of our Lord. And on Sunday, Jeff I'll ask for forgiveness. Day of the Scout Lords. By the way, uh, Trey Smith, Dylan Moses are both trending on Twitter. Also, Marvin Wilson trending on Twitter at the moment. Uh, we do have a question Why? from Christopher. Well, because they haven't gone yet. But like, people are upset about it. Dylan but Moses and Trey Smith have very, very big injuries. Very big injuries. Yeah. Not be going. Yeah. Yeah. Marvin does, too. Yeah, maybe he does behind the scenes. Yeah, Marvin Wilson. I'm sorry, I'm going go for off. it. No, no you're just, good. Marvin Wilson. Okay, I get why you might be confused. The other two, I'm not confused at all. Um, Christopher asks, "What's the deal with Tay Gowan, Dane? Have we mentioned that with UCF? I know it's been a while since we talked about him. I, I don't know. I, I never really got got it with Tay Gowan. Like he's solid, but I, I grade him as a PFA. Um, mm. I, I was kind of surprised that size speed, right? 
Yeah. He's, he's a pretty big guy, good athlete. Yes, um, but solid. He's, he's uh, not like sticky in coverage. He's right. He's all right. There wasn't really much about his film that like excited me and thought, okay, this guy's gonna stick in the league. And so, but I, some people are talking about him as like a third or a fourth. I was like, I, I just don't see it. But hey, maybe he'll prove us wrong. Potential quarterback target off the board, by the way. The Colts drafted Sam Ellinger, two eighteen. Ellinger, Ooh. give us a rundown on Mister Texas Longhorn Sam Ellinger. Hard, a lot of Jalen Hurts <laughs> parallels there. <laughs> Competitive. Who's uh, picking next? Tough. <laughs> <laughs> he runs really well. Yeah. well that's hard. Not the really passing anticipation is not quite there, though. And that's that's the uh, that's the issue with him. But you know, if you're looking for a high intangible guy that uh, you know is going to give you a little bit more of a rushing element, um, I, Sam Ellinger fits. He, I mean, there's a lot of Jalen Hurts there. And Jalen Hurts cost the Eagles what a uh, top fifty pick. Yeah, Colts are getting Ellinger here in the late sixth, so not bad value. No, I don't think the value is necessarily the issue. It's just what what is he going to bring to an NFL franchise? Is he just going to be a backup quarterback lifer? Yeah, probably. You know, hey, maybe not. A lifer. Nothing wrong. It might with not that. last more than a contract. He could yeah. make a living for a while being a backup quarterback, and he'll be good for your locker room. Like it's easy, it's yeah. easy to make fun of Sam Ellinger, but he's a, he seems like a good dude, and I think he'd be good for your quarterback room. That's exactly it. Some guys are just good for your quarterback room, and that matters. Uh, I I knew they were going to show Tebow highlights, when but he's they not the about athlete Ellinger. Tebow was. Like he's no. a slow Tebow. He's 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 just Tebow turned down a few notches yeah. in every way. Yeah. No, I think more Jalen Hurts, uh, but maybe not quite there as a passer. Um, but the toughness, the competitiveness, you gotta gotta respect him for that. And he did set a ton of records at uh, at Texas. Couple, or most of them, almost all of them, good. But he was like, <laughs> "Ooh, tell me about the bad ones." He was the only four year starter at Texas not to win a conference championship at all mm-hmm. in any of his four years. It's tough I think. Break. Sorry, Horns. Well, yeah. the Horns got some good freshmen. I was watching the the Horns. The they've game. got, they've got some guys. Game. Stop me if you've heard Bichon. this before. Mm-hmm. The Horns looked really good in their last game of the year, so they're definitely mm-hmm. back. There you go. They're definitely back. Oh, okay. Well, that's a nice little exclamation for our dot com folks. Sam is going to I a just good want place. To be clear it's probably yeah. going to be people watching yeah, in Austin. With him. So. Sarcasm is dripping from my voice right oh, now. Oh, I thought. Think I'm about serious. this though, guys. Sam Ellinger is going to a place where their starting quarterback is awful. So he might play. Am I dumb? He's broken. Yeah, Carson Wentz is broken. I, yeah. Well, they're about to get Aaron Rodgers. He might not be broken or, anymore because in Indy they're going to tell him how great I'm he is. At the Broncos. Like I think he fell apart because someone else had success, and then somebody got drafted, and I think that he's just he and, needs therapy. Honestly, sports I, psychologist. May I just? I don't know. He's back. I'm dead serious. He's back with the dude that he was good with, and the Colts have stuff around him. I'm, I'm not ready to write him off. I don't think he's going to be no. amazing, but I'm not ready to write him off. I, I mean, I respect Chris Ballard a whole heck of a ton, and he traded some pretty valuable draft capital to go get him. So, But that could be a coach thing, too, where Reich is like, that's my oh, guy. Sure. Go get my guy. Sure, so. absolutely. And to be honest, they didn't have many options. So, Oh.
Back here on the radio side of things of our wall-to-wall NFL draft coverage. And for those of you in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex, you may have heard the name from Texas quarterback Sam Ellinger as he goes off the board 218 in the sixth round to the Indianapolis Colts, followed by Seth Seth Williams, wide receiver out of Auburn. Dane, give us a rundown of both Ellinger and Williams. Uh, Ellinger, you know, I don't think I have to, uh, you know, really introduce him to this audience. I, I think they know, you know, what Ellinger has meant to the Longhorns the last four years. Uh, 6'1", 220, uh, competitive, two-time team captain, uh, a lot to like about, you know, what he brings from an intangible standpoint. Uh, and he's, his toughness as a runner really stands out. Now, as a passer, that's where it's, it becomes a little bit of an issue and that's where he's kind of held back a little bit. Uh, but he did set the Big 12 record for most consecutive passes without an interception. Uh, he, he was a solid player who just had trouble winning, uh, at the end of the season in some of those big games. The only four year starter, uh, four year starting quarterback at Texas to never win the Big 12 champ or a conference championship period. Uh, but there, there's a lot to like about what he brings to your quarterback room. The leadership is off the charts. Coaches rave about him. The intangible factor that matters at the quarterback position and certainly helped, uh, Ellinger get drafted. What about Seth Williams out of Auburn? Uh, he's a guy that doesn't – he tested fairly well, but he doesn't separate on film, and that's yeah, the big issue with him. It but it, when the ball is up in the air, he will go up and get it. He will attack it, and he, he did it against Kelvin Joseph. He did it against some, a, uh, a couple other really talented corners in the SEC. He's just not a guy that consistently separates. He doesn't have that suddenness at the top of routes, and he doesn't have the setup either where he's going to be able to deceive coverage, really manipulate the, the defensive backs in that way. So a little – Limited with how you get him the football. There's going to be a lot of contested windows uh, when you target him. But at this point in the draft, I feel like I'm saying that a lot. At this point in the draft, mm-hmm. at this point in the draft. But it's true with a guy like Seth Williams, who's just not going to get open. But there are things I like about him. I'll tell you, one of my notes was this guy's a little Des Bryant to him, and I mean that in a way of going up and getting the football. Yeah. And and you know like you know remember how Des would elevate then then extend his hands up above his head and stuff like that, and then come down with it. I, I saw that a little bit. D- Dane is dead on right about him and the and the uh, his ability to not separate. And you can watch him play against in one of the games if you wanted to watch J.C. Horn play. That and that was a great game for J.C. Horn for South Carolina. I mean, these two battled it, and he he actually forced J.C. Horn into a couple of uh, defensive holding calls. Uh, during that game. So I was worried about his 40 time, but it seemed like that appeared to be okay. But man, I, he, like I say, he's, he, in Dez going to get in the ball. And I always felt like he was always talking trash to the defenders. Every time they were coming back, it was like he was yapping with somebody. What, what do you think his speed was just on film? I didn't think, I thought it was four. I, the, my first line of my, my, the first line of my, uh, report here or my notes was, will be interesting to see how fast he times during the spring. Because he really doesn't run away from anybody, but mm-hmm. he's able to adjust when contested. You assume four six guy, didn't I you? thought four five eight. Yeah. Four six oh. Yeah. I, that's kind of what I was thinking. He was a four four nine yeah. at, at his pro day. So yeah. better than I think, yeah, Which, all of us expected. If we gave some grace to our burner Schwartz for the quarterback he was playing with, I'll give mm-hmm. some to <laughs> one, of, sure. one of my notes on on what Williams did it says saved Bo Nix on multiple and I put in all caps occasions. JC Horn appreciates occasions. him. I'll tell you that. Oh, they, we broke down a play of JC Horn in the pre-draft process, which I mean it was a good play on his part. 
but it looked oh, like it Bo Nix was throwing to him. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is not great if you're an Auburn fan, I assume. No, not not at all. By Another the way, wide receiver off the books here. Yeah, Daz Newsome, North Carolina goes to the Bears. Before that, Isaiah McDuffie, linebacker out of Boston College, 222 the Packers as the Panthers are on the clock here. 222. So we have a request from Twitter. Y'all want to hit it? Uh-oh. No, this is a good one. I like this. It's kind of based off of what we talked about earlier. And Philip Gonzalez, good loyal listener to the show, says, if y'all had the pick at 227, who would you give? He wants to give us a glimpse of a war room right now of what we would do with the Dallas Cowboys. Hey guys, so we're did gonna you guys want our Darius or did you want Marvin? <laughs> Which way did you want to go? You guys, either way, I'll just figure it out or... Anybody opposed to either one of those players? Is there room for Marvin Wilson now? No. Like, Not what, no. what are you doing with him? You already had five guys before the draft started. Is there room draft? for anybody at no. this point? Well, I mean, what right. position theory, is there room no quarterbacks? There's, I mean, if they like him, which I don't think they do, there's room for our Darius Stewart. Sure. Washington. Uh, Washington. Sure. Yeah, wow. Have a little respect. I'm sorry. How about I, that? Darius sorry. Stewart. Who How about a little respect? Where, where did the name? The Stewart is somebody else's name. Our Darius Former Stewart. Former Alabama receiver? Maybe. I don't know. My brain's broken. Yeah. That's... <laughs> Here's I'm I'm dead serious because if you look around like what the two things that they really haven't done anything to I'm let me Safety. pull let me pull up running back first tight end I would draft Kylan I would draft Kylan Hill I would draft Felipe Franks Hey we got a long snapper Thomas Fletcher, Thomas Fletcher out of Alabama that part of the draft I would just I'd draft the quarterback Dane what what's a quarterback just you say well, he takes the snap from the center quarter and then Franks. you try to just but what what you say it every year? I screwed this up. Oh, I'm sorry. it's a lottery ticket. It's a lottery ticket, baby. Yeah. Oh, I thought it's you wanted the ticket. definition. And I'm no, like, well, he takes a snap. And it's then... <laughs> it's a scratch off. You go, you scratch it off, and maybe you get rich. We yeah. have highlights of long snapper long Thomas highlights. Fletcher. Let's go. Yeah, he, we have everything here. This is great. Thomas great job, Fletcher Chris was Bean. perfect. Four years at Alabama, not one single missed snap. He ain't no LP. That's kind of ironic since their kicking situation is usually terrible. Yeah, but. He's he an Alabama was, kid, right? Maybe the Cowboys should pick a long snapper. How often did they? Well, I guess they kick a two time Pro Bowler on the roster. They what are you were talking punt? about. But yeah, but still, it's <laughs> not the same as your long term, you know? You I, I, I gave Thomas Fletcher a draftable grade. Did, is, did, did Alabama nice. ever punt? That's what I want to know. Sure. Probably You're in not there. a whole yeah. lot. Very often. So this draft room gets very, this war room gets very distracted. What, what oh, are we you don't doing think theirs does? At 227. Here? If you could ask me, like, not because I really believe in any of them, just because of the positional value and you've already drafted everything else, I would draft a quarterback. You can go quarterback. Who do you believe in, though? I don't believe in any of them. The, okay. I would say I would draft, I already said it, Dane. I would draft Franks because he's fun. Whatever. But is it really worth drafting a quarterback if you don't believe in him? I mean, don't you have to at least have an inkling that, okay, maybe he could be something? Or is he just straight lottery pick and it doesn't even matter? Maybe he could be something. Put him in here with a guy like Dak Prescott who knows how to work and who knows how to go from being a day three pick to a starting quarterback. Show you, you know, he's he's got the temperament. He knows what it takes. I'm I'm just talking out of my, you know what, right now. But it's conceivable. I'll throw names. How about... Um, if you wanted to try an edge guy, what about Jonathan Cooper, Ohio State? Yeah, I like. I mean, he's a hard charging guy that is. He, there's no, there's no surprise with him. Like, you Gowan. know what's coming every single snap, and that's not a bad thing. Take Allen to the Cardinals, two twenty three. Okay. Actually, somebody tweeted us, and I'm sorry, I don't remember who. Um, but another Senior Bowl guy that's still there is Shaka Tony, another Penn State yeah, guy. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's solid. Wait, that's going to be Dane. That's going to yeah. be your answer to everybody right now. Well, well I would yeah, say no. I'm not saying that's yeah. like terrible. I'm just if, if if I thought he wasn't good, I'd say so. I mean, he's he's a sub package rusher who you have to take off the field if, uh, on rundowns. But you know, he's he's got a quick first step. I don't mind fifty corners. So Shakir Brown, mm. throw him in. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, let him battle it out with Jordan Lewis because that's yeah. what Shakur Brown is. He's an inside guy. Yeah. You're playing him in a slot. I have no problem just throwing dort, dart, darts. Grab a Dylan <laughs> Moses lottery ticket. I have no problem throwing darts at cornerback and hoping for the best. That's fine with me. I kind of want to take a chance on one of these hurt guys. I, if if you're talking with me, maybe like a Trey Smith. There's some depth for you. Well, there maybe you go. He See, ends up being something. Is he is he newly hurt or is that the stuff from the past? It's the stuff from the past that teams are worried about. Yeah, which I get. It's almost it. like a like sure. a Maurice Hurst type of thing. That hasn't affected him. I know he just got cut by right. the Raiders, but that's not why. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, unless it's something that you know, it's not even a conversation. Like he's not even on the board because they just said. It's not something we're willing to mess with. Then it was what well, I and I actually met him because he uh, he was the in, Jason Witten yeah. Award, right? Oh, well, he was here, right? Yeah. Right, a couple years ago. But I don't remember what it was exactly. It's like blood clots in his lungs. That's right. And I mean, it was like pretty serious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he came back and played and played pretty well. He, Carlos Basham kind of roughed him up at the Senior Bowl. He but. played pretty well as a junior, and then his senior tape was not very good. Um, and that's that's part of this why he's slipping. But mm-hmm. mostly it's the medicals. Yeah, Patrick Johnson, care. give him to me. Edge Tulane. Is he draftable for you? Uh, I th- I, loved, I, I, I thought the tape was good. Yeah, I didn't mind him at all. Brian, was, you're the only one that hasn't sounded off on this. Yeah, what they gave think? him a sixth, seventh. No, I was because I was starting to look at guys like do you really have a real free safety on this board. I mean, you tell me is Wiggins hurt bad? I don't know. It's I mean he he's. he's I mean, I'll ask you what to ask the Philadelphia doctor. Is he going to play ten games or ten years? Yeah. Tell me. I, I wish I could. Yeah, time will tell. Yeah, time well, will tell. Yeah, and then Jeff Lurie says, "Well, take that guy if we think that's good." But it, see, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm trying to think of positions that it might. That maybe one of the hurt guys might work out for you, though. Hey, Trey Smith, I, that that's a good call. I mean, I that's a guy I would roll the dice on at this point. But I, it's just teams are scared off by it. And you pick again in ten selections, so you could maybe take a little bit of a chance on a guy. I would be thrilled to, for them to make Jeffrey happy and go get his TCU guy. I just need to that'd see, be hot. I just need to. <laughs> <laughs> would that would be hot? I just need to see it. I just need to see it to believe it. I don't. I refuse to believe they're going to draft a short, slow safety. Yeah, it'd be That's, wild. They'd be in practice. Literally, and, like, Dak would throw a pick to Ardarius. That is like, the, what is a little tiny slow dude doing picking off our quarterback? Watch and then he'd do it again. Take the guy here. Like, Mike oh, McCarthy man. was like, "We want big, fast guys." That he literally said that on <laughs> Tuesday. So. Yeah. Uh. Come on, pick the little slow guy. Do the right thing. And they've kind of followed that template so far, at least at the uh, moment. Absolutely, getting the Ooh. big fast guys. Actually, and that was that was a name again. Not just because I went there. That was a name that I heard. Kerry Vincent's still there, right? Yep. Yeah. I, I, know, I don't. I know you don't think he's great, and honestly, I neither he's do good. I. Good. Neither do I. But <laughs> he's really fast. And he is. He, he I, plays cornerback. I think he's a better athlete than corner. That's for sure. But. Uh, Another one of those opt-outs that really that's, needed that senior year of film. What if the new overtime rules the, are a 4 by 100 relay? Would he be on the team? Kerry Vincent would be on sure. everybody's Well, team. you would have drafted Anthony Schwartz a little bit higher. I, I wonder if Kerry Vincent maybe had some national title hangover. Thought he was going to go a little bit higher than he did. Or well, why he didn't he leave for the draft after his junior year then? You know, if he if you're going to opt out, why don't you just 
leave after your junior year if you're Kerry Vincent. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But I knew I know the Cowboys. Oh, LSU guy there. LSU. Hey. Now that that you talk about everything we said about Sam Ellinger, that's Jacoby Stevens to a T. Like I don't know how good he's going to be. What? Uh, not all the coaches there spoke very highly of him. Whoa! Oh, Dane's scooping me on my own guy. No, but, no it's funny because you're right. He he wore the number seven jersey. He eighteen or eight? Yeah, no, seven. Oh, they did. He give wore him seven. yeah. You're yeah right. He definitely no, wore seven. Right. Wow, I'm just all over the um, Good job, Dave. LSU insider. Uh, about, right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he had the jersey. He was the leader. That you know, this team coming Fool. back. There were, there were some ah. – they thought he took the foot off the pedal a little bit. I mean, he was coasting. I mean, it's hard to imagine anybody it, – and it speaks to Jabril Cox that he came out of that season with so many people speaking highly of him. Captain, like, yeah. As far as disasters go, I mean, that ranks pretty highly up there. It's it's big It's big time if you try your hardest on that LSU team. <laughs> you get I points just, for that. He's somebody – like, he's – I don't – he's too small to be a linebacker and not that's athletic it, yeah. enough to be a safety. Right. I, a little bit of a tweener. Yeah, uh, yeah that, that's a factor. We were asked about defensive tackle out of Michigan State, Naquan Jones. Where is he at in terms of your rankings? I don't, uh, I don't late, think I'm seventh very round. high on him either, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's – his pro day really killed him. He yeah. put on some weight, and it showed uh, with the way he moved. So, um, so okay, this is a line from my report. This is a quote from an NFL scout on Jacoby Stevens. Uh, the coaches say he can be a unifying leader when he wants to, but oh. the attitude issues can be a distraction. Not what you want to hear about a senior. Nope. So it's just one of those things that like, uh, they thought this year kind of coasted a little bit and didn't. That's- that seems like a quintessential, quintessential situation of like senioritis. Well, not well, millennials. It, it's easy to be that guy when you're on a badass team full easy. of first round draft picks. <laughs> it's not that easy when you're on a terrible team with no draft picks. Adversity reveals a lot. Hmm. Cowboys up in two Attitude selections. By leadership, the leadership captain is that the quote? Yeah. Washington remember football the, team. The Titans. There you go. New York Jets, Dallas Cowboys. The next three, and then we're into the seventh round almost. Either all my players are hurt or too small. Tell me about him, Brian. <laughs> what you got? No, yeah, I, that's, guys? that's yeah, Trey. You know, Trey Smith. We've talked about Snowden. Probably Ooh. not a spot for him. Washington. I mean, I, I've got him there. Uh, I was kind of thinking that he was going to get selected today, but you know, okay. I, I just okay. I just got to figure out on that board who I don't want to fight for in free agency. It's tougher this year, though. That's what I'm. I just don't want to fight. Really tough. I don't want to fight for somebody. Just t- t- oh, 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 Mike and Steven are fist bump, fist bumping for Uh-oh. something. Oh. By the way, the Chiefs took that Jets pick at two twenty six. So it's Washington, then Kansas City, and then Dallas. What do you think that was about? Oh, so, Kansas City's going to have two honey badgers. So Washington, Washington's got pick two twenty five. Did they make the pick yet? No, they have not. Okay. Not made that selection. Brian, you're going to play the, the role of Jerry Jones. You get the final say here. Who are the Cowboys drafting out of the DallasCowboys.com draft show war room? Who who compel, Whose argument compelled you the most? I honestly was list, I was looking down at my board. Honestly, I wasn't. So you didn't listen at all. Idiots. I mean, yeah, no, no. Four thirty. No, oh, I was trying to. I was just trying to figure out though because I was looking at the guys because I'm trying to map out something because of these hurt guys. So I'm trying to map around them is what I'm trying to do, and. You know, they're all, all these guys. Again, the healthiest guy, the healthiest guy I have is Washington. I don't think they'll take Washington. I, w- I wish they would. I honestly wish they'd take the kid at this point in time. 
You know, Marvin Wilson, I mean, they've already got that defensive tackle. He's another guy. Thomas Graham, the corner from... Uh, from That's a curious one. Yeah, that's, you I'm know, surprised he's still on the board. Yeah, from Oregon. Yeah, that's a 5'11", 195-pound guy right there. So those are the guys I'm kind of dealing with right now. But like I say, those those hurt guys are screwing me up right now. Is Ohio State linebacker Justin Hilliard worth a draft pick? Talent-wise, yes. The he's medicals are guy. just a yeah. train wreck. I mean, six-year senior. But, yeah, I give, when you talk about the talent, uh, throw on the Clemson tape, and uh, he, he plays with some twitch. He didn't test overly well, which is a little surprising. But uh, the medicals are just a tough thing for him. I, are... Looking at my best available, mm-hmm. uh, Trey Smith, obviously, uh, he's still there at the top. But then uh, Charles Snowden. Yeah. I mean, he's still floating out there. Shakur Brown, Michigan State. Kay Johnson, mm-hmm. South Dakota State. And then Ardarius Washington, TCU. Oh, we got him on the list. Oh, he's there. We got him on the Dane list. Finally. It's time to make a move. Top 10 available. Let's go. Uh, Thomas Graham's on there. David Moore from Grambling State. Uh, James Wiggins. Uh, did you did you like the Penn State? I know they probably wouldn't do it, but you like the Penn State center? Oh, yeah. No, I actually skipped. He's actually my highest ranked after Trey Smith. I skipped him. Yeah. So, yeah, I I liked him. I'm surprised he's still available. Me sure. Too. The war room cam suggests that regardless of what we think, they have made their pick. They're, uh, you know, got as another a, long snapper off the board. As usual, they're Too a little bit ahead long? of us. His last name Cheese is Cheese Man. Man? Yeah. <laughs> His last name is not Cheese Man. Yes. Cameron the Cheese Man. If you read the draft guide, you would have known this. I read the he draft guide. He was in the guide. draft guide. Dane, Let's go. I spent hours reading the draft guide, and I never once flipped to the long snapper page. Che- I'm just writing Cheese My fourth man. ranked long snapper. I'm proud of you, Dave. Oh, they reached so a little bit. They did. Yeah, <laughs> Washington will do that on you, you know. What is it? Michigan's deep snapper Cheese Man. <laughs> All right. Oh, it's che- he's got no holes in his game. <laughs> I wrote I wrote down Cheese Head on my sheet. <laughs> That would be cool if he would have gone to the Packers. Oh, man. We got a guy named Cheese Man picked man. right in front of. We got a long snapper named Cheese Man that's going before my guy, Darius. It hurts my soul. That's a real, that's a real American man. He's uh, going to the nation's hey, capital. If, if this guy winds up being, even, he might not ever start a game. If he even sticks on a roster at this point, I'm going to be proud of you. Thanks, man. I'm looking when, for more than that. When we were battling three months ago, on the draft show about Darius Washington, I wish I would have said, "Just wait till Cheeseman goes <laughs> yeah. ahead of Washington." Yeah. And uh, that's my favorite part man. about the draft is like what I think about players is not my prediction on where they're going to get picked. So I don't care, right? Yeah. It's like, ah, oh, you were wrong. Well, no, I wouldn't. No, the goal we'll see if he can be right on right. draft day. We'll no. see if he can play. If somebody lets him try. I still think, Dane, if you would have said that on the draft show, then I mean that Cheeseman was going beforehand. I think Kavanaugh would have shredded you. I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Dane was about to come over the table at you. Like, what are you trying to <laughs> say? Just, mm-hmm. uh, Sorry, Dane. Chiefs don't mind a little playmaking safety. Look at, look Get at a Cheese second Man one. in the Senior Bowl. If the Chiefs draft, if they draft him, are you just going to switch? Yeah, just, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll be a Chiefs guy. They got Bolton. They got Washington. Yeah. Wow, that would be a two honey badgers and a Bolton. They're like, yeah, you know what we want the good players. I'm not, I'm not flipping over to Twitter because I want to see. Oh um, yeah, I refuse. I, I want to know anything. Purely your reaction. Wow, Charles Davis ran a five oh three. Oh, it's Torrey Holt going to run the forty. The pick is in for Kansas City, which officially puts the Cowboys back on the clock for the tenth time this weekend. They've already they've made this pick presented we're, by Miller Lite. I know. Pain, no, I know. I've got to I've got to go through it. No, so. I, I know. I just I we're painfully Michael behind. Vick, Michael Vick still ran four seven. 
Did he really? Wow. Four seven two for Michael Vick. Remember, High or low? I spent three weeks trying Pretty to low for. That's good for him. Four yeah. seven two. Yeah. I mean, he's not a young pup anymore. Yeah, I spent sure. three weeks trying to convince the Cowboys to sign Michael Vick when <laughs> when Kellen Moore broke his leg. <laughs> 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 Dak Prescott <laughs> showed up and made me feel real dumb about that. Could have been fun though. What could what have happened with that Michael Vick-led team, Dave? Maybe they actually win a playoff game. Wow. Year. wow. Are you wow. serious right now? What? That, that was that was rude. What? Wow. That was all Aaron Rodgers. That wasn't Dak's fault. Well, I'm just asking if maybe you beat him. I mean, that hurts for a lot of Cowboys fans that are listening right now. Jeff Heath, club the ball. Toughen up, kids. You know? <laughs> Toughen up. Yeah, how did Aaron Rodgers hold on to the ball when Heath hit well, it? Like, break that ball. I that think, break it. I think about that play every time we joke too. about hand size. I do, too. When we joke about hand size, that's why it matters. That was amazing. And, and, and the other side of the field, Orlando Scandrick was ready to pick it up and run it in. <sighs> he came off the other side, and I was like going, how did that just not happen? Eh, what so. a cruel. Why do we do this to ourselves? <laughs> what, just in general, the entire draft thing? Well, the that's draft and football <laughs> in general. Yeah. It's just cruel. What's Kansas City doing? Hand yeah, the card why, in. Why Let's is there go. such a long pause in between? Oh, Trey Smith. There you go. Oh, Tennessee. No. Right before we were going to take him, Brian. Awesome. What are we going to do now? Good for him. Yeah, that's finally good. That's KC? Yeah. Picking yeah. good players. Pick, that's my team. I, I, you guys me who Kansas City was going to pick, right? I yeah. told you Trey Smith, right? That, yeah, I just want you to make <laughs> oh, up okay. your mind between the Chargers and Chiefs. Oh, You've been flopping back and I'm forth. An AFC, <laughs> I'm an AFC guy. I'm All right. A, yeah, you claim the Raiders too because yeah, of our I'm, friends over I'm there. AFC West guy. So the Cowboys on the clock at two twenty-seven. They make a pick in eleven selections at two thirty-eight, and then they are done for the weekend. At least, unless they wanted to trade right back in. But I don't Trey know Smith, why you would at this point? No, you, there's probably unless you wanted Ardarius Washington. If I, you don't draft I'd him here, I have a feeling you could get him without drafting him. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jeff. Wait, what happened? It's come to this. If you didn't hear it, if you didn't hear it, you don't need to. No, I didn't hear it. What happened? That's I fine. need to know for later after we've had a few so I can kick your foot while you're walking. I just I just said <laughs> if they won our Darius Washington, they probably don't need to use one of these two picks to get him. Oh, wait, why not? Because he's not going to get drafted. Talking, we're in the sixth round. There's like 50 picks left. 50? Chill out. At uh, least 40. There's Are there comps in the seventh? No, we're, we're done. No. Yeah, we're yeah done. there's like... Uh, no seven. We got about thirty. Thirty picks. Left. We got about. Oh, 30 we're picks fine. He's one of the thirty best guys. He's gonna go. <laughs> it's no problem. Have we ever talked about an undrafted free agent as much as what we will talk about our Darius? Honestly, Washington by the time Marvin this Wilson, is over? sir. If I if I had to guess, we've talked a lot more I, about no, Washington. If I had to guess, we probably have. That's it. It's just you got a lot of time to kill on day three. Mm-hmm. I'd have to go back and think about it. I'm trying to think, last year was Hunter Bryant for me, the tight end out of Washington. That was a guy. Who was there? Was a guy that sat up there forever last year. Well, James Prochet was definitely one of them. Well, and I was up there for a long time. Yeah, he had the Boise State edge rusher. What was his name? Weaver. Curtis Weaver. Cur- Curtis Weaver. Oh, Cowboys. Oh, it's Israel Mukamu. Oh, right. right. You know who's not getting South picked Carolina. by the Cowboys? Or Darius Washington. Nope. They're well, just picking all the 6'4 guys. I was going to say he is the exact opposite yeah. of uh, our Darius Washington. Six four two twelve for. Uh, Mukwamu. Mukwamu, yeah. Uh, it, it, traits-based prospect. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's gonna be interesting to see how they use him. He's kind of a matchup defender. Uh, not the South Carolina corner we thought that was gonna be on this team, but, uh, he's, 
the size. That's what stands out. Watch, he had a really good game against Georgia. Jake Fromm had three interceptions against him. And then a little bit of fall off after that. Play a little bit of corner, play a little bit of free safety. So it'll be interesting to see where they see him specifically, what position, but long arm, 34 inch arms. Uh, pretty, pretty impressive. So uh, I, I have it in my notes, Dane, as we're going to take our, our break here in a couple of seconds, but I have it in, on my notes that the Cowboys think of him as both a corner and a safety. And mm-hmm. they've kind of got him in between there. So I think they've got to figure out exactly where they want to put him. So they just made their 10th selection, the 11th one coming up just a little bit in the 7th round. We are still rolling along. You're listening to the 2021 NFL Draft on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. So Israel Mukwamu, South Carolina junior, six foot four and an eighth, two hundred and twelve pounds, and yeah, you're one of the longer corners in the entire you draft. Want a fun fact about him? What's that? The most separation I've ever seen Kyle Pitts get was on him. Gets, yeah. uh, in the red zone, the slant hey, on yeah. the goal line. Yeah. I, before we drag this poor young man, <laughs> one of Kyle Pitts's best highlights was against Kelvin Joseph. So I mean, yeah, the seventy-five or seventy-yard touchdown. I like when you go up against the unicorn. I, I like all the players, and I pull for all the players. I don't think he's very good. It's. Uh, I think you made a because uh, we brought say. him up on the draft show previously. I mean, he's a sixth, seventh round pick. That's what I created right. him. I mean, that's that's and that's at, like, and these are two vastly different conversations. Because at pick ninety nine, I care if you're good, and at pick two twenty seven, I don't really care if you're good. Two, mm-hmm. there are two corners in this draft that are over six four. There's Thomas Graham. Cowboys drafted both of them. It's a good stat, right? Yeah, there. Yeah, I just I I remember once upon a time. I'm old enough to remember the player over scheme thing for, coming from this coaching staff. That was you last year, man. Blow that up. That was last year. I, yeah. I'm even old enough for that. Yeah, they're just like, look, if here you look that. like this and measure like that. We'll we will put you in. Dave made a good point last night as we were kind of wrapping up our show about how you were kind of lulled into a, a false sense of security whenever it came to players over need. And, and then uh, this year's kind of ripped that right away and kind of turned around. All right, man. Coaches, you know, coaches make a lot of money to know things about football. Yeah. I just, I think it's so hard for these guys that are six, four corners. Like we talk about yep. it like it's a good thing. To me, it's not because all the six, four corners you watch, like, that's fine if you say you're going to run cover three. Every team in this league is going to run cover two, three, four, six, whatever. They're going to run all of it. They're going to run man. They're going to run zone. And if you really lived in a world where, like, you had two, six, four corners, like, it worked in Seattle a long time ago. Yeah. For the most part, you're getting torched. That's yeah. it, it. You can't change direction. It looks really badass when you make it work with Richard Sherman and Brandon Browner, but not very many people have been able to replicate that. Get the two best safeties in the league playing yeah. together with them. Yeah, like it works you, out pretty well. Pressure the quarterback when well. When you catch lightning in a bottle, <laughs> it's amazing what can yeah. happen. But It's just so hard. Like... Because you're going to be asked to play man coverage, well, and when you got to change direction and you're 6'4", it's just it's hard. Do you mm-hmm. feel even somewhat intrigued at Kyle's comment that they might try him at safety? I guess. That was a long pause. I think they will Well, try I mean, the highlight safety. they just showed of him making an interception was actually him getting beat off the ball and press, and the dude was four yards downfield before he even turned. God, I guess that is it's it's an interesting question because I know he has had snaps playing as a deep safety. 
Um, and again, it is, we're talking sixth and seventh round. So you're talking about guys that are going to fight and claw to try to make a football team. So it's not like we should have really high expectations. That's, I mean, I know it's my job to have opinions about these things, but again, right. once you get past pick like 150, I'm just like, if that's what, if that's what you want to do, do it. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised they like them, um, uh, for this scheme. I think he's more of a man guy, uh, press man player, matchup defender, um, well, I mean, McCarthy, what was this, last week, he did say, when they asked him something about the defense, he said, we want to be aggressive, play more man than zone. He said those he words. Did, he did say that. So, okay. like, we pictured Dan Quinn a certain way, and they're drafting these huge corners, and I don't know if a lot of people are thinking that means cover three and running down the field and batting down footballs, but he said more man than zone, and we'll Let's, see. I said the same thing with Deshaun Wright. I liked him better in press man than I did zone. So, yeah. okay. By the way, a couple more picks off the board. Thomas Graham, corner out of Oregon, goes 228 to the Bears, 229. Colts take Michael Strahan or Mike Strahan? Strawn. Is it Strawn? Okay. Yeah. Uh, wide receiver from Charleston. Shout out to my Charleston homies in West Virginia. Me too. I'm just, I'm, oh, sorry, Kyle, but real quick for Dane. Just so. This guy didn't. You don't have a forty for him. Do you know? Like, what type? He didn't of, do it. You know? Do you have an idea? Like, how do you feel about his speed? Is you he on the ATP? Dave, you remember what we talked about earlier? What? Is he on the ATP? Which, which part? No, he didn't run. Okay. You guys remember what we talked about earlier, Dane? We talked about a lot of stuff. Yeah, probably. Go I mean, ahead he guess. He, he jumped. Didn't, he didn't run for a reason. Oh, oh probably, yeah, that's yeah, the you. comment you made on the draft show because we brought I him up you. and we talked about it. And I remember you saying that he didn't run for a reason. That's the comment you made. left hamstring is what he said. Which, White. to his credit, if you were going to run a four six five. But say, he jumped. Say you he hit the vertical abroad with a crazy, isn't it? Bad hammy. He's able to explode with that with a bad hammy, but just couldn't run. That's what you're supposed to do if you're going to run poorly. And you've got him five spots above our friend, Mister Wright. Hey, Sean. <laughs> hmm. uh, Pittsburgh's Jimmy Morrissey center hey. taken by Las Vegas at two thirty. Larnell Coleman, good player. It's, he's like the ideal developmental tackle going to Miami. So a couple of offensive linemen off the board here. About to come back on the radio side of things. And then the Cowboys to probably make their last selection of the afternoon and of the weekend at 2.38. Coming up here in just a little bit. Ah, UMass. How about that? NMN. Guess we've got a little bit more time here. We are officially into round number seven. 232 is where we sit as the Carolina Panthers are on the clock. Kyle Yeomans alongside Jeff Cavanaugh, Brian Broaddus, Dane Brugler, and David Hellman. We've got the newest Dallas Cowboy on the line, Israel Mukwamu, corner out of South Carolina. Israel, first off, congratulations on the moment and being drafted here in the sixth round by the Cowboys. What's going through your mind right now? Um, I mean, just a lot of emotions. I mean, to be honest, I didn't think I would I would make it this late. But I mean, just uh, Jerry Jones and the whole uh, Cowboys organization taking a chance on me. Uh, I'm just excited to get to work and just show that uh, I was definitely one of the best DBs coming out in this class. Only time will show. 
Which, Israel, congrats, man. I'm, I'm curious because we know, you know, the Cowboys were up in Columbia to see your teammate JC, but while they were there, did they, did they talk to you? Did they express interest? And in just what's your, uh, what's your communication been like with the team over the last couple months? Uh, yes, sir. Um, Dan Quinn did come up and talk to me, uh, after pro day. Uh, he said he liked my game and stuff like that. And then, um, I've been in contact with, uh, Corners coach Al Harris for a little bit. Um, the special teams coordinator called me, so I've been in contact with the Dallas Cowboys a little bit. But I'm just, I'm just so blessed and, and thanking God that uh, they took the chance on me. Israel, by the way, just because uh, you have had those conversations with Dan Quinn and also with John Fossil as well, is there a chance that you know where you're going to be utilized? Are you going to be a corner? Are you going to be a safety? Where are you going to fit in the secondary? Um, they haven't told me yet, but all I know is uh, I'm just coming in to work, and, and I'm going to get in where I fit in. I mean, it doesn't matter if I'm playing safety or corner. I'm just trying to play on the field. And Israel, is there, you know, with with what you guys did South Carolina, you guys played a lot of press man stuff. Is you With your size, you take advantage of that. Is that where you're the most comfortable? Or like, hey, you can play off, you can play on. Is there one particular way you like to go? Uh, yeah, I definitely like uh, most comfortable is uh, playing press man. But um, just got to get to Dallas and see how they want to use me. And then only time will tell. What do you feel like is the best part of your game that you're going to bring to the pros? Um, number one, uh, my size, uh, the ability to play press man very well, uh, the ability to also play uh, in coverage uh, zone and, and and cover a lot of space and get my hands on balls that uh, quarterbacks they think they can fit through the window. Uh, my versatility, um, being able to play corner safety uh, in a box, uh, slot corner, um, also as well as um, – just being a student of the game, I think I got very, very high IQ. So I think that's what I bring best to the table. Hey Israel, playing in the old SEC there, though you, you got to line up against some some pretty talented wide receivers out there. Kind of walk us through about how how did that help you develop your game? Every week you're showing up having to cover somebody pretty good in this country. Um, it, it definitely developed my game because, like you said, every week uh, you're facing somebody that's that that's a dog on the other side. So so it's and, and it's the same way in the NFL, you know. Um, everybody's a pro, so every team got a good receiver. So that, that's what you got, got to go out there and do. You got to go out there and come ready to compete every uh, week. Appreciate your time, Israel. Congratulations. We look forward to seeing you around the star very soon. Yes, sir. Thank you. There he goes, newest Dallas Cowboys draft pick, Bozier City, Louisiana. Is that how you say it, Bozier? Bo- no, no, oh. Bozier. It was Bozier. North, I got it right the first time. North cool. Louisiana ain't French. South Louisiana. Got it. Yes. Just wanted to make sure. I'm not a Louisiana person. I'm a Texan all the way through. No through. worries. I mean, Shreveport and Bozier is basically. Uh, there was Texas another player anyway. drafted out of there, right? I'm trying to think like that. City? I want to say it was a Cowboys Bozier guy. Bozier's a football hotbed. I mean, mm-hmm. Dak's not from Bozier, but he played high school in the area, Houghton. Uh, I'm looking to see if I can find. So Terrence, Terrace Marshall, Mukwamu, and then Artavius Lynn are the three guys that are from there. So I guess not, not, not a Cowboys guy. It was definitely Marshall was the first guy that I saw from that part of Louisiana. They put some talent out in the 318. So 318. It's North Louisiana. Oh, apologies. <laughs> You're good. It's my fault. Philadelphia is on the clock here at 2.34. Three after... long snappers, bro. Is it another long snapper? Yeah, it's another long snapper. The same one. Oh, is it? What? 
Oh, they're showing the the, the second long snapper. Way to snapper. go, Jeff! Oh, Good God, I got man. excited. That's fine. I got excited. I mean, it's another long snapper, but no. Oh, instead, yeah. it's one of my guys. The Rams took running back Jake Funk uh, at two thirty three. Took uh, the Eagles took. Patrick Johnson. Patrick too Johnson. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. What do you mean? Another good, hmm. another good pick. pick no, bad pick. I, I love the pick. The I Eagles are killing the game. Yeah, the Eagles have kind of figured some things out here. I mean, that's kind of like when I was drafting up there. They got um, somebody in their room saying, you know what we need. You know exactly what, know we what we need. need. You know what we need. Don't be an idiot up there. But I'll tell you this real quick about about uh, Patrick Johnson, though. I, I, was kind of, I was kind of looking at him. I was wondering if he was going to be a Dane a defensive end or as an outside linebacker. Mm-hmm. But I, I was I was really impressed because again, him and his, his teammate Sample, they, this guy plays as really as a stand up linebacker for the Green Wave. He's super active in the ways around the ball. He'll cause his share of problems for the offense when he attacks the pocket. This guy's a really disruptive rusher. He's got a feel for how to come off on that first step, sharpen that edge. And then he'll get to the level of the quarterback. You don't see him get pushed by very much at all. And, you know, that's something I think that was pretty impressive. He was always within arm's length of the quarterback when I was watching. I saw the SMU and the Houston games with a couple I watched. But, I mean, he, he, Houston put him in a bad spot a couple of times when they pulled linemen at him. You know, he was kind of trying to get up the field and, oh, do I have to get back inside? Oh, do I have to squeeze the play? So, you know, he didn't get any help inside from his teammates there. He'll, I think he gambles a little bit the way he plays, but I would not call it guessing. I think he just takes some chances on the play to try and make a big play for his team. So I was pretty impressed by this kid, and, and for them to grab him uh, this late in the draft, though, man, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy he got picked, and I think he's a pretty good player. Wyatt Hubert, edge rusher from Kansas State off the board, Dane Brugler. Uh, can we talk about Jake Funk first? Yeah, uh, do it. Why not? Running back out of Maryland, who big time special teams player, uh, ACLs. He just his knees. I, I feel bad for him. It's been a rough thing for him. But uh, the, he's a charged up athlete, competitive. He can be an asset on special teams. Uh, Thirty career tackles. Not bad for a running back. Wow. Uh, so that short area uh, burst is really impressive with him. But uh, they drafted him to make an impact on uh, coverages. So and what about Hubert here? Short armed player. Um, I just, you know, he went to the senior bowl and he, he did okay. Um, I, I thought there were some better pass rushers available here. You know, Shaka Tony and, uh, Jonathan Cooper, a few other ones. Uh, but, you know, he's, he's a guy that you just wind him up and let him go. The, the motor doesn't quit with him. Senior bowl guy as well. That was taken there. Six foot two. Now you've got Buffalo on the clock at 236. 237, and then the Cowboys at 238. Final guesses as to what this 11th pick of the draft would be for Dallas? Who's the tallest guy in the draft? I mean, Drew Himmelman. Okay, a, Drew Himmelman. Uh, Illinois State uh, offensive tackle, 6'9. Like, is, is Kelvin Joseph going to be confused when he gets here? Like, he's going to walk <laughs> to the cornerback room and be like, what are all these people doing here? Like, I'm 5'11 and a half. And I'm surrounded by six four um, dudes. He's got Jordan and Anthony to keep him company. He's still he got some guys his size. Yeah, is Dan Quinn's dream for Kelvin Joseph that he's going to be a slot guy <laughs> and he's going to put Giants out there? Because you picked a five eleven guy as your best corner, and then you just went straight up Giants. I I don't know. Although I I'm going to be fascinated by this if they do this with the scheme because I don't always see tall guys the redirection. You know, or yeah, the, it's or almost the, impossible. You know, and especially with the league playing six with foot receivers, six foot receivers. Yeah, 
you cannot be like sequoias out there standing around and having these guys running through them. Yeah. So I'll, I'll be interested to see if, if Dan gets a, if they if they have the right kind of players not to not to get exposed playing on the edge like Especially that. Especially when the league is getting smaller. That's right. Yeah. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, yeah. Smaller, faster, quicker. Yeah. Right. I mean, just look at the receivers drafted in this class. Uh, I mean, they're all smaller guys. Yeah. Very few of uh, Terrace Marshall is like the only one drafted top. Hundred that was over six two, so it's all about separation. And if you're small, that's okay if you can separate. And I, uh, you know, I'm gonna just sneak this one in here quietly. You guys just pretend I didn't say it. Okay. Sometimes I worry in this building that you're behind, and I think teams that are chasing giant corners, I think they're behind. Like that was once upon a time a thing to catch up to the fact that receivers were big. Receivers are going the other way. If you're still chasing the giant corners. I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, I hear you. It makes me think about chasing the two dynamic tight ends a while back when they drafted Escobar. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously a completely different side of the ball, completely different philosophy, but I I get what you're saying. And I don't I don't it's just it's it's strange that the first corner you took was no doubt, right? Your best corner on the board, and then as you went through the draft, you were like, I don't necessarily want the Best one. I want these certain traits, See, but, but your starters aren't going to have those traits, the, so it's all wonky. The wrench, the wrench in this whole thing is right because again, like if they want to draft Mukwamu two twenty, who right? Who cares? What throws you off is there was another guy they built did like it, that, another one built like that with a much more valuable pick. But your four corners who are going to play aren't built like that. That you think. I mean, I think you're right. I but. don't think any of those guys has taken Joseph, Diggs, or whoever's in the slot off the field. By the oh, way, the Broncos goes, at 237 took Kerry Vincent Jr. out of LSU. The Cowboys are on the clock, presented by Miller Lite and Snickers. When I say my guy, I just mean he went to my school. I would have, I don't know that I would have loved yeah, you that pick for the Cowboys. The, the pick. Um, it's okay. I don't know, man. It's like we talk about the linebackers, like, and again, just trying to read tea leaves on what Steven was talking about. Like, maybe, like, maybe the Cowboys would prefer to get Jordan Lewis or Anthony Brown off this team this summer. Like, ideally, not saying it's going to happen, not saying that these guys are going to play up to it, but I don't know. It's, it's interesting. We've got a proposal on the draft stage. Oh. Oh, that's fun. Listen, I love the draft more. I love the draft more than anybody, but I don't know if I'm, <laughs> I don't know if I want to associate it with my marriage. Why not? Oh, just a tons of risk be associated, and, anyways. How many picks are going to be made this year? Two hundred and fifty-nine, and like a third of them are going to work that's out. Mis- that's yeah. Mrs. Irrelevant. Seriously. <laughs> hey, let's get boomer bust. Let's get married on the stage of this event where the vast majority of picks will be a failure. That's really that's gonna. It's like the most like pessimistic way to look at Cowboys this. On the have you met by me? the way? Have you Cowboys, met me? I've already said it. Yeah, I gave the I gave the sponsorship tag. We're good. All right, the height of this player. <laughs> Without knowing the position, over under, I think different positions. Okay. Six one six zero oh, three three. I would just like under. to throw out there six zero oh, two three. Dane knows the pick. No, I don't. I just odds say it'd be under six zero oh, three three. Felipe Franks because, is Because I mean, huge. if it's a, if it's an edge Big, or a corner, it could be it's, big. A bitch is yeah. quarterback. Felipe Franks is gigantic. That's all. So like <laughs> he maybe is definitely over. If Dan Quinn had any input on this, maybe it's <laughs> Felipe Franks. Tall quarterback. <laughs> just get the tall guy and throw over get all the these measuring stick out. Throw over all these linemen. We can move we over a corner if we need to. You know what? I wish we got more of. Like we're getting a lot of 
Mike McCarthy talking about the picks, but they're all defensive picks. I haven't. I want to hear from Dan Quinn. I haven't heard yeah. from Dan Quinn since Good he point. was hired. Right. He did no... an interview before he got here, and they kind of told him they hey. got. They told him not to. Yeah. yeah. See, yeah. I want to know what does your defense look like? And That's... they're going to tell us multiple and everything. No, I know and... he wouldn't have told us the truth anyway. But it would still be fun to hear him say some stuff. Yeah. Like just mm-hmm. to maybe get an idea of what he wants this defense to look like. Because I'm literally. I'm going off of a Seattle defense he coached almost a decade ago, and then in some Atlanta defenses that weren't all that great, to be really honest with you. So right. I don't, I don't know. That's my worry: is chasing big corners, and this is the second straight D coordinator you brought in that his last runs hadn't been good. And I'm just like, okay, he did, okay, but and again, like, may I don't know, maybe we're overthinking this, or I mean, he spent a first round pick on AJ Terrell last year, and he ain't he ain't huge. He's a normal sized cornerback. I don't know what to make of any of it, to be right. honest with you. It is interesting. Which, and again, like, Mukwamu doesn't really, that doesn't, I don't care. Cause, you know, he could play safety. He's a day three pick. It's the right pick that's really interesting. There By you. the way, right after this pick, we're going to have to take a super fast break, like pretty quick into it because of the timing and the way that things kind of roll out here. So, all right. So we'll announce Felipe Franks and then, uh, then go, <laughs> go to break. Go to break. That sounds great. Almost there. The Cowboys pick is in. Final selection of the 2021 NFL draft. Dane is smirking like he knows the pick. And I've been looking at him do it's, that uh, for most of the last Offensive hour guard and a half. Matt Farniak, uh, Nebraska. Is okay. that, did I say that right? Let's go Skurs! Yeah. Yeah, another, another Husker offensive lineman. Let's go Skurs! If you guys want to know about him, just go to page, uh, let's see. Oh gosh. Two, 200 something in the draft guide. So really far down? Uh, no, he's my 29th offensive tackle. Okay. Well, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about the newest Dallas Cowboy. You're listening to the 2021 NFL Draft on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. I couldn't tell if you were taking shots there or not. No, I just saying he's in there. Thankfully, that's good. I was just worried they're going to draft a guy. Draft that's a not guy I've never heard of. Has anybody? I'm sure everybody's been in there, right? So far, so far, that's so good. Far. Is he a guard, there. Dane? Is that what he is? Uh, he played mostly tackle, and so. But he does have uh, nine starts at, at guard, one start at center too. So versatility, depth yeah. at the def- hey, offensive line. Mike McCarthy didn't lie to us. That was the. I mean, he said that they were probably going to draft an offensive. I mean, I know they drafted the tackle, but he said interior. They took all eleven picks, didn't they? they sure they did. did. They did. The only, I think not the only yet, team Brian. Not yet. Wait, what? Oh, are they done? They're yeah, done. that's that was the eleven. Damn. Keeping the Darius Washington dream alive. Yeah, I'm Just trying. We can said come that back a couple in times. Here. We can come back in here. Uh, like, <laughs> After they make the pick, yeah, we'll hey, get back in late round PFA. That's that's what he is, you know. And so, but you mentioned who do you not want to fight for? Yeah, I think this is probably one of those guys that qualifies sure. for that. Sure. So whenever we come back from break here, we're going to talk for like a couple seconds over Franiak, and then we're going to take another break at like 510, I think is what we're going to do. Just so you guys know, everybody peeling back the curtain a little bit. It is the final hour of draft coverage. Actually, final 30 minutes or so here on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. You heard the crew. We are still inside the star in Frisco in the SWBC Mortgage Studios as the Dallas Cowboys just made their last selection of this year's draft as Matt 
Farniak out of Nebraska, redshirt senior, offensive tackle, offensive guard, center. He played all three positions. Dane, this is some versatility and a little bit of depth on that offensive line. Yeah, also a two-time team captain. Uh, so something I like about him there. Uh, you know, he's a guy that's, I really like the power that he plays with, physical hands, he'll control uh, defenders in the run game, uh, stay square, see some knee bend. Uh, I don't, he's not the most rangy player in space, but I think he has just enough quickness. It's just, can he stay balanced? Um, I think that lack of recovery uh, agility really lowers his margin for error. But you do like tackle guard versatility, also has one start at center. Uh, and he, he tested fairly well, uh, you know, 6'5", 311, 33 and a quarter inch arms, uh, and he tested pretty good. So I, I remember watching Brandon um, Hymas, the the left tackle for Nebraska, and this player, number 71, kept flashing. And hmm. you said, okay, there might be something here. And uh, he, he's uh, been a versatile player for Nebraska. And uh, it was, like I said, two-time team captain, and I think that factored into this decision. Dave, now that you look at kind of where the Cowboys went, you see a, a versatile player. You saw the pick from Josh Ball early on. I mean, offensive line was something that Mike McCarthy kind of alluded to earlier in the week, but that's they didn't really spend a whole lot of draft capital on it. They waited until late to address it. Yeah, I'd say that's fair. I, you know, I, I was on the side of thinking I wanted them to spend a top 100 pick on a tackle or a guy who could maybe play tackle, but. They went a different direction, and and eventually the value ran out anyway. I th- Hudson was available for a while, but I think they would have had to draft Hudson instead of Jabril Cox, and I'm way happier with Jabril Cox. So, much like safety, if you want to, you know, you can spend a bigger asset on it next year or no year in the case of safety, but maybe you'll get your bigger tackle next year. Maybe that is the case, and maybe the Cowboys are going to have to. Do some maneuvering. After the pick of Farniak, it goes Jonathan Cooper, linebacker of Ohio State. William Bradley, William Bradley King out of Baylor, the edge rusher, goes to the Washington football team. And then the safety Mark Webb from Georgia, the last three selections here. The Patriots on the clock as we continue on. Dane, any of those guys stand out to you? Jonathan Cooper, he's, we talked about him before. He's a hard charging rusher where he's just going to, you know, give it everything he has and throw the kitchen sink at you. And it's, you know, see what happens. Um, I don't, you don't have many counters. You don't have a lot of diversity in what he's doing, but he will give you a full motor every single time. And so in the seventh round, yeah, give me a guy like that. So I like the pick for the Broncos. A couple uh, Buckeyes uh, going to Denver in this draft. I'll tell you, the Baylor kid's not bad either, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he he is one of those guys where I mean, I is I was you know late in the late in the thing. I was kind of going through Dane's list, trying to get the guys that potentially could get drafted, and he had one this guy on that thing. So. You talk about you know high effort, high motor. He's relentless in the way he goes after the ball. This guy never takes a down off as a player. You're going to get the best from him every snap, from both from a stand up position and hand down. I felt like he was a much better player with his hand down. So comes off that ball with some initial quickness. There's some snap to his game when he engages with the blockers. He plays much faster than his time speed of four seven nine. I thought he got to the blocker quickly. He puts pressure on him right away. He can be difficult to block when he's on the move. 
he's always chasing the ball from the backside and does a good job of finding it and getting involved. So good tackler when he gets in position, he can finish, and when he gets to the quarterback, I, I, I'm a big fan of this player. He gave that Sam Cosme all he could handle at, at, at when I watched the Texas-Baylor game. I mean, Cosme couldn't bully him, and he didn't get overpowered by him, so I thought that was a pretty good game for him. Waiting on a couple of picks here, and we're also waiting to hear from newest Cowboys pick, as Matt Farniak should be calling in anytime soon. So, Chargers uh, just picked, uh, by the way. Matt Webb was the safety out of Georgia, correct? Mark Webb, yeah. Mark Webb, sorry. High school teammates with uh, Kyle Pitts. With Kyle Pitts. Okay, so I think we are going to go to break already. I'm getting multiple voices in my ear at the same time. You're listening to the 2021 NFL Draft on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. Hey there, Internet, everybody. Hey, guys. How's it going? Thanks for sticking around for for all those that are on the, the Internet side. We know you could be doing other things with your time right now, but, hey, we know you're you're the diehard still here. Picks 242. Damn right. How about that? Stand up. Trey Nixon, wide receiver UCF, was just selected by the New England Patriots at 242. It's a pretty fun little fit, I think, overall. Any overall thoughts we should talk about on the internet side as we wait to get back on the radio just about the weekend in general, Dave? Now that Dane's out of the room, I think we should find a guy who's not in his book and lie to him about him getting taken just to bum him out. I'm okay with that. Just make up a name. Just make up a name and just – for Take a school like – No, don't make up a name. Yeah, we got to find somebody. Look up a school's somebody. roster and have a draft – like a not draft eligible guy or just a random dude who had like one carry for four yards in 19. And the Chargers just – or the Buccaneers just took – Hold on. Let me get you a guy. Buccaneers just took. The Buccaneers just drafted Spencer Dinwiddie out of. Okay. That's a that's a basketball player, right? Yes, yeah. it is. Hold on, Spencer Dinwiddie is like off to like the Buccaneers. I'm going to get UTEP's football roster. Should we actually do this? Is this mean? No, I think this is great. Okay. No, it's mean. No, it's, it's, it's very mean. mean. But there's what? 15 picks left. How long do we have before we go back to radio? For some, mm, like we're not going to do it if we go on radio. I, I was going to. I feel reluctant to goof around on the radio, yeah. but here on here no, on the internet, we can do, do whatever we want. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Well, we've got four and a half say minutes. That, say they somebody took Who's UTEP's. It? Just give me like their third or fourth leading rusher. Mm. Uh, Ronald Awat. It's got to be like an upperclassman. Got to be a senior. Ronald Awat. I'll give Awat. Oh, I, hey, I actually did the UTEP game, so that's fun. We can talk about that. I'll he's give a junior, anything. so he's draft eligible. I'm sure he didn't declare. Awat was really good, though. He was fun. He had 42 carries for 190 yards this year. Well, somebody check and see if he's not in the book. Oh, God. No, <laughs> there's no way well, he's I'm sure in the this book. guy didn't declare for he's the draft. Not he's a book. junior who doesn't play much. <laughs> No, that's fine. <laughs> like, so this guy's not in the draft. So for, for those not, of you listening, whenever we make okay, so it's Ronald Awat. Ronald Awat, okay. UTEP running back. That's, that's what we're going to say here. I'm going to make DB. By the way, watch Dane just be like, "No, he went back to school. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> this, this, he might lose it on us and never come back. This might be the end of Dane. <laughs> yeah, it so, might be a terrible idea. I just want you guys to know that. Yeah. So, so with I'm the 242nd pick. They, the Patriots went ahead, and instead of Trey Nixon, it was Ronald Awad out of UTEP that ended up being the selection. James Wiggins goes right after that. The safety from Cincinnati goes to the Arizona Cardinals. Who is it? Why not? Is that who you said? Awad. Awad. Ronald Awad, the UTEP running back. 
played a little bit of defensive back as well. Dan, you got anything on him? On who? I'm sorry. Ronald Watt out of Utah. Dang it. <laughs> He's a real person. He carried the ball 42 <laughs> times for 190 yards at UTEP last year. James say. Wiggins, <laughs> sent, uh, safety <laughs> from Cincinnati. This is the worst <laughs> well, poker face Well, the reason I've why is had. because we, we kind of hoped it would be like Arizona would have made their pick initially. We had already announced Trey Nixon by the time you would walk past, past in the room. That, so was a, that was a bust. It was a bust. It didn't work. And boomer oh, we bust. tried. Damn. And I was hoping I could pass it off to James Wiggins bet, and somebody would talk about it. I bet him, he felt he felt a shiver and then he realized that we were full of crap. Did you? Or were you even paying attention? No, I wasn't really paying attention. I uh, figured that was the case. That's why I also started laughing. Sorry. You tried though. Mm. Good effort. I just hope can you, you tell we're you ready to get it right. Yeah, That's all right. Wait till it really happens. It's going down yeah, here in the next few picks. How about James Wiggins though getting picked? Good Do you know him. anything about Ronald O'Watt though? That's a real player. I mean, is he in this class? No. Okay. All right. I mean, unless he declared after his junior year at UTEP where he had 190 yards. <laughs> okay. So I didn't miss him. Good. He no, was, he I just was pulled a, up a random well, roster. UTEP I was like, only, let me get to UTEP, and I'll give you like their fifth leading roster. UTEP only played like four or five games. They didn't play a lot. So they had a they had a tough run of COVID. Six foot 205, got to tell you. That's a good frame. Name to watch. <laughs> Moving into 2022. Keep name to watch. Mock draft, mock draft of the Cowboys. <laughs> I was tipped off about this guy from UTEP. <laughs> the thing. first draft show next next year. Just, well, just wait. Just Running wait. backs to watch. Wait till Ronald Awad is a fourth round pick a year from today. <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic. Just nuts. I love. He's a Texas player too, so like it's at least feasible that somebody's listening to us that knows him. Yeah. Maybe. No, I think it's feasible. Good times. I mean, we had him in a game. Uh, he played at North Texas, that ESPN game. So, I mean, people know him around here, at least. Should have. There's some U- UTEP contingency in Dallas. The Miners. Get after it. They've got, they've got some people here. So who, no doubt about who, it. Who, who who has been picked in the last, since we... Tra- James Wiggins, that's, that's it. There's oh, been, okay. like, a huge pause on this Miami pick. We haven't really done a whole lot Miami, they, uh... They've been quiet today. They drafted Larnell Coleman earlier this round for their. It was their first pick since Hunter Long in the third. Wow! Yeah, long time. They took off about a uh, hundred and fifty picks. Can't remember what we're supposed to do on the way on the other. Well, side you of may this. have a heart out from zero. For oh, I a do. Different sporting event. Yeah, I do. Back here on the radio side of things as we are into the final 20 picks or so, almost 15 picks of the 2021 NFL Draft. Thanks for joining us here on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. We're waiting on the Dolphins selection at 244, but this is going to give us a great opportunity to thank everybody who has made this weekend possible because, I mean, everybody in the back, Chris Beam, Aaron Gonzalez, Doug Branch. I know there's a camera in there. I don't know if you guys have it even routed uh, the right way. Scott Purcell, Derek Eagleton, uh, uh, just a fantastic group effort from the DallasCowboys.com side. 
And then I got a list of, of guys from the fan as well. Zero, Zach Rowe doing just great work on the board. Larry Flores, Carter Freeman, Peyton Russell, Alec Medford, Tim Collins, the whole gang. Really, it, I mean, this is a weekend that we put on and we have a ton of fun scouting these guys. But ultimately, there's a lot more that goes on behind the scenes than I think even fans at home get to even hear about. So anytime we can throw some love their direction, that's a good thing to do for sure. Well yeah. said. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and, uh, as it, as you, I even think about how this all came about too, you know, with Derek, you mentioned Derek Eagleton, but mm-hmm. also it's always funny. I always used to at the draft show, I always asked, I always thanked Ed K. Gotta shout no him out. Doubt. Yeah. So Cause Ed, Ed came up with the idea a, a number of years ago. He's like, Hey, let's do something on the draft. And we did it over at Valley Ranch and, you know, and, it started just like as a little thing, and we got Dane involved, Dave involved, and then you know, Jeff and those guys. Twelve, yeah. It it, it it's been it, it's so it's almost it, ten years ago. Yeah, it's been My so goodness. neat how this is all involved. But and then the draft shows that we were doing, and then we were doing them like once a week, and then we're doing twice a week, and now you know. So uh, really, a tip of the cap to everybody involved, and really thanks everybody out there who listens mm-hmm. and is a part of oh, this. Yeah. And, you know, as the fans and. All over the world, it, 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 it's a it's a pleasure for us. It's a passion for us to learn about these players and talk about it. But it's also, uh, you know, we know it's important to you guys to 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 be a part of this too. And, and we thank you guys. We don't get well. to do this without you. Nah, no, no doubt about that. Absolutely. Well said, Brian. Yeah, well said all the way through. The fans make this what's fun. Oh no, absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's what makes this fun. Yeah, all the mock drafts that we were going through, and <laughs> you just it's funny. You just. You know, but there is, there's such passion about it. And, and again, the guys like, you know, when I was working at DallasCowboys.com and, you know, Jeff and KT and those guys coming on board and, 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 you know, they were doing shows, they're doing their own shows and coming over here and watching tape with me till 11 o'clock at night and getting up and doing shows in the morning, you know, and doing this every day. So that just shows you, you know, how important it was for us to, to come in here. And we always talk about, you know, investigate and educate. And that was, that was the biggest thing that we always tried to do. With these shows, it was so important to us to make sure that that we had the the right uh, the right uh, information for you to to learn about these players. And Dane pointed, I mean, Dane pointed out it's been a decade, which is it's yeah. interesting though because I've always said. We do have the newest cowboy oh, on the phone. We we'll, we'll continue no, this here in just a little bit. But Matt Farniak on the phone, offensive tackle, offensive lineman, I should say, out of Nebraska because, well, you could play a multitude of different positions. But, Matt, first off, congratulations on the day. Just kind of tell us what's going through your head. I'm, I'm just extremely excited. and it's just I'm just happy to be able to represent such a great program and storied organization. Hey Matt, congratulations, man! I mean, this is—it's an interesting time for a draft prospect because around this time of the day, you know, I'm sure you're starting to hear from from people, your agents talking to you about, you know, teams maybe trying to sign you as an undrafted free agent, and then Dallas ultimately decides to spend a pick on you. Just what was that kind of process like, and what kind of conversations were you having before you found out that uh, that you were going to be a draft pick? Uh, it was just really—it was just a lot of waiting. I mean, I was just. Uh, I was uh, hearing from one team, and then another team would uh, show their interest. And then uh, the Cowboys uh, gave me a call and told me they turned in the card, and here we are. That's awesome. Which and so, correct me if I'm wrong. I know I know you play guard and you can play some tackle, but I think you also have a little bit of experience with center. I'm just curious um, what your experience is with that as well. Yeah. Yes. So I played my first three years. Um, I was the right tackle. Then this last year, I started at guard, and I also started at uh, center as well. Beautiful. Well, um, 
Big, hey, yeah. I, think, I think that about covers it, man. Congratulations. Sorry you had to wait a little while, but uh, I'm sure it was worth it in the end, and uh, congratulations. We'll be seeing you soon. Thank you. Yeah, it was absolutely worth it. There Glad you to hear, man. Congrats. There he goes as Matt Farniak, the newest Dallas Cowboy. We have about two minutes here, gentlemen. But, yeah, just continuing what you were saying earlier, Dave. No, it's just it's great, man. I mean, the Cowboys made 11 picks, and, like, half of them or less will probably pan out. But every year you do this, you learn about the guys that are coming into the league. It's the lifeblood of the league. And if you follow it this year, you'll know this class. If you've been doing it for a decade, you probably know a little bit of something about every good player in the NFL at this point. And that's that's what makes it fun for me. It's not so much who got picked this weekend it's this is how and why you learn about the lay of the league and i think that's really fun too and of course the coverage doesn't necessarily stop here with the nfl draft you can keep up with everybody that's at this table just throughout their their social medias with the twitter with everything that's going on david hellman of course at dallascowboys.com you'll probably have some write-ups on these guys i know i'll probably look at the undrafted free agents you'll you'll put up some some write-ups on these draft picks right uh yeah i'm sure you know we'll touch on it a little bit <laughs> got some time and then dave dane's got a dane's got some some stuff on the athletic to say the least oh yeah no question We'll be doing a uh, ranking my top uh, top drive classes one through thirty two. So make sure you check that out. See where the Cowboys come in. Yeah, that's a good one. Brought us Cavanaugh. You guys have five hours of radio together. We every got day. plenty of time to talk about it. <laughs> I think we'll mention the players. Yeah, maybe I think we'll probably find some angles to discuss this. Yes, I think. I think our happen. Darius Washington goes in the final minute uh, that we're on one hundred five yeah. through the fan. Here. Yes, of course. You don't want to fight over a future Pro Bowler and undrafted free agency. <laughs> you pick him. Kidding me? More undrafted free agents in the Hall of Fame than there are drafted players. We've already hit that once today. Wait, is that a real thing? I think so. It might not. It was at one point. Sounds right. Ultimately, but yeah, there's there's a lot of fun to be had this weekend. I want to thank you guys again for letting me to be a part of it. I'm still the the youngin here, so I, I've had a ton of fun learning from you Thanks guys. Quarterback and Forrest, learned good weekend. Kyle. It was a lot of fun, and I, I learned from you guys every single year. But for everyone involved in this process, for Chris Beam, Aaron Gonzalez, for Doug Branch in the back, for Jeff Cavanaugh, Brian Broadus, Dane Brugler, and David Hellman. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Once again, special thanks to our friends at Miller Lite and our friends at Snickers. Of course, keep up to date with everything you can on DallasCowboys.com and all of the different info that's coming up in the next couple of seconds as I'm going to continue to stretch this out. I'm coming for you, Miller Lite. I was told 2330 on on here. So that Miller Lite, are you talking about the funnel next? I'm coming for you. Thank you to Brian Broaddus for being the godfather. Yes. um, Good job, Brian. Special thanks, Ed Cahill. That's going to do it for us here on the DallasCowboys.com draft show. Thank you so much for listening to us on the 2021 NFL Draft on 105.3 The Fan. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Everybody. Shannon, Shannon, find out if we're still on the air. Okay, I thought we were. I thought we're still on the social side. I can social, hear myself in side. my headphones. This is awesome radio <laughs> if we are on. Are yeah, we we're still on. Well, now we're hearing. I don't know. What's now we're on. hearing all of the fan feedback. So if somebody could switch that, that would be great. There we go. That's a lot better. Hey, everybody. Is I, somebody tell me if we're still on? The <laughs> He's home, Dane. All right, we're <laughs> Dane hey, by himself. Sure. Why not?
I'll sit with you. Shannon, can you seriously go ask Beam if we're on the air? I think we're definitely on the air. We are on the air. All we right, keep we're on saying the air. Yeah, we're, okay. we're on the air still. So we've got <laughs> <laughs> we've got like 15 picks, 13 picks left. What's Good. up, Shannon? You want to come in here? Not really, but I will. Why not? Here, throw on the headset. How's I didn't want to rob Dane of his chance to read a report on Mr. Irrelevant. I know. Uh, I'm yeah, being serious. No, it that's a huge thing. If there are still picks to be made, no, we need no. to be covering it. I agree. You're right. Hey, Shannon. Says Brian with a mouthful of grilled cheese. Hey, fellas. I just want to let you guys guys know I've been upstairs listening to most of this. Shut up, Shannon. You guys, (laughs) no, I'm serious. You guys absolutely killed it, man. Thank you, man. I I appreciate that, Shannon. Like everyone, you know, some people like to listen to a national broadcast. I put my money, if we had a race, if there was a draft race, this is the horse that I would bet on. We're better. Kentucky Derby here in a little bit. We're right? better. We're better than all of them. The no, yeah. you got you guys absolutely killed it. I, I mean, Thank I you, really appreciate I that. really enjoyed listening to you guys. You Thanks, guys man. Awesome. So. No, I appreciate that. And I know it's a grind for y'all. This is a long time to be on the air for three days. It's a labor of love, man. Absolutely. Sure. Brian does this. I was about to say, Brian Brian's. and Jeff do this every day. Yeah. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know how y'all do that. No, we were doing it. We were actually. It's funny because on Thursday and Friday we were doing our show before we went on. So it turned into like eight hours of radio is what it did a day. Wow. Were there any huge surprises for you guys? Uh, yeah, the Cowboys had one of them. Pick, yeah. Pick number 99. <laughs> it's a good one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was one. Um, I think it was what was interesting about the Cowboys draft is obviously Dan Quinn has influenced it in a way of the way the team is going to look size wise. Mm-hmm. When he started, he went and got a, they went and got a big one technique. You know they've got some. They got a couple of edge rushers out of this thing. They got some guys that can play with some power. They've got some tall defensive backs in this thing. This defense is going to look different when they walks out there. You watch OTA practices when those kids all walk out there in shorts and t-shirts. If we get to go see them practice, watch them, it's going to look like a different team. I mean, from the defensive side of that, that, that. Uh, that aspect. Well, not only that, there's some interesting. There's some interesting choices to be made. So. You know, you had three corners. You added Kelvin Joseph. I would like to think that a top fifty pick's good enough to start. So that puts hope. that puts one of Anthony Brown or Jordan Lewis on the bench, maybe. And then, you know, I don't I don't think Nishan Wright is going to compete. But they drafted him in the top one hundred. That comes with expectations all its own. Yeah, I shouldn't say he's not going to compete. I don't think he's going to start. And then, what do you do if everybody's healthy? What do you do with Micah Parsons, Jalen Smith, and Leighton Vanderesh? Like, yeah, that's fascinating. It's easy to say you're going to take Jalen off the field in passing situations, but that's a thirteen million dollar player. So, and I mean, it's a it's a good it's a good problem to have because it means you got a lot of talent. But I'm fascinated to see how it all works. Jeff, you are such a quitter. Yeah, hey, I'm out of here. You guys killed it. Thanks. It was Thanks. Awesome. It was awesome Give the heads back days. to Jeff. You guys had a, had a great week as well on the social media side of things. Shannon has a huge hand in that. So all the social media work that's been on the Cowboys social pages have been going through Shannon as well. By the I way, was going to be so mad at you if you bailed on the last left. like 25 minutes of this thing. Yeah, but it wouldn't be because you were like, oh, my God, Jeff, I can't believe you didn't stick it through to the end. You would be jealous no. that I was drinking. No. <laughs> You were working. Finish what you start, Jeff. I did. I did the uh, whole radio show on the radio. That no, no. We're here to the end. I want to. That's the least we could do for Dane. I'm real. I'm in it for Dane. I'm in it. Yeah. There's still picks to be made. There's picks to be made. Uh, By the way, the last three picks picks that were made with Tony Manette and is it Freeze? Yeah. The all three Penn State guys. 
Yep. Penn, Penn State, State Penn State, Penn State. Uh, two offensive linemen. Uh, I mean, don't you want to see if our Darius Washington gets drafted? That would be a celebration. Guys, I got breaking news for you. Okay? <laughs> My guy ain't getting picked, all right? <laughs> wow. That's the way it's going to be. That's why he's leaving. And you know what's yeah. better about it is when I induct him after his career, it sounds a lot cooler to say that no one drafted him. That's that would it be does a to cool say story. that he was drafted in the seventh round. And No, no, no. Undrafted, no one picked. Too him. small. I tell you too what, slow. You, no, you've got yeah. you've got some teams here though that know about players. That I mean, the Buccaneers defensive player, the Rams, Steelers. I mean, Saints. I think you got some teams here that might the, the football team. There's somebody might take this kid. I mean, there's some, possible. Yeah, here's there's those. Those are like good defensive teams. They might yeah. see some value in this player. Well, I'm going to tell you guys a secret. Everybody that's listening, that the NFL doesn't want you to know. The NFL is a lot like your job, okay? Like, the guys making these picks aren't necessarily the best in the world at it, mm-hmm. so they don't always pick the best players. It's, it's a lot like your job. Somebody <laughs> might have known somebody, you know? There's, we don't, there's we, plenty of truth there. We don't have the 32 best doing this. We just got the people who happen to be doing it, and some of them are bad at it, and that's just the truth, okay? This sounds like a guy who's upset. <laughs> I mean, just want people to know. There's a lot of truth in what he said. Everything he just said has some truth in it, but there's also a tone of bitterness behind it. There's There's at least 19 dudes making picks right now that Dane would do it better. I'll tell you what. I don't disagree with that. You know, it's funny. Bill Walsh back in the day, way back in the day, used to say, we only have to worry about six teams. The rest of them don't know what the hell they're doing. He knew. Yeah. 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 Hmm. I wonder if Belichick says something like that. He does. Uh, it well, is. that's well. He's not a good drafter. He's not either. a very good drafter. I'm looking, I'm, no, I'm, well, I'm looking, I'm looking at Mike Mayock yeah. right now on the TV, and I'm sitting there going, oh, "Not a good drafter. Not a good drafter." But Did that might see, be Gruden's fault. Yeah. Our buddies, our buddies. I would love to talk to Eddie about this. Our buddies at the Raiders. Somebody put out a graphic that was like because they drafted Leatherwood and everybody killed sure. him. Yeah, and they put out a tweet that was like, "Oh, the draft experts don't like him." I was yeah. like, "Mayock was a draft I, expert so two years ago." Yeah, that's a good. It's, point. it's been a rough social media month for the Raiders. Mark Davis, that's true. Yeah, that Mark. was really bad at the at the uh, start of the month. By the way, Tonga off the board, the defensive hey, tackle from BYU. There you go, mm-hmm. Chicago Bears. Give me a scouting report on him at two fifty. I'll tell you what. Let me get my notes pulled up about him. I, Big, I, 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 strong. Yeah, I like him. I know I like him better than than Dane does, and I, I don't think Dane hates the kid. But no, I, I thought he was draftable. Yeah, but to me, th- I I just watched that BYU tape, and I I wish to me I wish that they got to play some of those Pac-12 schools. There was an SEC school. I think they were supposed to play Mississippi State or something like that. They were they were lined up for some some competition. It might have been interesting for that quarterback to play those guys too. But the majority of this guy's snaps are directly over the center. I think he's got excellent speed and quickness despite his size. I think he's super active when it comes to, to chasing the ball and working outside the tackle box. He's a difficult player in order to deal with one-on-one. You can't move him directly at the point of attack. He's powerful. He's strong. He plays well with his hands. He's not going to give up inch when it comes to playing those blocks. The scheme will require him to jump around blocks, but rarely do you see him out of position or struggling in order to get in position. I think he's outstanding as a finisher. When he gets in position, he'll wrap you up as a tackler. I think the pass rush moves are with quickness and power, more arm over or straight push uh, with this guy. They use him in twist games, too. It's a big body guy coming around on the twist, and he's never going to quit on a play. Effort is outstanding here. So I, I, I'm kind of, I was a fan of his. I thought if you were looking, talking about those big, heavy, one technique guys that are, that are active, 
that uh, that Tonga was my my guy that you wanted to take a look at. What is going on with these? Like teams are just drafting. random runs. Well, r- runs of schools. Yeah. Like you had back to back Cincinnati guys, three it's Penn State guys, now. and it's now back to back BYU guys. Yeah, it's all a bit. Chris Wilcox was the second BYU guy off the board there, right? By the way, corner, all speed. I don't know how consistent he is. Oh, I know he is not consistent. What's tape? Chris Wilcox was a badass like center for Maryland way back in the day, right? Mm-hmm. Anybody? Basketball? No. What are you saying? Oh, Sports? center. Oh, I was yeah. gonna say basketball. I was thinking center. Oh, football. yeah, that yeah. makes sense. I swear that was his name. We're thinking about interior. Hell yeah, line Chris Wilcox here. dominated the paint for the Terps back in the early two thousands. Let's hmm. go. <laughs> Good call back there. There you go, Dave. Kind of random, but that's cool. I just it was the that was the Juan Dixon team. Who's your favorite two guard from that era? Uh, Keith Lang- Keith Langford, Kansas. Okay. Aaron Love Bruce him. Baylor. That's all I remember. Eric. That's a couple guys. So the Rams on the clock now. I don't know any of the picks after that because of all the trading. Probably the Buccaneers have it, Mister Irrelevant though. Yeah, right? it's uh, it looks like it's the Buccaneers just picked. Rams pick just went in. They got the Broncos on the clock. Mm-hmm. Steelers after that. Saints, Packers, Lion, and football team. Okay, so the Browns and the Dolphins give up their picks two fifty seven and two fifty eight. You said Lions and football team, football team, and then the team you said Mister Relevant was belongs to the Buccaneers. Buccaneers. Right? Yeah. I'm going to reset here, and these are the top ten players available still on my board. Charles Snowden is number one, uh, the edge rusher from Virginia. Glad you came around on that one. <laughs> now that we get to this point, yeah. Gosh, Dane, what happened? Hold on, hold on. Let's just let him keep going. Shakur Brown, <laughs> corner from Michigan State. One of my guys. Kay Johnson, wide receiver, South Dakota State. Yeah, he's all right. Ardarius Washington. Kay uh, ain't getting open on Ardarius. I tell you that. I had Kay in like the fifth. I David Moore, the guard from Grambling. So that's five. Good player. Tamar- Tamarian Terry from Florida State, the wide receiver. Trevon Grimes, wide receiver from Florida. Uh, Jamar Johnson, the running back from Oregon State. DJ Daniel, the corner from Georgia, and then Marvin Wilson, the defensive tackle from Florida State. We got Marvin into the top ten. Top ten best available, finally. Nice. What? I'm trying to find a parallel to that. Like, is there a parallel of a guy that in college football for yeah. multiple years was really, really good? Then had I, it see, I don't, multiple years. Eh, I don't know. I. I mean, his junior film was very up and down, and like. I don't know. I thought maybe second round could happen for him, but then this year was such a was tough year. Oh, nice! Chris Garrett got drafted. Concordia, right. Saint Paul, Division Two. Chad in the book? Of course, he's in the book. He would be celebrating. Yeah, you think if, Dane would celebrate the pick? Uh, but a really productive. Like, fools. The the film I thought was just eh, okay. Oh, but I tell you what, this production six three two hundred forty one pounds. Uh, in three years, because he, you know, this past year he didn't play because of the uh, pandemic, because season was canceled. So Division Two, he uh, in three years, forty-eight and a half tackles for loss, thirty-six and a half sacks, fifteen forced fumbles. That's a Division Two record. Uh, he averaged one point three sacks per game. That's a Division Two record. So just really, really product- productive player. Who uh, at this point in the draft, why not? Good for him. I, he, I included him in my top ten sleepers article, and he sent me a message after that, just saying, you know, really appreciate you including me. And, <laughs> no, he was grateful. No, I'm he just was grateful. Yeah. So now, Dane, do you know what the conference is that they play in for Concordia St. Paul? Off the top of your head, Northwest or Northwest Close? something? Close. What is it? Yeah. Is it Northern Sun? 
You you I, asked him. You can't <laughs> ask a well, question. I don't know. I've never actually yeah, heard that, of this conference until just now. Radio. So that's why. He, he's all NSIC, so that sounds that's right. That's probably right. Yeah. Northern Sun. That's interesting. I've never heard of the I'm Northern not sure Sun that conference. It is. I'm really not sure that it is interesting. <laughs> is it? <laughs> I don't know, man. We're trying to we're trying so, to survive here. What, okay. What would be interesting if Dave makes it home tonight? That'd be interesting. Oh, Dave's <laughs> going to make it home. I'm going to look up my top ten sleepers. See who who's been drafted, who hasn't. Mm. That's kind of interested now. I'm not just I'm not just trying to throw Jeff a bone here, but again, huh? there's there's like eight picks to go. Just draft the little guy. Why? Why not? No, I was, let my guy pick where he goes. I, was, I want him to be Mr. I was thinking. I was thinking that one of these teams that defensively that kind of could appreciate watching tape that might find something to do with this kid. That's that's all I was saying. I mean, you could watch him make plays. He gets in front of. Um, he knocks balls down. He intercepts balls. I mean, he, I want to. I want to apologize to our Darius on the off chance he hears this. Like I'm the last person that should be calling anybody little guy, but he is short for an NFL player. It's accurate. Yeah. It's accurate. Two two Atwood is small and light, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. like yeah. He, yes. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. Can't measure heart. To Dave. the But he's also fast as hell. Can't yeah. measure heart, Dave. Oh I know. If this guy ran like four four eight, would you draft him? Yes. Would you think he'd have been drafted? Four four eight, yeah, for sure. You think so, Dane? You think he'd been drafted? Do you, if he think, was that fast? Do you think he's getting Probably. dinged because of his size or his lack of height Both. or the speed? Yeah, it's, oh. it's a combination. I, I just can, said one could, or the other. No, well, you could potentially overcome one. You got to have one. It's really hard to the overcome. The combo makes you a giant outlier. You got to yeah. have one. You can't. You can be short and fast, or you can be tall and slow. You can't be both. We'll see if the Cowboys drafted a bunch of guys that can't turn. <laughs> Possible the disdain like, in your voice when you said the word turn. Wait, the Zoolander turn. Let's, let's, let's all meet around the defensive back drills and see when they pedal and turn. See how that uh, oh. how that really looks. You coming to Oxnard? Uh, I, I might show up there. That would be fun. I might. Are might we show. going to Oxnard? Man, That's Jerry made it sound like that was a done deal. Done. I'm not qualified to speak about that, but if I was a betting man, I know what I'd bet on. Are you stand You're staying there, like hanging out, eating like uh, eating turkey burgers. <laughs> turkey burgers. Yeah. Every day. yeah. Bringing food into the rudder room. Is, Kylan Hill hasn't been drafted, right? Nope. I mean, oh, Dane, the, the, come on. He's worth a pick. He's uh, a good player. Yeah, he also... He ran for 1,300 yards in the SEC. He kept button, button heads with the coaches. It's tough. Did he butt heads with the coaches before Mike Leach got there? There, I, was, there were, I mean, not, not as much as with, with Mike Leach. If Mike but, Leach doesn't get along with a guy, I don't really care. Mike Leach is a weirdo. Yeah, I mean, but still, I mean... That's that's tough because he's still the coach. Like, fair, uh, and he's a weirdo in the best ways. No, a lot of times, he's 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 quirky and fun. <laughs> but like, you know, he he like actively like two weeks into the season was like, there's he's like we're getting rid of guys. We're just there's going to be a purge. Like he said that. So he went with that word. I don't know if he used that word, but he was like actively saying like, yeah, some guys are going to leave because they don't like yeah. me. Basically, because I feel like that. I feel like that word, the meaning, kind of changed after that movie came of those out. Movies, yeah. yeah. You can't really do that anymore. Now you just have to say we're going to. I don't know. Presley Harvin the third, Georgia Tech punter. You got a punter drafted at two fifty four. Punters. You, you would have been excited about that like we got 10 F minutes ago, Hunters Jeff. going. 5'11", 260. How about some cardio, Presley? He's a big boy. <laughs> Can I get some tape of that? I mean, whoa. Punters don't have to be in shape? I guess Goodness. they don't. Unless you're in face. Was he in the guide, Dane? Of course. Okay. He's my third punter. 
Wow, Dane's feeling himself. What's his BMI? Uh, so somebody <laughs> body uh, shaming, huh, Jeff? <laughs> I'm not. Sh- I mean, the guy's getting to play Sounded in the like league. Yeah. That's kind of the definition of he's what's five eleven, two sixty. That doesn't play a real position. He gets to play in the league, so it works out for him. <laughs> Wouldn't the game be better if we got rid of kicking? Hmm. Like kicking and punting. Kawan Baker, South Alabama wide receiver. He showed out at his pro day. That's that he really really impressed with his workout numbers. Uh, slot option can get open. Uh, he's got uh, some smoothness to the way he plays, and then the pro day numbers that he put up kind of sealed it for him. So good for him. Interesting though. I, there's a lot of wide receivers still left on the board. Oh, get ready for free agency afterwards. Those oh, guys are all gonna, those guys are all going to make money. All right, oh, wide man. receivers still available here. Tamarian Terry, Trevon Grimes. Um, Jonathan Adams, Austin Watkins, Sage Surratt, Dax Milne. Did you say? Did you say Kate Johnson? Did you say that? Oh no, yeah, I skipped him. Kate Johnson. Yeah, that's yeah. a big one. Walt Fillier, Warren Jackson, Tyler Vaughns, Brendan Eagles, uh, Imor Tabebe, the Illinois kid that just jumped like forty-six and a half inches in the vert. Some interesting names still at receiver. Pick is in at 256, getting closer and closer to the Mr. Irrelevant pick made by the Tampa Tampa Bay Bay Buccaneers. Go, Pack, go. Go, Pack, go. Jeff, if Darius Washington was going to get drafted by one of these four remaining teams, who would you want it to be? I don't want him to get picked, Dave. I I want that man to choose his own adventure after this. You know, I want him to pick where he's got a chance to get in. Which is going to be Dallas, right? Dallas would be the best. That's where I would go. I'd be like, Mm. who are your starting safeties? I'd heard some whisper. I love... I mean, I feel terrible for the guys that don't get picked, but I, it's such a fascinating process of, you know, Brian and every other person who's worked oh, in the NFL. the Tony Romo thing was crazy. There's a million stories. Mm-hmm. Of, well, Sean Payton. Not only, but not only like, obviously the teams have got to do stuff and they lie to, they lie to each other and they do this, that, and the other to get guys, but then at the end of the day, the player has to agree. Like, and you know, you're going to have, if you're good, you're going to have a few offers. Like who, remember it was before we moved, it was before the team moved from Valley Ranch. But they lost out on that running back that went to Seattle, the Central Michigan kid. Oh, Rawls. Man. Thomas Rawls. Thomas Rawls. Like, he was in the bag for the Cowboys, and then Seattle called, and he was like, nope, never mind. Like this situation better. And he was good for a he minute. He had a couple like seasons. Like a minute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just, that, that's fascinating to me. Just like who's It's amazing that it's just so unorganized. Like, it's the wild, wild west. It yeah. is the wild, wild west. Yeah. It's, it's crazy that it's 2021, and they're still doing it that way. Yeah, I think I bet deep down they kind of love it though. Like, yeah, you know, they, I'll tell you what, like, get in your office and get that kid on the phone well, and don't you know let him hang was, up until he agrees. You know, it, we used to do it where we put uh, a scout with a coach, and then like mm-hmm. the coach would be recruiting, and then the scout was responsible for the money and stuff, and it became a competition. To see who could pull players out. I mean, it, it, like they would come in, like you would come in, like, "Hey, we got this guy," and you'd never be all excited. Yeah, way to go! I remember, I knew it was pretty recently, like maybe it was two, probably two years ago. Colombo pulled in Mitch Hyatt and yeah. Brandon Knight. Yeah, and Knight's. I think actually Hyatt might still be here too. Like technically, I know he hasn't yeah. done a whole lot, but. It's a really nice hotel down the road. Running back Kylan Hill, Mississippi <laughs> hey, State. Oh, wow, How about go. that? Goes to Green Bay. Dave Hellman's not the dumbest person in the world. Yeah, not the smartest, but okay. 
Yep. Thanks. Thanks, <laughs> Big everybody. Day, Dave. Don't Congrats. all rush. Don't all rush to judge. Congrats, Dave. Big he, day. Hey, he's a good player. He is a good player. Tell me about him, Dane. Uh, super <laughs> aggressive runner. Uh, he runs hard. Uh, and I think he the, his ability to catch a ball at the backfield helps him. Uh, violent runner. Uh, thought he might have come out after his junior year and decided to go back to school. And part of why you know, wanted to show he could be a receiver in that leech offense, he had more receptions than he did uh, carries uh, in the three games that he played before. Things got a little rocky, buttered heads with the coaching staff, and uh, he decided to leave. So, you know, that's part of the reason why he's uh, the pick here uh, at 256. Then Jamar uh, Jefferson, another running back, goes to Detroit at 257. By the way, before we get into Jefferson here, Dane, this this is just – I want to give you a chance to flex on everybody because Eric on Twitter said Phil Hoskins' interior defensive line from Kentucky was not in the beast. I double-checked. He was definitely in the beast. I didn't have a report on him. He was one of the – rankings afterwards uh um, you still had him though yeah he was still in there i mean he was you know one of the guys that was borderline maybe gets drafted maybe doesn't uh how about kentucky how many did what, what is the final number for seven them? why weren't they better <laughs> yeah it's a good that's a good <laughs> well, question did they have a quarterback that's probably the answer no. uh, mm-hmm. terry wilson mm-hmm. yeah this how many running back uh, the buffalo running back didn't get drafted oh yet. patterson yeah, yeah. He, he's a little bit of an outlier with that size he was also an outlier with what seven touchdowns, eight touchdowns in a game, whatever it was. Yeah, Mac defenses. Yeah, it's true, but that's not still great. a lot. Oh, you can't be a bad player and do that. No, no, not at all. Two two, two picks, picks left. Two fifty eight, two fifty nine. I'm going to actively cheer whenever our Darius Washington is the Mister Irrelevant pick. It's going to be Marvin. Watch Marvin Wilson go here, and then our Darius yeah, Washington go at two fifty nine. Don't you do that because then you can't sign them both. Come on, Kyle. You got to get them to the team. You don't want him to get picked. You think you get both those guys free agency? I would, I would do cartwheels if you could get both those guys in free agency. Uh, Bobby Belt said that uh, Bobby knows stuff. Marvin, you're you're Marvin, Marvin, Marvin would prefer to be here. Marvin's nice. great. I we spent we did we did fifteen minutes about how Dan Quinn's trying to get like we he wants Groot basically. <laughs> well, he's got if you got two Groots out here, then you can have the little guy. Yeah, the little like, it's fine. Who is, who is Groot? <laughs> I knew you wouldn't get it. Oh, he's from um, he's from Guardians Marvel. of the Galaxy. He's from oh, the Marvel we, Universe. Oh, Jeff, you've he's never little, seen Guardians of the Galaxy. So he's a little tree, and all he says he's a is tree. No, he, he ain't little. Is, he, well, he's little well, in he some of the movies, big. and he's big in some of the movies. So you're saying our Darius Washington could be Rocket? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Like a yeah. raccoon hanging off the tree, just yeah. blasting away. What this is why it's my final <laughs> draft with these guys. Yeah. I want to thank everybody we out there. We got all the way to the final five minutes of the show. Groot. We, so oh. check it out. His name is Groot, and I all he ever Groot. says is, I You're am You're really excited about no, this listen, right now. All he ever says is, I am Groot. Analogy. But Groot. somehow his friends can understand what he means by I am Groot, and they're like, oh, yes, but we don't know what he's saying. It's great. <laughs> by the way, <laughs> Dax Milne goes to BYU. He's from BYU. He goes to Washington. Wow. <laughs> You're right. He does go to BYU, but now he plays for Washington. <laughs> is he a mission uh, guy? Like, is he an older prospect? No, younger he's 36. Guy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Dax and Zach were the two guys who were like, "Hey, we're going to go there to get to the NFL," and everybody uh, else went there for uh, life. Uh, Zach Wilson's favorite target this year. Shout out to BYU with the second pick in the draft and the next to last pick in the draft. How about that? That's fun. Dane, is there anybody? That you're genuinely, genuinely surprised isn't about to get drafted. Maybe Marvin Wilson. I don't know. Um, uh, let's see here. Kay Johnson. I am. Yeah, Kay Johnson's mm. a good player, though. He really is. Yeah. 
I'd be proud if you would because then I would have a report too. But my man here next to me is going to – As long as we have a guy that I've heard of here, I'm happy. The pick is in for Mr. Irrelevant. Oh, it's Tampa not, Bay, it's Tom Brady. Not out though, huh? Tom Brady and Bruce Arians would do a bit to make sure that Dane's never heard of the guy. Oh, no. They would do, do this. It. They would do this. Come on, let's get it. Tom Brady is a Michigan guy. Let me text guy. Tom. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> they're big draft show listeners. He's a Michigan guy. He that's what I was doing here. What's this? Mr. Irrelevant. Oh, you get a little football? No, oh, that's that's fine. I know it does. I I think oh, they're throwing is, him out to the uh, crowd. I think this is weird. Like making it making a, weird. making a spectacle of this guy's embarrassment no, is weird. No, you get cash. It's yeah, there's like they a, make a parade. Of, that, I don't want a, a, parade, I, I don't a parade for yeah. being the worst. I want to immediately be, be cool. released so I can go get yeah. more money in free agency. I, he probably doesn't want to. He wants to, to be. He wants to choose his opportunity, and he's probably embarrassed about being the last guy picked. And they're like, spend a weekend in Southern California with us. Well, I, I think I'm okay the, with that. Look at the war room there. They're, they bugged out. Yeah, they, yeah, they like don't they, care. Bruce, Bruce is like, oh, Bruce is still there. I know. Bruce is like, just pass. It doesn't matter. Yeah, we don't have room on the roster. Just pass. Yeah, I don't want him. There's nobody behind us. Let's just be on the clock till next year. Also, I feel <laughs> like it's the first guy. Nobody can jump us. Uh, this is purely subjective, anecdotal, but I feel like it's unusual for the Super Bowl champ to actually have this pick. Like I feel like it's it's traded around all the time. Yeah. Well, forever they didn't do many comp picks in the seventh round this year. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. I think they did that for TV. Maybe. I think, think they so. did that for TV. I, I really do. I think they well, said, I mean, listen, there's going to be the same number of picks. They just yeah, did but they the moved them all rounds. up. So, yeah. yeah, so TV, you know, they can get out on time. That's they get out at 6 o'clock. Make the pick. Why are we still talking you about gotta this? you got to talk to the daughter. The daughter's got to stand up there and say, for my on behalf of my dad who started this in 19, you know. Yeah, Whose daughter is that? Is that, that? Was that haggy enough? Whose daughter is that? Do we need to bring up? Oh. Do we need to bring up Ryan Suckup again? <laughs> and he's like the only good one, right? Well, what I think was the SMU guy, uh, SMU receiver. Yeah, the guy who watched play with the football Trey, team. No, no. Um, Proche? No, no, it was. What are you talking about? Wasn't it? It was not Trey. LSU Lance. transfer. Tra- yeah. Oh, Trey. Trey. His Trey Quinn. Trey Quinn. Trey Quinn. Trey Lance yeah, is the yeah. North Dakota State quarterback. Who went I know. Two hundred fifty-six picks to BYU too. Yeah, that's right. You guys didn't eat Trey your grilled Quinn. cheeses? Trey Quinn. The grilled cheese. No, I you guys didn't eat your grilled cheese. I told you I had a taco. I say I enjoyed my Rudy's. Do you guys still have breakfast burritos over there? They're tacos, but yes, there's a few more. What do you mean ta- Oh, yeah. They're, they're not tacos. burritos. Well, I mean, they're in a soft. Jeff yeah. is going to have that at 3 in the morning. No, I'm uh, right now. I'm going to no. get one. I'm yeah. taking a Snickers. There's, there's two in here. Yeah. Let me just. Hopefully it's not the it's potato not, one. I mean, it's ice cold. But. What, uh, what flavor you got? Hopefully oh, here it goes. Yeah. Her name, Melanie. Yeah, this is the lady. There she is. There it is. On behalf of my dad, <laughs> who started this in 1968. This is, I just think this I'd is like weird. to welcome Dan, this you pick. want chopped beef or brisket? <laughs> uh, brisket, if you don't want to. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Mm-hmm. With the hey. 259th and final pick. <laughs> Close. They're going to pick somebody. I promise. Felipe Franks. Jeff, were you able to hear that in the ear? What? What they just said? Nope. Okay. Grant, Grant Stewart. Stewart. Oh, I've actually heard of him. Linebacker yeah. out of Houston. The final pick, Mr. Irrelevant. I don't know what you're going to do with Grant Stewart on defense, but he's going to be a heck of a special teams player. I know that. Nice. Plays with his hair on fire. Uh, six foot, 225. Uh, he's, he's an easy guy to like, and you just watch him play. He competes his butt off. Play speed, energy. Uh, I don't like I said I don't know where you play him on base, but uh, he, he's gonna make it in the league because of his special teams. So he's been really productive the last two years at Houston. I swear this isn't just because of his hair, but 
He reminded me of Francis Bernard when I looked at him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. I but can see that. The hair, the that, hair that to me help, right there is hurt. one of the great traditions we do have of this draft, of the draft Dane, show. Dane, having to report on the last he pick. He has to report Absolutely. on the last guy. Number 22 linebacker with a sixth, seventh round grade. There you go. Wow, you got job, it like, spot on. Yeah, good player. Hey, and every single player out of the 259 selected in this draft were in the beast. They all were. Even both long snappers. Dane. Well done, Mr. Brugler. Well done. I can't say I'm surprised. All of you. Because I'm not. Grant Stewart was number 252 in my top 300. Wow, so you were seven off? Missed the mark, didn't you, buddy? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Got to be better next year, guys. (laughs) Got to be better. You only had 85. Kylan Hill was 255. What was he, the real? Really? Uh, Like right in there. 256. BYU BYU picked somebody here. Close. Close. Hey, shut up. It's been a long day. All right, so we got been, up early to get you breakfast. You did old do a man. great job. Of we that. we have we have had a ton of fun, but let's let's wrap things up with Jerry Jones. Well, you can't. I don't think you can say that because it's not legal. Either. It's not Jerry Jones. Jeffrey Jones or something. Jeffrey Jones. Uh, well, uh, thank you everybody. To uh, uh, mostly to Dane. Uh, uh, I would thank Brian. I would, and I did, and I have. But uh, I would. But uh, 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 Bill fired him. Uh, Parcells, that is, and I wish he hadn't, but he did. Uh, but we were proud to have him back and proud to have him talk about the team and uh, uh, proud of the guys we picked today. We are and uh, and will continue to be, and we are, uh, because they can reach things that are up on top of uh, high places. That's what we got the corners for. And uh, so we're uh, looking forward to playing football. Dak, you know, he got two legs, and he's back, and he's good, and it's great. <laughs> Hey, chill out, bro. It's okay, so trying to focus over here. It's so good. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, that is really- oh, that was perfect. Well done, Mr. Jeffrey Jones. It's been so much fun with you guys. Great yes. job this Thank week, you. everybody. All around, great job. Yeah, this fantastic. Fun. It's always guys. fun. Thanks, on y'all. camera, outside of the camera, outside of the room, behind the scenes, everywhere. It, it really has been a ton of fun. Thank you all for listening. If you're sticking around right now, you really we do consider you friends. You're sick. Yeah, get off. Please leave. Well, God, Jeff, you have my permission to turn it off. I'm out of here. All right, for Chris Beam, Aaron Gonzalez, and Doug Branch in the back, Matt Kent, who was here on night one, Kevin Turner, who was also here on night one, for Jeffrey Cavanaugh, for Brian Broaddus, Dane Brugler, and David Hellman. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Thank you so much for listening to the wall-to-wall DallasCowboys.com draft coverage. We'll see you next year. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!